book delays All these stories seem so far away Now it sounds a bit like a cliché But I can't stand these book delays Suddenly My pull is half of what it used to be Guess it's saving me a lot of money These book delays are killing me Why is this going on? I don't know, just as DC Something went really wrong Now we're stuck with book delays Book delays Welcome back, all you hip shakers and love makers, to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, where we're back to tell you all about this week's books. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. And this, my friends, is episode number 182, and I believe it's about 100 episodes ago that I stopped calling this show Weird Out Loud. Ooh-wee! Also, you went back Crazy. to a classic, Hip Shakers and Well, I had to go back to the like, songs. Like, it was 82, I think, was the last time I called this Weird Out Loud, so I'm gonna, I want to do something special. 82 so weeks it took shakers. you. It took you no, 82 100. weeks to drop oh, that. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm <laughs> saying 82 weeks it took you to drop <laughs> that you stupid thing. I remember you saying, we start the podcast, and I'm like, what should we call it? And you're like, we should call it Weird Out Loud. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? You know what we're going to call it? Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. It's simple. Then people go. And I I kept telling you, it's like, listen, you get them there, then you wow them with with your jerk-off voice. You you wow them with the hip shakers and the loves makers. And Mm -hmm. I likes the killings. Hello, one and all, to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Weird Science. DCComics.com for the week of July 1st. 2018, Eric. It's July. Oh my goodness! Happy July. Ju- rabbits, rabbits, the, rabbits. The July heat is in the air, indeed. Right oh here, God. I am burning up. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, the Batman Podcast Network, and the Tangent Bound Podcast Network. Wow. We are on Facebook at. Weird Science DC Comics on Podbean at weirdsciencedccomics.podbean.com and Twitter, Weird Science DC. We also have the already mentioned website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where you can go and read all of our reviews the minute they hit midnight on a Wednesday morning. Well, you know, right there, I confuse myself. Night, huh? I confuse myself and everyone else then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they go right up there, and then I sit there and keep clicking on the comic book roundup to see how low our scores compared to everybody else. Even when I, I give nine out of tens, and I have to keep clicking, like, okay, am I still the lowest? Because yeah. I, I certainly usually are. So, and that's because of this nonsense. But you'll hear more of that at the end, Eric. When I lose oh, my mind, my. we also have a Patreon account at Patreon.com/slash Weird Science, and if you go there this week. Week, you can read or listen to, you wouldn't read, Batman Prelude to the Wedding, Harley Quinn versus the Joker, number one, and Raven, Daughter of Darkness, number six, that we did with Chris. And I will say right now that you can go over there. It's July 1st. You can sign up. You will get the whole month of July for free. You will not be charged until August 1st. And that by like then, 
Well, by then you can decide if, in fact, you like what you're getting there, you think that it's worth whatever you're, you're pledging, and you can adjust or quit at your whim, kill me. You're going to kill me and then make me sad. Okay. Uh, but uh, when you first join, it'll make me happy, so it evens out, right? I, I think the sadness overcomes the happiness, though. But it always does. It does. But, yeah, you can go over. We have plenty of shows in this last week because we had a bunch of things going on, including Eric and Reggie leaving town the one weekend or whatever. We really had a lot to make up for, Eric, oh God, and we were terrible. podcasting like Banshees were podcasting. And, and believe me, Banshees are known. Banshees. They're they known to podcast like a machines. lot. They don't have to sleep, these Banshees. They're just putting out that, you know what? And that's the thing. Nowadays, not many people, you don't hear a lot about Banshees anymore. They're, sure. they're not a big thing on the, the you know, on people's lips. they're on lips. the endangered species list. They may be, and people aren't afraid of them anymore, so they have been led to just podcast now. And that's I am. I don't like do. screaming. I don't either, but that's the kind of podcast, Eric, that I would fit right into, the Banshee <laughs> podcast. I think I may have had one of those already, but over on our regular feed that you're probably listening to this on right now, we also have a spotlight episode of Silencer number six. Doesn't seem many people are interested in that one, uh, but I had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I'm telling you, maybe people are a little offended by your talk about Jelly Bean, Eric. Maybe that happened, but if you have read Silencer number what, did six. word spread that? Uh, like, it, it spread. I, I listened to the one person listen. Six. They said, listen. listen. He calls a young boy <laughs> He calls him one of the retards, is what you said, Eric. <laughs> and I did too. We were laughing, but we had a lot of fun. Didn't we, stare at his face. didn't we have a lot of fun with those jelly no beans? Oh, uh, yes. Oh, uh, jelly bean. The cone of silence is the cone of idiocy for him, but. Uh, there's not much else to say about yeah. that, but uh, speaking of the Patreon era, we do have what we like to call the badasses that get to pick and choose almost everything that we do along the ways of reviews and books, and this is the call-out, the badass roll call. Now, we have a problem now. Eric, you don't smoke right now, so you yeah, can't light up. Maybe you can smoke like you can be one of those people. You can put I'm the chalk in your mouth. I'm hot coffee in a 90-degree weather. Like All right. right I, I have my coffee right here in my hand, but we're going to start off. We have Pop Culture Noise by Ron Saunders. There you go, baby. The Ron Saunders. He is the ultimate badass, by the way. Actually, I say that, and yes, he is. Uh, we also have Mick Adams, uh, Mark Yeager, Kenny Vengeance, T-Funk, Jacques Strop, Eric, straight from <laughs> France. We have Josh Vermillion, Abuse Mom in the Bryson Hole, Aldrin Stoja, All New Dave, D-Man, Havlin, Batman Beyond Mark, Bill Beer, G-Man, Manship. Manship's confused about everything this week. He was sending me emails about what to read and what not to read. We have Brandon Murray, Bobby, Reggie, Andrew and Belfast, T. T. Fred Ateen. We have Eric G., the cellar dweller. I don't like that guy. Danny the Street, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double A Ron Monte, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Dave J, Ian, Missy T, our man Rob Lewis, my man Pete from NYC, Lone Wolf Marv, Jazz, and Ruben. Ruben, Eric, we have a, we, if you notice, we have a couple bells. Broke my heart, Eric. Broke yeah. my heart, but that is. I don't think that. anybody noticed. No, no, no. Nobody did until I pointed it out with my broken heart, Eric. But that is the badass as we salute you. And we thank everybody else who is a part of our Patreon account. And tell everybody, just go over and check it out. That's all we asked. I think that most people would go over and would at least say, I am digging the amount of stuff. It's quantity over quality is how we roll, Eric. Uh, right? <laughs> it's how, isn't 
that what, both. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Qual- no. Quantity over quality? But yeah, that is it. We're going to go right now. We're the right fast now. food chain of fucking yes, podcast. That's right. I think we might be. But there you go. We're going to go off to some meat and cheese of the books, Eric. And I hope that people are pleased that me and you decided to accentuate the positive this week, though. We kind of we did. We, we kind of lost track of that, but you'll see. We are positive to some of the things, but here we go. Yes, it's time for Jim's Reviews. Jim's Reviews here. Now I'm going to go make a sandwich. Cheese, meat and cheese of the podcast. What would you make that sandwich of? What meat and what cheese would be in that said sandwich? I'm trying to think the only thing I have. I think Bologna I just have American. Cheese. I don't even have that. I think I have just like American singles, like, you know, those individually oh. singled out ones. And I think I got some sausage. Oh, sausage and single American cheese. I'd go with bologna, though I hate bologna. It reminds me of something you put on the bottom of your shoes, but I do like fried bologna. I will eat bologna fried. I will not eat it regular. It just doesn't seem right. Uh, But there you go. You have sausage and cheese. That's all I got. There's what we got, and uh, and there you go. Uh, But we're here to talk about books, obviously, and if you want to read uh, the reviews of all these books that we're going to talk about tonight and many others – Go over to WeirdScienceDCComics.com and read those at your own leisure. But here we're going to talk about a couple sure? books to start out with. Learn it. Learn, Peppy. <laughs> uh, but we're going to start out with, which we always usually do, start out with something with Batman in it. Uh, yeah. But have we, Eric? Have we had <laughs> Batman for a while? Seriously. It's been hard for a while. It's been tough. Uh, but obviously, you know what? Most I am like, happy to have this back in the number one drawing right here. Detective Comics it usually is here. But this is a Batman that I can be proud yeah. of going into having the first book of the podcast. Well, and it's funny because I did review this book. It is Detective Comics 983. And when I went to review it, I mentioned a lot of things. A lot of things like, hey, you know, this is the Batman I've been waiting for. Oh, my God, a Batman that actually punches somebody in the face but also Ooh, is wait. smart. I mean, it's like the best of every world going on. And I kept kind of talking shit about Batman in general Kind of not even thinking about Detective Comics. I was more kind of going against the Tom King Batman, obviously. Though, when I thought to myself, because I got pretty far in my review thinking to myself, okay, I'm writing a Detective Comics review and yelling about a Batman who we haven't gotten. So I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I have to kind of shift my, you know, my thoughts here and do more with the Detective Comics Batman. And I thought, you know what? He hasn't done much in that either. He stood around. Now, I'm not saying the book's been bad. 
It, to me, James Tynan's run of Detective Comics was very inconsistent. It had its ups and downs. It had good character moments, but not really good overall stories. This is just my opinion. Uh, of course, he also didn't tie in or tie up a lot of things. So by the end of it, I kind of was done. We, we had sure. said at one point, not only were we kind of getting bored of the Detective Comics, we thought he might have been as well, that it was time for everybody to change. Uh, with that, you got a couple jump on things. And, and this is only one arc. Brian Hill is not the ongoing Batman writer. He is going to be going as well, and it's a real shame. It, sure it is. really is. Uh, later on in the podcast, Eric Shea is going to have the same idea about Batgirl, where he's like, oh, man, I thought that this was the new theme. I was real excited. But, yeah, you read this, and God it is kind it. of Why don't I look at credits? Yeah, it's, it's kind of bittersweet here because Brian Hill jumps on, and it's an extended arc here. You're, you're going to get a bunch of issues, but then he leaves, and James Robinson jumps on, and, boy, Wonder Woman hasn't been hidden, so I, I'm not no. really looking forward to that. But I really – Really enjoy seeing a Batman that not only I love, but I recognize that I'm like, okay, this is classic Batman. This is just Batman. And uh, once you get this, in my mind, I would think that people will like say, boy, you know what? You can have a Batman who's smart, but also punches people. And in my mind, this in just a little bit where you don't really have, you know, too much here. You, you know, one of the complaints you could say is it goes too fast. I mean, you have right. a bunch going on or whatever, but you even get a bit of a humanized Batman here as well. And, and it's done in a way that I like. So I'm just going to give you my Duke. board now. Duke, yeah, my boy. And Duke, oh, and God. Duke, and Cassandra. I mean, there's a lot going on here. Detective yeah. Comics number 983, written by Brian Hill, art by Miguel Mendonca, Diana Egea, Adriano Lucas, and Sal Cipriano. He has remained. And, and this is one hey. of the things, before I even go on, one of the things that I'll give them kudos for is Brian Hill jumps on here and this could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with James Tynan's run. Nothing oh, looks yeah. even different. They have some of the artists that we're in. It's not a huge change, and I, I actually really appreciate that. While it really we have goes Duke well. showing up here, we do also have Cassandra showing up, which gives yeah. us that connection yeah. to the previous and, run. And this whole thing seems to be based upon a Black Lightning come to train Duke and Cassandra, so they will be continuing as well. Uh, Brian Hill starts his Batman story by giving us a Batman who not only talks Eric – but actually sounds like the Batman I love. Yes, the overall story may be something that Bat fans have seen before, but the wink winks towards an outsider's book and hints of where the villain is coming from have me excited. And you start off the book with something that we usually hate, talk of social media. Talk, I don't hate this. No. It's actually – I sit there and I'm, I'm reading this, and I'm like, okay, here we go with the view tubes and the things. But the problem is that usually what people do with this – is it's a setup to show that that person's a jerk, or it's a setup to. This is just a setup to give us a character, and the character is in love with Batman and the Bat Family, so I can go right with it. It's just a fan. And I'm so, saying Bluebird as well because who's keeping that Harper Row hairstyle going? But him. Yeah, really, he's got that going. Well, he, he is really a big, loves the Bat he Family. He loves the Bat Family. He's a fam fan, Eric, and yeah. he says it, and he's talking there on the Gotham News there, and he's they're, they're interviewing him like, oh, my God, you know, you're the biggest Batman fan out there. How is it like, oh, man, Batman's the greatest. He's so great. You know, he inspires all of us, and I, I sleep better, and the, the news lady's like, well, you know, not – 
everybody likes Batman. You know, some of us are kind of scared of him. No, no, no. You can't be scared of him at all. He's great. He's got the Bat family. and I, That's my goal. I want to work with, with Batman. I want to do it. It's like, you heard it there, Batman. Get the tights ready. Here he goes. And you have – it's Darren Griffin is the guy's yeah. name. And it just goes from there to see that he became a target and he became a setup. We, we go right in. It's kind of a cold setup where Duke shows up at the apartment where you have this kid there tied to a chair. I'm assuming that there was some clues that led to there, but you, you don't really need that. You're just That's there. The thing is, it's, you just jump right into it. Yeah. It's a week later and you don't know if like, you know, he's been missing or what, like somebody like, you know, called yeah. the police or anything. The Duke just went during the daytime because that's what he does. Yeah, He's the, the daytime, daytime bat. Yep, it, it but now he out. goes in and finds Darren all tied up with a note around his neck that says, follow this. Yep. I'm like, ooh, yeah. they don't oh, like that geez. social media. Oh, my goodness. And then all of a sudden from behind, there's a guy who says, "You're, I'm sorry, but you're making him weaker. And then presses a detonation button and blows up the apartment. And Duke goes flying out. Duke ends up crashing out onto a car. And with that, like you said, it may even be as simple as – Boy, this kid hasn't put up any videos lately. He yeah. usually puts up 10 a day and they go up. But, yeah, he ends up – and the kid dies. There, there you go. Something else we don't see. I want to know see. why this guy Karma doesn't die though. This guy is right behind Duke in the same apartment. He sets off a giant explosion almost kills Duke, kills Darren. This guy's fine though. Yeah. Well, uh, Duke's there and he may have injured himself a little. We, we don't know. But, yeah, he's not dead. But he ends up and in a, in a crazy way has left a clue for Batman. Alfred's, uh, you know, working on Duke and ends up saying because Bruce comes down, he's trying to see what's going on. And he's like, oh, look, he ended up the, whoever this guy is ended up sending you a little bit of a, uh, you know, calling card, uh, like a little USB type thing that was in Duke that when things shard out that went in. And it's kind of, you know, it's, it's a little goofy for what yeah. went on, but it's kind of cool. But in the meantime, you do see that Bruce has a plan to start a new team. Seems like a new version of the Outsiders, and he's leaving to go do this. And John it seems like the old down. version of the Outsiders. Well, it, well, well, at the one point, we even talk about Markovia and why they should be into it. You should be interested in what Markovia's uprising in the world and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, all right, we're talking about Geoforce. Yeah, now. I don't think you're talking about lighting. Geoforce. I think all that right. because here's the thing. If you're talking about Geoforce, there's where the theories go. Then Geoforce is the bad guy or somebody because when they say that, the karma's watching the TV and actually says – I know what's going on with Markovi, and I know why this is happening, and it, it's the guy. So I that was my theory of later. He actually responds to that report with kind of a snide remark where this is either, say, a Baron well, Bedlam, or it's uh, it could be Geoforce. And the whole thing of him making yeah, all these people with you are making you weaker. Maybe somebody's idea of the outsiders made him weaker as well and doesn't want another team to be put together. I don't know. Or, that, that's I, part the of other my thing theory. I have, though, the whole idea where this guy, Karma, who's, you know, he seems to know that Batman's Bruce Wayne, knows everything yeah. about Batman Again, to the point Geoforce, where... Geoforce, maybe. Exactly. I'm saying that though, the whole idea, he would know that Geoforce worked with Batman, though, before with the outsiders. Yeah, And the I'm whole saying, idea of the Markovia connection. They make a very specific deal here, though, as well, that Black Lightning doesn't know who Bruce is. He doesn't uh -huh. know he's Batman. So I don't know if Geoforce necessarily knows Bruce is Batman. This is somebody that's close. This is somebody that isn't just a, you know, guy standing around and deciding this. This is somebody who worked with Batman before. And like I said, I actually think that it is an insane Geoforce, that it's somebody like that who's Man, come back weird. and pissed off that Batman always has teams and wants to just end that because he knows his, he knows 
knows who he is. And and right. it's made very clear when you have Bruce go to see or Batman go to see Black Lightning that he says Bruce Wayne took a plan. Like it's really planted there that he does not know who Batman is, which is odd yeah. for this karma to know. I mean, who in the world does know and where you go from there? I don't know. But you, you have that whole deal. You have Duke having that USB type thing. Uh, they're going to work on that. In the meantime, you're introduced to Black Lightning. And I, I we kind of went by where I said, John Johns comes and says, hey, what's going on? The Just League wants to know what you're kind of doing with this Black Lightning. We're kind of looking at him too. No, no. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'll keep you informed, but get the hell out of here. I called this for Clark, not you. And, and almost, I can even go with it to go with the continuity now of you know you've been gone a while there john johns i really am not that close to you yet you know stop your nonsense and get the fuck out of here because he was like you got some shit to do right what so do i smell you later martian manhunter and then martian manhunter looks pissed he goes it, off. it's, what it's is a weird do? thing to have him show up because you know after duke gets hurt it seems like you know bruce might need the justice league for something but he calls clark up to do this whole thing clark's busy martian manhunter comes this whole idea that we need to do like if Bruce is putting together a team, yeah. it seems that everything like this has to go through the Justice. The Justice League is the be all end all yeah. now. So this is his way of saying, "Look, I'm doing something over here. The Justice League is now a prize, but yeah, stay you know out of my funny. damn way." It, it, it was to me, it was the sports thing that I always go with. Uh, that he had to call Clark because Black Lightning's in Metropolis, and he doesn't want to cause any collusion. When he goes over, and he's like, hey there, you know, I know you're in Metropolis, but I want you on my team. Head to Gotham now, quick, run. But uh, you are introduced then to Black Lightning, uh, where he is out being Back Black in Metropolis, Lightning. where he yeah. should be, unlike yes. his, you know, freaking six-issue mini. Yeah, and he's there, and he's giving uh, the whole deal, and it's a good jump back and forth. It's him being Black Lightning at night, and then also being a principal during the day, and talking, uh, you know, he's giving a job interview to a guy, and basically, this is one of those jobs where you try to convince the guy not to the do it. The worst job it, it ever. Is. And, and I know my buddy Joe had a job like this, a teaching job, where in the first week that he went to teach, uh, a one student exposed himself to a female teacher who then ran and quit. Another oh, guy got thrown out a window, and then he had to go to the hospital, and then he quit. I mean, there are jobs like this, and this is when uh, it made Did me Did Joe think then go in there and talk to them on their level no, and you, turn you, the chair no, around? No, he didn't turn the chair around. You know what Joe did? He used Star Wars to teach him, and it worked. He ended That's up going right. in and talking Star Wars right away. They ended up like, freaking playing the so Star what you're Wars me role is playing he game. He turned the chair around and put on a Chewbacca mask. No, he put on a Stormtrooper helmet, I think, okay. because he needed protection. <laughs> yeah, he said that was also the school where when Joe they went on a school trip to go see Balto. And uh, they couldn't find one kid, and they went in, and the kid was laying in the middle of the the bathroom at the movie theater, completely nude, masturbating. Balto, oh, Eric. How you do it? <laughs> Who would have known? Not like that. <laughs> Not when I'm seeing Balto. Uh, oh, man, yeah. that animated dog. Oh, oh, my God, Balto. Oh, you might be cold, but you're, you're red That's hot. That's the thing. I do, I've never watched Balto. I can't even go into any idea to get any further with this joke. I just joke. know that I, I believe it's that an he, dog. I, I believe he was so in he, cold weather. Yeah. <laughs> who you're hot baby you're hot for being i'm so hot cold. for huskies possibly. oh my god oh is that voice a little husky there is it belto huh you like that sexy i don't know i have nothing for belto <laughs> No. But every time I hear Balto anyway, in that movie, I, I, just assume I laugh. I that Joe started working at the school that they filmed The Substitute in. Yeah, it might have been. Or Stand By Me. Yeah. They used to, call, used to call me Crazy Lead Joe. On, See, it, it works with this Crazy Joe. Now they call me Star Wars teacher. 
But yeah, he used Star Wars. He used Star Wars. <laughs> now they call me Han Solo. Now, now they call me Luke. Uh, but you go here, and I like this. I like this jump back and forth. And it also it gives you a couple things here. First off, it shows you that his day job is frustrating, but yeah. he's willing to be the one to do it. He's trying to help it's, people. I'm telling you, it's the weirdest thing to have this whole idea too that you want to show Jefferson having this, you know, the principal job where he's trying to reach out to kids and stuff like that yeah. and help them before he has to, you know, help them as Black Lightning if they go down the wrong path. But the whole idea that Batman shows up. Pack your bag six hours. You go leave in freaking Metropolis, yeah. whatever it seems like. All right. He has an important job. Right. He's just told this other guy he's interviewing how important the job is and how thankless it is. Now he's just going to up and leave. Yeah. Like, no, and, and I'm going by uh, Men at War rules, the trade that we did for the new 52. Yeah. He's just going to hand something to this guy in the flannel, and he's going to become the principal. You're the principal That's now. all you do. You're the principal, buddy. And now Why the guy is. Why did you me dog tags, Mr. Pierce? <laughs> no, it's, it was that weird Chris or Easter-like uh, coffee mug he has there. Or maybe <laughs> you play tic-tac-toe on that thing. But best it's like, dad ever. Best principal ever. That's you now, buddy. But yeah, I, I actually... Principal without pal. <laughs> without ints. I, I saw, oh. though, that uh, we had that Black Lightning mini uh, by Tony Isabella, the creator of the character. And when yeah. we had that, uh, this is such a smarter way to show e- what seems to be the last bit of maybe being a principal for a while <laughs> for him. But this idea of him doing an interview so that he ne- – it's natural – for him to talk, and it goes the way with he what he's doing now. in the back That's and what I'm forth saying. of it's the so, night job of being, you know, being, Black yeah, Lightning. It ends up being the narration of what he's doing with so Black good. Lightning, and it just goes with the whole deal. And I really like this, and it carries on when Batman shows up. I love the idea that this isn't the all right, we're superheroes, everybody gets saved. It goes well into this principal deal where even even Jefferson says. There are times you're going to lose some kids, and I mean either by themselves, drugs, gangs, whatever. You can't save everyone, but that doesn't make you stop trying, and I really like that. And then Batman reinforces it later when he does tell Jefferson, listen, I don't need a guy who wins all the time. I need a guy who hates losing, something like, you know, around those lines. When we get And the to whole it, thing, too, we talked about with the whole, you know – um well, we the last issue of Just League we just had when Batman's trying to recruit John Stewart, the old idea like you know, you were a soldier but you're you an also architect. an architect. Yeah. We need somebody to build something up from scratch with what we're doing here. And then we grab Jefferson for here for the team he's building because he needs a teacher yeah. and somebody who's going to be able to reach uh, you know people like Jefferson. Yeah, and that's I, what he's I, I like these things that we're doing with the books lately. We're grabbing a hold of these aspects of the character and really yeah. bringing them to the forefront. Yeah. So Batman goes and he ruins uh, a whole bunch of lives in Metropolis, but the, you know things are going to get better. He's just a the individual teachers what matters. <laughs> yeah, really. That's true. That is true. The school still goes on in his honor. Uh, I just imagine like this guy that he hires is like, you know what, Mr. Pierce, I wasn't going to take this, but you've convinced me. All right. Show up on Monday. He shows up on Monday. He's like, hey, eh, he quit. He quit. <laughs> he even says like half the people, they run uptown. Like, oh, there we go. He ran uptown. But uh, yeah, and I'm then you get. Who wants to freaking teach in suicide slums? Hey, he does. He wants to make a difference, Eric. How dare you? You go then and you get this interview by the lady, you know, the talking head talking to yeah. uh, uh, Darren's mother who's just – she's beside herself. She Her son's dead and she blames yeah. Batman and blames Batman and says, you know, the silly nonsense you. with Let my you son. sit on that goddamn computer talking yeah, about Batman really? all the time. Hey, listen, get him out of the house. She, she's got three jobs, Eric. She, she needs that – that internet is a babysitter, right? You know, it was when you were a kid. When you were a kid, it was the TV. Now it's the so internet. What? I mean, look how you turn – ah, never mind.
And I was just going to say, and that didn't prove anything. I got point. all these action figures, oh, Robin. It's a pretty cool goodness. life there. Yeah, well, again, that is kind of, uh, you know, childish, Eric, I'd say. But are you hurting anybody besides nope. Lady Jessica? No. <laughs> Lady Jessica is dead inside. She sits there and she's like, he fondles freaking Optimus Prime more than he's ever fondled me. I, I, I can imagine she dresses up as some sort of Transformer just so that you'll touch her. Got Don't it. you want to see Is she going to transform into somebody interesting? Yeah, yeah, oh! that, that may be. <laughs> Yourself, then you'll love it. Hey, hey there, Eric. I'm a triple change. I get I it, hate you. I hate get the your fuck guts. out of my house. Look at me. Aren't I sexy? I'm Jessica Primal. <laughs> there you go, Eric. Isn't that sexy <laughs> role play? Isn't that... <laughs> You're like, what's the change? Ah, oh, but they go and uh, why, you do. Why are you always in beast mode? <laughs> you're terrible. <laughs> oh, you're the worst. Uh, so they get there, uh, and Jefferson goes home. You know, it's a long night. He goes home. He's looking. He's studying, and it ends up being that he's trying to figure out a better way to power his suit and do these things. While Batman is there, and, and it's classic again. You're getting classic Batman, and this is something that you always have. And you get it to points in books at certain time periods where you kind of get sick of a Batman like he just appears and then he disappears. Yeah. But you know what? I'm starved for it. This is what I've been waiting for. You mean Batman talking and interacting and ba- talking about stuff he wants to do and acting like Batman? Yeah. And, and you know what town. else? And is in a room with with Black Lightning who's a smart guy, uh, but Batman's the smartest guy in the room. And I like that, and yet doesn't really throw shit. This is this is Batman. This is Batman who suddenly appears, and you know you have Jefferson like, oh man, what do you want, buddy? And he says, I need you. I need you for a team. And he says, he knows what happened that night. And what happened? We didn't even explain it. A, a girl was kidnapped by a guy, and Jefferson had to save the girl. The guy died. The guy had yeah. a grenade and ended up blowing up himself because of a force field around him from from Black Lightning. That, that was a little bit – I'm telling you, that was a really cool scene that I wish would have been played out a little bit differently because I was not understanding Jefferson's powers and what he could do. Especially if you're jumping into this, not knowing anything about Black Lightning and his power yeah. set. All of a sudden, he's like, he's shooting some electricity. I'm okay with that. But yeah. then he does like a thunderclap thing that puts a uh, force field around and him and he lifts him up in the air. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of crazy stuff going on. I wish would have played out that, a little bit differently. Is, but I'm not saying with, I yeah. want him to – you know. Freaking yell out his power, his no. moves as he does a lightning bolt, lightning bolt. I don't need that. Lightning. Just something that actually just explained what he was doing a little well, bit more. I think the, I would have liked that. The one thing about it is there's more of a concern here of showing Jefferson also as a caring guy. And you have that with the principal deal and then shows this little girl's there and he's like, don't look, Angel. Keep your eyes closed. Please don't look. It's Everything's fine. And you go, that and Batman's there. And Batman, <laughs> don't open. They never say to keep your eyes closed. Everything's <laughs> fine. And Batman's there and says, you know what? You, you really did well. You, you you changed that girl's – you saved the girl's life. She's going to you know, owe you her life the whole time. But uh, before I even say that, one thing I do want to say before going into that, I do like the idea too that it's very subtle. But Jefferson does this. Black Lightning does this. This guy dies. He's upset, and he comes home. He's exhausted. They even say, look, we're going to work 80 hours a week. Like, and he comes home, and you get that idea. It's right to work because he thinks that he can improve stuff that will stop him doing that the next yeah. time. Like maybe he can figure out something with his suit, the power, all this, that he'll be able to save everybody, and he gets right to it. And that's where Batman's there, and he's like, listen, don't doubt yourself. You know what? You, you are a good guy. 
but I need you. You have to come to Gotham. And, you know, you have very good dialogue here where you have yeah. uh, Jefferson like, is that how you ask a question? And then there is the one thing, but he says, I need, I need a teacher. I need somebody to help. And then the thing is, he's like me after what happened last time. And then there's see dark days, the forge. And I really thought that he was talking about when he was in The Outsiders, and it actually threw That's me off That's the only a thing I can think of, because yeah. the only time we saw him in Dark Days of Forge, as far as I'm concerned, is on that pedestal of holograms. Yeah, so I don't know why they say Dark Days of Forge, yeah, except I'm to sorry, That see. really threw me off. Yeah, I have no it, idea why they did that. Is it the stepping stone to go there like, oh, he was in The outside? Okay, I better find that. I really wish that it just would have either not had – you don't need a thing. I like that out there and like, oh, my God, he's talking about the outsiders. And he's like, no, no, I don't need someone who always succeeds. I need someone who knows when he's failed. And I really do like that. And then he's like, all right, but uh, we'll see what's going on and I'll go, whatever. I have a little bit of time. He says Bruce has a plane waiting six hours. We'll get out of here. And then as Batman's standing there, he's just like, your calculations are wrong. With some modifications, you can help advance your power with much less energy output. And he's like, well, you know – I'm not really big on electrophysics. It's new to me. I'm an English teacher. I, I like that. And then he turns around and he's gone. And there's the gone. He's like, right. And, he, you know, and oh, God. And he's got to decide if he's going to go. And then we go off to Gotham and Batman's in the Spoiler, middle of a chase. He goes. Yes, he does. He, he, in Gotham now, it's night. And Batman is chasing what appears to be bank robbers, uh, chasing them. And that's the fun that I like. This is what we needed to have, where the main part of the scene is actually Bruce, Batman, getting that audio file that was in Duke that Alfred says, hey, there's no – and even that, I do like the way that Brian Hill even threw that little bit in where he says, uh, you know, check that for malware. Usually they're just shoving shit into the back computer, and I like that. (laughs) And it also gives you a little time to do some more things. So you have this, and you have Batman going, and he ends up stopping this bank robber in in a violent way, but also gets this audio. dead. Yeah, he's dead. He gets this audio where it says, you know, and Alfred says, I'm not listening. I'm not going to be into this nonsense. This always causes problems. But you have this thing, and uh, what he says is, I imagine you made, uh, I've made you rather angry, Batman. Your able, your able mind wonders who I am, but my identity is irrelevant. Consider me a pure act of karma. And what happens when good men lose their way, when they distance themselves from their purpose? Purpose, Batman, is a single word that means everything, but goes on and says, Bruce says that, and why do you wear the costume? Nobody's afraid of you. You're goof. You, you know, nobody cares. Yeah. You, you, it's all, your old news. And the night doesn't. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, well, she did earlier, but I thought by now he got it back, Eric. He at least was <laughs> trying. But uh, yeah, he's really touching on. I a love the lot fact that, like, this whole things. thing, though, but he keeps coming back to after he, like, the exclamation, the exclamation, I came to the word exclamation point to this yeah. whole thing. He just keeps coming back to say, Bruce. Bruce, yeah. Just Bruce. to make sure you, you know, understand. After every little bit here, just to make sure it's like it's digging in him each yeah. time he keeps yeah. it. Bruce. And he says Bruce and karma a bunch of times. Now I will go. Now with back that karma him. bit. Now, like I'm telling you, he's going by the name Karma, normal Karma with a K. There was this old character from the '80s called. Uh, he was Detective Karma. He was, yeah. uh, I think, uh, Tommy Karma. He was, he got uh, a detective who went insane and started thinking that he was Batman and going around and killing yeah, freaking well. criminals. The whole thing. So that's where the whole my mind went when I saw this karma bit and this idea that Batman's not doing everything he can. These other people making him weak was just a reimagine of this well, old character, the, Tommy the Karma. Only, the only thing that I could think of is 
when you go back to the Batman and the Outsiders book, right. the first issue does take place in Markovia. That's where you get Halo, you yeah. get you get uh, Geoforce, where he becomes Geoforce and all these things. Um, there might be something going on that Brian Hill will reveal that maybe there is a character that wasn't even named, something like that, because I'll go back to when Mrs. Griffith is talking yeah. about her son. And the the, the lady interviewing is like, oh, powerful stuff, when the lady's like, hey, you know that what? lady is a I, bitch. I, oh, she, she's the, just a talking that, head. That that just a stuff, smile. All I kept that thinking of was the, the song. Time. I kept thinking of the song "Dirty Laundry" by Don Henley about it. That's all <laughs> I kept thinking of. But yeah, you have this where she's crying. She, oh, Batman did it because you know my son loved Batman. I wish he didn't. He's the worst. Whatever. And then it ends with, "Well, that's given all of Gotham something to consider." Because the lady's like, "I have nothing to say just to Batman," and she's like, "Thank you for watching Good Morning Gotham, and stay tuned for our special report about Markovia, a small country with rising tension." Threatening to affect the West. Why is Markovia rising? Find out next. And Karma's watching and says, I know why. And then it just goes. And yeah. so that has to be – I mean right there is the person has to either be doing that or it's somebody from Markovia. Again, the two biggest guys, Geoforce or Bedlam. And I don't right. think it's – and Bedlam is pretty much one of the big outsiders' villains – but it would be odd to go that, you know, that pretty much straight laced for this. You know what I mean? Right. That all of a sudden. And would it be something where a geo force is kind of like, well, you know, we did some bad shit, and this is how I'm going to get my karma back by taking back Batman's. That's why he goes by that. I don't know. Or like I said, you can go, and there's a couple other, you know, crazy guys in that first issue, at least, that you could even say it's somebody that it'll be like somebody who was they thought was killed, a guard or so. I, I don't know. But that's the big tell to me is that not only are they talking about Markovia, but karma knows, you know, kind of throws shade by himself. It's not like he's to, by himself says, I know why Markovia is rising. And so the, there's a huge deal there. I, I don't know. That's explore. two thing. You know, like, isn't Geoforce, isn't his identity known? Uh, I And it may be. But again, that's why he would dress up. I mean, I say that's well, like I've said, that's the whole idea that like the prince of Markovia has these powers. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm saying, I, I have no idea what we're doing. Like, I'm sorry. Even the continuity at this point. Well, of that's what the we're thing I don't with, know. I have because, no idea what's going on. That's the um, thing. The Batman continuity remains. But that and we've seen the outsiders there. But we don't know what the guys have no. done since the new 52 and stuff like that. So I'm wondering if that's how we're going to go around. Right with now, it, but, there's secret origins going on yeah, with that in the yeah, background that nobody yeah. knows about. No, nobody knows. But in this, you do then have Cassandra showing especially, up. She wants to talk. Since all we have is when we want to talk about the, what, what the outsiders have did previously, see Dark Days of Forge, you see a holographic yeah, freaking a pedestal. Holograph. All the Maybe meta, that's all to the show characters. you. That's like, see what they've done, those outsiders. Nothing. Nothing. They're just a hologram and we can go with it. Uh, you do <laughs> have a Cass secret room in the back. Yes. Cave. Yeah, yeah, in the back. Cave. You have Cassandra there. She shows up. She wants to know if Duke's okay. Uh, she's going, and this there. This is one of the few things in this issue that I think didn't play out between the story and the art because at one point I'm there. No idea okay, the there's Cassandra. Well, there's Cassandra. That's fine. But even then, they're like, hey, Miss Cassandra, I'm afraid to. And she's, she's there and she's like, hey, I uh, have seen bad things before because she wants to go see Duke and yeah. he's not. In a, she presses her wrist thing that's the communicator. But yet two panels later, 
the motorcycle blows up, and I'm, what's she blowing up her motorcycle for? It actually looked like a detonator to me, especially with the beep, but that's supposed to be the hey, throwing shade at Alfred, like, fuck off, I've seen things, and she turns off her deal, but then her motorcycle blows up, and Karma's there. You're making him weaker. She's pissed. She's ready to, you know, kick ass, and then it says, next, Batman's Karma, uh, and, you know, you get a full view of the character there. Yeah. Uh, it's badass enough. Looks a little like Red Hood. Uh, that's yeah. one of my problems. And the whole thing, like we said uh, in the intro and a little bit before that, the idea of the Bat family making Batman weaker is something we've seen a lot. And we've seen yeah. it, you know, as recently as Death of the Family in the New 52. Basically, Joker was going around doing that, saying, You guys make him weaker. You guys are the ones who hold him back. They, he's too worried about you. It seems very similar. Uh, to this, I Thankfully, think it's a story that I want to see more of, yeah. and I really find interesting. Yeah, I'm, with for you. Every, I'm telling you, it might not be the most original story in the world. For what we're dealing with, though, it is something that I want to see more than anything yeah. else oh, Batman related at this yeah. point. This is one of my uh, big. All of a sudden, Detective Now is my big book that I cannot wait. Yeah. And and how many times do we say it's a cliche when you review? Can't wait for the next issue. Well, I, I can't. The best I want to see too, it. Is that I knew we we're gonna have Black Lightning in this arc kind of thing, but now we have Duke Thomas and yeah. like you know Cassandra Kane as Cassandra well. I'm like, all right, in, yeah. I'm down. You just keep adding on the bonuses here. Yeah, and, and with that, I think that what uh, Brian Hill is coming at with this is not just the Bat family. Uh, obviously, you know, we're not seeing him go after Nightwing. We're not seeing because I think it's more of the idea that Karma was around and was looking and kind of maybe got ticked off about the detective squad. Oh, you know? yeah, the, the Gotham and, Knights. And so he's shown up here, and this is the remainder of it with Cassandra. Also, Duke is suddenly going out, so you got to take that's care the of thing. them. I, I think the Gotham Poor Knights Duke. are fine. It's when Duke started going out in the daytime. Look at no, this no, fucking I, nonsense. I, I, I he's say, running around in a yellow yeah, suit. Look Look at this guy. Who does he think he is? I actually think Duke has the worst luck. Karma's, Karma's there, and he's like, uh, he's, he's there in Markovia. He doesn't get to be part of any team. No. He doesn't get to play yeah. with Batman. He's always like daytime stuff I'm by himself. You, he's, he goes to rescue yeah. with blown up. He's there in Markovia. Karma, he's like, huh. I don't like the looks of this Clayface teaming up. I got to get over there. But unfortunately, I don't have a lot of money. I got to go by uh, by boat. He gets there, <laughs> finally gets there, and like, all right, time to time to clean house. What? Oh, that team's gone. It's just Duke. And cause, all right, Duke's done. Right, Duke's been on out. there one day. He was he was he was two hundred years from retirement, Eric. <laughs> He's nowhere near retirement. Just started. But yeah, you get to see Duke. And I was actually afraid we were done with Duke when the signal book really, you know, freaking yeah, I was afraid of that too. petered out. So here it. and the thing is, we say I was afraid of that. I don't know. We did get to see him one time here. He got blown up immediately. So nah. like, it's not like we're seeing but a lot he's, of him. Uh, he's supposed to be in this. He's supposed to be yeah, one right. of the guys that Jefferson trained. So, oh, so we'll see and go forward with that. And that's that's pretty cool just in and of itself. So what would you give this, Eric? I would give this issue a 8.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed the art, and I really liked the whole idea of the story with, you know, Batman not doing the Gotham Knights thing, but continuing the team in some, like, you know, sort of fashion, and the possible idea of getting the outsiders together. All these aspects really get me going, like, excited for what's to come for Brian Hill's run of Detective yeah. Comics. And it's funny, Brian Hill mentions, like, 
outside one. Yeah. She said the outsider was like, hey, it's really like, like he's, wink, he's wink. Playing uh, yes, and I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Now, I'm going to, and that's what I did give it. I, I yeah. really liked it. I thought the art was great and really fits with the tone. A lot of times you Best change Batman. up We've things. We've got a long time. Yeah, and this Batman's awesome. So I really do like it. Uh, in the meantime, I did hear a rumor, and I can't say it's true, not true, whatever. But this is a book that's supposed to be and seems like it's heading towards an outsider's deal. And that was kind of nixed, they said, uh, because Jeff Johns has has the outsiders in the doomsday clock. So that version of the outsiders has to be the one that remains. And somehow and again, this may have been a rumor. This may have been a rumor that is not really true or whatever, but it was out and about there. I did read it that they said this was going to possibly even lead into an outsider's book. And we'll have to see if that can become something because of the fact that Jeff Johns seems to say, you know, you can't do that right now. You got to wait. It's just doomsday you, clock. It might you be the wait for thing 10 by the time years. it's over. Yeah. And what we get for, from it might be the coolest thing ever. Right now, we're just tying up everybody's yep. hands behind their back well, and saying, and, you and can't when, do yeah. anything until I'm done. And when I heard that and read that, it just made me angry because there's another reason why these delays are killing us. We, we don't need these delays. It's stupid. But we're going to move the next book, Eric. That All is right. The next book is The Flash, and that would be Flash 49, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Howard Porter, Hi-Fi, and Steve Wands. Flash War continues with a whole lot of running, a whole lot of arguing, Eric, All and right. a reveal that Zoom was not really telling Wally the truth. All they're doing is running their mouths. Surprise, surprise. I said that to Logan today. He nice. was talking about run. I said, all you do is run your mouth. That's all you do on the screen. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't end up with Irie and Jay, but instead we get the Sage Force and the Strength Force, and you could decide if that is equal, uh, you know, deal, because it's not. I'll tell you right now, it's not equal. It's no, not at all. It's not. And this is the thing. Going into this book, uh, I was excited about the Flash War, and I was know I? a lot of other people were. A lot of other people were talking about it on Twitter, saying how great it was. They were so excited, and some people had read the issue early. I don't know how, whatever the, the case may be, and we're already on Twitter like they are. I've already seen people on Twitter written and raving about that old Batman 50. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, keep it to yourself, buddy. Seriously. I, I think that Double A Ron said it, and I think he's right. And if it wasn't Double A Ron, I apologize to who said it. said, that just seems like somebody who wants to brag that they yeah. read it. And I'm like, yeah, it does. And also it seems like somebody who didn't read it. But you, yeah. you get Flash here. And the Flash War, and some people are on like, man, this Flash War has now hit Mach 10. Oh, my goodness. I thought the Speed Force was fast. Oh, shoot. Shoot, boy! And I'm like, <laughs> it made me like, oh my god, I can't wait to read this. This is going to be awesome. Hey, you know. And then I read it, and I'm like, yeah, not much went on. Not much went on, and you had a lot of nonsense. What, what did go, and... What's this issue about? I'm telling you, we had a lot of exposition, and the thing is, we have a lot of exposition to get through. Mostly, it's a repeat of stuff we already know. Yeah, that's the problem. But it's just running around like, why is it taking so long for you to like do whatever you're going to do with the Speed Force? Because honestly... This whole breaking the speed force, going into the speed force, this whole thing, it's just kind of nonsense that you just say. You don't well, actually have to do anything yes. to do it because it's just magical kind well, of nonsense. that's the problem. This is, is the problem. J- Jeff Johns has said that yeah. the speed force itself – and Jeff Johns, one of the better Flash writers, said that the speed force drives them nuts because it's quote-unquote magic. And yeah. you could do whatever you want. And it could be this. It could be that. And this kind of shows it because you're basing everything on a concept – that I don't know the concept. I mean, what no. is it to break the speed force? What is it no, no. to and not even bust the speed through? Force. We're going to break the speed 
barrier. Barrier. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know we're barrier. not breaking enough source walls. Now we broke the wall of the speed force and unle- we yeah, and, and that's then we unleashed problem. hidden forces. If you were gonna say, if you want to tie in all of this, I, I was gonna say nonsense, but I won't. We're accentuating <laughs> the positive, Aaron. But if you want to have that the the source wall breaking down has affected it somehow you don't have to keep adding things to here where oh my god the source wall's down and now we have the you know the sage force and the what do you what, what do you have the still force i'm waiting for the basil force and the garlic force eric i want all of the seasonings forces i not garlic a big force sage. jim that would kill me that's, I know. That, that is my kryptonite. Uh, but yeah, you have the sage force. We're halfway there, Eric, and the strength force. Uh, but with that, you have what you said. One of my biggest things that drove me nuts is you have seven pages of recap. They're running around talking about everything that we've known all this time. I mean, it's and then we get the rest around. of our heroes of the Justice League, even Argus, standing around saying. What they're doing is bad. We got to stop them. Yeah. That takes now, a bunch of pages for that as well. Now, with that, as we're going, and you see it, Eric, they're going around Dinosaur Island for crying out Bullshit. loud. Bullshit. They're going through Gorilla City. No, uh, no, I'm telling you, right away, I'm angry because we see Themyscira that they're running through. I'm yeah. like, that doesn't make any sense. So that you tell me that two men just walked on Themyscira that exists outside of our dimension, just like Dinosaur yeah, Island? Because, What's and, going and on if, here? If people aren't reading or no, like, Themyscira is still not part of limits. our deal. It's off limits. Dinosaur Island is not part of the world. They And, they, yeah, the Speed Force, again, though. some but, kind of weird-ass no, Rubik's Cube to get there. this is the thing. It makes it – that's what kind of spells out what we don't like about the Speed Force. You could do whatever you want because if I said to somebody, the hell are they getting on that dinosaur island? I like the lagoon and imagine, dinosaur island, you imagine how pissed, though, Wonder Woman would be if she found out that Barry and Wally went to Themyscira? Yeah, and probably Rick – I mean just look at the damage they do running out of that. <laughs> that whole Themyscira is destroyed. Uh, but they go and, yeah, the Dinosaur Island is kind of not there. But they – somebody would say, Speed Force, there you go. Yeah. But you have this and you have Steve Trevor and Amanda Waller kind of setting up a barricade, kind of setting up a bunch of military. I don't know what they really think they're going to do. Uh, they, we set up off, a bunch of tanks well, in a row, and the way it is depicted here for some reason, it seems yeah, like the tanks are yeah, far enough apart they, that they have just something they can run between. Far enough apart, Eric. They have set up. What are they going to do? The tanks are facing each other. This is going to be a disaster. Who set this up? Amanda Waller or Steve Trevor? Because whoever did, fired. They have tanks facing each other. They think they're going to shoot the. They're going to kill each other. It's so stupid. Oh, I'm not even worried about shooting. It doesn't be a barricade, but it yeah, seemed like they had them set far enough I apart think they're supposed they could to run make, between. I think they're supposed to make you think that because, unfortunately, you, you know a tank, you get the tank, you can run around it. There's no barricade. I mean, if they have them so... And they're still it, running on top of the tanks, they're, tearing parts of it apart. Why are they tearing it apart? I don't know. There's no reason. They just need to run through. You see, Wally's just ripping shit apart. Why? As they're still arguing. They're arguing like, huh, wait a minute, we got to tear some shit my apart. My score's going down. It, it's pimp my tank <laughs> they're doing here, ripping it apart for no reason, just to make a visual. But what? Are, what's the plan? They're facing each other. I don't understand. It seems like they were going to fire on them because, like you said, it's not a barrier. And if it is, they could run around. Tanks aren't that big. And they're just running, arguing, arguing with each other about stuff we already know. But I do like the idea at this beginning. And Amanda Waller is part of it. But then it continues through. And you see, at least you're getting an idea that these two speedsters running together – 
you know, with Wally trying to break the barrier down, whatever he's trying to do, but this is something that's being felt throughout the universe. And I, right. I actually like that as the that's stakes. That's a cool concept. Yes, the stakes are high. Even the microverse is pissed, Eric. The it's microverse, pissed. the new microverse. Genesis, everybody's upset. But in Justice League, I thought that Batman kept getting things from Ray Palmer. He's still in the microverse. Where's Prion? Hey, poor Prion probably got sucked up by that. Uh, but they just keep going. You even have, you know, hey, there, they're a new genesis. Everybody's uh, aware, but they call in the Justice League. It's funny, too. This book is the book to set up with Roy being pissed that he's not on the Titans anymore. <laughs> I'm like, really? That, that's what this is? But actually, when, when Roy showed up, I'm like, ooh, there's a mistake. Nope. Joshua Williamson played it well. But yeah. with this, they're, they're still friends. It's good. Yeah, gonna... In my mind, it's the only thing he played well. There's there are so many instances in this that I get yeah. angry. And I'm actually to the point I'm telling you, we talk about the Sage Force and the Strength yeah. Force by the end with the whole idea that we've broken the barrier, the Speed Force, and let these hidden forces out. This, is, this to me is just a negative speed force again where it's just going to be a thing that happens. It's never explained or you're not nope. going to get anything behind it. And yeah. for some reason, Hunter Zalman has it. It's never explained. He just there nope. and has he it. He just has it. It seems like you would I'm say so angry by it. that was his plan and he set it up to do this, but we never saw a plan. And, no. it, and with the speed force involved, it, it doesn't make sense that if this is a breaking of a barrier, if it is the speed force that's breaking, why is Hunter now? He did go off with that hammer, Eric. I don't know if that <laughs> the is the gavel. Do it. The gavel. But why wouldn't Barry? He'll be the and judge of this. Why, why wouldn't Wally? Why wouldn't these powers go to them? Now, eventually, it seems like it will go to Barry a bit, but we'll see how yes. that goes. But with this, you end up having the Justice League. And, and through all this, Barry's trying to stop Wally. He's trying to say, just come on, stop. And Wally's trying to convince him, he's listen. He's trying to verbally stop yeah, him. Yeah, well, and, he's, and, and Wally's saying, like, listen, please, just, just join with me. This is what we need. We're each other's lightning rod. We have to do this together. If we do it together, we can win. Like when you went back to get your mom, you didn't tell me. And if you did, yeah. maybe something would have happened. Now, another thing that Joshua Williamson does, and it really – you said that one of the only things was Roy, one of the big things for me, and it was something I had a problem with big time in the button. When you had things being involved with that button and the speed force and going right. back to – they never mention it to Wally. And I kept saying when we reviewed it, why isn't Barry going to Wally? Wally just yeah. came out of the speed force, and now you're jumping back in to see why this button came out. Why didn't you do this? It's kind, It's not explained here, but it is Which thrown is out there. It's thrown out there. Well, Wally's like, you knew this because that's where Barry's like, yeah, we had this thing with Batman. What? Batman? What about me? Like, I came out of here, and, and you let this happen. Also, the idea that Barry might know more than he's think, you know, letting on with people being lost and all this stuff. And then also says, well, why don't we go talk to Linda about this? And Wally says – the hell are we going to say to Linda? You, we're going to go get the kids that you don't remember? It's not going to work. It's just going to hurt her. There's a lot of stuff like that that I really, really like. because, But it, it's more of tying up other things. When yeah. you get to the actual Flash War and what we're talking about, I don't get enough of that. And that's what kills me. Like you said, I don't understand by the end when, when Zoom shows up and he's got these powers and what they mean and what's going on and, and how are the flashes now affected. I, we don't know. I, no. I hope we find out more of that. But you also get the deal where the Justice League's there. Superman goes to catch up to them. And it's fan, it's fan service. It, you don't yeah. get anything from it. Bat, Superman's just trying to catch him and can't. 
Well, they still argue. And people go crazy about this. I'm like, Flash tells you every goddamn issue that he's the fastest man alive. Yeah. I don't know why you're so surprised. Like, Flash has been fast in Superman forever. It's because they, they always throw that out since they had the race and there was never an ending and nonsense. But they, they go here, and then you have Hal. Like, you know what? Time for me to get involved. Here you go. I'm going to put this construct here. He he has a whole thing like, yeah, I kind of know these guys. You know what? I had – and there is a funny line like, listen, you don't think I sat there listening to these boring-ass flashbacks all this time <laughs> and didn't pick up anything. You know, I'm a dummy, but really, he really goes I, I, on about it. the thing is, this. while that's a funny little bit there, the whole throwing shade at the flashbacks, the idea though when this whole thing happens, like, yes, the Speed Force, one of the most powerful things in the DC universe, you know, this whole idea of it because it can, like we talked about – be anything but when Wally hits this contract full force and how is actually afraid that his ring is about to break this ring that he created from his own personal will for some reason, it bothers me. Like, for some reason, I, I, that's I, not a dress. Like, well, the weird this is thing just about a regular it, ring for whatever reason the, in Joshua the, Williamson's mind. The only reason that I didn't mind is because of the fact that uh, you have uh, Hal setting up this weird thing where he says, I'm putting it at a different frequency. When they yeah. run through it, it'll slow him down. He's doing something a little wacky. And I think that maybe that's why, because it doesn't it doesn't work anyway. No. And they crash through it. Barry ends up saving Hal or grabbing him at least while he goes through. It didn't even slow down. But I think that what happened was Hal thought he knew what he was doing. Obviously, he wasn't listening enough to the flashbacks because he says, I'm going to make this vibrate at a point where the, if they run through full force, they're going to come out slower. They don't. It crashes. And I think maybe it took him by surprise. But And, maybe, and again, he's like, oh, my God, it nearly broke my ring. And maybe just him saying that. You know what I mean? I don't know that he knows exactly. I don't know. But well, it's if supposed it's his to make ring, him he should big. know. It's created from his it's own supposed willpower. To make it's a part of big. him. Like I said, it's supposed to just be a big scene. So it didn't break it. So, yeah. you know, how how do we know how close? And then you just go to that planet, maybe with Hector Hammond. I reckon they'll make a new one. Uh, but, yeah, they keep running. Either. No, they keep – no, I don't either. They keep running. And now Barry's like, I can't believe you did that. You know, we're supposed to be good. We're supposed to be, you know, good people in here. And Wally says, no, fuck it. If you're not going to go with me, I'm doing this myself. I want you to go because if we do it, I think we can do it together. But if not, fuck it. And he goes off and breaks the barrier. He breaks the speed force barrier. And, it, it, you know, kapow, it looks like the whole world's coming like to an end. Too. He goes, he, like, he turns bright blue and goes through the, into the speed force and breaks the barrier somehow. But I don't know how or why or anything with it. You know, it just kind of says it happens. But, like, yeah. w- like, was he just, you know, waiting for Barry to get done what he was saying so he could do this? Like, what, did he finally, like, hit the enough, like, speed to be able to I, do it? It's like, such know. a weird idea. Like, all right, Barry, I've had enough of you. Time to go and do this. Boom! Yeah, and it seems like maybe the concept would be that it's a Flash then who's gone faster than any Flash has ever gone because he is going. They are racing at one point. Barry's keeping up, and then all of a sudden he just takes off. And I guess you have to go with that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because, either. And that's the biggest with problem this, with Joshua Williamson's Flash half the time because he yeah. just says stuff, never explains yeah, any of it. Yeah, and it's not explained. So basically now it's just the idea of it's broken, and then all of a sudden yeah. you see the Just League and everybody else, Waller even gets hit. Everybody's getting hit. You don't know what's I, I, going on. I'm telling on. you, this whole through this progression, it freaked me out at first because I didn't get what was going on until you actually turn a couple pages to figure it out. But yeah, it's everybody's soon. neck was getting broken. Yeah, yeah, really. It's just and crack, it, crack, it, it, crack. Zoom, like, what's going on? And Zoom lied. You know, he's, this was all a setup, and it's the same thing. He's like, basically, listen, 
I want you to be the best, Wally. You're not, you know, and I'm going to be the best. And, hey, Thawne thought you were going to be the best, Barry, and you're not. So I guess I got to take it in my own hands. And now I'm going to use these new flesh powers, these force first, powers. I'm going to put on one of your old costumes yeah, yeah, in your first on flash old, ring yep, for some reason. He puts reason. on the old ring. I'm going to be the flesh. It. Yeah, he's going to be. He's going to be the flesh now. It's the flesh the war flesh. after all. Yeah, and so that's basically how it is. And basically they out of nowhere now Wally and Barry are like, you know what? I guess we should team up now that it's about family. <laughs> and it goes to attack. And it like, uses no. the sage force and then gets in their head, it seems, with that and, be, and is even able to manipulate them, whatever. We don't get much of that. Strength force seems like that's pretty, you know, well, you, you get yeah. what that is. He, he, now, he just I'm punches telling you, them. the thing is, the person I feel for the worst in this, like I, I the most for I feel, is that Batman. Because, you know, Zoom shows up yeah. and Barry freaks out, starts doing a whirlwind kind of punch. Yeah, and, and, and Zoom it's a grabs a human shot. Yeah. It's a human it's, shield, I mean. And then Batman, Batman just goes flying yeah. away. Yeah. You don't see him again. He just takes off the like. Why the didn't they use eyes. Superman? Why didn't he use Superman for that? <laughs> Somebody but we don't see Batman hurt. for the rest of the issue. He's just gone. I'm like, well, that was not nice to know you while it was, Batman. Because yeah. you go, going, buddy. He, he's going through the poppy fields now towards Mr. Emerald City. Yeah. He's, he's, he's loving it. Uh, he, he's there seeing a horse of a different color, Eric. Uh, but yeah, then it ends with just basically, you know, the villain deal. I'm going to take everything back and I'm going to do take the life that was taken back from me and I'm going to be the best ever. And then it says next, Flash versus Flash versus Flash and the Flash number 50. It's an oversized issue, but that ends it. The next issue ends it. And it seems like it hasn't started. even started. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It doesn't even feel like it started yet. It, I, I, need, the sage I need something to kind of grip as we go forward with this because of the fact that the main important things. Now, Joshua Williamson does have some smoke and mirrors here. There's some good conversations. There's some good things tied up that I want it tied up from before. But when you get to the very meat and cheese of the issue, it's the last three pages and nothing is really explained. And because we had the negative speed force, and people might be out there saying, well, oh my God, you know, he explains everything. Joshua Williamson no. always has. Tell me exactly what the negative speed force did to Barry because all he kept saying was, man, I don't feel like myself. And oh my God, I better get and rid of this. Sometimes I explode when sometimes I run for I some explode, reason. Sometimes I explode, I get angry. It was yeah. never explained. But then and Mina, even, when she had the negative speed force, she was fine. And, and even so, after we had waited, we were waiting and waiting for an explanation. And then at one point, Barry says something along the lines of, boy, I guess I'll never figure that one out. And, and then we moved on. So yeah. the idea of breaking the barrier of the speed force, I don't think will be addressed. Now we're going to just address the you know, the strength force, the sage force, if there's more that we're going to see. And like you said, we are almost getting into a part of what reminds me of the DCYOU. They are changing too many things and throwing shit on top of shit. We're already yeah. still trying to wrap our head around the, you know, the source wall breaking up. Then, you know, you have in the last Justice League, which we loved. Lex talking about the seven nonsense. The Every, seven hidden forces yeah, the of the seven universe. Hitter forces. And that could only happen if the some if the wall broke, if this yes. barrier broke, just like the speed force yes, barrier. Yes. And so to me, you're starting to like I said, you're you're throwing and I'm not saying shit as in I hate it all. But it is just shit on top of shit. You're building a wall now, and unfortunately, sometimes when you build walls, you're going to keep people out, Eric, and they're not going to be able to understand what's going on trying to look over that wall. 
And I don't, I, I can't tell you that if we go from this and all of a sudden Barry is the strong flash with the, the strength, why? The, the best know. thing about Barry, first off, is that he's the Flash. He runs around fast. You, you don't need to add powers. I, I, I just want to know hit? why the Speed Force would be the thing that you'd have to break a barrier to get to the Strength Force and the Sage Force. I don't know. I just hope that when he gets the Strength Force, he starts acting like a weightlifting What about the Force? Why wouldn't they, that be there, too? I'm telling you. I just want Barry to have the Strength Force and Fuck. start wearing jean shorts and, and tank tops <laughs> and, tank tops and tops. drinking big things a gallon of much, water. I, him, I, I pretty much want him to dress like Roy Harper. Yeah, he's going to have the glasses. <laughs> Everything that he grabs, he's going to pick up and then throw on the ground and grunt and yell. Or and crush. Then, and then in this, it's funny you say that because in this, at one point, I think Roy says something along the lines of, what's going on, bro? Uh, that's what I want him to start talking at. He's like, hey, brah. And all of a sudden, he just hangs out. That's why Roy's here. He's going to hang out with him. It's one of his guys now. He's going to be the strength bro. That's all I need. That's that's going for it. I'd rather have him say that than fucking caca poo poo. Seriously, maybe. But yeah, I want I want strength force, bro. That's my new character. I'm gonna come up with. But yeah, what what did you give this? Or what, I would. I'm telling you, I even started higher. But as we were talking about it, I like this issue even less. Just this whole thing. I would end up giving it a four point five on a ten. Oh, because you. Why, why, I'm not even a fan of Howard Porter's <laughs> no, art. No, I think this Howard art Porter's felt, art's a little off this issue. Exactly, and it feels off or something. I'm not even a fan of the get-go. And I'm a huge fan. And yeah. just this whole thing where we have these situations thrown out there, the Sage Force, the Strength Force, it's what we're dealing with in Justice League right now, only worse because I know Joshua Williamson will never explain it, and the rest is just running around and reiterating things I already know from reading this series. Yeah. So it's a very disappointing you know, bit of the Flash War, which was the big thing I thought I was going to be looking forward to this summer. Yeah, and... You have this number 50 coming up. Why did Zoom get these powers? I don't know. The number 50 is oversized. You're getting the idea that this is the, you know, hey, let's kind of cool our jets before we get to the finale. Why? Why Why do people write stories like this? Did we ever light our jets up? Yes, we did, Eric. We took off, and, and we were at cruise control, and we hit, we hit a little turbulence. I just The way What's these things on? are set up, when we do six-issue minis, when yeah. we review them, we always know that four and five are going to be bullshit. Issue four and mm-hmm. five, four especially, is going to be a kind of a little bit of a, you know, let's retell everything that happened the first three, get a, then five, there eh, you go, and then have a huge cliffhanger. Four, six. Why? Why are people keep writing? This seems to be a pattern with everyone. Why? Why not have every and, – and where I say this, we have – had say a white knight where he didn't do that it, it, every issue had something going on that you like this issue had you know oh my god superman's not as fast I, that's not going to give me anything uh, score wise yeah i just it's nonsense uh so i was gonna get, go six i'm going down to a five five like you said uh it did after we talked about it i just want some explanation and things like that plus batman and i dead. know i'm not gonna get it batman's, batman's dead, dead. He's i dead. Really like a batman at the yeah. here he's dead good when job we find out he's an android but yeah, oh. there you go. But we're gonna go <laughs> off. We're gonna go off now to the first section of mail, and then we'll be back with more books. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim.
Hornets Mail with Jim. And if you want to get involved in the mail and become the star of the show, like one Eric Shea, you can email That's us me. at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, just like Chisanga did. And oh. Chisanga is a big Batman fan, and really this is going to be the first section of mail is very Batman-oriented. As it should Starting be. Starting with Chisanga. Hey, get fresh croup. Beep, boop, boop, boop. While I'm reserving a longer mail on Batman number 50 and all the wedding nonsense built up since jokes and riddle war uh, of, uh-huh. I, I'm going to say that I wish the Harley issue came before Batman 49 released because I personally felt it was pointless after Joker's been beaten. And then we said uh-huh. that. We where's, have that, that ch- where's that ding sound? That was up. Wait, wait a minute, Eric. How dare you? What am I? You're dancing monkey. I'm not going to hit it. I'm not going to hit right. it, Eric. There you go. <laughs> I will always be your dancing monkey, Eric. Ding sound. I'm dancing right now. <laughs> uh, the, the thing is, we were on the Patreon account talking about that. That was one of the Patreon spotlights, and we said exactly the same thing. I think I said it too many times that basically once you had the, you know issue 48 and 49 of Batman, then you go to this Harley deal with, with uh, Joker. It seemed ridiculous. Plus, as I said there and Eric said as well, it kind of just throws out any progression that Harley has ever had in a regular book and really was a story that we've seen multiple times in that regular book of her That still doesn't it even back. make any sense for Suicide Squad. No, and it doesn't make sense with that. It, Harley's a tough character to go with. Also, I just like, where'd they get all those teeth, Eric Shea wanted to know? Where oh, did God. they get those teeth? Is Not, it like a dispensary? What's up with that? No, they, they just sit there on the streets of England, Eric, and they gather oh. them. <laughs> just like my mom. How how many teeth did my mom have? About as much love that I have in my heart for her. None, Aww. Eric. None. None at all. But Sexy. yes, that is. And then says, also, I hope Adam Glass knows what he's doing with Damien because I feel that he may easily slip into mini Red Hood territory. Funny he says that. I yeah. say that in the review coming up later on this podcast. I say that it does remind me a bit of Red Hood. And while some people are upset about that, Damien needs some sort of difference maker, something different about him. And Damien's one of me and Eric's favorite characters. And I do think that he's kind of stuck in a rut. So maybe this will be, and we'll see when this series actually picks up. Uh, if they do, maybe Wally should call Deathstroke to mentor them. Ooh, there you go, Eric. And the next one, and thank Kishanga. And the next one so is... Wally, does he mean Wallace? He says Wally, Eric. I don't know anymore. Wally, Wallace, <laughs> uh, who knows? Uh, you have J-Rob is next. And I don't re- I don't recognize J-Rob's name. What's up, J-Rob? So J-Rob might be a first-time uh, writer inner but has not said that but just says first time hey, short time this is j first time here. writer inner is that what you are that's what i have on my uh <laughs> my business card writer inner and do you think i say that do you think most people now still have business cards that because a lot of things i think nowadays the the sales game has probably switched a lot to being online and things like that that you might not have as many people with business cards Eric. how and many I, people hand you business cards in your life how many a lot because of my last job but not not now nobody I, has, I'm telling you, in the last 10 years, I have probably been handing two business cards. I think they were both at a con. I'm going to hand them to you. I'm telling you, I go and I'm going down the street usually, and somebody comes up, hey, call me, and I look at this. Injury lawyer, I'm like, I haven't been injured. He's like, oh, jeez. Oh, and then he takes it back. I'm so sorry. He's like, I am really, really sorry. And I'm like, unless you're going to be able to sue God for what I have here, we're, we're out of luck, You might buddy. be able to sue your parents. Yeah, we're out of luck. Yeah, really. I wish. Poor daddy. 
up there missing my birthday, Eric. Oh, Actually, I think I think there might be some kind of weird case. It might be some uh, ruse as well, some made up bit. I think some uh, person is suing their parents for being ugly. Well, I would say that I could sue my mother possibly for the idea that she was smoking while she was pregnant with me, and that should have. But then she'll be able to Smoke argue it. that my that mother wasn't. was doing meth. Oh, then watch out, Eric. You don't need this. Now i got to edit more things out of this <laughs> podcast. I, I don't have enough things to worry about. And then you do that. I think Jess is going to tell me what to do. Edit that out. Yes. Oh, Eric, you son of a bitch. J-Rob, we'll get to his email. Very short email, too. Hey, he says. That's it. That's all he says. Hey. Now he says, you guys going to be talking about the Batman wedding? Good possibility. Uh, we may. We'll see. We and no matter see. what, we're going to be talking about it. This oh, depends yeah. on where. Oh, who isn't going to be talking about it, Eric? Oh, my goodness. The talks that'll be talked. I can't somebody talking about the Batman the, wedding. The talks that'll be talked about talking. Oh, my goodness. Emergency podcast has been called. Where is the alert? The alert for the emergency podcast. I do have that, Eric. I'm trying to find it. Here it is. Must be Medentia Reborn. It's a really, weird, it's a really weird alert. Not many people are going to go to that, but yeah, we're going to see what's going on. The next is going to continue that theme. It's from DD, and DD is spelled D E E, and then D with a period. So I guess there is a. So I'm thinking it's D Demonte. Or just Deed. Or D. D. The D. I guess I'm the only one who is glad not to hear Batman on the podcast, Eric. I love you guys, but you really just bashed Tom King for no reason. No, no, there's reasons. <laughs> Maybe after the majority of us get to enjoy the wedding this week, things will be, quote, more to your liking. <laughs> and you can get back to it. <laughs> it's just funny that while every podcast and website will be basking in the glory of one of the all-time greatest moments in Batman history, you two will be all alone in your hate. <laughs> not me I can't wait uh, I will be paging through glorious after glorious pages of my favorite superheroes dressed to the nines and get teary eyed as Alfred walks Selina down the aisle and Dick and Clark are both best men Damien will probably be the ring bearer <laughs> but who will be the flower girl I'm okay with Ivy but would rather have someone younger I can't wait, D. <laughs> D can't wait, Eric. Now, I will tell you that there there is a possibility that this issue has been spoiled online uh, by the New York Times. And if you don't want to know anything about it, go in a complete, you know, go in a shell. Don't do not do this. Ah! I, I do say at the end of the issue, uh, at the end of this episode, I suggest everybody not go and get spoiled. No matter what side of the fence you're on. Wait, 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 I'm going out after this and going to go spoil the oh, shit out of myself. Oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah, Eric's laughing. He has no idea how you're going to spoil yourself <laughs> that way. You're going to get some uh, flowers that you're going to lay yeah. in on your bed. Maybe give Lady Jessica a big kiss on the lips, possibly. I'm going to spoil myself. Yeah, that's, that's, you're going to spoil the fun then by uh, mm. you know talking to Jess. How about that? You hear me, Jim? Please get out of beast mode already, you <laughs> Transformer, you. <laughs> oh, but yes, they're, they're, the words on the street, but... 
I, I hope that people aren't too upset at, because I don't want people to be upset. But just remember, when you go and read this Batman 50, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm never going to spoil things like this. If you go and read Batman 50 and then you go and look at the reviews and things like that, just remember how you feel about the issue, whatever, and then go look at the reviews and kind of think, uh, what, what are these people thinking of or whatnot. And you could be a negative, positive, whatever the deal may be, but maybe this is where people open their eyes a bit uh, to reviews. But we'll see. I, I don't want to spoil anything. I really don't. Uh, so you'll see what goes on. Uh, but yeah, D, uh, I really also want to say, D, please email me on Wednesday. Whenever you get the issue and read it, I want to know your full out, you know, what, yeah. what you think of it. But yeah, that is it for the mail, Eric. And yeah, we may talk about it. We'll see. We'll see if somehow it ties into the overall narrative of what we've been saying on the podcast yeah. about this thing and see uh, how that how that will transpire. But that is it. That's the end of the mail, number one. I almost wanted to just end the podcast now, Eric, and just go off right. and, and, and sit there and spoil myself as well. I spoil myself. Spoil yourself, Jim. With, with a McRib sandwich, <laughs> maybe a trip to the buffet. Oh, shit, are the McRibs out? No, I don't know. Uh, what do you mean out? I, I learned from my father. My father may have not taught me anything. I got like 10 frozen in the refrigerator right now. No, <laughs> that I, I, tasty Claire's. I do not. I do not. But yeah, I haven't had a tasty Claire, I think, in years. Maybe I'll go get one of those. I, I had like one, one of the other month just because I was thinking about your big fat daddy. Yeah, yeah, my big fat dad. I actually, and, and it's funny because of the fact that he used to freeze them. And then if I was going to eat them, I'd have to get it and kind of thaw it out a little. You didn't have to do yeah. much. It's a, so weird. Um, but because of that, I only can eat them cold i have to actually get them put them in the Your fridge father ruins you yeah i have to put them in the refrigerator to wait till they get cold and then eat them like my mother would put chocolate in the refrigerator and i have to eat chocolate like that as well though i heard one time some german chef or chocolatier said that that's the worst oh. because he's a chocolatier. chocolatier he's a chocolatier eric oh my goodness uh the, the place that dreams younger, go was he a masketeer no happened? he was just a chocolatier then too it's it's the dream world we live in uh if you ever do freeze chocolate is what i do and it gets that white film that's kind of the chocolate fats and stuff going they and separating it. yeah you do that's what the german chocolatier said eric. but we're gonna go off now to more books with some more books it's ladies night or at least ladies section here because we have both wonder woman and mara in this section of books it's ladies night and the feeling's right you know that song oh what a night Uh, that's my favorite oh what oh what a night (laughs) i wish that uh these books were as good as that song eric seriously uh because i didn't like these now it's funny because that's not really true i didn't like the first one Ah. I could care less about the second one. So what's worse? I mean, really, when we get to Mara, 
Mara is almost the poster child of why we ended up having the FU5 because, boy, it's not great. Though it's not going to be an FU5, I'll tell no. you. We like it a little but It's just one of those things that – It's just it's, the issue that you realize this whole six-issue mini meant well, nothing. And that's what I was going to say is most of these six-issue minis don't mean anything, but at least try to make Wait, I'll us say fool us. This, this one felt like a really good tie into what we're doing with Aqua. The other ones, they're just doing they're their just own thing. They I throw it this, out there. Felt like it was well, legitimate. And I know we're not talking about that book yet. No. Uh, but because of that, I think is why it ended up being the way it is. Because it, yeah. it is to- so tied into a book that's doing nothing that you can't go any further ahead. And it's also written by the same guy. So you don't even have two separate guys pushing each other along. God damn, like, Dan know. Abnett knows how to write nothing really well. Yeah, really. And, and that's the thing. The, the Dan Abnett writing Mara is sitting there and like, you know – I really like the cut of that Aquaman, Dan Abnett. He's really telling the story well. I'm going to have to give him some kudos. Uh, like, you could have it if it was Eric Shea writing Mara. Maybe at some point he could have said, yo, throw me a bone here there, Danny boy. I need something here. But you're not going to get that because it's Dan Abnett himself, Eric. But we're not talking about that. We're going to no. talk about here. We're going to talk about Wonder Woman first. And with that, we're talking about James Robinson. And we've talked about it. Like, we don't even think yet that this is even like – James Robinson's book, quote unquote, like we would think of Wonder Woman. Oh, that's James Robinson's book. Unfortunately, I still think of it as Greg Rucka's book, mainly because a lot of the rules he set up are still in play, but also because I like that all of a sudden. And this nonsense that we get now just does not seem it doesn't seem important. It seems like it's like on a lesser tier well, than a the lot of the other books. The problem with that is, you know, you might say it's ridiculous having this whole gigantic arc that's based on the idea of the uh, Element X wish they made when they accidentally blew up the source wall, uh, broke yeah. the source wall. That That's a ridiculous concept to go with. But we have it. But with this whole thing with the Dark Gods coming to our planet and the whole scale of things, which they tell us about, we rarely get to see except for a few individual people to see how it's affecting their lives. Somehow James Robinson has created this worldwide pandemic that is the smallest That's goddamn small. thing I could imagine. You know, for some – I don't yeah. know. He has gone somehow uh, – like, and uh, I can't even think of the words. He has gone against what you could possibly do to make this the smallest story no, possible, I, and I don't know how he accomplished well, it. Well, if he may, – maybe he called Brian Hitch, and Brian Hitch gave him notes because that's how that Justice League was. You had these things that looked to appear like they were meant to be huge yeah. and crazy – and they're not. And it's just nothing. And with that, we're getting this. You, you could say these wishes during the Kumbaya circle are, again, another thing thrown in of things being just there to be there, where we have yeah. this strength force. We have this source wall breaking down. This was just thrown out there and right away seems silly. So you're basing all of this on something that seemed what? to be just made up afterthought silliness. Uh, but because I'm you, as silly as it is, when this was first announced, so the Dark God, the Dark Pantheon, I thought it sounded cool yeah, and it actually I, got me I excited said it'd be for nonsense. something. I remember yeah. us arguing at the end of Metal because you saw all the things. And because it came at the end of Metal, the last page, the big spread, yeah. Flash War, Dark Gods, all these things. Oh, and it's rising. Yeah, you're meant to think that these were something that is, they're, they're a step above everything else. These are the important things going Aftermath. on. No, it, Aftermath. It, was, it was just it. all it was was advertising to the books that were going to come and didn't yeah. mean anything about the scope of them because this doesn't seem no matter how much they're going to say cities and worldwide. Now, you, you get that you, you really tow you know, a crazy line.
fine when you do go worldwide and not have the rest of the Justice League. It's just the, it's the fact that of the matter of when these things happen. A lot of times you separate the books. So you have Wonder Woman fighting or yeah, I'll go Superman. Superman's fighting something in Metropolis. Superman's fighting something, whatever. It's Superman. You're like, okay, I get it. But the minute that the whole world has multiple things around there, and it's just one well, woman flying around no, with Jason. Jason it throws is, me off. Even, the, even that, the Justice League were absorbed by the King best yeah, before. Yeah, but I'm so saying, out, even, but the, I, they're even they're with it, though, about, they're talking just about nothing, all these other though. heroes that they're calling in. But they're, you, you're hearing. But you don't that get them. That's what I'm Never saying. And even it, when the like, Justice League came in, they, he would, they were only there to get rid of him so that you couldn't say, where yeah. are they? Like uh, that, That's what I'm saying. It's nonsense. He has set that up artificially. To make it so that Wonder Woman has to fight worldwide, and it's stupid. It's, it doesn't even seem good. And I would I would say to people too, name the you know name the gods, and most people will not know them. They'll yeah. you know we'll say you know the things, but they'll be like I don't know. There's a fire guy. Uh, there's the uh, King Best. What the fuck is that? It's so stupid. And with that, you don't even know anything about these gods. And the idea that Wonder Woman wished for the gods to come back, and the monkey Paul was these. Idiots came like these were the ones that picked, and only some of them. And and like I said, there's not even any rule to that. I mean, where do you get that? It's just these gods, and who the hell? What monkey Paul was picking them? They're terrible, and they're not. There's there's nothing to it. And then in this issue, because it's the penultimate issue, he decides to go to go with the idea of. Uh, let's see and show the personal effects that these gods have. And you know what that did? It made it smaller where we yeah, talk about one individual person. Indiv- exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's the god with no name in Russia, and you have to go and look at Vitaly, who no, no, remembers Vitaly. how it was. Vitaly remembers with Stalin. Oh, my God, I haven't seen people he look like this boy, since though. Stalin. It doesn't, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care at all about Vitaly. It's just, and even then, you go and you have the the worst. Like James Robinson, do, do you, me, want, me, you it, want me to do my blurb? No, I'm just the whole idea of this thing. I'm I'm done. You give the blurb and we're done. I'm out. Go. Give Wonder the Woman score. Forty nine, written by James Robinson with art by Jesus Moreno, Romulo Fajardo Jr., and Seda Timofante. The fight against the Dark Gods continues this issue, and why it t- tries up to up the ante by showing some people being affected by these gods. It shocks me at how small James Robinson has been able to make this story feel. I mean, it should be impossible, but somehow he's done it. And as much as I was looking forward to this arc, I can't wait until it ends. Yes. Four out of ten. Let's go to Mara now. I'm going to read my blurb now. We start off, and this is the thing. We're, we're going to get half an issue of the most – well, not half, but a, a really bad spread page of the most forced things I've ever seen. I've seen recap, but Wonder Woman comes back to the fight. And then says to stay, hey, everybody around there talking. Hey, everybody around these, these dark gods, they're pretty bad, huh? They're crazy. Well, what's oh, yeah. going on with them? Well, you mean savage fire? <laughs> well, savage fire, you know. The She's ins- spreading those flames uh, across not, all not of that. South Africa. Where is it? Just South imagine. America. Just imagine that it's me and you talking. And you're like, hey, uh, what's going on with these, these dark gods here? I've been out a little. Uh, what's going on? Well, savage fire, you know. The insane Pathion's uh, goddess of war, I guess. What is that? What are, what are these? Why are you? What, what is this? The, the, the insane Pantheon's goddess of war, I guess. Why would you say that? It's so stupid. And then it goes, yep, fanning those flames all the way across South America. 
The whole continent. Oh my goodness. It's all out war. And then you go to the next one. The one, the one called Mob God is being true to her name. This sounds like an introduction for a, a fucking, you know, a, a game show. Here we go. We have Savage Fire. This insane pantheon's goddess of war, I guess. Fanning the flames of South America. The, the one they call Mob God. She's a being of true to her name. It, it, what is this? It, it is like the dating game. That they're setting this up. Carnal turned you under the hook. What? It is terrible. And then the God with no name has made the streets of St. Petersburg run red with mass suicides. <laughs> and like, what is going on? This is ridiculous. And really, if you really want to be, it, it reminds me of the parody of the dating game in Shrek. Like, here she is. She, you know, she might be cold to the touch, but woo, she's hot in the sack. It's not Savage fire. It's a yeah, savage fire. Why would you say, why would you even say the insane pantheon's goddess of war, I guess? You need Th- something not, for Steve Trevor to do. Yes, and, and that, but it's, I understand you're trying to catch us up, but do it in the voice of the character. Is, is Steve trying out for something here? Because I don't know what it is. It well, makes no you, sense. He, he's actually taken his career in Argus as far as it's going to go. He's got to branch out and do something new. Well, here's the thing. He was the liaison to the Just League. That failed. Uh, he's had a lot of different what are you things talking about? going on. He's still on. doing that in, uh, well, in Flashwood. He isn't there. He isn't <laughs> there a bit. But also, he has had a lot of problems being parts of different pl- Plus, half the time he walks down the street and they're like, hey, what's going on, Rick Flag?" And he's like, god damn it. If somebody calls me Rick Flag again, I'm going to fucking slice them. <laughs> but yeah, I have this here. I, I imagine then where Wonder Woman comes and goes, hey, uh, have you seen my brother? You mean Jason, the recently acquired brother that now has the armor of the gods, but he doesn't know what that is. Uh, everybody that he's going to announce. You mean Amanda Waller? She she might be one tough cookie, but boy, she doesn't crumble. Uh, what are you doing? I, I've had enough. I've had enough of this. Because then you go and you go to the individual cities where the the gods are. And it's so, again, it's so forced. Oh, no. They're in London, England. They're in Argentina, and the is, China. You, the, whole, the whole idea, too, where, like, you know, we are padding out the issue by showing these different things. You know, we have four pa- panels per page showing us the individual effects, you know, even if we do have that. But I'm looking at the one yeah. that we do. But, like, the individual effects of certain people that the gods are yeah. having this effect on, which at this point we still don't even know the rules of who's no, affected and who's not but, affected. But really, but, I want to be the mob god. Mob gods for me because you just stand Carl and Nelson look up in the – I don't know. You look up in the – yeah, you're dancing around, but that takes a lot it's of a energy. It's a bacchanal and freaking I'm just, just going to look up in the sky. Now, what happens though, like you said, Savage Fire, South America, and the whole place is on fire. Nobody wants that. So no. then you go off to uh, Great Britain, and in Great Britain they say – the population of Great Britain is some kind of rapturous thrall. That yeah. doesn't have, so they're all just at, they don't realize they don't that care. it's it's World Cup time, Eric. They're just yeah. watching TV. That's all it is. They, they think that it's the mob god. It's the World Cup. That's all that's going on. Then you go off to China where Isn't it's the, the god. Thing? It, 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 isn't it? You go to China, it's the goddamn There's Burning the Man. God. There's the Burning Man going on, but everybody looks like cavemen. I don't know what's going on. There's a lot of free love going on, so you might Damn have right. something there. And then people are committing suicide in Russia. 
Russia's not a great, but you know, St. Petersburg, you, you, you think of Stalin, whatever. The, well, the saying, problem the is, is we, we are trying to personalize this. And like I said before, make it bigger because we are told yeah. it's a worldwide story. But when you just show us one individual person per freaking continent, yeah. it doesn't do much for and, me and except yeah, to pat it it's, out. It's supposed to give you the every man's view of this, and I don't need it. I don't want it. I don't care. Now, in the meantime, in St. Petersburg, I think there was something wrong there because it says that Vitaly, he, he's thinking thinking of Stalin. All mm-hmm. I can think of this issue is Stalin, Eric. There you go. <laughs> <Ba-doom>, boom. <laughs> because it's nonsense. And well, this is where... I'll tell you, we are like, you know, this is what the rest of the gods are doing for some reason. I don't know why they're doing this, but they are creating this, like, you know, hysteria, whatever this, mm-hmm. um, this god, like, you know, uh, I can't even think of the word, this glamour that they're doing. Yeah, they're, over they're the world. doing a teach While Jason yeah. and Wonder Woman are fighting the, the, the stone king best. He's still a gigantic golem, which everything else just seemed to come out of. And now he's still this thing, though. They're fighting him. It seems like, all right, we subdued him for now. And then Jason and Wonder Woman just separate, and yeah. Wonder Woman just seems to well, know that he's going off to fight Savage Fire yeah, again. Yeah, he's going to Savage Fire, and what, I think like, that that I think that he, Steve he Trevor just became actually a hero. Yeah, I don't actually let him think go that off Steve own. Trevor even says that he saw her. Even so, this is the problem. Where uh, well, the last I say about Fatali and A yeah. and Danny, all these individual people on these continents and in these countries that they're having the problems with the gods. You already have spelled out that in uh, Great Britain, everybody kind of just sits there. They're they're in this nonviolent deal they're where thrall. they're just they're in a rapturous thrall yeah. looking up at the sky. We, we you've already told us this. I don't need to see a guy do that. It doesn't change. This Let's guy continue. is. Let's continue. Let's see yeah, more of guy, his thrall. This guy is on the train heading off. He's, uh, you know, he's there going How off to his job. Coming? He doesn't care that he's late yeah, for work. He's going. He's late for work. He doesn't care. But then when he gets out of the underground and make? goes up, he ends up looking and like, oh, there it is. I'm just going to smile and look up. We, the, we know this that, already. Why extend this? Anybody ask me why I'm late for work anymore? I'm like, I was in a thrall. Yeah, really. You are in a lot of thralls. I, I, I'm in a thrall every morning. I'm in Some, thralled. I, sometimes I, I would say the people at our work, they're, they're not so bright. They're like, hey, well, what's wrong with Eric? Why isn't he here? Oh, he's in a thrall. What's he wearing then, Lady Undies? I'm like, oh, you, you guys are stupid. Uh, but yeah, you, you get these things where now you're told that China is <laughs> the, the burning guy man. Got a hold yeah, of that. really. They, they have the, the burning man in China, and then we have to get a prolonged sequence of uh, old lady becoming part of the burning man in China. Nothing changes nothing goes different they just end up doing what we've already been told now in this they are fighting and jason and wonder woman are fighting king best they seem to best him but he ends up jumping in the water they don't know where he's going and that's where jason then takes off and he ends up becoming under the influence because he maybe he tried to use his god powers too much too quick it's weird you know it's uh he uses Athena like you know the the power of wisdom so I may best use the power of Dolos. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know what that is but anyway it's uh she's like Savage Fires are like I'm delighted Jason it means you're getting a taste for war in your back yeah. and the look on his face when he realizes I am getting a taste for war and then all of a sudden we get to the ending where he's attacking Wonder yeah. Woman because he's he's now yeah. under the thrall but, but the problem of, of the is war. but the problem is they even started off with the idea. Of oh here you are our bat our last battle wasn't enough I'm glad yeah. why why didn't he change then I don't know he, why he did didn't. anybody change it all any given time why did Supergirl why was she under a thrall until she wasn't I don't know 
I the don't rules know. have never been set up. No, there is no uh, rules. Uh, it, it's just so then you get the cliffhanger of Wonder Woman showing oh, up. Oh, the dark gods. And Jason there is and and here's the problem. Yeah, I, I'm looking up. Again, Jim. I, I looked up a thing. The only thing I can say is Dallas is the. Uh, the god of trickery, deception, craftiness, and guile. Why would he want to do that? I guess he was trying to trick. Ooh, maybe maybe he's tricking them. That's the thing. And he's I think, not under the I, uh, influence. I think that's what's happening. That's why I, I wanted to check. I believe that something no, no, no. either I don't care about he's been tricked – or the or, dark gods, or or he's tricking the dark gods. But did you, you know, did you ever think you would ever hear me say that I can't wait for Steve Orlando to jump on the? No, book? I never. Well, here's the thing: this thing with Jason, he thought that he was teaching them, and all along he was boring the shit out of me. <laughs> That's what he was doing. He turned the chair around and then picked it up and smashed it over my head. And then he that really turned, pulled that dollar's power on me when I thought that, this was going to be good. That, that turned my cap around, Eric. And then I thought, why is Eric wearing the ladies' undies? There you go. It all wraps up, Eric. Because just like I like it. Yes, that's true. Uh, yeah, you're right. Steve Orlando, please get here soon. What happened to James Robinson? It, it just is he? Does he just not care about this? I seriously, and I'm not. You know, this is. Full out deal. I haven't really looked into it, but nobody has sent me, and I get a lot of things sent to me. I get a lot of things. Oh, that, you? I, well, I'm saying not like that. <laughs> I'm saying people with messages. They're not sending me trinkets Mr. or anything. Popularity. Oh, look at me! Here. I'm wearing my Who, trinkets. Who's talking oh, to my you today, Jimmy boy? What just came today in the mail? The earrings? Oh my goodness! <laughs> get my mirror. Hold on, uh, let me, let me see, like plug my Amazon wish list for a oh second. Oh my goodness! Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> but I've never had anybody say to me, "Hey, you got to check out this James Robinson interview about Wonder Woman." I, I don't know that he's done any. I think that he is laying low. I just think he's laying low and just collecting a paycheck with this because this doesn't seem like the quality. That we are used to with this guy. He is a good writer. And the thing is, I say that I haven't really been involved with him since yeah. 2013. Exactly. 2013 called. They want their James Robinson back. Eric. And even Airman, which I liked the first issue. That's all I read of that. I, lo- I love. I I give that a ten out of ten, Eric. There yeah. you go. I forgot all about that. He's a good writer. It just doesn't seem like either he is being told to tell the story. They needed somebody to get this Jason stuff out of the way, and he wasn't really into it, or. It's just not a, a fit for him. Or it's like we book. were told before where this the whole new mandate of the whole like shipping twice monthly is that you have to pad out the story. And that's what DC yeah. wants, and he's struggling with it. Yeah, maybe, because this this is just not good. It's not good at all, and we're not the only ones saying it. Sometimes no. it sounds like we're shouting from the mountain. We're not. We're, we're shouting I from the no hill. Mountain. I'm not either. I'm shouting from the middle room of my house, sweating my ass off is where I'm shouting. But uh, yeah, what so- did you give it? I gave this issue a four out of ten. I enjoyed the art, but like everything else, the story's just kind of nonsense. And you know, the the, the cliffhanger is good enough. It's just, oh my god, Jason's evil again. Yeah, huh? yeah, that's uh, why I, I think it's Dolus involved yeah. there. Trickery, trickery indeed. Uh, but we're gonna move on to our What'd next lady book. Oh, I said a four. I thought I said okay. four. Same as you. Four. There you go. I remember I said it at the beginning when I didn't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were speaking for me. No, no, that was me. No, I don't speak for any – I'm not like Eric Shea who speaks for other people. I speak for myself, Eric, not Green Arrow, Arrow fans. Green the Arrow arrows? fans. Well, I almost said Lantern. The Arrow <laughs> I, I took a left turn at Albuquerque in the middle of that one. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Mara 
Queen of Atlantis, they call her, Eric, as I get my notes there. Maybe not for long. Yeah, really. Zebel Law. Am I right? Written by Dan (laughs) Merrick, Queen of Atlantis. Hashtag several problems. (laughs) Hashtag dump. Written by Dan Abnett, art by Lam Medina, Norm Ratman, Veronica Gandini, and Simon Bowen. While Mara is the name on the cover here, this issue is all about Zebel and its traditions. The slow pace continues since it is to keep pace with the slowest moving book of DC, but now, and by the end, it's pretty obvious we won't actually see much of Atlantis, if any, by the end of next month's final chapter. We can't be going to Atlantis. There's no way. They might get to the door. They may ring the doorbell. That's all the end. Ring and run. I, I like the ring and run, like and then them. you sn- and then you sneak in the back. That's what I would love to play some ring and run right now. It's just the whole idea of running away then, and the possibility no, of getting no. caught as a thirty-five-year-old man playing we have, ring and we run. We have talked so many times about we really would love to do if we had the time. We would do a video channel with these, oh, yeah. you know, w- with the videos and the stuffs. The and right now, because you said this, if we did have one and had the wherewithal to do it, we would be ringing and running for the next video, and you would see us just hopping and Puffing and puffing, getting caught, arrested. Just like, oh, yeah. I can't breathe. Oh, be oh God. It'd be so <sighs> funny. I like <sighs> the art, but this book is boring, and I don't know if I fully understand how Zebel Law has anything to do with declaring who is or isn't the king or queen of Atlantis. Well, Zebel uh, Law has a lot to do with whether or not they're going to help him, and whether or not going to help depends well, on who's it, king or queen of well, Atlantis. Yeah. Well, this is the problem. When we get to the end, I will have my issues oh, with print. that. Uh, yes. <laughs> There is some fine print. It's so weird because uh, we'll get to it. Well, we get to the end because Actually, it starts up. It's fucking bold face print. Is this, yeah. this is going to happen? You're it's nonsense. It. It's nonsense. You have Mara walking around. The best thing is, is it seems like Dan Abnett wants to make sure that nobody would ever think that Mara wants to stay in Zebel. So she is doing the walking tour of Zebel. That nobody wants to take. He's walking through like, yep. And it, it, she's doing it, but you're still getting this narration. But the narration is funny because it's just Mara walking around. And I swear the narration, if it, you know, this could have been her kingdom to rule, her birthplace, a real shithole. She looks around and says, fuck this. Because she's just walking around. I I like to read this narration now as the Jacques Cousteau is looking from a submarine (laughs) going on. This could have been her kingdom to rule. This could have been her kingdom's so rule, but it is a she. All of a sudden, it's one of those freaking TV documentaries about yeah. underwater life and shit like that. Yeah. That's said, what I like to do Zeb- now because Zeb- I've gotten so far past this narration and what it uh, means for anything. I like to have fun with it at least. Sebel seems small to her now. A makeshift realm savage from shipwrecks that's under here. Yeah, it's basically, she's walking around going, Boy, I'm glad I got the fuck out of this shit hole. I <laughs> Man, mean, really, it is. So much like, like, this, this is fucking shit. horrible. I mean, Atlantis, the, the worst parts of Atlantis are better than this. I've seen monstrosities down there. It's better than this. They actually has, have homes. Have I tried? I'm all, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Shit. I'm looking. I think that people are living in old bombs. I don't even know what this thing is. It looks like an old fucking transformer. Uh, so she's there, and somebody comes Which up. It's got way more interesting. Yeah, really. It, it's a triple change. It changed from uh-huh. a piece of shit to a piece of garbage back to a piece of shit. Uh, no, somebody just, comes up. Too, Jim. Well, no, no. It, it's the triple over because it's a different piece of shit. It's a but then one. it can't transform back ever again. It may oh, not. No. The problem is the peanuts in it, Eric. That, that causes uh-huh. trouble. Uh, and also, it, the peanuts are one of those things that you have to put the stickers on yourself when you get it. And you, I know you hate that. Uh, so you, you're there. Somebody sneaks up on her. It's Laron, her old teacher. They start fighting, and it's a prolonged way to show 
a ruse because if you're going with this, especially in a trade, you're going to have Tula get captured, the last issue, and then go right into this. So Tula gets captured, yeah. and all of a sudden, Mara's getting attacked. You're probably thinking before you even see Laron that it's just going to be a guard, somebody, whatever. Uh, it's not. It's her teacher who's just there to try to remind her that she's powerful, kind of test out her deal. Plus, the guy hasn't had a rib broken in a while because it looks like that's what she's done. She, oh, my God. Laura. I, I'm like, what do you have, x-ray vision? What's this rib sticking out of his goddamn wetsuit? I mean, oh, she yeah, really this fucked is him up. Way. Uh, oh, I'll walk it off, my lady. When she says you're we ribs. We know pussies down here. This is the problem. Like we don't realize. You, you actually don't realize what is happening because uh, huh, I'm not a young man anymore. Al, the reason this is is if you actually have a fight in Zebel that is a ruse to kind of come together and have a laugh, that other person has to give you his supply of ribs, Eric. They're going to a barbecue now. Oh, oh no, God, your ribs. Your ribs, Laurent. I see how Zebel's a piece of crap. Uh, you can't afford these ribs. I'm fine, child. My ribs will be fine. They're slow-cooked to perfection. Oh, my but God. They, I'm going to like, beat you up so bad. And, and with this, all it is is basically, huh, I'm so, so hungry you're, right now. So are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. But I thought that your your powers were wonky. No, no, no. They're, they're getting better. Uh, you well, know, at one point, they even this say. whole issue seems to be about this idea where, you know what, I, I'm still kind of affected by that curse that I had before. That the water, of course it is, the because water. the next issue is just going to be a fight with Orm. Exactly. So they're setting the, the stupid shit whether up. Whether or not she has her powers fully She's or not. She's breathing underwater now. Powers every, are gone. Every day, they're getting a bit stronger every day there, Laurent. Mm. So hopefully if I ever have to fight again, I'll have my full powers. Hopefully it won't yeah. be in another hour the, or so. The best is is when Orm, they're like, all right, we're going to have to fight to, for the, the rule of Atlantis. All right, I do this other Zebellion rule. Can we do this in a month? I really need to rest up a little. These powers. Uh, but yeah, it's to show and to remind us that her powers are wonky. Though in this it says – when she uses her powers, they fizzle out. Why isn't underwater breathing ever fizzling out? Because that was the big thing that she lost <laughs> when she wasn't. got the curse until you couldn't have that because this whole series is oh, underwater. Wait, you, mean, you mean we have to go to Zebel now? I guess I can breathe underwater yeah. again. Yeah, th this would be, you know, all of a sudden we're going to have the Flash War, and unfortunately Barry can't run fast. They, they, no. You're not going to do it. So all of a sudden she can breathe, never mentioned again, but her powers fritz out. Oh, really? And the meantime, until they don't. Yeah, until they don't. And then obviously till they don't will be. And you've also seen she's playing the, you know, the card of, oh, no, I'm hurt. Yeah. Is it that obvious she's going to do possum. that with Orm? What, and what's then, an and also, possum? is it going to be, that would be called a under possum. Uh, when they go and fight, do you think it's going to be with Orm is going to give her the wink wink at one point where you think that he's about to kill her and then she uses her aquakinesis to get rid of Neris? Because that's how I think it goes down. But, I don't even know what's going to happen anymore. I don't know either. Is, I'm telling you, this was called Mara Queen of Atlantis. I was taking it as an Ocean Master book, the redemption of Ocean Master, yeah. which I was all about. And it doesn't now seem to be either. Pretty much solicit, solidified him as a piece of shit this yeah. issue unless it's a gigantic now, ruse. what i think will happen is you have uh the whole fight something's gonna go and then Neris is gonna say something like you know what watching you fight has stirred up some feelings i had before Man, you are not. no longer a trade i don't know but you have orm he's having breakfast stirred up these long feelings give me those crab legs they're having some breakfast there and uh orm comes in to talk a little business and the business being gross. The, the business basically is that Naris has decided they, they've done a little trickery, which is also another thing. Laron was there to remind us all that Mara's grandmother is a 
piece of shit and, and is yeah. going to backstab everybody. I mean, there is nobody walking around in Zebel that doesn't have a dagger sticking out their back here. And they go, and it's that they've come up with this underhanded way of how this is going to be an alliance. They, they invite Mara in to talk about it and basically say, listen, we are going to help you. Uh, you in quotes because we need Orm to be the leader, and yeah, she's what, like, "Well, we Orm is going to take the well, throne." Well, and that's, it starts off where it's like we can't we can't be seen going around with you. You're a traitor. You left us. So Orm has to lead. Oh yeah, that's okay. He can lead the you know the fight. I'll be there. I'll be waiting on my throne. Because you don't I'm a, understand. I'm a me. badass queen. I don't know if you realize this, but I am queen. And no, no, no. Yeah, that's not where it's. And it's always any sort of shit talking line comes from the grandmother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, every goddamn time the grandmother steps up, Darth Vader, yeah. pray we don't alter it the is. deal any further. She is Darth Vader altering yeah. the deal. Over oh, you, you don't understand, my dear. We don't mean <laughs> that. You, you, are, you won't be queen. We need Ocean Master here to be queen, huh? But, but I thought that this was me being Zebellion, <laughs> that I'd be on the throne, and then this would be the bond that we'd have Zebel and Atlantis. Ha ha! You think that, do you, my oh, dear? I like to. You seem to think that this is a debate. I'm like, oh, yeah, you, you bitch. Uh, but, yeah, the whole thing is there. Why they got Tula is that they are going to have it by blood because be Naris. brother kings and brother-in-law. Yeah, Naris is going to marry Tula. Uh, yeah, by force, and then yeah. they're going to go. And again, it's going back to like you know, marriages. So, ancient you know, it, king it could things. possibly work out in the end. It could. I, it, Tula doesn't look very excited about it, but Who and is? with this, and with this, this is the part where Laron was spelling out that whole thing. Listen, Neris, he he has to follow the tradition. This is his biggest thing. He's following tradition. So Mara out of nowhere. Now this is the deal. Okay, we're going to go to Atlantis. We're going to help, but when we overthrow Corn Wrath, we're going to put. You know, Orm on the throne. The problem is, to me, this is where it starts. There, there's a whole kingdom of Atlantis. This doesn't mean that whoever comes in and just – there's Aquaman there. There's all these other people. Just because you come in doesn't mean – once you kill the king, there's a lot of people involved that are going to be saying like, okay, who's the king? You know, well, that's this- the thing is honestly when Orm shows back up and after they would already dethroned Aquaman, I think they might be all about the Orm because he has the well, blood they, right now, to be king. That's the problem is that the Orm is the kind of the, the X factor because there probably are people. But what I'm saying is they're making it. Dan Abner is making the story as if – there isn't a force, a, an army at Atlantis. There yeah. isn't like you just kill that king. There's a lot of other people in Atlantis that you're, you're either going to have to kill then or whatever. I, or, honestly, I don't know. Once they see that he's this gigantic monster man, they might be all about it. Well, that's the thing, though. But I'm saying Orm or Neris, they're not just going to go, OK, you win. There's a whole army then that are going to be with the queen there. They've already declared her queen. This doesn't <laughs> say. That's the, thing is, that's the sisterhood's declared queen. Well, no, but I, it's been else said. Really knows about it. Yeah, I know. I think that they have pretty much announced it throughout as they're fighting. That's part of the thing that they're using, I, I would believe, to get troops We got a bunch of mutes and a couple of people on yeah. their side of the sisterhood. But that's the thing. It's got to be something that's fighting. Yeah. Uh, this is just Zebel doesn't look like they're. If Zebel, here's the other thing. If Zebel thinks that they can win, right? Right. They would just go themselves. They yeah. can take over Atlantis if what they're claiming they can do, they would do. They're just going to walk in, kill one guy, and then all of a sudden they think that everybody's going to follow them in Atlantis. And with that, Mara's there, and she's like, no, this isn't going to happen. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Okay, I declare Zebel Law. 
I'm going to fight Orm to see who's the Atlantean king and queen. But why would Zebulal have anything to do with that? Because if Meryl wins and she's like, okay, I'm – all Neris has to say is, okay, fuck it. I'm not going. There, there's no – it's not, okay, this is on the books, and if we do this, you have to follow that. There's nothing to it. Now, they will say something along the lines of, all right, we did make this pact, and we have to honor it. But that doesn't make sense. They, they have put out conditions. Mara's trying to change them by Zebel Law, but in the meantime, they're trying to declare who's the Elanian king with Zebel Law in Zebel when they're – it's just nonsense. Well, it's one of those things. Like Zebel Law is a lot like rock, paper, scissors. Whoever wins gets to make the rules. Yeah, well, they make the rules, but the, the problem is, like I said, as far as I can tell, Atlantis may have a million people living there. Yeah. What's where's their rules? I mean, there's the monarchy. This would be me and you right now. I I don't know about you, but I like the look of Great Britain. So I'm going to come over right now. Me and you are going to fight whoever wins. King of Britain. There we go. And why not? That's the same as what they're doing here. And then I'll just go over and I'll tell them. Go fight the Queen of England for that. Yeah, but that's the thing is, (laughs) you you could still have here. Why isn't it that she says, "I am going to law"? The law is you can have fight by com, you know, combat by whatever, trial by combat, and whoever wins is king or queen. Why isn't she doing this against Neris? Why isn't she saying, "Fuck this"? I'm going to be Queen of Zebel first. I challenge you, you motherfucker, because that's the law. And then she has to fight the king. And then if he loses, now she can just say, fuck all of you. I'm going, Zebel. You're with me. Let's go. Because that's the, the tradition. I'm not the Queen of Zebel in Atlantis. That's Aha. the tradition. The tradition is Zebelian, not Atlantean. So why is it that Orm should say when this next issue starts, fuck your Zebel law. He's going in there. At one point, bunch he went in and savages. basically said to them, you're a bunch of savages. He accepts it. But why? It, it means nothing to Atlantis. He is, like you said, the, the worst part of it is, is when he ends up going to Atlantis, he has just as much or more of an authority or, you know, a right to the throne than Mara does. So basically, he's doing something for nonsense, too. He should just head off. It, it's just ridiculous. It, it just I, – I, the book goes nowhere, so it has to make up false reasons to have something happen. Let's have a, a ruse fight. That really, you know, is nothing. Then we'll yeah. do this. Then we'll have – let's have a, a prolonged a breakfast where you don't even tell us what's going on because that has to be the big reveal later. Then you got to – and then this whole thing with this tri- – nonsense. And then next issue, we'll have them fight. And then I just – I hope that Nara says at the end, Meryl wins but says, I am not going to kill – Orm, oh, but tradition says, listen, that's your tradition. I'm the queen of Atlantis. Let's roll. And then he goes, yeah, about that. Uh, we're not going. I'm what? You, I but- want this whole thing to be where, you know, Mera and Orm are fighting. The majority of the issue turns out this is ahead of time. I mean, uh, Aquaman is going on ahead of time of this. So by the end of it, Mera's about to win. Aquaman just swims up. Yeah, we won that fight. It's we don't need no more. Hey, okay, uh, actually, come on, what, baby. What I hope that it ends up is. They're there, so you, you have this fight. Meryl wins, and she's like, okay, by tradition now, Sabellian tradition, I am the queen of Atlantis. You have to come with me. Then Neris goes, no, 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 I don't. And now it becomes a – they're going through books to see what the traditions – they're throwing traditions at each other. But if you have a pact and then this, yeah, but this says if it's a lady and this, I, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. And that would have been a cool thing too where if Mara said about the combat with Neris, we already been told pretty much ad nauseum that they do not respect women. Yeah. But it would have been something where there's nothing on the books that a woman couldn't challenge. In in the idea of Zebellians, they would think that a woman never would be able to win anyway. And now you have a special 
actual deal here that she made, that would have thrown something cool into it. At least if we're going to do this and we know we're never really going to get to Atlantis in this book and it's going to pick up in Aquaman, at least have something cool going on in this book. If you're going to be in Zebel, have Zebelian traditions and things like that, play around with that. Don't make it just a, a, a kind of a side note to just tread water. It's just nonsense. I, I actually gave it better than I, I really would have. I, I want to lower my score a bit. I thought the art was great. I actually I like think it, yeah. that. And Lam Medina always uh, does a very good Mara. And Mara's great in this, but actually a lot of things are even better. Uh, so I really like that. I gave it a 5.8. I'd like to push it down to a 5.1 because of the art being so good. I wouldn't give it an FU5, but it, it's just not enjoyable. It's not at all. But well, after on. talking about with you, I'm going to go down as well because I was at a 6. I'm going down to a 5.5 yeah. out of 10 for this yeah, whole thing because it's just a not, like a nothing of an issue. While the art looks great, I'm telling you, it is pushing us towards our big finale for the whole thing but yeah. this just really lets you know that this whole six issue many that you've spent 24 bucks on in the long run i think we even had a guy joey on the facebook uh weird science site talking about that's all he realized like this is the issue that made me realize that spent 24 dollars for nothing for this for whole nothing. goddamn thing and yeah, i'm like and i had to agree after i read it we're getting this too many times we're getting yeah. this too many times with too many books now of it's just there to make money and do nothing. Uh, and, and in this one, you have hijacked Mara fans. You have hijacked, you know, fans that want a Mara book. And when they see Mara on the, oh my God, finally, I get the character I wanted in my own book here. And then you don't do anything. So I was happy about Motion Master. Then they made him a piece of shit for this there, issue. There is, there is one lady on Twitter who, you know, is a huge Mara fan. Even her, you know, everything with her Twitter is Mara. She's had enough. She dropped this book. And how <laughs> can you do that? Yeah. And said that she's done and with Aquaman and just call her when all this nonsense is over. So, yeah, that's that. But we're going to go off now to some more mail. Yo, it's mail call. And it's the best podcast a week. Even though Shay is such a freak. I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go. All right there, Eric Shea. How are you doing there? Hey, it's hot in this room. Yeah, Stop fucking around. Oh, you just want me to get through this? God damn you, it. What you are you doing? Do you want to mail this in, do you? Is that what you're saying? Well, that makes <laughs> Everybody sense. Everybody else here mailed things in. It Why is the wait? mail section where Eric Shea mails it in. Oh, my goodness. We have a new slogan indeed. <laughs> All right. So I will do that, Eric. I will, I will push through this to get through it so that you are not as hot, though. I'm in the same in the middle freaking room here. And there, <laughs> I, you know, here I am in the, the heat. I, I'm, I'm hot ass honey bun. That's my new character. I'm, I have hot to make up a character. Huh? I have to make up a character on the spot hey, now because guys. he said that. Listen here, honey child, it's hot in here. Honey I'm honey bun, Eric. I, maybe I could be hot ass Harry. Uh, this would be hot ass Harry. <sighs> Is that the porn version of Hardcore Harry? 
But I think that was just a movie, a first-person movie, yeah, first-person shooter. Per- first-person porn now. Yeah, I, it's porn now? It's hot Hot ass Harry. It's hot ass Harry where you go and it's like appearing tonight on stage uh, on the staging area. Let's give it uh, all you ladies. Give it up for hot ass Harry. And he comes out. He's this fat guy. His his gut hanging over. He's got he's got a wife beater on very hairy chest and arms. And it's just there. And he's just there. (sighs) Just shoulders in my mind. too. Yeah. Fucking hot in this place. That's all he does. That's his only line. Look, so you, look, you have it so hot in here for. Anybody, turn on the air conditioner. It's fucking Ain't hot. Ain't nobody heard of AC. It's fucking hot. Hot ass Harry. It's fucking hot in this place. <laughs> hey, ha- Harry, uh, the AC is on. Uh, you know, it's, it's jacked up. <sighs> fucking hot in this place. <sighs> Holy moly. It actually sounds a lot like a certain guy who has gonorrhea. <laughs> this guy. Uh, first stage of being hot. It's the sun. Hey, doing voices when talking about how hot it is. What are we doing? It's the sun. It's the first stage of that being hot ass Harry. Oh my goodness, son! It's the enemy of the hot ass Harry. Oh god, but Harry, it's it's the beginning of February, (laughs) Harry. There's snow on the ground. Oh no, that reflection. Oh, it's gonna get worse from here. It's fucking hot. (laughs) It's fucking hot out there. Yeah, (laughs) he's also very pessimistic. Oh yeah, you think it's good now? It's gonna get hot ass coming up real soon. Hot ass (laughs) Harry told you. You remember? You remember in the middle of July? Hot ass Harry told you how it's gonna get. It's gonna get hot ass, and I don't even care if you're in Australia and you have that wacky ass uh, winter in July. I know that don't make no sense. It's fucking hot ass in there too. This fucking upside down fucking winter. I know, hot I ass Harry doesn't understand the other side of the world. He, he sit there, hot ass Harry really isn't a man of the world. He doesn't get around much. So he's, yeah. they make him they make him buy two seats on the airplane. <laughs> I can't afford that. I, I ain't gonna pay for that shit. And plus that that airplane gets up, it gets a fucking hot ass in that plane. Fucking airplane, oh, fucking, fucking hot in that tube. That's I'm just a heated up tube. There. That's gross. Listen, hey, you Australians, you're going to play rules like the hot ass Harry. July is hot, and I don't care what you say. I'm going to do this. And listen here, you over in Leak Slip. It's fucking eight degrees Celsius. That ain't hot. That's fucking cold no matter where you go. I wish that it was eight degrees Celsius in this here up up in your joint. Have you ever but, heard anybody freaking complaining about like 60, 70 degrees Fahrenheit? God, it's no, so hot. Th- this is the problem is when you sit there, I- I'm listening to, to Luke talk about it. He's like, man, it's eight degrees. It's hot. And I'm like, that, that's one of those degrees that it's never hot unless we're talking maybe Kelvin. I, I don't understand this. What what world you're living in over there? They, they got a lot of shortages over there. They also have a shortage of people with balls taking care of heat, Eric. There you go. They have a shortage of people understanding degrees. I don't know what he's getting. I'm telling you. I just it's, look at that. Eight degrees Celsius is 46.4 degrees Fahrenheit. This is what I'm saying. It's cold all over. That, that's cold no matter what. It's like, oh, man, it's negative three degrees. Fucking hot in here. Hot as Harry says. No, that's never going to be hot. Eight degrees. Maybe he meant 80 degrees Celsius, which is 176 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's fucking hot. That's pretty fucking hot. hot. That's fucking hot, says Hot as Harry. Oh, yes. What are you doing? And see, I, I will tell you right now, sweating, we're, we're finishing up the podcast. This is the last couple things that we're doing here. I'm drinking a lot of coffee. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hot as hell. Like hot as Harry said, I'm fucking hot. I'm getting dizzy now. I'm getting actually dizzy. So here we go. We're going to mail it in. My broke ass glasses are sliding <sighs> off my face. Broke ass glasses. Jerry, you are. He needs this. He can't see without his glasses. Here I we go. I got a headband on to keep the glasses on my face. and It's not working. 
That's ridiculous. The glue on the one end of the arm is melting. It's so hot. There's a guy we work with, which I won't say that he is here nor there. Good guy, bad guy, but he has a certain sort of ankle jewelry, I I would say, Eric. Oh, he's a bad guy. I got you. And then this guy says – He's going to buy you glasses. This is how bad it is. He's there. I'll buy you glasses. We don't even know this guy. He saw those glasses. Better buy your ass an alibi. The look of horror on his face that he said, listen, I knew a a guy who played God once. It didn't work out for him either. Look at you with these glasses. He's like, I'll buy you some. This guy doesn't have two pennies to rub together. You're going to buy me a new goddamn phone charger? Because I know you took it, motherfucker. Yeah, really. And then says like, oh, man. And Eric's like, I'm dead in one eye. He went on. That's when I actually finally talked to the guy after two months. Brandon is the male. He says, Sup, he wants Alice. me to try from the work in the morning. Yeah. San Diego Bay. <laughs> he asked Eric if Eric could give him a ride. Oh, that's when you know you're fucking out of options. Oh, yeah, really? When you go to Eric for a ride, you actually have given up on life. You were actually... The thing is, the guy doesn't know me. He sees me walking around, but just looking at me, when you go to me for a fucking favor, you know you're and out I'm of telling options. You, there is what they call suicide by cop. This is just suicide by ride into work you, is what he's I, trying he to might do. just disappear. I look like fucking Charlie Manson right now with my beard yeah. and my hair. Yeah, he just he, he wants to he what he is is he's a man of adventure. He wants to have one of those where every day he doesn't know what the hell's going to go on. You get a ride with Eric, you don't know what's going to go on. But with this, I, I said, Eric, well, Jess Jess drives Eric into work, and I said, is it going to get to the point where you ever ask Jess, which you won't, but is he going to wait? For Jess to pull up there and then run out and ask her for a ride because then he has part A uh, or part one of a two-part scenario going because the second part has to be asking me. And I know I say this, I'm, I, whether or not people think I yell, you know that I will give that guy a ride. And oh my I'll God, hate don't every do it. minute of it. I know that I'll hate it. So when he does, we're going to fuck with him with like crazy tunes and stuff. We'll, we'll put on Hit show baby, tunes or something. I was thinking Britney, but no, I'm not going to. I like Britney. I don't want to. Yeah, I might expose. I might make a new fan. I don't want that type of fan at the next convention, Eric. <laughs> and when I go, when I go to Britney Fest 2019, I don't need that guy there. I'm there in that silver outfit she wore in that one video, dancing it up. Everybody toxic? runs. Yeah, yeah, it might have been. To- I thought I, I Toxic had green. Green the, outfit might have no been uh, the one with uh, Melissa Joan Hart, though, Eric. I forget. I know the red one was the Hit Me Baby One More Time, maybe. or No, that's no. Oops, I Did It Again, yeah. where she's on Mars, Eric. She's yeah. on Mars, and a very Taylor Lautner-looking fellow is the one who discovers that there is indeed hotness on mars eric there you go there really is heavenly bodies there <laughs> yes oh well played well played what's up fellas what's san up? diego vacation was Who we good. talking to brandon oh what's up brandon? san diego vacation was good but it's better to be back in new york and on the east coast mostly because the concept of time works as it should and you don't constantly feel like you're missing something also oh, you can get means. back to your buffalo attitude an example examples here we go one, I had no idea why the NBA was holding their draft on a Thursday afternoon during the summer. It's funny right. he says this as he puts the summer. Eh, I, eh, here we go, backwards, Buffalo. It, it happened on the same day everywhere. It was just three hours difference. <laughs> it, it always is in the summer. 
I thought, man, I, I, he thinks that he went and there's a time and space barrier. He crossed over that. <laughs> no, NBA got fucked up this year. What the hell happened that it's now February and it's hot as hell. It's eight degrees Celsius. I don't know about man. this West Coast. Yeah. Man, who was paying any attention to that at this point in time? Now, he says this, and now you're getting me upset, Brandon, because I need Monday Night Football to start at 6.30 so that I can watch it. And the reason they won't is what you just said. The West Coast would not pay attention to a game that starts at 3.30 on a Monday. So they screw us is what happened. Until I realized, of course, it was actually happening at 8 o'clock at night on the East Coast. And possibly during October. I I don't know where he's getting with in the summer. Something that is very normal. Things like this constantly were blowing my mind. And I have no idea how you West Coast people deal with that during NFL football season. I want to deal with that. I actually want to get up and not have – I love football. I'll watch football. I told you I hate the primetime games because i got to get up the next day. So I'm up until 1 watching yeah. a goddamn game. I don't want to be up till 1. Holy moly. I'll do the math. That means that it ends on the West Coast at 4.30 in the afternoon. I don't know, one of those Cal- things where you're a baseball fan or someone and they got like the games are already starting while you're at work. That sucks yeah. balls. It does suck balls, but at least you end up on a Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Eric. Sunday, 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 you're at home. Other California (laughs) observations are there are so many burger joints. It's really an incredible thing for a place I thought very health conscious. Was it Quakertown? Yeah, really. There are these little stand-up motorized scooters just littered all over the city that you start with an app like Magic. You can then ride them around everywhere you're too lazy to walk. And then just leave them wherever you want to for the next person or yourself to take. I heard somebody was mentioning that to me this week. It might have been Reggie. Somebody said that somebody that they knew knew were on, like, one of those scooters in, like, New York City. Oh, no, I said said my cousin Heidi was doing those city bikes. That's what it was, yeah. And she was on the bikes that you do the same thing. So there may be the most fun thing I have ever ridden in my entire life. And this entire concept of community scooters blows my mind. Brandon, you don't have a lot going on in Buffalo. <laughs> a scooter. You got wings. Come on. I'm telling you, you see a guy in Quakertown riding a scooter around, people are yelling some very derogatory things at that person. <laughs> it's about and to become a, a hate crime. Oh, my, it does. It becomes an instant hate crime in this town. Uh, Tanya wanted to get a scooter. I do, too. Tanya wanted to get a scooter. I actually get, kind of convinced her away from it because of the fact that I'm like, everybody's just going to point and laugh at you. <laughs> in and out Burger, we need to talk. Uh, I am going to duck while saying this, you, sir, are very, very overrated. I, I have said this. I told you this. I've never I said been to, to you. What's that? I've never been to In and Out. But the yeah, thing I is, have. 35, 36 year old man, Brent, if he hasn't had it yet, he's gone into this with way high expectations. So no matter what In and Out well, would do for you, there's no way he'd like it as no, much as well, he's been here's told the thing, he's going to like it. And here's the thing when I had In and Out and then I had five guys, which is going to come up in a minute, very similar to me, both gave me diarrhea. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I don't that, go to Five Guys anymore. That's the end result of anything I eat, but especially that. And I don't think that it's ever going to live up to the hype because in the end, it's still just a burger, right? I did a three by three. That's why it's funny. Brandon sends me a note going to Five Guys. What are going to a. Uh, you know, in and out what should I eat? First off, I've only been there once, and that was probably five years ago. Uh, but I, I said, you should get something off the secret menu. So then he's like, oh, what should I get? So now I have to go to the secret menu and go what down. How did you I, go to In-N-Out Burger five years ago? I went in Arizona. They have them in Arizona. When I was in so, Arizona, it was like right before, I believe, or was it when I was still working uh, with you or started working or right before? Because as far as I know, 
know you haven't done anything yeah, since it we've was, known each other. It was around that, like right before, probably okay. the the summer that, or uh, right before I started. Actually, it was. It was the winter before I started working with you. So yeah, okay. and that's the last time. I only had it once there. I did a three by three, got the sauce and cheese with my fries. I guess I just typed it up too much. Give me five guys over that any day of the week. Final San Diego note: My mother is extremely upset that we that weed can be bought as a legal product in California and thinks civilization is now coming to an end any moment now. I actually thought he misspelled weed, and I thought my mother is extremely upset that weed, like weed had, but no weed. <laughs> yeah, you got to be on your toes when you're reading Brandon's stuff. Uh, but yeah, your mother's not down with the weed. I can no, understand where she's, she's coming down, from. She's not down with the wacky tobaccos there, Eric, and yeah, there you go. I, and I, I don't know. know. I can understand where she's coming from, but all my friends, whenever they're stoned, they're fucking annoying as shit to talk to. I don't want to have to deal with that all the time. Yeah, really. It's like you every time you come into work, stoned, and you're annoying. I sit there I the know. whole time, and I sit there, and then you say, I'm not stoned. Like you're supposed to to set up my joke, and then I was just going to groan, Eric. And there you go, you ruined my joke. You, you didn't do my setup. Well, I've never enjoyed being. I don't know told what you're you. going with. Well, I've never enjoyed being the told you so guy. Like me, Eric. I don't like that. Despite oh. what my roommate might say. But didn't I tell everyone months ago exactly how all this Brian Michael Bendis nonsense would go down, or what? Me, boy. Lots of dialogue going nowhere. <laughs> Check. Characters that all you end boy. up sounding the same in word bubbles that say nothing. Where is my check there? <laughs> Boom, check. Cliffhangers that remain the same each issue, only to never be addressed, only continuously teased. Story that goes nowhere fast. Bendis, actually nowhere slow, I would say. Bendis created characters getting pushed for no reason. I'll stop there. No need to brag further. For my little trick, I'd like to let all you guys know nothing will ever be solved until Bendis has told to wrap things up in his final issue, at which point he'll flood the page with even more dialogue and solve nothing. Things will be rushed as, to such a non-ending, you'll big someone to take the run off your hands for the low price of shipping, which he has. Stay strong, my friends. You just hired the modern age Marv Wolfman. Ooh, that sounds good, right? And here we go with his books. Needless to say, I'm still behind a lot of things, but did get around to reading the books, uh, the new and improved Detective Comics. I like the beginning of the story right. so far, mainly for the fact that it's mostly manly. Or mostly manly, I've seen Batman since he was kicking a tree in the Rebirth special. For once, he didn't sound like a helpless cuck that's preying on for his life instead of taking action. I'm struggling through these sentences, Brandon. Who knew people liked a kind of tough, badass Batman? Who knew? He says, I, fellas, and then he says to me and you, Eric, we'll talk Monday. We, we will. Man, it may even talk today. But that is the end of mail section number two. And with that, we're going to go off first with a tribute song for Brandon that I made about uh, Brian Michael Bennis. So we'll do that, and then we'll be back, I believe, to talk with Reggie. Oh, 
James, we all about that. Hey, coming straight out of Quaker Town with reviews for that ass. Check him out on Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Quick with a quip and on point like dead shot. You could give a fuck less if you like him or not. With a voice that makes the ladies go weak at the knees. Jim, please, milk and cheese, you can suck these. If it wasn't dancing, Mike, you wouldn't have no fame. We all know that news with Jim would come off weak and lame. And without your soundboard to blow that foghorn shit, the only thing that you'd be blowing would be Reggie's fuck stick. And speaking on him, I guess you're grave robbing now. Did a Michael Clark Duncan die in 2012? Opinions out your ass like a colonoscopy. Make way for MC Clifton with his brother Robin Asadi. From the heart, this next part's for the Get Fresh crew. Word to Eric, Jim, and Reggie for all you guys do. On behalf of all the fans who hear the part every day, we love you motherfuckers, but mostly Eric Shay. Just a man, and a man knows a man. Uh-huh. Don't you know he's the man? He is the and man. And you know he never fails. No one but the pure at heart may smell just stinky fart. Sing it, Dustin. Oh, Eric Shay. What? Ah, uh, yes, here wow. we are. A real throwback no, Toby. Huh? Yes, it is a throwback there. <laughs> I hit, I hit that by accident, but but it ended up it was to, fine. Uh, yeah, the old days. I, I like that. I, I like that sure. there, though. Uh, especially Dustin at the end is, is my favorite. I yeah. may have to pull that out of the archives as well, uh, occasionally uh, to do that. But we're here with Reggie. How are you doing, Reginald? Hello. 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 How hot is it right there in your room? I know that you uh, have air conditioning, but you have to well, turn I- that off. Right? I just shut it off, so at the moment it's probably a nice, comfortable seventy Ooh, degrees, but it's rising rapidly. It's yeah, rising I, very rapidly as I record here tonight, so uh, well, I, it'll be ninety very. I'll soon. tell you right now in this room, it's it's three feet high and rising, uh, very <laughs> much. So it is so hot here. Uh, uh-huh, I am sweating. I am so sweating. Are you, Eric? Are you are you in the uh, sweat lodge as well? I actually had the air conditioner playing in between the stuff, but it was getting really hot. And, like, you know, since we were talking to Chris and then we stopped for a little while, I turned it on for, like, a good four minutes, so I got it to cool down a bit. There you go. You know where else it was hot today, Eric? Work. You son of a bitch. You son (laughs) of a bitch. I was sweating it up. How many people do you think said to me today, how can you wear a sweatshirt? There was a lot. lot. Probably the same amount of people are always safe to you. Yeah. Do you go shirtless? Are you allowed to go no, shirtless? No, I in the don't. Warehouse? I still wear a hoodie or a sweatshirt every day. You don't, I, that's you don't, how I go. You don't, just, you don't just rip it off and no. bear the Werner. No, I never did the that. Werner uh, rug or whatever. No way. I I said <laughs> even at my best of shape, I would never take my shirt off. I am not that type of guy. I am no. a guy. I have uh, you know shame here. And what if you I, have a saxophone? A saxophone, that, a saxophone and three gallons of baby oil. Now that's a different story. <laughs> We're now writing a different narrative now. Right. Uh, and especially if I'm on the beach. Uh, there you yeah, have of it. Course. Uh, but yeah, oh my God, it's, it's so hot. Uh, uh, speaking of hot, how are you doing, uh-huh. Eric? How are you doing there, baby? <laughs> you kind of went silent on me after I mentioned work, uh, but we're here with Ray. I'm just going to keep going. I think that Eric is now, he's on a protest, uh, but we're going to talk about your books, obviously, here. Uh, is is Eric there? Daddy. Oh, my goodness. goodness. Um, 
I, I actually overall I'll be a little more positive with your books. And this okay. is not I this will. is this must be Jim Werner Reborn. Uh me and Eric, I, I mentioned it uh, a couple times true. this week already. We're we're actually going to try to look a little more positively at things. We're gonna accentuate the positives, what Eric told me. So I really thought to myself, when I hit Reggie's books, I'm really gonna have to do it because I do see yeah, Hellblazer. That's one of these books. I'm like, okay, well, how can I get one. the, the positive? One, so folks. I'm going down though, and as I'm reading them, yeah, I, I have some problems with a couple. The the issue is I have problems with the books that you know, are the ones that should be good, and all of a sudden, like the ones that I should hate, and uh, exactly. especially, yeah, and it's, I'll a be weird, a weird turnabout. Very odd play in my books yeah, this week. Very so odd. Very exciting. And- and exciting to the point where uh, when we get to it, and, then, and we're, we're alluding to Batgirl. When we get to Batgirl, I'll actually give full kudos because this is one of the few times we do have kind of a fill-in arc, uh, and I liked it. So yeah, that'll be a little bit later. Now Whoa, we're going to get spoilers. Well, now we're going to get to the the book that's supposed to be you know the be all end all of everything great, and it's not. Uh, and what is it, Reggie? It is The Man of Steel number five, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Adam Hughes and Jason Fabak, Alex Sinclair. I have one song for us tonight, but this okay. one was, came to me. Rogals are made, Krypton explode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Jorel called him a white load. Yeah, 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 yeah. Metropolis is damaged. Isn't that rude? Yeah, 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 yeah. But not as bad as the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Kara, did you hear about this one? Did Kal-El fall down and go boom? Kara, did you take care of Kandor with a dustpan and a broom? If you believe he put Superman on the moon... Man on the moon, then why did he leave? Rogalzar seems a buffoon, sick of him too. Yes, Maybe. a little REM there. And uh, it's funny too because you, you have that song. And uh, I actually talked about REM today at work. Now, Eric was not there, and I was listening to music. And I just, wow. and, and uh, the one wrong term was there. And the girl that mm. works with them is the girl that me and Eric always use as the does this person know this person group band or whatever. And yeah. I was just listening to some random things. REM came on. Uh, and I just, I thought to myself, she's not going to know who REM is. And I asked, hey, never had heard of them. And I thought that like at one no. point, at one point though, REM was the biggest band in the world. It was oh, crazy. Yeah. And they were, and they that, were getting paid that like that too. was and, literally 30 years ago. Yeah. Was, yeah. That's and, exactly and people, the point was 30 years it ago. It was. When that but was the true. problem is, is, you know, the Beatles were the biggest thing even longer there and people know them. There is a point where I don't understand where you go from the biggest thing. To, to just not even being met, well, and I think REM no, has disappeared. Well, uh, in the, the, Be- uh, the Beatles were that were a big thing for yeah. like a decade. Plus, plus they hit that whole baby boomer. No, they did. But I'm just right, saying right though, right moment, this you know isn't I mean? like so. you know. This she knows who Bon Jovi is. Bon Jovi was big. You know, you have a, but it's yeah, they, just they weird. It's just weird after. though how things work out that way, and people just yeah. forget. You know what I want to forget? This is a segue, uh, people. Oh, oh, oh. Th- this man of steel. <laughs> this is nonsense. 
This is nonsense. It really is. This whole thing with Brian Michael Bendis, if you thought that you were going to get anything out of this this series, uh, I hope by now at issue five you realize you're not. Oh, yeah. uh, we talked to Chris, and Chris mentioned that he's just going to wait until the regular books start out, and he's going to catch yeah. up from those. Because I, told, I, told him, I told him he said he had like uh, you know, he had three issues. He, I he's think. been getting them delivered, and he yes. said they're kind of stacking up. I was like, I'd skip it. I just, yeah. just jump in with action Superman. I'm with you. What's going on. I'm with you. And, they'll, they'll, they'll bring you up to speed with whatever you need to know and this is just i mean the, listen this doesn't have it's not this has no purpose because if you wanted to see you know how bendis was going to write it what oh it has a purpose yeah as his thing but <laughs> the purpose is to show me what kind of books to drop coming up yeah it's, yeah, all, it's that's all, it's the purpose. purpose it's purpose is to separate a, a person from 24 dollars, and that's yeah, the other, yeah, that's yeah. really and the, the issue the, there and, yeah. and uh, but in the long run the purpose is to show me that i can save money down the line because this is garbage. <laughs> this is complete garbage. And, it's caca poo poo. And, and this is garbage with me saying this, accentuating the positive. I, I'm really trying to. I want to have fun with this. But no, no, I'm telling you, I this was infuriates this whole me. idea about, you know, let's say, look, we're always bitching and moaning. <laughs> we're losing our mind. You go hoarse sometimes because of how much you got. We're going to try to accentuate the positive yeah. even when it's terrible. This is garbage. Is yeah, what this, it is. Is, and this is. I love the Superman. I, action Comics and Superman, the titles, they had some problems along the way, but the writers who were involved in him, they knew the character and could do yep. a really decent story. There's nothing no. really like, you know, that's behind this that makes me think, okay, Brian Michael Bendis, he hit a speed bump, but he's going to pick it up for the last issue. No. There's nothing here to let no. me know this because right away, Reggie's belching in my ear. But no, right away, <laughs> we have uh, – Freaking, there's no callback to what happened at the end of last issue. Was that no. the, like the solar flare? Was it a that solar the flare? Just blow up? I have no idea. We just say skip all I that. Know. We're going to the moon. I'm like, and what, Fuck what's you. weird because before that we start off, and I will tell you that I had mentioned this. I had told you guys that one of my favorite things was when you saw the bottled city of Kandor, and Superman would be there, and the crest would be there, and they'd all see it. This where he is poking, you know, looking through with his eye. There, I thought, boy. I really like that. I really like that's one of the things. It's just a little thing. So I'm like, all right, this is cool. You're going. But yeah, the, the big thing, then you go to the next page where I'm waiting to see what happened at the end of last issue because I went back then. This was not just heat vision. His eyes, yes, his whole body, whole body started yeah. glowing and sure. then it blew up. And we have had a precedent set of a solar flare. So when that happened, we thought, Holy shit, so far most of us groan because it's nonsense. But the whole idea of that is if you're going to be intrigued by it, the intriguing thing of it is for a week then thinking about the idea. I hope that that did something to Rogozar. I hope it killed him because Superman will be powerless when this comes back. Right. If he didn't beat him, he's in big trouble. That's what I thought the progression was going to be. That's what I thought was going to be the cool thing. And then you'd have Supergirl or somebody come in. But uh, we open, we have this little deal where I like the eye looking down. Then you just have and, – and it's the weirdest thing. You have Superman hauling ass above the earth with Rogozar. Now, with that, I think that Rogozar is knocked out because he had just suffered right. a solar flare. Now, you, you have the whole idea where Superman – He's got powers. Okay, he doesn't know, but I'm going to go with I, – I need to get through this issue. So, okay, he, he's got Rogosar. He's taking him somewhere. He's going to throw him into the sun, but he's going opposite from that. But still, he, he looks like he is carrying what would be a catatonic Rogosar that isn't. And then they start fighting. All of a sudden, so the next progression starts, him, starts yeah. hitting him. And I don't know what's going on. 
And, and then you have the thing, and again, you can't go with, okay, Justice League, the moon got blown up. I, I don't know where right and there, how yeah. and what. We can't say any of that. But with this, he just ends up punching Superman into the, the, the moon, and then we see the symbol that to me looks like a poorly drawn flash, flash symbol. symbol yeah. That's yeah. what it looks like. And then he goes off. He looks up to Earth is, It seems like leaves. we're about to have the death, you know, the, the freaking yeah. the, right. the kill shot, and then he just doesn't do it and leaves, no. and we don't see him until the end of the issue. Well, and with this, when we get to the part, because then we move on to Jarrell and, and and continue, but when we get to the Just League part, I will continue my anger then uh, with with what happens there, with Wonder Woman explaining things. I'm like, you, you don't know what you're talking about, but no. it goes off where we keep getting these, you know, this whole thing, and this is a Brian Michael Bendis thing, where he is going to repeat dialogue from issues before before the scene that we get to so that's kind of like his recap but when you have such things as i'm here for the boy which boy this boy me boy yeah you don't need that probably the probably the worst bit of dialogue yeah the last issue is and so what it is it's basically the the scene with him and and devin (laughs) jorel is just torture it just really is yeah, it is. It is, uh, and, it and even what happens, yeah. So long, why? Yeah, so. And then in the end, it, all of it is for nothing. John wants to go with. Yeah, and that's Rampine. the thing like, is, why you is have that. Happening? John, John, you don't get to decide, Johnny boy. You're yeah. a little kid, and he even Clark. Yeah, old. Clark says, and Lois basically, uh, you know, father. If you're gonna talk about this, and you, you, you talk to us. You don't ask him. I don't yeah. care if Jarrell says no. I ask the heir of my my grandson. No, no, no. You, you don't. You, you ask us. I, I mean, you can say all you want. You can talk about who you're asking, but you're not asking him. You're asking us. And I don't know uh, if it's obvious that this is why Lois isn't going to be booked because once we end in issue six, possibly, that Lois just says, okay, you're going to go? Well, I'm coming I'm along. With, yeah. And it's basically, to me, she is now the mother on the field trip. It's basically, you know, okay, I'm, I'm going to chaperone. That's the, that's the best case scenario where I think where maybe Jarrell takes the boy and Superman lets him go or something like that, and Lois just leaves because maybe. Superman didn't step up. Yeah. I hope that Lois went with John, and that's the case because otherwise it gets even worse. Well, and, and yeah, with, I mean, that's actually that's a book I might want to read. The cranky maybe. grandpa and like the the the, the yeah. bitchy woman. Like, oh, you know, I'm telling you, you that, that sounds like fun. Like, all back, you know, yeah. Aren't we going to stop there? I just, I actually just want them. I, you know, he says the galaxy he he just means the midwest u.s he's just gonna they're just gonna get a winnebago and it's the road trip part two uh but yeah he's gonna go but even off. that it just, I, it's such a weird idea the where you know jarell shows up and yeah. says i'm gonna have the my air fuck he needs to see the galaxy I'm like since when do kryptonians care about the galaxy i understand that you wanted yeah. to do more space travel because you went against the council but for the most part, you didn't get to go and do this either. So what are you talking about, Kryptonians? And that's it. And he and he says, uh, "I want to show him his culture, my culture, the Kryptonian culture." It doesn't make sense. Well, it really doesn't. To check out a crystal, and, and, baby. And Clark's just standing there at points, just squinting, like, "Yeah, you know, what's going on here?" I, I saw that that uh, you know the shadows. You came out, didn't look like you had hair. Look, you like you were bald. I'm still concerned this, about is that. Is this sort of like when you started wearing an X hat in the early '90s? It, it might have been. It, out, it may have this been. Like, yeah, yeah I, you were I, like, <laughs> you were like, call me, call me Jimmy X. Yeah, nah, I didn't go oh, with that, but still, they're like, we're gonna take you on a road trip there, and uh, <laughs> then I ended up. Uh, lost on Ogon's Avenue, half dead. But uh, with oh, that, though, you have this whole thing that y- you still don't get the answer. 
You no. still get Jarrell here. Huh, I'm going to take the boy. Me, boy? Oh, I'm going. And I'm telling you, you can say all you want. John, I'm, I'm going. No, you're not. John, you're not going. You're not. And you have there where Lois, John, Clark, Clark, and there's, you know, Clark is, and, and Lois is the only one who's sane here who says, I don't care who he is. You don't know him. And look at him. He's got a scar. You don't trust people with scars like that. Look at I this mean, guy. But this whole exchange with Jor-El from the minute that he started showing up, even yeah. from his walking. What is it, like two minutes, three minutes of, of yeah. anything happening? And it's, and just, it's been yeah. stretched out yep. so long. So it's ridiculous. Long. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's a bunch of nonsense. I could even see there being a little bit of a switcheroo in the next there issue. There might as, be. As I don't know. Time. But, just, but ultimately, that's only going to make this to even a bit more torturous worse. and yeah. pointless. Yeah, because then you go off to Melody Moore. She's looking at the chart here, of the uh, fires. Added views on art, which is yeah. uh, I like it a lot. But this is the first time too. in the five issues where I did really feel a big shift in uh, tone. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and with that, like, you have she's looking at these fires. And I mean, to me, it is going to end up looking like a bat symbol. It, it looks like a battering for some reason when I squint. That's what it seems. I'm telling you, when you squint there, but every time you see this, it changes. I know that's I know. the problem. That's there the are big a problem. X's on the fucking yeah, next page. I know. It's like, what the hell? I just I I. But even whatever it is, but she's there and she's like, "Hey, Batman told me." And this dialogue. Now we're getting into Gilmore Girls area again with the, "Hey, what do you guys see? What do you mean? You know, I I see a, a map. No." No, she means the fires. He gets it. I get it. Oh boy, it, 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 that's it's nonsense. It, it I, ends I up being that the panels. fire company in Metropolis are fucking idiots. Yeah, it, it's panel after panel, and yes, it's only a page. Why does it? Why did it take me an hour to read? It seemed like they're just like <laughs> I get it, you get it, he gets it. I like, oh, you know, Batman and Superman. Yeah. Oh my, what Batman said? What did he say? He said something. Oh my goodness! And then they get another fire. I'm like, whatever. I, and this is, you know, of a book where we have Jarrell, who we've been waiting for answers. And, and again, I said before, we're not getting any answer about what happened to him between when it looked like Manhattan took him again to here. And it seems like that might be no. true. Uh, but that's interesting enough. You also have Rogo Czar and, uh, you know, Superman knocked out unconscious on the moon. And now we're going to talk about patterns of fires. I don't need that, but there's a fire starts up again, and that. I mean, I guess it's, it's all part of this. I mean, you know, I assume there'll be it, a payoff for nonsense. this somewhere, but uh, right. it, it is. Says it you. did slow it down, and with the, and with the art change, <laughs> yeah, it was lame. And then you see a little Supergirl action. This is probably yeah, one of the better panels. Yeah, she's the deal. Plus, and, they yeah. had. Well, I like to call a little Eric Shea panel where we have the Justice League appearing. Yeah, uh, with that, you like the Supergirl there. You like her look there. What, what the fuck is that monstrosity they call Cyborg? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even recognize him. What the hell is that? It's so off. It doesn't even have bulk to it. It looks like – actually, yeah, yeah, it looks like liquid metal. Oh, my God. I, I imagine it because look like at – one of the T2. Like that's what I'm saying. It looks like – that's what it looks like. But even with you look at his face and the, the, the monstrosity of his body, and I can only imagine how his – the justice like, – like he is just a monstrosity. Oh, you think girl. that's bad? It looks like Batman's been put together by bats itself, and he's just forming. And he's not yeah. all the way there at the bottom. Yeah, he's, that, yeah. Like perched on a weird thing, and, but they did give uh, Wonder Woman some yabos, so that's nice. Yeah, yeah, that. But even uh, Flash looks. I, I don't know what's going on there. 
Uh, but flesh put I, out I the fires. I think I like the color of this, to be honest yeah, with you. It's yeah. I, just, I just like the way the and, look of it is. It's just the, the changeover from what it was. Yeah. Was jumping, and and you have uh, Supergirl there. And you know what else seems to be a Bendis thing here? And I don't know a lot about Bendis, but Bendis really loves the quick exit. He really loves the fact that you're like in the middle of talking, somebody zips off and flies off, and it happens again with Supergirl here. It happened when Superman all of a sudden realized the Fortress of Solitude, he went yep. off. And, you know, when you had uh, uh, Batman say, hey, uh, the, the most polite guy in the universe goes off like that, it means something. Well, Supergirl's talking, and there's Wonder Woman. Focus, rage, Kara, save it for he who earned it. And we're getting into that wonky Wonder Woman talk again in this. And then she's like, oh, you know, hey, I'm off to the moon, and then yells out as she goes, if you can follow me, follow me. <laughs> no, but nobody follows. So why even no. have that? Why have that? It, it's I mean, I nonsense. guess only Wonder Woman could, and she And how? Like, how yeah. could go? But they, they don't. But why? Why say that when, when you're not going to have it anyway? She goes and finds Superman. She goes and finds him, and they take him. And this is where I said where they started having talk. And they're like, where did he go? Where did he run off to? And it's like maybe his power source is limited. Maybe he's full of caca poo-poo. You have freaking the worst. Uh, I actually, when I first read it, first read through, thought they were talking about Superman. I actually thought they were actually talking about Superman, and this was a call-out to possibly an effect of the solar flare, that they're like, oh, my God, he's not as full-powered. And then I'm like, why? Why is Barry saying he's full of caca poo-poo? And then I realized they were talking about Rogozar, and then I said to myself, why is he saying caca poo-poo? It's the worst. I, I, what, la- what is- I laughed when you said it. That was yeah, pretty But dark. why? What, what kind of – he has now – now, here's – I'll give them some – I'll give him something. What's weird about Brian Michael Bendis in this Man of Steel is that when Batman shows up first, awful, right? When yeah. Hal Jordan shows up first, awful. Then all of a sudden, he kind of gets an idea of how they talk, only to introduce somebody else that's awful. And this is Barry, who's caca poo-pooing. And then Wonder Woman's like, huh, he doesn't run away. He retreats. That You are saying that as if you know who this is. You're not saying, why doesn't he, she, you know what, I recognize this. This is somebody who's not running away, but retreating. No, he doesn't run away. And that's why I thought they were talking about Superman. I th- and then I thought, well, okay, I get it. And then, whatever. He's practiced creature of war. Oh, okay, whatever. Uh, just, nice. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. And, and then you have Superman. He's out of it. And now he's going to, he wants to know that symbol. So he picks up a tray. Uh, and starts burning that, and I had no idea what was going on at first. I really didn't. I think that that's one of the worst progressions I've ever seen. Uh, at least show the the heat vision coming with yeah, it, but he's a making line it so going that to the tray. I, I, mean, I understand what he's trying. To, yeah, the but that's how you need the visual. The yeah, you need the ID. And there you have Barry. Some weird arts and crafts projects you do to chill out, there, buddies. And then they give him the symbol. Do you recognize this? And I swear to God, Barry looks at it and goes, oh, shit. That's, I'm out. He whoop, 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 because it looks like the flash symbol. It looks like the flash symbol. And he's like, does anybody know this? And then there's the weird thing where all of a sudden, you know, Hal's looking. You have Cyborg and Batman's. You have anything more. When, you know, Hal says, uh, nothing in the galactic. You have nothing more. No, there's a lot of things with circles. 
And then Ben and Superman's like, huh, I see Kara. She's trying to look chill. Nobody would realize that she's mad, but I know that. I've never seen her like this. I'm like, well, you just said that she's looking like no, nobody would recognize that. I, I've had enough. You go on, Reggie. Tell us about the rest. I'm not even sure it's where so we are. Stupid. We no, they're there with Supergirl talking to Superman where he says, oh, yeah, he she, says, you know, she's yeah. all pissed off, but she's she the others she, can't she tell. She swept up uh, Kandor and uh, took care of everything that he had of real value, including his kryptonite samples. But he can tell that she's messed up like like this, and then they just, and did she more. do this before or after that giant explosion that last yeah, issue? It seems I mean, like I, after I, the I, explosion. I don't understand what even happened there because she said Candor. She took off for I, I would assume where Candor was, which would be Fortress. Was the Fortress? Then yeah. Superman took off there, and Rogelzar was there, and no, where was Supergirl? Was she on the other side of the rubble? That's was the it thing, like, though. The last thing we saw on the far side of the rubble. That's where. Yeah. That's where the Candor the last was. thing we she saw was the explosion. Anything. And she almost says that she picked up after that. That looked like a nuclear blast. <clears throat> what was there going to be left of Candor to pick up? And there's no, there's nothing there to show you when they're talking about it. It was before then or after, and, and it's just, it, it's complete nonsense. But that's yeah, where that, you get that whole thing. I don't really understand what happened there. But yeah, and then she took care of it. Yeah, then Batman mentions cleansing. And, and Krypton, and now we get another quick exit, where Superman's like, oh shit, he goes off, and then goes to the center of the Earth, where there is Rogozar. There you go. Chilling. <laughs> yeah, chilling. I, I don't know what's going on. This is garbage. Some kind of device. Yeah. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna blow up the Earth is the idea, yeah. I guess. He's gonna he's gonna pull a Krypton on the planet Earth. Yeah, with that's that what he's gonna do. And, the, 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 the other, no, yeah. It. And the thing is, this is very reminiscent of a thing that happened in Brian Hitch's Justice League. He did the same thing in there uh, with that. And with this... The World Breakers? Yeah, yeah. But only you guys read that. Come on. Yeah, but still, it was the same thing. And now you have Rogosarum where you get this, you know, the cleansing. I just, I don't know where that would lead Superman to know to go to the center of the Earth, even though you'll say, well, Krypton got destroyed from the, you know, the Earth. But he doesn't, he spelled it out earlier that he knows nothing about Rogosarum. Are, and he doesn't even believe him, but somehow he knows that this is to go directly to the center of the earth to find him. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, none, of, none of this progression ever pays off. Things happen. We had a, what appeared to be a solar flare and not even a mention of it. And then almost a roundabout way that seems like it didn't even happen when Supergirl yeah. talks about it. It's just ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. And I hated it. Uh, the art was a little off at points, like we said. Uh, what did yeah. you give it, Reggie? Well, I gotta say, I hated Flash's dialogue when I read it, but listening to you say it, I like to Kaka poo poo. This caca is poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> See, it works. <laughs> See, it it works. That's the key. You gotta read my, these my, a lot. My score is now uh, going I think, higher. I gotta say, I don't think you've really seen the Gilmore Girls chatter yet that he's capable of. I mean, I can remember just seeing panels of Daredevil where balloons were stacked on each yeah. other like the uh, mattresses uh, for the uh, Princess and the Pea. Yeah, yeah. Just one it's on top crazy. of the other. Unbelievable. Like, they're going up a whole panel, up a whole page. So uh, we get some of that here, but I liked it visually more than I think you guys did overall, even though there were some so storytelling cat. problems. And uh, still, even though it sucked, I didn't feel it was the worst thing I ever read. So I gave it a 6 out of 10. All right. I am going to go next, and I give it a – I'm telling you, the the parts, there's like I, – I guess it would be the Jason Faubach part with uh, Mr. Oz. I think he still does that, right, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. That looks great. Uh, I always like that, but just the story. And even like the beginning where you have you know Superman taking Rogozar into space looks good. I mean it, it, there's that part, though, that really gets wonky, but it's not going to save it from the 
this awful story. This is an awful story, and this is, again, you have to almost grade it a little different because this is a big thing that's supposed to show us. This is what we're being shown of what he can do. You think you're going to give your best out of the gate. If this is your best, your best just ain't good enough, as they say. And uh, I've had enough, and I'm telling you, I'm almost at a 3-5, but because of that art, I'm going to go to a 4 uh, but I could go lower. It, it, I I hate it. I really don't like this. And if I was just a guy sitting around and buying things, I would give Action Comics and Superman one issue, not three. This has spoiled this for me that I'd say one issue. And if it's this nonsense, I'm out. And I, I would be out. And this is where I keep saying my biggest problem with Brian Michael Bendis is the fact that if you're out of Brian Michael Bendis, you're out of Superman. You, that's exactly. all that's going forward is two books. He's the only They're game both him. Yeah. So why do that? Because I don't like this. There'll be a so Supergirl game, though. Yeah, there, but there, still, that's yeah. Supergirl. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole different I know, deal. I, know. I mean, Superman, it, it's part of it. I don't know if, I, you know, some people listening may know. He's a pretty important character. Oh, yeah. He's being ruined. I just this is nonsense. They Some gave it to even somebody. Say he's super. He is super, and <laughs> you gave the keys to the goddamn Ferrari to a guy who doesn't even know how to drive. He's here doing this with this. Oh, oh, I, I always loved the Supermans when I was a little boys. <laughs> Fuck that. He obviously, why was he doing this? I went to the, I went to the Cleveland exhibit of the Supermans, and boy, I decided I was once. I, I've had it. I, I'm telling you, I, where's the ex- Eric? Give me the key for. I need to accentuate the positive. I positively hate this garbage. It's terrible. Eric, what do you say? I say that I'm not a fan of the art in this issue. The dialogue's god-awful. He can't write anybody, and even the situations he has with Superman now are nonsense because he can't even follow his one issue after another for what happens in this book. So overall, I give this a 3.5 out of 10. There you go. I, I should have stuck to anything with it. That Brian Michael Bendis has come to DC because obviously he can't write a six issue many. He's not going to be able to write two ongoings. Just remember though, this poo poo. Like this poo poo uh, is caca. I'm Reggie. telling you, I, I, I read that fucking line and I kind of died inside a little bit because <laughs> I was really happy about you know Superman and the rebirth era of DC Comics with both Action Comics and Superman. Sure, Things yeah. didn't always pan out all the time, but overall they were two solid overall, books. Now solid. I'm, uh, I, I'm scared for the future of this because now I don't want to hate that. Batman and Superman at DC Comics. Yeah, at least we have Detective, though. See, that's the yeah. thing. If you don't like... Wait, he's, how long is he on for? Six issues? Yeah, I know. But then you got James Robinson. He's killing it, Eric. He's killing oh, it. Oh, God. I hate, I hate Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, what, what happened? What happened? He's no. the, this is the Trinity. Orlando taking over Wonder Woman coming up. I don't look forward to that either. It's the Trinity better, of pain. It's what it is. You get those fucking Walmart comics, God boys. damn it. What if, uh, what if we change... Those Walmart comics? You, you say what? that? You have Brian Michael Bendis writing Batman know, and Tom King doing why. Superman. We don't get a reprieve. <laughs> What the hell? Where, where do you go? Land. That's, That's it. why it's I'm exactly. Oh my god! Of shitty. What happened? Would now you, I'm getting a sore throat. Would you guys like this series more if it was called The Man of Feels? I, I might if I had okay. feels. If the feels were just not. Well, did he just say caca poo poo? That was my big deal. <laughs> this caca and his poo poo. But uh, what's the next book, Reggie? The next book is Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number forty-seven, written by Robert Vendetti. Art by Fernando Passarin, Eau Claire Albert, and Iber Ferreira, Jason Wright. Kyle Rayner and Space Cabby trapped on New Genesis. Guy Gardner and Arkillo locked in a fight to save Guy's soul. And Hal Jordan 
struck with psychic amnesia? Sounds like a bunch of nonsense to pad out the trade collection. This summer, it's none of the last two issues mattered. Rated R. Yes, yes. Uh, at least now we're done with Men of Steel and we can get on to, uh, you know, better pastures. Right, Eric? <laughs> this is another one that drives I, me I, nuts. I, I wanted the Dark Star book to be so badass. I'm telling you, when they started out with the whole idea of what we're going to deal with, I thought it was going to be badass. But now that we're still dealing with this, but also that, that pausing a bit to deal with other things that it have no so fucking bad. bearing on anything so that bad. we're doing, yeah. I'm like – why are we doing this? And, and, Why do and we, I, with no that, wonder this, this series is fucking ending because you have no more ideas left. Just, just imagine you're there, Reggie the editor, Eric the editor, Jim the editor, and you get this. And well, because – well, well, I mean how many other times you need eight editors I think. But there are hey, Jim, things for me. There right, are things job. that I like here. Yeah. Uh, there are, but the problem is – there's there's five things that I don't like or five things that do nothing. Uh, you end up with Kyle I- I on New Genesis, and that could have been interesting. It, it could have been, but yeah. nothing happened. Nothing happened. So why even do it? And, and that's to me. I even sat the there. Thing I'm like, with Guy and his father, you that know, was that, that could have been like, interesting. That could have been interesting. I mean, yes. that, that is that is developing something, but essentially it just became a, a pretext yeah, to nothing. have a, a slobber knocker. Yeah, with that's Arkillo. it. That That's in it? the end, and, and this is what I talked about this with Anthony on the site. What really pissed me off is after they finish, and he, you know, the the Dark Star armor gets whisked away. We're gonna go through it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. They say they, they go back to the exact same dialogue from two issues ago when he yep. first fucking got it. Yeah, it's and, like, and it's like nothing happened. There and was like, even oh, okay, then. So. You have How the stupid, yeah. and when we get so. to that, yeah, and it's a ruse, yeah. He says that, and they, and Arkillo says the same thing. No, they hate you. Uh, but with that, it, it ends up being a ruse that happens so quickly and not well explained that it ends up making everything not matter with Guy. You, you end up where there was never a point where you're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh oh man, I didn't see that coming. It just it just changes because. We're getting near the end, and it's just – it's nonsense. And this whole thing with Hal and Hank, it, it's, it's just terrible. There's oh, no that, reason the for that's, it. That whole story with him there and is no, is And the that's the thing. main it's, it's part. Nonsense. That's the it's, most panel These space. last two issues are placeholders. They're just yeah. there to make this a six-issue arc, and it's so And, and it's ending at 50, obvious. so you have to just keep going. That's what yeah. I hate. I hate when there is a writer and you get this whole idea of, okay – you're writing till 50. So this whole story ends up being overly extended because you can't start a new arc, two issues, three issues, whatever, because you haven't finished. So it ended up just making this story last way too long. And instead of using that amount of space for something that would hit hard, something that would get Eric Shea, who you are, you are, you already have a captive audience. Eric's there, Dark Stars. He's been waiting for this. You even have Goldface. Unfortunately, rest in peace there, buddy. Uh-uh. But but with that, you have all that. He is the captive audience for the story, and he's bored as hell and wants it to was, end. That, well, yeah, was well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you I mean, are, it was set up for you. issues have gone on, shouldn't the Dark Stars be exterminating murderers all around yeah. the galaxy? Well, they should just be going to it. town. That's yeah, what I'm saying. We could at least it. be seeing scenes of that happening yeah. where it's like, oh, shit, this is like – while this is happening, that that would at least put some stakes on this where it was yeah. like, wow, they they got to wrap all this shit up quickly. Because the Dark Stars are already getting to work, but it turns out as well. I mean, we're already we we're yeah, going go about with this it, go with it, go with it, but uh, in the end, we find out the Dark Stars don't seem to have 
much visible interest about to defeat anyone but the Green Lanterns, and that's going to be the big face-off and, and with next that issue, too, probably one of the, yeah. the one after it, the way and, things are going. And as it goes on, one of the big but things that's revealed. Changed. No, nothing's nothing. changed. And nothing. one of the ridiculous. big things is we're that... We're exactly where we were two issues ago. Yeah, when Guy comes out... And kick the Green Lantern's ass, and they and have no numbers. And not even just that. There is but one thing that Hector you have, Hector, so. but you also have Guy come out and say that basically it's driven him insane, what he was doing that, and it's not just like, oh, I want it vengeance, but when it happened, it's vengeance times 20, and it's, you know, he's getting voices in his head as a gang type of mentality deal, and, uh, you know, there's where you'll have, yeah, that that's why it's, you know, you have to have that for when guys there are not listening and want to go through our kilo so that you can explain it away that it's just craziness, but nothing Well, even happened. that, I'm telling you, the whole point where, you know, our kilo finally breaks through the guy and guy's able to use his willpower to fight off the dark star mantle, he's sitting there, he won, and then when his, his dad starts being nice to him, he's like, crying out loud, Pop, not now, I need to stay pissed off to fight the dark stars. I'm like, does he still have the dark star mantle on him? Is That's that still going to be a part it, of him going forward? Yeah. Because what is this? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Why do you have to be angry? It doesn't and I think, sense, and that, that's right. the weird thing because he fought off the armor deal to get back to. I just think he meant I got to be pissed off because I'm going off to war. It didn't play out well though because of what he just did. And you have Hal though. Hal ends up, uh, you know, in the planet where he formed his ring, a pure yeah. will. And basically, the whole thing is just to be able to fight off Hector Hammond's mind control uh, through his ring. That's but talking why is his ring? I don't know. Floating there in a freaking thing of willpower. Why is he still wearing know. this ring? I don't understand I don't, what happened. I don't know. I don't know what any of this even had anything Maybe to do with anything. Maybe he made another one or something. But I mean, the idea you. is that this, this the other planet one is embedded with his will. I don't know. Maybe the weird thing is, is I actually, I actually thought that was the thing. I actually thought that this was finally what we we're going to get. That he ended up going here, and the ring took him here. Whatever. That he was actually going to start creating rings out of pure willpower, like he did, to kind of yeah. you know up the core bolster, because bolster the, the defenses, yeah, because yeah. the the rings aren't working. The rings aren't getting new recruits. I actually thought that that was what we were getting here. That this uh, once they said, oh, I'm uh, oh my god. He's He's there. He's where he made the ring, and they're they're mentioning and all that. I really thought all of a sudden he was gonna, you know, go all, you know, I whatever, and explode out, and rings were just gonna fly off, and you would see that new people were getting these pure will rings somehow, whatever. Nothing happens. Nothing at all happens except almost like you have at the point where Hal loses his, uh, you know, memory. So he's talking. And I mean, you have, that's, that's the laziest, that's literally yeah. a Gilligan's Island fucking and, and, thing. And the Hal only loses thing is, his yeah. memory. So, oh, God, we got to find out who Hal is again so yeah. we can save the and universe. And with that, though, I actually, I actually thought there life. was something going there that we were going to get like Power Girl and, uh, and Harley, where you yeah. have Hector there, and he's like, listen, I'm a superhero. I'm a superhero of the galaxy. Me and your partners. Uh, I thought, okay, maybe we're going to have a little goofy fun for a couple of issues, fun, but, yeah, but no. it didn't end up anything. Well, even, the, even the aspect where he found out that Hector Hammond, this was all just a test to prove yeah. that how Jordan yeah. was a hero yeah, and didn't wish all it is. because he was able to beat Hector Hammond and get Why? his ring back and decide, I what? have a hero after all. Gee, yeah, what, why, yeah, yeah, why did Hector Hammond have to test him? He thought, he, uh, Hal thought he was teaching Hector Hammond. Oh, long Hector was teaching him. <laughs> and then, like Reggie him. said, nobody was teaching anybody no, anything. No. <laughs> uh, and then Reggie said, you get these couple panels to show you. 
a weird history of, of hell. Like, we're there. We're at issue 47 of this book. I don't need to see when he chased down the speedster of the new gods. I don't need to see. Or when he was able to defeat Sinestro with a, a ring made of pure willpower. I don't need oh, that. Are we already doing the victory lap? That's what it is. Yeah, I don't understand who, if anybody knows anybody in this book, they, they know how. Uh, the house there. It's Hal Jordan, for Christ's sakes. And, and you have that. And show then me some they... more of the Green Corps. You haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. And show me a story that this just treads water constantly. There is no progression to the story except then out of nowhere. Hey, how, how are those people doing there? All those Green Lanterns are pretty beat up, huh? You, you, hey, Doc. You're going to get them on their feet? We need them. I'm like, oh, what the hell is going on? And then all of a sudden the Dark you, Star You show. are neglecting the most important part that Kyle the and Space Cabby are locked up on New Genesis. And High Father says, you're going to stay Ryan. locked up here. And, no, and then, then they say no. And then Orion comes and says, <laughs> and says no. no. <laughs> yeah. You're going to stay locked that, up here. And, and, and this you is the I thing. Mean? I, I hope I'm that. I'm still not going with you. I hope that some people, and you know that Orion's going to show up at the end. He's going to be fucking, he's going to be Han Solo at the end. He's just going to show up in his goddamn speeder thing that I always like. But with that, I see, yeah, the Astro, I see people on, on Twitter and they're, they're messaging me. Hey, how about this? How'd you in the Green Lantern Corps? I'm I'm like, really? And oh man, I'm like, yeah, the pacing's a little off. Yeah, but wait till next issue when they really show Kyle. I've seen this three times times in a row now of this yeah wait till we get to kyle though it's gonna be great kyle he's completely neglected the only the only thing that you get in this that you can kind of get more interesting and and, you know yeah and and with that he says old gal too many times and too many times is twice he says it 17 And, and the only thing that you get here again it's a victory lap thing of you know what we can't do anything without those original earth lanterns wink wink you know you love those earth lanterns and you know whatever whatever and then the the dark I mean, stars. that's the big problem with this whole series is is uh, Vendetti can never handle all four characters it's no. supposed to encompass. I'm not even sure if it was ever designed to be that way, quite frankly. Yeah, but, I, uh, but I mean, in, in this issue, John John Stewart is not in it at all. He gets yeah. mentioned that yeah. Kyle says he's part of some big, uh, you know, secret plot that I'm not sure how that got transmitted to Kyle, but I guess that was through yeah. uh, special Green Lantern radio. But other than that, you know, he just told Kyle that, he was going off to freaking like you know Zod's planet. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you know, you don't we'll, get that. we'll figure it out. But then last issue, you know, we didn't have Kyle. So he, there's always one, one character he can't. There is, and, and there's also, yeah, and with that, you have a lot of issues here. I know there are the main Earth Lanterns that you're going to focus on, but instead of giving us an issue with two of them, and then we go to the next issue, you know, you have Hal and John, then you have Guy and Kyle, and you keep going. Give us, you know, he ends up trying to give you an issue with all of them and ends up giving you nothing. It's like subtraction by addition. You get nothing here. There's nothing to grab onto, and because of that, we end up with arcs that seem the last 20 issues. And and then, like you said, then you get infuriated when the little bit of a cool story with Guy ends with him saying, like, he lost his goddamn mind. Hey, get those yellow lanterns. No, no, no. They they hate you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think oh. I, yeah, yeah, Guy doesn't it, seem that. Doesn't yeah, doesn't that ding in his mind, but a ding in my – I'm like, we already discussed this. 
Yeah, it's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. And I think that it just ends with possibly the Yellow Lanterns possibly coming and showing up. Also, Orion. Like, it's going to be all hands on deck. And it, then it'll we'll probably be go. like, yeah, like, it'll, they'll all come. The cavalry and, will and, uh, yeah. come. And, the House and, of Zod. What we see is the last image is, you know, they're trying to, the lanterns are all recuperating on uh, Mogo and the Dark Stars have formed a ring around it. Yeah, they think it's it's either Saturn or my bathtub. Those are the two things I think of when I think of rings. Uh, but I always, that- I always love this idea that people think that 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 the best way, you know. So okay, you're you're uh, you know you have a ring around the planet. The planet's a sphere, buddy. I know. Asking, you, know you haven't really covered that much. Of, uh, you know, really? You, like, what are you going to eat it from the middle like, like an apple or something? What it what it makes uh, me think of is the joke with Prometheus, the movie, where you had that rolling, you know, the war wheel going there, and everybody's yeah. running, and nobody takes a left. Or a right, you can move three feet over, you and it's not going to hit you. Just keep running straight. Yeah, it's, it's like a deer in headlights when you have four wheels you know, barreling down on you. Uh, what'd you give it, Reggie? Uh, I mean, I pretty much this this whole these last two issues are a total rip off, and I nothing I hate more than a rip off. Visually, uh, I this series is always very strong, and even though this is not my favorite art team, I still think it's a great art team. I think it's these okay. guys do a great job, and that, for that reason. I had to give it a 5.5 out of yeah. 10. Uh, do you like rip-off pants? you like those, like in the NBA, or strippers? you like the, the I mean, rip-off I pants? I wouldn't wear them, but I like the idea of Is them. Is that yeah, one I of the them. only rip-offs that you like, those rip-off pants? Uh, I, I hate it. I, I just This book is one of those where, yeah, we're kind of yelling, or I am at least. Uh, I, I assume <laughs> you guys were yelling too, but we couldn't hear you guys because I, I was booming too loud. But uh, with that, it's a book that really, when I read it, I barely have an emotion reading it because nothing ever happens. And uh, the people who love it, I, I, you know, God bless you. But we're 47 issues in. Even if you get three more kick-ass issues, the, the series had nothing going on the whole time. We keep saying it every two weeks. We're talking about how There's nothing, nothing memorable happens. at all. Like, you know, no. we can remember what happened, but it's all like, Yeah, we oh, talked right, about yeah, every issue, is, you know, but yeah, nothing no happened. Nothing at all. And there's always, not always, but there's been points where you have glimpses of something cool that never come about. And the Dark Stars were one of them. But the problem is, once you introduce the Dark Stars, you kind of not had them. You, you've had Guy as one for an issue or two, and basically not even, it's just Guy. And so I don't even get, like, why even have, they could have been anybody. At this point, we're not getting enough of anything. And no. so it's like one of those books that is just a bunch of stuff that, that ends up being nothing. I give it a four or five. I, I like the art enough, but it, it's just starting to get to me. And when 50 comes and it's over, uh, I'll, I'll be happy. That we don't have to talk about this anymore just because of how boring it is reading it. Oh, I mean, we but there's another lantern book around the bend. Well, there is, but it's still not even up till October, so we have a while yeah. to wait. We have a while to wait. Eric, what would you give it? I'll give this issue a 4.5 out of 10 because yeah. while the art is the strongest thing about it, it's not even that great compared to the mm. normal How Jordan yeah, Greenland and Core art we usually get. And all of the characters are just so uninteresting, this whole thing. And it's just you realize from every panel that you're dealing with these characters – that they have nothing to do, and this is just here to freaking pad out the it, issue. Yeah, it's it is. It's to get to 50. 
That's all this is. It's just to get to 50. And yeah, it's infuriating. But we're going to start to pick up the pace here. We're going to start to get a little more positive, at least here with old Jimmy Boy here. Because uh, right. the next book we're going to talk about, I have been down on uh, since it started uh, more than you You're guys. Down? And I actually am a little more up, and I have a feeling that I'm going to start liking this book when everybody else hates it. But uh, oh, what is it, Reggie? Isn't that always the way? It, it is. is. The Terrifics number 5, Storytellers, Doc Shaner and Jeff Lemire, Colors by Nathan Fairbairn. It's a normal day at Stag Industries like any other. But when you're a member of this team, a normal day can be downright terrific. Metamorpho Dog Part 6, The Quickening, coming this fall, rated R. Yes. Yeah, I I actually have been down on this series. I have not enjoyed it at all. I actually had fun with this. And, you know, a little aside, I could read it in about three minutes. So that that's another that plus. Helps. This that is helps, such a quick, uh, a quick reading it issue. It is a $3 book. Let's not forget these are, yeah. these are the cheaper ones. It, it's so. a very quick-moving issue, and I realize – when I read this, after we had talked about the Plastic Man Gail Simone book, I realized that this is about the amount of Plastic Man that I need in my life. I don't <laughs> need more. And I just like when he makes himself into a balloon and then he's this. That's enough. And, you, you know, with this, though, you're getting these little stories with each of them kind of, you know, getting a little character background or what they're going to do forward or whatever. I actually liked it. I actually liked for once, you know, there's Mr. Terrific. He is still, a, you know, kind of a sourpuss. But at least I have a reason why now, you know, when the, when they're talking, Element Girl's talking to him, and you get like a little personal deal there that upsets him. But I actually like this issue, and when they go off to fight this giant metamorpho deal, yeah, it might be ridiculous. It might be the stupidest thing ever. This is the fun that I want in a book, and there it is. Al Gon the Element Man? Yeah, yeah. And you, you have freaking, you know, the dog. and all, I mean, this is stuff that I think is fun, and I can read this with a smile on my face and not really care. Yeah, it's not going to, you know, mind-bending deal that's going to change my life. No. I liked it. I liked it, but tell us about it. I mean, I, I, was, I, was, I was saying today in Slack that this is the kind of book that if you pick it up and just flip through it, you really get the impression that it's a super fun book. It's really yeah. colorful. Yeah. Big, wide panels in this one. There are a lot of three- and four-panel uh, pages. Yeah. Uh, layouts on a page. I and love that Doc really Shaner's to sort of like, too. Just make everything seem like big, big uh, yeah. action, a lot of space to work in. Yeah, big uh, we panels. We get some background good, here. Yeah. I mean, really, what it is, you know, we kind of get two stories in the beginning where it's Mrs. Terrific is has called Phantom Girl down to do some run some tests. Mm -hmm. uh, try, trying to, what is he trying to do here? Separate them, or he's trying to get her to be. He's uh, trying to get her right? the deal, corporal. But I think that in the yeah, I think that he's working on both. He's sort of just doing science stuff down yeah, there. Yeah. He, he turns her around. Plastic Man, no, he's got a kid who uh, he has sort of uh, abandoned for the last yeah. five years. That he was in his uh, egg form during the Dark Metal storyline. Which is it's and weird. Before. It actually bothered me the whole idea that he's been in that egg form for the past five years. Mike Batman has not been dealing with this whole thing for the past five years hey. in my mind. Yeah, well, it, the right. thing is, he was in the egg. They, they who knows why? I mean, at that one point, well, they tell he because just... he went into the Dark Multiverse and it, it messed him up. Yeah, but if, well, listen, I, they, I think they have that a policy you let Plastic Man be Plastic Man. You know I'm what I mean? I'm telling you, guy, I think that crazy. he was an egg before he you went into I mean? the dark universe. I think that he was already an egg, and that's when they realize, you know, you're going to go. He just says, "I was an egg, a big one, literally a giant egg." That's all he says here. Uh, I, yeah, he ended up in metal, but they took him into well, that. No, they, they're saying they they told us why he was the egg because he was affected by the dark. Well, even if he was, when when did we see him? They're just trying to explain why he was out. So that's just weird. Go. 
Yeah, I, I don't think it's that weird. I actually think that it's weird that it really doesn't play into a lot of what we got in the uh, the other series, but that's the origin deal, and this actually happened when his kid was already 12, so I don't know how old his kid was when he, you know, in that Gail Simone book, if there e- even oh, is a Oh, and even that whole thing, too, like his kid Luke McDonough, you know, this is a character, you know, we've seen before called Offspring, who was, has Plastic Man powers as well, if we're playing yeah. it the same way, and the idea that if he's 17... You know, Plastic Manson had these powers for over 17 years, and he just happened to be an egg the last five. Yeah, I I don't mind that. I actually thought that it just explains that we haven't seen him in a while. I I just it it gives him a little humanity too, which I think is important because otherwise you just wonder is he even a human? It's like at this point, you know, he can basically take on any shape, and that's the same thing with Metamorpho, where we see him saying he wants to leave Stag Industries and take Sapphire with him because he knows that Stag is uh, no uh, no good Nick. And uh, she's like, I yeah. can't leave my daddy. But the, but if they didn't give him these these humanizing moments, these guys would essentially just be weird, creepy monsters, you know. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they are going to bring in his son really into continuity. But as far as with what Gail Simone's doing for the time being, I'm taking that as a prequel to that. So even a yeah yeah long ago that's early, what I'm saying. It's, early it's, in we're O'Brien's seeing an life, origin so, kind of deal, so uh, that would be long ago. Yeah, but, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm willing to take it at that face value for now. But uh, if things move along pretty well where they're kind of like switching uh, back and forth on the, on every page between these three stories, really. Uh, it's, and it's well done. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah, I like the art. Shane, the art is great. Doc Shaner was made to draw a couple of these people, I think, especially Plastic Man on top. But, uh, you know, he, he does a good job all around. But, you know, like you say. This is a fast-moving issue because every page you're advancing each person's little vignette, and uh, it's a good bit of storytelling. Then the trouble alert goes off, and they head over to uh, they they all have to drop what they're doing and head over to what the hell town is it? Help me out here. I I actually forget where they said it was. It's 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 City Town in Cityville, something like that. Cityville, Indiana. I don't know. Anyway, it's been a, a gas has been released, and people are turning into metamorphos, including. A little metamorpho. It's Belmont, Michigan. It's where it was. Is that where they are? (laughs) Yeah, Belmont, Michigan is where they're calling it, too. But, yeah, they just go, and people, there's a giant metamorpho, and and I had fun. I mean, really not much happens. They they even do okay acting as a team here. You know, you got Plastic Man doing cleanup. you got um, their metamorpho forms like a wall to contain all the metamorphos, and they're all they're all doing all right. Uh, and like I said, the metamorpho dog is taking Twitter by storm. Everyone loves that, including me. Uh, then eventually, the giant metamorpho, the metamorpho god, the Algon, the ancient elemental man, is free, yeah. and he jumps down into a manhole, which is actually a portal, I think, to his ancient place with our metamorpho Rex Mason in his hand. And when the other guys try to follow, they each get sent to. Somewhere weird. We don't know what. Yeah. You know, everyone like different. Own- like what are the different colors that make up Metamorpho? It seems like yeah, they get yeah. sent to different like, like gas, crystal, freaking rock yeah, place, sand places. Yeah. Uh, although where's the wood place, right? You know what I mean. What's up with that? But uh, <laughs> Who knows? That's, always, that's always a part. Of, that's always his his right leg is always wood. Uh, yeah, but that's right. So they get some, But then this also. So now are they a mile up, more than a mile apart? Yeah, that's you know, I guess, yeah, no. all kinds of wonderings. Yeah, of, uh, it, it, it's uh, almost yeah. like the, in the metaphysical, you're uh, you're always together. I think yeah. that's what they say. Uh, the the funny thing though at the end is where uh, this guy's like, okay, you know what? I've had enough of this. I've been the custodian of the element world. Now you are, and it reminded me of that gentleman story in Batman that he's like, all right, <laughs> you take it over. I'm I'm out of here, uh, yep. and that's a big deal. I mean, you have it, and like you said. 
they even point out in the beginning of this issue, uh, Jeff Lemire points out in a, you know, little subtle way of the idea of them needing to be around each other still. So he does, you know, he does make that known again for them to go like this later. So I wonder if this is going to be one of those that either they're going to be in trouble or this is going to push Mr. Terrific to get the idea of when they can or what can make them go apart if they yeah, have something. Maybe, maybe in all the dimensions it's okay. Maybe, and they're maybe actually, it's something maybe they can, they're, he can they're work. In space, maybe they're like less than a mile apart, but in, in a matter of dimension, they're That's like... That's what whatever. I'm saying. And a, maybe a, he, he'll planes. be able to figure out something because at one point you're going to get that whole idea that they are able to leave, but by then you would hope they're a team and they decide to stay. Right. And hell, uh, for all we know, they might even be inside Algo, the Algon, the Elemental Man yeah, himself. Yeah, they might be inside. Because I'm telling you, this whole thing is this whole dominion that he talks about. It's all because he has the the orb of Ra. Like, yep, why the do orb. you have the orb of Ra? If you look in the background, one it looks like he might be in Egypt. Yeah. you see some hieroglyphics so, on the yep, wall in the sure. background, but. I don't know what this means. Why would we have, you know, a uh, a portal that opens from Egypt to freaking Belmont, Michigan, to yeah. turn everybody into elemental I just don't know mass, if it was know? one of those. And the, the weird thing to me is I could go a portal, and that portal yeah. was just something he made. But was this a thing that he did to try to grab Rex there, like call Rex to him so that he could grab him? It seems like that would be his plan. No, why, no, why no. Belmont, they, Michigan? They, they built that portal like 50 years ago. But, the but whole even town so, voted yeah, on that, it. they, you know, they you like that. Nobody Belmont. ever used it. No, Nobody they, ever used it. After all, it, it was all thing. They plastered the town with leaflets. A guy ran on it. Yeah, the mayor was, a, was all about it. They built this portal. No one ever used it. No, it that, that's where the, they the put sewage. Funny. They put yeah. all their sewage down there. That's what I'm saying. what they wanted to dump It's free nonsense there. yeah. It just is a funny thing to think that it does seem like this was a ploy to get Rex, but why do it? It's, it's kind of goofy, but I liked it. I actually love the art, and uh, yeah. I think that Doc Shaner is one of the best, especially when it's something like this, a lighthearted deal. When he did a couple of the Shazam stuff, like he did in, I oh, think he God, did the stuff so in Multiplicity, like and it looked awesome. And uh, this looks really, really good. He's great at the bright character. Yeah, He's yeah, great. I really like it. Uh, what'd you give I it, Reggie? Stuff like that. Uh, you know, I did like it a lot, but I, I still had trouble with the. There was a shift from the beginning tone to the end that really bothered me. And overall, uh, I didn't think it was that incredible. I just thought it was a pretty solid issue, so I gave it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I had fun with it, and I'm giving it a 7 out of 10, and that's positive for me because Ooh. I haven't really been on this. I, I actually have yeah. – what this was one of my most disappointing of the New Age of Heroes books because I thought it was going to be so good. The team, This is the one everybody was waiting for, and with Jeff oh, yeah. Meyer being one of my favorite guys, I, I was really looking forward to it. So, yeah, 7 out of 10 for me. What about you, Eric? I'm going to give this one a 6 out of 10 because why I like the art, and I'm, I've been down on this whole series from the get-go, really. You know, it didn't grab me the way I really hoped it, and this one didn't do it as well for me. You know, we had some background on the characters, their hopes and dreams, what they want to do going forward, but in the end, it's just them going off and fighting an elemental man that kind of seems silly to me. And, you know, while I do enjoy silliness for the most part, it's just not enough to grab me and make me, like, you know, want to continue this terrific yeah, series. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that this is what you can get. It's going to be oh, a lot of silly things like this, and I don't mind it when it's more silly and less, you know, Mr. Terrific being pissed off and telling Element Girl to go shove it when she wants to have help and stuff. That was always, uh, you know, throwing me off. But, uh, yeah, with that, we'll move on now to some mail, but we'll be back with some more books in a minute. Yo, it's mail call.
It's Mail with Eric, and we're going to start with Luis, who says hello. Get Fresh Crew. What up, Boop, Fresh Boop. Cup Crew? What up, Get Fresh Cup Pro? <laughs> oh, wrong turn. I hope everyone's week was good. I'm on my Sorry. way to North Carolina for my nephew Frankie's first birthday. We are right. driving to North Carolina, which is oh, an eight-hour drive. Like, first birthdays for kids are bullshit, though. That's not for the kid. That's just for people to hang around and drink. Yeah, but you're supposed to go with an eight-hour drive unless you're my family. Oh, absolutely decide. not happening. But, uh, unless you're like uh, Luis's family who decides to start driving and rush our traffic on a holiday weekend. <laughs> so this it's a weird holiday weekend too because of the fourth and all that going on. Uh, but that's on Wednesday. It's a I, weird I don't know. deal. Which which weekend is the holiday weekend? It would is be it this week one. or They're, next uh, week. Isn't it both, Eric? I mean, uh, we. You're right. The, I'm it, taking the whole week off. Fuck it. Here's the best. Here's the. the just think of this. You, you're gonna have to process this, and and depending on you know where you're at in your life here, it might take a little longer. But when you figure this out, you will laugh. The guy who pisses out the back of the the, the warehouse right. that we work with comes up to me and goes. July 4th is on Wednesday this year. That stinks. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I don't know why they just don't make it Monday every year. Like, <laughs> you a fucking moron. Just said, I'm like, really? Really? That's, you're not thinking you, you this through, are you? You don't get it, do you? This yeah, makes you, a you, lot of sense yeah, for yeah, everything like, you've ever said to me this entire time we've yeah, known each other. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's all coming full view now of you. <sighs> yes. Would you just I, I, die already? God. I, I even forgot to tell you that uh, because it was a day you weren't there. And he comes up to me and says that. I'm like, I, I just sit there looking at him. And I think that he thought that I was looking at him with this look of that. I, I was oh, amazed. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, hey there, Einstein. You, you, cracked the, mind. you cracked the code there. What is this? Now I'm going to go home and have some shrimp scampi. Yes, yeah, shrimp scam. Have you ever heard of this meal, the shrimp scampi? I'm like, I've never heard of it the way you just said it there, buddy. I don't know what that is. Oh, he's uh, The things that that man says. Oh, my goodness. Now, he is uh, the guy at work. This guy's old. He, he's uh, When you want to see the eternal struggle, uh, come to our work and watch him decide how to either pick up something that is dropped where, where he can't figure or get off the fork truck. He rides the fork truck around, and when he's done, I just sit there and with a smile on my face looking at the different times that he false starts, uh, shifting of how he's going to go because he can't just step off because he's got dead legs and shitty legs. I'm telling you, it's one of those things like, Jim, why, why do you still work for a place that refuses to give you regular raises? Yeah, you, like, you don't get to see this every it's goddamn the, day. It's this the fun of this. This is humanity in the wild. I, I sit there. I, I, could, I could have another nickel an hour. Oh, you know my what? goodness this gracious. This is priceless. Yeah, this is priceless. I sit there, <laughs> and then eventually he – and he is a way overweight guy. He flings himself out of this thing, and it's just – one day that will be his demise. Uh, oh, or yeah, we'll, his fucking ankles are cr- cripple yeah, underneath yeah. of him. We'll just come back. We'll come out to the warehouse. He'll either be laying face down, you know, dead, or we'll just see him actually get himself up, and we'll see him with a broken nose and blood everywhere. He's By the way, a, I'm turning around and clocking out and going home. Just a disaster, a disaster. Uh, that, so and we, that. Then we have, you know, melding man Jimmy who comes to me and says that he thinks there were some, uh, you know, explosions and things in the Quickertown area. I don't know if it ever got around, you know, nationwide that somebody was uh, making bombs in Quakertown. Uh, unlike th- this podcast we're doing now, Eric. Boom, boom, boom. We, we get this is 
the bomb, America. We saw him three weeks. But the guy ended up getting caught. But in the meantime, uh, they were trying to figure out what these explosions were. And, and the melting man came up and said that he thinks that it's volcanic activity under Quaker Town. And like, no, I don't think it is. I really don't think that this. Damn it! I want someone to punch him in the activity. face. No, somebody needs. I mean, maybe this guy had something with these things going on, Eric. Maybe oh. we could. You know, I don't want to say too much, right? I'm going to be on a list. Yeah, we we are need. driving. Uh, he says, "I no would right now, Jim. I would. Oh yeah, nobody is. I would have just flew here, but my mom hates to fly, and my dad is so cheap. He wanted to drive with my mom and sister. I am a cheap man. I would not drive eight hours ever again in my life. I would." I ended up driving to Cleveland one time. That was about eight hours. And then when I went to West Virginia University, that was six, six and a half hours, depending on who you drive with. But long yeah. story short, my parents are divorced and my mom doesn't really like him. That's usually what happens when they divorce. Yeah, <laughs> that might be the reason. come together. The story adds up. It's funny, though, that if we had uh, a mail from one of my kids, it would be re-termed as, long story short, my parents aren't divorced and my mom doesn't really like him, is what that mm. would be. So I got to uh, aren't divorced yet. So I got stuck in the car to be the buffer. So between smart comments and jabs between them, this ride has gone on too long. This is the best. I think that this is being written as he's in the car. I bought a bunch of books with me to read on the ride, but I didn't get to read any of it. I knew this car, maybe the ride's over now. I knew this car ride was going to be long like this email, so I got some edibles popped, a few cookies, and now enjoying this high, I hope they don't make me drive again because of how I feel I might fly us there. So, yeah, if that's the thing. I think that in the end, Luis is saying that if they say we're going to drive again, he's going to have to open up the checkbook and get a flight. At first, I thought that maybe the so-called popped cookies might have been some lingo that I was oh, not know, down with. sugar high. That's why they're yeah, going to be flying yeah, high, See, man. this is the thing. I thought that maybe that was some oh, – the kids say that. Hey, can you pop me some cookies there? And you're like, okay. They give me – I say this oh, thinking I, I want chocolate chip, Eric. They end up giving me some new form of Adderall, Adderall A – Easy A. And I'm like, well, what is this? Where, where, where's the cookies? I, I just wanted the cookies. And there like, you go, Jim. Here's an oatmeal. I don't mind that. I don't mind an yeah. oatmeal with raisin now and again. No, it's no, not my no. Favorite. There's no raisin, and you thought it was a chocolate chip cookie when I gave and it to you. Fuck that. If you – now you've, you've triggered me. If you give me an oatmeal cookie with, with fucking chocolate chips, I'll kill you. That is nonsense. Here's the thing. You have an oatmeal cookie. There's no reason at all to put chocolate uh, – you either have a chocolate chip cookie or an oatmeal cookie. I'll go oatmeal with nothing in it or raisins. You fool me with those chocolate chips. Now I get the worst of both worlds. I get so angry. It's like when you get, give me a brownie. And then it's got frosting on it. This is not cake. It's not a cupcake. It's a brownie. It's only and uh, and if you do put icing, if you put if you put white icing on it, I may go with you. But when have you ever had one of those brownies that they put icing that has nothing but chocolate icing on it? Why do you need that? Give me vanilla icing on it. Now we got now we got a fucking party in my mouth. And Eric, you're coming. No, that's that's I don't need more chocolate. Brownies right, right. are condensed chocolate as they What's are. What's your favorite kind of cake? My favorite kind of cake is chocolate cake with, with? vanilla icing. There exactly. you go. So that, what you're doing right no, now is making because, cake. Yeah, I don't want cake either. I just <laughs> said that I would put vanilla on it. I don't need that. Also, the brownies, any brownie made better not be any more than a quarter of an inch tall. It's got to be squished <laughs> down in like my mama made. And burnt. 
And burnt. You have to have the corners burnt to a point. You're a weird guy. There you go. That's a brownie. If I want a piece of cake, I will make a piece of cake. I, look, I look at those directions. You better make it not delicious you. at all. I'm telling you, there are times when I'm about to get in the car and go to Duncan Hines himself and say, get that goddamn cake version of the brownies <laughs> off the recipe. When, if you want a cake like brownie, no. If you want a cake like brownie, get your ass and make a cake. You don't need to do a brownie. It's not a brownie anymore. Quarter of an inch, Eric. That's the most. I'm telling you, that's the most. I don't even want eighth. Now we're talking eighth inch. These people, I had one brownie the one time. Like, at one point, I'm telling you, it, is, it, it, it hits you like that. And all of a sudden, it's like some Willy Wonka himself made. You have this little thing, and then you're hit with a wave of chocolate that, that overtakes you with glee. That you're biting through all this burnt I, I am. Crap. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm biting into it now. I'm like a Gustus gloop with these. No, Gustus, get away from the brownies. I'm, ah, ah, if I can get taken away somehow. Oh, no. Where'd my son go? Uh, then somehow I'm in a tube, Eric. Oh, no. He's going to blow. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I'm going to go watch Wooly Wonka now. Now I'm really tired. Sounds like uh, a good time. This room is so goddamn hot. But thank you, Luis. Thank you, uh, luckily, he's just eating cookies. I don't know how we got the brownies. And and also, I would say in a top five cookie now, maybe a sugar cookie is in my top five. And I know some people would say that that's bullshit. It's not. That's a good cookie. And me and you, are you a Snickerdoodle fan? No. I, I like Snickerdoodles. I can't eat too many of them. And people are both Snicker what? Snicker what? Is, I, actually, I don't really – I'm not a cookie aficionado to the point where you say Snickerdoodle – I'll say that I'm not a fan. I know I'd eat it, but yeah. I don't know what it is. No, off the top that of my no. Head. The problem is uh, now that I think of it, you wouldn't eat it. It has cinnamon in it, so okay, you wouldn't yeah, like that. It has it on the top. Uh, with that, because you're I not a like connoisseur, I don't like ginger, and I don't like cinnamon. Oh, ginger, huh? So gingerbread I'm, fucking men are right off. You're a Marianne fellow, are you there? Uh, we have a cookie day Who each year. <laughs> yeah, really. We have a cookie day each year at work, and Eric has uh, gone against that, but that's where we get the classic sleeve cookies. Uh, that will not be. That's I was just going to say that's coming up. It is certainly no, not. It's <laughs> not. It's usually around December 17th. <laughs> it's not good. I think what the that, fuck's did, wrong with you? Because I think, did I not partake this year, or was I just like, ah, it's bullshit? I remember not thinking much of it this year, and I think I might have protested enough, and that mean protest. I think you might have said that you were on a diet. Nah, maybe. We, we say protest. The protest ends the minute people leave that room, and we go in and have our own cookie week. <laughs> it's cookie week, Eric. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I don't Watch remember. Pockets, boys. I don't remember much about it uh, this past week, uh, past year. So that's why I thought maybe it was coming up. But yes, it's in December. I'm sorry, it was six months over six months ago. Yeah. I remember two weeks ago. So I don't yeah, know. That's true. The next is Pete from NYC. Pete from NYC thinks that he has cracked the code, Eric, and it goes like oh. this. He starts with this, Eric. Ooh, shit, boy. Yes, oh, that, shit, boy. A feud is a brewing. Prognostication, Pete says, Reggie stays on the podcast are no <laughs> Eric has been quite quiet during Reggie's segments for weeks. Then the scene gets axed. That's like a book going from twice a month to monthly. Now Reggie's bailing on recording sessions, which he's talking about the necessary nonsense. Yeah. Somebody get Marv Wolfman on the phone. And then he says, I'm Audi 5000, Pete from NYC. 
Uh, I will tell everybody, one of the reasons why Eric doesn't talk a lot during Reggie's segment is because he's just a jerk. I mean, that's yeah. plain and simple. There's also the fact that for some reason recently, the recording is getting so screwy that if everybody talks around the same time, things pop out for all of us and nobody can hear what the other guy's saying. So that's another part of it as well. And... We have a song this week, so I guess, Pete, you are fresh out of luck there with your prognostication, Pete. Uh, and if I was going to do that. I don't know, because we get one song, a couple of trailers, and then one nothing, so I don't oh, know. Oh, no, we get a nothing <laughs> only because the nothing was a protest nothing. But uh, with that, we have a prognostication, Pete. I, I'm a little upset with him. This should be per, 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 prognostication, Peter. Is what it should be if you're going to go full out by the rules. I'm very upset with you, Pete. But that's my man from Pete from NYC there. And that's the end of the mail. And that's the end of the mail for the, the week. And thank you, everybody there. Eric, we, oh, yeah. I see the, uh, the what's it called? The light at the end of the tunnel. The and sweaty I'm gonna, light at I'm going to have to go take tunnel. a shower. I'm yeah. sitting here while I'm doing this. And I hope that people can't hear it too much. The rubbing of sweat off my face face and shit it's nonsense Dude, we all hear it it's really gross uh, it is gross i'm sweaty sweaty sammy is the character eric that i'm like this, gonna... this whole podcast is just so awkward for just listening how gross you are oh jesus christ well there you go i guess what you're telling me it's par for the course it's just everything is like the we're same. all just really uncomfortable all for you right. i am glad i am so glad to hear it but that is it and we're gonna go off to more books Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or just okay. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We're waiting to hear all Jim's scores. We Right, we're back, and you're going to listen to here Eric Shea uh, plus J, and we get right into this with a book that was surprisingly better than it's been in quite some time. Uh, what book oh, is yeah. that, Reggie? Batgirl number 24, written by Sean Aldridge, art by Scott Godlewski, John Rausch. The mean streets of Burnside and nowhere for a kid to grow up, not without protection. That's why I joined the Speed Demons. Sure, they got me doing crimes now and again, but unlike vocational school, everything I do with my gang is an easy A. I wish this issue was more about the fake drugs in theaters now, rated PG. Yes. I thought, boy, I want some of that easy A. It's Adderall yeah, times yeah. 10. Oh, my God. Give me that easy A, baby. I know that would have you chill. All I thought uh, about was Jim's pill problem with this <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm like, where do I sign up to the hipster version of these speed dudes? I <laughs> love it. grow a beard like these guys. I, I love, love it. Everything. I love oh this Oh, my whole God. It, I, I, uh, I, it's so much... I like the V-neck and the hairy chest, too. Hipster oh, gangs. Such douchebags. Ah, uh, yes, there they are. I love I love this, this gang, too, because it's like it, you look at them as it's going on, like, oh, man, there's some tough gang. And when you first see them, like that, that panel of crap, and the guy says Batman, the guy who says crap, he's got a sash around his neck and got a two cap and a twirly mustache. 
Like, really? Like, this is I a hate gang? Burnside so much. I'm like, oh my goodness. If this is a gang in Burnside, the three of us are heading there right now. We're going to clean house. I'm telling you, look at these guys. Not against but, yeah. the street demons, Oh my God, the street, street demons. demons. Yeah, the street demons. Even so, the, the nonsense about them is the uh, – actually, it's funny because one of the books that we had – which book was it, Eric, that had the speed demons in it as – or was that just the character speed demon that, that was, was the one of the runoffs? Speed demon, I believe. I kept thinking of him too. But yeah, uh, you know what happens in this issue? You, you have a checklist here. Uh, Barbara uh, saves some people. She actually acts smart. Uh, mm-hmm. She actually has a heart. And the whole issue has some sort of beginning, middle, and end. There you go. She even, she uh, even has a couple of cool gadgets and everything yeah, like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she she gets out of a trap. She's not just like a uh, total uh, at the whim no, of whatever's yeah. going She's on. She's not you an know? idiot. It's incredible. I, I like some of the – I mean, not that it's a callback callback because this is one of those. Now, I said when we started the first section of books with you, Reggie, that uh, this is just a little placeholder deal. Uh, be, before Marguerite Scott jumps on the book for a while. And with that, this is the best that we've read, I, I think, of all of I, them. I, I'm actually upset because I didn't realize beforehand when I read yeah. it, I thought this was the beginning of the new run of yeah, Batgirl. Yeah, it would have so been awesome, by right? By the end of this, I was really excited for going forward with Batgirl because I'm like, I don't hate this issue. This is amazing. No. I love this feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, even at this because – Now I'm it, de- de- depressed. Yeah, and it does seem as if what's going to happen when Marguerite Scott jumps on, you're going to get that whole uh, Mitch Gerard's uh, he redid the costume and stuff like that because at a point she's going to actually leave Burnside and go live with her dad. And she's going to need the costume Murphy? and stuff. Uh, no, no. It, I believe it's Mitch Gerard's. I thought it was. the uh, What's his name? Wasn't it? The, or, yeah, maybe it was Sean Gordon Murphy. Whoever it was, yeah, it, he it redid was, the it deal. Was, yeah, it was. was it, it was. It, for the, some uh, reason, I thought it was Mitch. But, yeah, they redo it, and it's going to be out of Burnside. This kind of starts kind of getting towards that, too. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know when this was written. Most of these crazy issues were written, as we see, you know, years ago, and then they're shoved in. This actually looks like it was written recently goes in it has two face in it you got a lot of stuff going oh, yeah. on this was a good this is a pretty good bridging issue i thought you know what i mean yeah. to, to bring those yeah. two things together like plus it. give you some entertaining batgirl action so yeah i mean tell us about it because i mean we there really isn't really if you go to the bottom line of it there's not a lot going on uh but it's enough but there, and, there's and definitely she, enough yeah there's a really there's a good amount of stuff to to uh, bite into here it starts out with uh we were talking about this say the gang, and it says right here in mind, the Speed Demons. D-E-F. Yeah, but they later on when she's calling the Speed Demons, we're the Street Demons. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, she, she, whatever. So she got it wrong in the caption. Yeah. All right, so the Street Demons, who are awesomely guys in hoodies with the big letter D's on the, their jackets, yeah. are selling a for new hyper bags. Adderall to yeah. some kids for study reasons, and they're called the Easy A, which. Uh, that's a storyline I could have followed down. Yeah, you know, I could have used it. Now, I would have, now with I, that, I would have looked at like the Duke of Burnside. I oh, I love it. it. But with that, it's funny because as it goes on, it does say, hey, listen, this kind of – it ups the ante of it, but it can kill you. And Barbara still somehow – this is her only dumb moment of the whole issue where she still thinks that these kids are taking it to get good grades. <laughs> They're, not yeah, taking it. They're not taking it to get good grades, Barbara. No. They just want to get high. They want to stay up until 4 a.m. each night and read comics, it seems, or watch the middle. Good, 
Good I mean, great. That, isn't right. that what everybody takes Adderall for, to stay up real late and then have to oh. go to work and then need it again the next night to not fall asleep? Isn't that why you're doing it? you got yeah. a Patreon account that you need to you keep uh, putting more and more on? Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that why you take Adderall? Because that's why I take it. Uh, but yeah, yep, she, I just laugh when she's right. like, huh, it's deadly, but these kids don't care. They want those good grades. I'm like, oh, you're such a good girl. Yeah, Barbara, you have a heart of gold there, baby. You can't uh, imagine yeah. why anyone would do any performance enhancing if it weren't for no. grades or yeah, fighting grades, reasons. Grades. No, yeah, that's it. Why would you take drugs to get to get high? No one no. wants to get No, not you know? at all. Yeah. Not at all. But yeah, you, you go. So, she has a motorcycle uh, chase. Oh, that that is awesome! And yeah. she even it's like little little like special gadget discs on them yeah, that, to that uh, nullify the, them. And I was yeah. like, yes, that's what that's the kind of shit I want to see from a Batman comic or a yeah. Bat Emily comic. Or a Bat, and and with that, you had at the beginning of the Burn uh, Burnside Batgirl deal where you did have Barbara doing a lot of running and grabbing people, you know, car chases and motorcycle chases. But they always ended with you know somebody possibly dying. Me and Eric used to, it used to drive us nuts. Because she, there was drunk drivers and just crazy things. This is just a street gang. They're they're on the motorcycles. She disables the motorcycles. I like it. I actually really liked it. Mm-hmm. And then she goes for. The only coffee. thing I'm, not, I'm mad about is you don't actually see her subdue anybody. The, the eh. motorcycles are done. Hey, we're the street demons. Sure That's you are. That's right. That's and right. And we move on. Because she, she gets you go to jail all the same. I guess you, I have to assume that she, you know, uh, now don't go anywhere. The cops yeah, are going to really. be here in a little bit. I think she's I, she's uh, keeping them. She needs a hookup, possibly for the easy A. She doesn't want to get rid of the supplier because then she goes. And it's funny. I think that they're playing with something here because now she's going to have a coffee with pretty much four shots of espresso in it. She should have just had the easy A, right? She could have just had. The uh, hell yeah! You she know what I mean? She would have had a whole yeah. bundle of it too. Just snatching yeah. up those guys. That's all you need. That's what you need. But yeah, she's she goes and has coffee with a friend and uh, finds out about another person that she went to school with that's having problems. And there you go. You have this whole setup to go forward. Now you get a weird thing about a teacher quitting smoking. Eric's quitting smoking. He's not smoking a chalk piece of chalk. I don't know what the hell they think happens when you quit smoking. All of a sudden I'm going to fucking stick anything in my mouth because I think it's a sick. I'm going fucking Why do you think I was at your door tonight? I thought that was the case and you never answered. So I realized you're not going to stick anything in your mouth when you're quitting smoking. <laughs> and I was banging on that door, Eric. Maybe it wasn't yeah. your door. Uh, I don't think it but, was. But, you yeah, thought he with, was at the glory hole stalls. I, I, I didn't maybe? know what was going on. I tapped three times and then whistled, and I can't even whistle. And nothing happened. <laughs> You went, uh, yeah, I'm telling you, I was I was sitting there and I was at the truck stop. I, I went there, but yeah, you go and now she has you know a Ford to go and find this Jacob. Also, so I just want to say in this in this little scene, this two page scene where she's in the coffee shop, she mentions a bunch of shit that we have not seen happen for a long time that she's doing library sciences. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but she's going to drop out. She's going to change majors and see. Yeah, like, but all right, see, we're done that's with that. good, though. That's fine. She, I, mean, I mean, that's something that, like, she came – this whole rebirth began with her, or when she came back to America, she was going to start library sciences. Yeah. I think she went to one class. We haven't seen her do yeah, shit in that. She and, did nothing. Maybe that's why she's dropping it. Maybe she's flunking yeah. out. <laughs> she, she, she's <laughs> dropping it. Yeah. yeah. Right, right before they the drop, time yeah, when I'm you on can, academic probation. Yeah, there you go. She's like, I'm out. I'm out. And, you know, uh, you go forward with that, and it's – sets up her to go and check up on this guy who was the second best hacker uh, you know when she uh, went to high school 
Coder. Yeah, coder. Oh, you know it. You got one person's coder is another guy's hacker, and they go. Okay. And I like this, and I actually really like the kind of joke by the end where when she goes to get this guy's code and change it, she's like, there's a reason why he was number two. I'm like, you know what? Right there. That's better than anything we got under Hope Larson of anything I mean, of a I, smart I, I, background. It is. It absolutely is. The only thing I, I just want to jump, you know, we are jumping ahead in the story a little saying, bit. But I like that. Any, that anytime line. in movies or comics when you have a furious typing scene, it pretty much sucks. However, yeah. At least she does give the guy a straight kick while she's at the keyboard. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Enjoy and that with a lot. The, she goes and she beats up a lot of guys and even yeah. says, oh, no, four more. Uh, four. And, and she and goes. The thing, and, the thing with this guy is that they both, you know, he she feels a kinship with him with uh, Jason, right? Because he's his dad is old. It was also a cop, except her father died in the line of duty. Yeah. Uh, his, yeah. his father died in his the line of duty. And, that's, and that's ended up, difference. you know, the runaround is then Clay, or Clayface, Two-Face shows up because this guy has been working for Two-Face. He worked up the ranks to do this only to get to him because he wanted to kill him. And he goes to kill him and, and Barbara stops him. But in the meantime, uh, Two-Face had set up this whole thing that this guy was going to hack into the, the central grid. He was going to turn off this. You know, you, you'd have Two-Face. Central the whole shut place down Gotham. Yeah, and have it for yeah. ransom. There's also a thing with bombs. And, and the whole blow, 22 blow minutes. To scar it the yeah, way yeah like he was. So half it, of yeah. it's going to be scarred. You have the, the twos with the 22 minutes. And then even where he ups the ante, where you have where, you, you know, Barbara stops all this but has to stop the, the program then because this guy won't. And he's like, yeah, that, that twos, that's his thing. I made him six minutes. Let's go. And she has to hack the thing to to stop it, and I like it. I, I liked it enough. There, it was quick I, enough. I liked it, it as wasn't well because overdone. the thing is, like, I really expected the whole thing where, like, it, it's been kind of lame in Batgirl country lately. But the whole thing is yeah. where she's like talking to Jacob, like, you know, oh, you don't have to be what he wants you to be. Blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. At the point though, you think, all right, she's he's she's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna Jacob. be lame. And then he says, "Fuck her anyway," yeah. and act- activates the whole thing. I'm like, That's okay, the best this thing. Is actually, really cool. Yeah, There's consequences. That, still. And I'm telling you, yeah. that is what ups this into away from the nonsense we had been getting in a lot of the books, not just Batgirl, but a lot of the books, they don't want to go that. And this is where when we talked uh, with Chris, uh, when we go and talk to him about Teen Titans, that's that's why we're we're not getting all these books. end. like Eric said, the ending of these books are always, you know what? We all have had our hard times, but you know what? (laughs) You're always stronger from what doesn't kill you. And I'll be here for you. Just call out for Batgirl and she'll be there. And at points, it's even where and the person that they're saying it to should be in jail already, yeah. but it makes it seem like, oh, now that they're okay, they're going to go right. off. And with this, friendship is magic. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, let's all get the kumbaya circle going on. And in this, in out of nowhere, in a Batgirl book, you have, come on now, you know, we're, we're that kind of the same, you know, this whole deal. Uh, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to blow up Gotham because I hate this place, and I'm going to do what they did. Gotham killed my father. I'm going to kill Gotham. So fuck yeah. it. And then Batgirl has to be like, oh, shit, and goes to the hacking. And while she's doing it, she she kicks him. She roundhouse kicks. kicks him. Yeah, in the face, great. So that's it, and, you know? Yeah. And ends up I, – I even like the way this isn't overdone. You don't have yeah. her using identical like memory. She's like a, not hyper-thinking. Like yeah. She not says like four panels of yeah, her typing. The best thinking, part you know? is you want to show Barbara being smart? This guy says – yeah. Jacob's like, huh, you're never going to be able to stop that. She's like, done. okay, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I've already gone through I three like of these. I like that a lot. Yeah. 
You don't need to scroll around. And then that's when she said, there's a reason why he was the second best <laughs> coder because I went to high school with him. And I thought, God damn, where was this Becker? What, what did she just freaking wake up? It's, it's still not perfect. I'm no, it's you, not perfect. Nonsense still in there. And but, you got someone like the nonsense style, like the whole thing too. Like for some reason it bothered me, the whole idea that Jacob went and like, you know, it took a year and a half for him to work up the, like the, the grid, the freaking yeah, get the, the two faces yeah. gang and like to get noticed by him just to avenge his father. But for some reason, the whole thing is, in my mind, Two-Face should have gotten away with it because Two-Face even said he shot his father so there's no witnesses. So I'm like, yeah. well, how does anybody know that Two-Face shot his father then if there was a the whole idea was to yeah. have no witnesses to this yeah, crime? Yeah, yeah. So, it so there is me a little, little bit weird there, but, deal. But, yeah, but and, and, overall, it's, it's fucking miles ahead of anything we've gotten from I mean, back and, in and, an old rebirth. Yeah. And Eric always and looks for – Eric even looks for keys and stuff like this. I mean this could be later on in what I'm saying. Like you always love that where we have something happen in a story and you're like, boy, later we can do that. I mean later yeah. you could have Jacob show up dead and Barbara actually was the one because he was going to shoot Two-Face. She stops well, even, it and he says, I'm going to well, get you. you even know? the aspect too where you know Melissa, her friend, gets a hold of Barbara to see if Jacob's okay, you know, whatever she's going to do kind of thing. Yeah. The whole idea too that because he keeps winding up in the hospital – Melissa's a nurse. I like it too. He keeps ending up in the hospital because he's working for criminals and Batman's beating the shit out of him. Yeah, and that's why he's in the him. hospital. Yeah. Because and, he's working his way up says, the ranks. Yeah, and that's the way to get, you know, you, you get up the ranks by taking uh, the hits. Yeah, and and I, I did, I, I'm telling you, I really liked, and just as an aside, you know, I know this is just a fill-in deal, but how in a fill-in do we get the best villain that we've ever had in this oh, yeah. whole series for, for years? You have Two-Face out of nowhere. <laughs> I know. the best I thing we've had. Barely, we've barely seen Two-Face at all. For the, uh, no, and you have DC him here. Comics. It's so good. Now, and you, even, even the turnaround when Jacob freaking comes up behind Batgirl, knocks her out, and Two-Face like, yeah. way to go, kid. You're going to get – and then he hey, knocks Two-Face. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I mean I know He's that we had – Twist after twist. It, it's funny. Yeah, just sit here and think of the villains that we've had – <laughs> this no. not even just this run just keep going back to burnside uh, when that started I, honestly i can't think of a single Dagger villain type? in my mind all of rebirth yeah at rebirth there's been yeah I, I i don't know so we actually get a proper villain for once and have some fun I think with it everything that i'm thinking of goes back to the new 52 yeah and with that, it's funny, like you said, you have Two-Face, and it's not overdone because he gets knocked out too and tied up. So it's it's just – it's good. And then it ends with the whole, you know, hey, yeah, Gordon's there. And he's like, oh, you know, you're a pretty good gal there, Batgirl. Yeah, my dad taught me everything I know. Sounds like a good man. Yes, he is. It's almost as if he's watching me right now. And then they, they <laughs> say at one – they, they say it alive. <laughs> yeah, they say at one point, you have that – you know, throwaway deal. Like, I, I hope we didn't lose that one. No, I think he's going to be just okay <laughs> after he gets out of jail in 30 years. Yeah, yeah. He'll be fine. Uh, but, yeah, I, I liked it. I really did. I liked the art. I just I had fun with it. And I have not had fun with this book in oh so long uh, and actually uh, dreaded going to read this. And then I was like, holy shit. I went oh, right yeah. away to look at Reggie's score. I'm like, yep. At least I'm not. And then I said to Eric when we got on. Actually, Eric said it before I did. He's like, I really like Beckham. I'm telling you, it's one of those things where I thought I was going to end up fighting with you all fucking night. No, I love it. 
I don't love it, but I love it in. I you love know, it in retrospect from yes, what we've that's gotten what over I'm the saying. past two in years. Comparison with that, I mean, yeah. yeah. But what'd you give it, Reggie? Well, Reggie has disappeared. Eric. Reggie's disappeared. He gave ah. it a seven. I saw on the. Yeah. I just thought he was what listening to us gush. What I, I really was like, boy, Reggie's not saying much. Uh, well, I just figured, and, you know, Reggie, he doesn't like to hear the positive, so he's like, I'm no, out No, that's yeah. right. He doesn't want to accent the, accentuate the positive. I will say right now, I give this a 7.5, and giving it a 7.5 is like giving a book an 18 from what we I got uh, because I really did enjoy it. I had fun with it. Uh, Barbara, this is a Barbara that I like. Also, gets the gets to the point where because of the fact that this book doesn't get too cheesy – her being a good person in this reminded me of like why I like Dick Grayson. I realized yeah. that I want Barbara to be a good person, but in the regular run since Burnside started, it's too oh, you know what I mean? It's too generic nice. So when you get something here that actually has kind of things going and with twist after twist, so nice. yeah, and be, yeah, it really made it seem better. And I, I'm with you. I'm upset. That Sean Aldridge is not going forward. I think that this is the I best really thought this was that new we've gotten team. in years. Because so, I didn't uh, look at the credits. I just yeah. went with it. I'm like, you know what? This is pretty good. Yeah, 7.5. Uh, what, what would you give it? I'm going to go with Reggie and give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. I enjoyed the art in this issue. And yeah, I liked you, it. I could have gone higher if it was more or less Burnside, but since they really had to push that Burnside aspect yeah. and even the hipster freaking gang members, I'm like it really yeah, just made was, me remember, you know, well, all right, we're still a I'm part of this you. world, but hopefully we're getting you. away from it. It's funny, though, because I saw those hipsters, and I, I really – that's the first page when you really see them. I'm like, really? Here we go. Here we yeah. go. And that's then I immediately did. I was like – Oh my God, like what's going on? And it actually, as I was reading it, if you had like, if this was a reaction video, I don't have much of a reaction, but actually as it went on, I'm like, I got a smile on my face and that has yeah. not happened a lot in any books, let alone this. Me too. Crazy, but we're going to go Took me by off. surprise how much I liked it by we're the gonna end. We're going to go. I got to call Reggie back so that we can <laughs> talk about a book that I'm not going to be so positive about, yeah. uh, but uh, let's do that now. All right, Reggie, you're back. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, oh, Reggie came back. It's almost as if you were gone a day. It's almost a day later. Ah, Reggie, I said that you gave Batgirl a seven. Am I correct or am you I are, wrong? are correct. I did give I it a am seven. I am the father. And, uh, and I felt very good about it. You know, this I had a lot of I had fun with this issue. I felt like this I was a solid. This was more the character I wanted to read. The story was pretty good. Uh, it just wasn't like, you know, mind blowing, but it was a good, a good but issue. But it was good. Yeah. Yes, it was. Well, we're going to go to the last, uh, issue here of yours that we're going to talk to you about. Yeah. And it's not so great. It's a no. penultimate issue though. Uh, tell us about it. This is the Hellblazer number 23 written by Tim Seeley, art by David Fabry, Christian Dallavecchia, and Carrie Strahan. Fleekledy D. Fleekledy bleekity blee. Dickity bleekity bee. It's Hellblazer, rated R. There you go. This is nonsense. I, I started reading it. And I, even with that, I always say it's one of those things where when a book gets canceled, I talked about it in the sales podcast earlier this week on Patreon where I said it, it, it's beyond me where you, you'll have people following a book and then when it's announced to be canceled, they bail. You know, it's one of those. You've already oh, went through. Well, I bailed. So I can't say anything anymore. Uh, because, there's, no, there's no question if I was uh, reviewing this, I would definitely have. We would have bailed a long time but, ago. But, but let, me, let, me, let me tell you a different story than the shitty one that okay. we're getting here. Real, real quick, uh, you know, of, of what this I think this book could have been. It could have been uh, the deceased criminal brother of a priest 
is brought back to life in Margaret Ames, and in doing so, the priest unknowingly does open this door for other demons to come back, and now Constantine has to close that door without killing this person that he feels guilty about yeah. making her susceptible to help. And that would be a story we could tell in That'd be fine. Two, two issues. Two issues. You know I mean? Two, three at the moment. This thing with the extra siblings uh. and the dragging it out and Nermal the demon and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's, it's just going on. And this really reminds me a lot of when I walked away when uh, Robinson was writing yeah. it. Don't forget that Huntress is in there for some reason. The yeah, hunt, the, and the for no reason. That, that's the thing is, I mean, this is the kind of thing we'd always hope to see is a little more integration yeah, with the yeah, integration but, but not this, this seems so tacked on I don't really I still can't wrap my head around go with the character that we have previously no, in the background no. of Birds of Prey no it doesn't even, go even even uh, if we just even if we just you know make her the hired assassin of mafioso all of a sudden yeah it still doesn't make sense what is she you know like how do they know this was happening what is yeah, going on why it's, do they it's know ridiculous. this yeah, demon it, was being brought <laughs> And I, I think that what you're saying is it's like true to kill too. Anybody and everybody, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it's fine. Kill, kill. Mass murder is fine in this job. It's so important. We, we can take out a thousand people. You know, whatever the hell. It is. And and I think that what happened is Tim Seeley was doing this. They brought and he was on the book. He was off. He was on. You know, they they we kept yeah. having all these other stories. Something well, then he came that. back, and then they must have said to him, "Listen, you're going to finish up. You got one big story left. Uh, just tell it." And he told a three, two to three issue story in six issues, and it's just drug on. And we have one more, and this is just not interesting. It's not good. It's overly I mean, you know, wordy if, at points. If we didn't have one more in this volume totally, I would probably walk away again, to be honest with you, at this point. Yeah. But yeah, one more it's issue, just I will stick around and, and wrap this whole thing up. Yeah. But oh, yeah. This, it's just awful to read, you know. Uh, Gosh, I'm even trying to think of a way to, talk, to tell the story in a way that I could possibly give a shit. They even have to. <laughs> a new character out of nowhere for as a sacrifice for Constantine to save. Like, why? Why another new yeah. character to save? Yeah, why? It's, and the it's thing just, is, too, this whole, idea, this, this whole idea where we have the baptism in blood that solidifies, you know, birthday inside the body of Margaret Ames, it doesn't make sense to me because it is, you know, uh, uh, the, the priest who set this whole, one of the Day brothers, but why is he a virgin out of nowhere? Is it once you become a priest that you're automatically a virgin again? Because I even claimed that earlier, he's a rapist and a murderer from before he yeah. was a priest. So I don't know why this virgin blood, like supposedly virgin blood, is the thing that solidifies everything. But it doesn't yeah. matter because even though Constantine has gone off and made a deal with a demon who should have been in league with Nurgle in the first place for this whole thing to open up the gates of hell to send all these demons back. Except for the one uh, day brother who ends up reaching into his chest because Margaret Ames is a vessel that can go open doors both ways, reaches right. in and sends Constantine's soul to hell. Yeah, there you go. There Thank, you go. <laughs> Thank you, Eric, for actually telling the things. Yeah, about I, the I still, but why? What? Well, it's just doesn't also even the matter. hunters killed like everyone. At, at, yeah, but at, she, there's no reason for her to just, be here. Just for the fun yeah. of it. Just, yeah. just, just it's ridiculous. Like seeing her murder like a dozen people, it happens. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, you know. I don't really like much about this book. It's uh, the art's half decent, but you don't care about I, the story I, I, it's depicting. Yeah, I really have yeah. I, I really have no problem with the art and the, and and it's okay. all that. I I don't love it. I don't hate it. It really would not impact my score on this, but it's not going to make me tack anything onto it. But uh, this is just this is just the problem they've had all along with John Constantine and making them work in this universe and. Uh, they yeah. have, they have failed. Another issue goes by also where he does no magic. 
Yeah. Yeah, nothing well, he, did, he did open up that portal to make a deal with a demon, but you didn't really see it. It's just kind of like we got there and it was already happening and yeah. it's already over. And the thing is, too, where um, I'm telling you, I could have sworn that when Nurgle was talking last issue about this, all this, you know, his plan to get all these people who have been fucked over by Constantine to come back to Earth and like kill him and yeah. everything like this. This demon that he summons was one of them, so I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, Here, here's the thing: this That's this book is being canceled. But they yeah. thing, I guess. N- next next month it ends, and then maybe we'll have a Ever little non-Constantine time. No, it'll be back. It'll be that black label or the the new fangled Vertigo or something like that. But that I, I think that well. this is that yeah. Well. I think that this is the end of him and the regular DCU. It's just not working. Uh, the, one of the things is you you get a neuter John Constantine. If you put him in the DCU, he gets neutered down, and it's it's not any you know that the, the yeah. hardcore fans well, he, don't like that, and it's not a character that you know the casual people are going to jump on and get interested. In, unfortunately, because it's a niche title, and the people who love it aren't liking this you know cl- symbol cursing and this and that, and they just right. go and make it a dark label thing where he can do his thing Actually, and you know, get you know some writer who can write it. Is if, if he was in the uh, Sean Gordon Murphy verse. Uh, yeah, that'd be the, pretty that, cool. I'd be interested to see what he'd be like in that world. And that world's pretty yeah. dark and scratched. Yeah, that would but, be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, and th- even I mean, if you have that, yeah, it would be yeah. good. You have the problem yeah. with Constantine in the DCU that you have with Enchantress on the Suicide Squad is they have such a high power yeah, level you, that you, you have can't to take them out that. immediately. You know what yeah. I mean? They can yeah. never actually do anything or they could cause an apocalyptic event, you know? So. Yeah, and with Constantine, it's weird because they try to take him out now with a conscience, with a feeling bad about things, and then right. it ends up not being Constantine. That, that's Constantine, one of the reasons right. why you like Constantine, because he's so powerful, but also he's a piece of shit. And you like to see how he makes a deal with this person, they get screwed over and this. And we even had that at points. We had that at points throughout all these right. different runs. All of a sudden now, it's this is the Constantine with a conscience and feels bad, and it, it's not good. It that really is. It used to be isn't. almost the shtick, the gimmick, you know, for a while. It's sort of like how we always had to make this tough decision. Because he always had yeah. a little bit of conscience and. But he knew that he was he just did, a, a but bad yeah. friend. He was always like a bad, yes. you know, he knew well, he was and, bad. And just. The little bit that I've done, and this is when me and you, Reggie, I think we're talking by ourselves about it, is the idea of when he ended up kind of that one guy, that bouncer bartender guy where he ended up kind of getting personal with him. They they were fucking – and then his his daughters were sent to hell. And there you had it. And that was like, oh, shit. And then, you know, yeah, that's – I I like that, but not this. But what would you give it? Uh, I gave it a fuck you five out of ten, but I will yeah. say that I'm glad now to know why Garfield hates Normal so much, right? Yeah. yeah. How about you, Eric? <laughs> I think I'd give this a three out of ten. The art was yeah. okay. It's just the story is beating me down because it doesn't even come together, and they're just doing things for no. I can say Huntress in the story makes no sense. She's just there. And Constantine doesn't feel like Constantine. Even the whole thing to get what we need to have happen feels very forced to get there. And by the end, I'm just really sick of this title. And it sucks, too, because I, I like Constantine, and I, I'm really a big fan of his. It's just over the past couple of years, everything that he's done has just sucked bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ever since he kissed himself, That's Eric the last has good been time. Out. That's when Eric kissed it goodbye, is what he said. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to give it a score. <laughs> 
I can't give it a score. I barely could get through it, so I'm not even going to even attempt the score for it. But we're going to go off now to talk about the Teen Titans special with Chris. This is going to be a lot of books in a row now. Yeah. It's going to be me and Eric talking to Chris about Teen Titans special. Then it's going to be Reggie and Chris talking about Mother Panic. Then you're going to get Josh. Then you're going to get Jeremy. And then we'll be Whoa. back after that with it's some like sort of thing. It is. It's going to be a do si do big time in this section. So we're going to go off to that and. Uh, uh, there you go. All right, and we're here with Chris. How are you doing, Chris? Hey, good. How are you guys doing? Good, indeed. And Chris has two books this week. One, uh-huh. uh, yeah, one is a little better than the other, I would say. Uh, <laughs> and that would be the one we're talking about now. Says uh, you. Yeah, which is Teen <laughs> Titans Special. And it's funny because we, we haven't had Teen Titans, oh, obviously. Cool. We haven't had it for a little bit. And sure. so this special came out, and it was weird because I, I heard a lot of people talking about it online, you know, on Twitter and such. And... They didn't treat this one like any other special that came out. It seemed like this one it was a little more important to them or something because <laughs> these other specials, I'm telling you, a lot of people kind of like, okay, we get the special. Let's see what's going on. You know, the Titan specials. We'll see what's there and we'll wait for the deal. Some people are reading the special and pretty much counting out the whole series, it seems, like before it's yeah. even started. And it's an odd thing. Now, again, some of these specials, Superman Action Comics special, were specials to say goodbye to creative teams. This is obviously to introduce Adam Glass and to get his deal going with the Teen Titans. And it, it is different, I'll tell you. I'm taking this as a kind of like a trailer to, hey, and, and a reminder, or also get a little idea of what his run's going to be. And from this, it's it's going to be a little more violent than we're used yeah. to. Uh, but give us the credits there, Chris, and we'll, we'll get on with this. Yeah, we got this as a written by our new writer, Adam Glass, art by Robson Roca, Daniel Henriquez, Sonny Go, and uh, lit is by Rob Lay, or Lee, one yeah, of those. One of them. I got uh, Sure. And, uh, yeah, this is really not, this isn't the Teen Titans story. <laughs> this no, is, uh, no, it isn't. There's three solos here. Yeah, with, it's vignettes uh, of them. That, that's, that's a very good word for it. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I was expecting it to be kind of a, uh, like, like a, maybe a, a longer trailer where yeah. we have a little bit apart and then we come together kind of like the Rebirth special was. But, I uh, thought so as well. I, I almost thought it was going to be like the Titans special where we got little bits of everybody and maybe Damian Wayne going around and recruiting everybody for his That's new what I Titans team. That's what so I like, thought Especially when we got Emma, like, you know, we had the Damian Wayne spot and then when we went to Emiko, I'm like, okay, Damian's going to show up. Real it was, it that didn't happen. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's exactly and even well, like you get Emiko, and even though it's the you continue having Adam Glass, it doesn't change creative teams, but it oh. kind of does play out almost like another story. Like you're almost getting you know an anthology deal with these. Sure. Yeah. And with that, I thought that it was going to be Damien going around and recruiting, especially Crush. And these new guys and gals that they're going to have roundhouse mm-hmm. and stuff. You only see them at the very end um, because I thought that that would be the excitement to get everybody going because yeah. I – Sure. I'm actually, I may be the only one that's looking forward to these new characters. I see a lot of people are mad about them, but I, I actually am interested to see something new, especially in sure. the Teen Titans book that we had, the three of us had problems the whole time uh, that Ben Percy was writing because nothing happened. 
So and they were I, barely I, a team they ever yeah, felt like. Yeah, so when you start this, it is a little different than what I thought. You, you're obviously uh, using Rock this away. as a yeah, using this as a catch up for people and maybe to jump on and see the characters. But if you've been reading to see this new kind of scope of things and this new uh, more violent deal, it seems. But I, I didn't mind it. I actually liked mm. it more than a lot of people. But go on, Chris, tell us about because it starts with Damien. Yeah, so we have Robin in Things Done Changed, and uh, we meet up with Damien as he's having a meal at, are we saying Tarbushis or Tarbushis? So I, I or? would say Tarbushis, I'd like to tarbushis. say, because it has bush in it, and uh, I know does. Eric loves <laughs> That's all. That's <laughs> and, the uh, only thing I want. Tarbushis is a restaurant owned by a family of Lebanese immigrants. Uh, we got uh, Damien having some, well, I don't even know what he was eating. but uh, Ox blood soup. Ox blood was it the soup. ox blood soup yeah, already? Yeah, that's what <laughs> it is. But it's weird because when uh, she, the lady comes over to give it to him, it kind of looks like a, like a potato chowder sort of yeah, thing there. Right. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, anything but ox blood soup. And Ooh. really, why I would want to order a cup of ox blood soup is because when you do that, you get to look in and see Talia. And there it is. He looks at it. It's a magical ox mama. blood soup. Oh, mom, I don't want to see Pauline. Uh, my mom, if I see that, I'm sending it back. I see there's something. This has gone bad. There's really something bad. foul in this here soup. Uh, but yeah, and I actually like this. It gives you he, – he does a way of kind of introducing you to the character, but y- you should know enough about Damien going forward. So okay. just, you know, the little reminder of Talia and stuff. And also even pointing out in this of the kind of a nice thing that he thinks back at his mom. It's not all shade being thrown at her. It's more of the, oh, you know, you, my mom was crazy, you know, but <laughs> she used to give me this ox blood soup, and I kind of have a taste for it, and this is the only place to get it. Uh, but go on, Chris. Yeah, we have a couple of or a group of bad dudes enter and they they head to the back to cause some trouble. Uh, Damien jumps into his suit and goes on yeah. the attack and throws some. I think it was boiling ox blood soup. Yeah, oh yeah, it's boiling all right. Yes. <laughs> uh, some gunfire happens. It sparks a can of grease and it causes the entire place to collapse, burn down. Yeah. Plus, it turns out it's the whole thing. The whole idea with the grease fire and stuff like that. These people are, you know. Black mass goons and black mass has started up a protection racket, it's a protection. Area, and they're going to use this Lebanese restaurant as an example to show you what happens when you don't pay up on yeah, time. Yeah, you don't. It's pay the only up. place in Gotham you get your ox blood soup, and that's got to be the place. Why is why is the universe against Damian Wayne? Yeah, because yeah. he's not getting it now. That's the only thing I thought of too. <laughs> There's the guy. He's dead. He's yeah, burned man. to a crisp. And I'm thinking, yeah, and I'm thinking there, where, where's Damien getting that Oxblood soup? That's the only way he gets to see his mom anymore. He doesn't have photos. He has <laughs> to look at the Oxblood soup. Yeah, really. But yeah, it, it sucks. But this shows uh, also where Damien, he's not messing around now and even says, no. you know, there's some people, they're going to pay. <laughs> and I'm going to find out about going this. Down. Yeah, and, <laughs> and with this, this is my whole thing. I know a lot of people were upset about this Damien. And a lot of people, because as we go on, you can argue with the three of us that Damien might kill 10 people, and, and we really don't have much of an argument back. We'd have to I see. The thing, though, is, is that I don't mind seeing suddenly uh, heroes beating other bad guys up. We, we don't get that a lot anymore. I, I said that it may not be the, the best thing or whatever. 
I actually like it. I actually like Damien going and kind of this whole thing seems to be set up with these three characters going forward is the, you know, idea of I'm not my parent. I'm not my yeah, father it's, it's or mother. Making a more serious tone with the whole yes. idea where, you know, like I got to step out of the shadow of what I've been doing because I know that I'm the future of this and I can do it better than whatever came before me. And yes. I really like that more serious tone that this thing's good. I do Beast too. Boy making freaking, you know, I'm sending dick That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Twitter, we don't have that. Whatever the hell he used yeah. to do. It's a real serious tone to get us started. And that's the thing that I really like the most about this issue. Yeah, yes, I, I sure. like it too. I, I actually and yeah, it's and just as, a problem that it's riddled with freaking continuity. Well, it does throughout. have some continuity problems in this because as we go forward, you have uh, Black Mask, who Black Mask in, in the Red Hood book is a vegetable, and it, it's, it's a but vegetable we haven't right seen now. him. And the, the weird thing about it is we've even mentioned like why haven't we seen him? Like what happened? Because you had Ma Gun in that book get shrunk down. It's yeah. the Bottle City of Ma I Gun. Wanna, I, I want to see the Black Mask <laughs> is shrunk down and a vegetable at the same got, time so he's got a, no. it's got a- Terrible for him right now. This is the thing. You have a big brain. You're a vegetable. He got shrunk down. That little tiny brain, it got smaller and smaller. And now he's he's smarter again, Eric, because the little bit of brain. I got you. It's only a little brain left, but that was the smart part. But uh, with that, though, before Chris goes on, one thing I do have to say, including the art, it's it's not Dexter Soy art, uh, but it actually has more of a Jason Todd tone to this. And seeing Black Mask in it, actually made me kind of like, okay, this kind of is a Damien that he's growing up. Uh, he seems a little more mature. He seems a little more violent, but he seems to be going, and they may be playing off that idea that he may become, you know, the now kind of Jason Todd Red Hood type character that's going to go against what the Bat family wants and does and things like that, because I did get a Red Hood Jason Todd tone uh, from all of this and what's going on. If, if this was a story with Jason Todd, this little bit... I, I, I wouldn't have thought anything different about it. It would have played out the same way to me. And I actually like that. I like that we're getting not the same Damien of, you know, bitching and moaning or whatever. He's taking it to the streets. He's, he's fighting it out. I like that. Uh, but go on, Chris, because this little part's almost done. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have uh, Robin goes uh, searching for some answers, and uh, he hangs a fella upside down and finds out that Black Mask, as he mentioned, is all be- is behind all this. I, I, I haven't been reading Red Hood, so uh, this was – this, I didn't know. Yeah, no, that, and, and it's something there that I'm telling you, going forward, I don't know how, what they're going to play with anyway because yeah, Red Hood doesn't, and Red Hood doesn't sell that much anymore. And we haven't seen Black Mask in the book in a while. He kind of just disappeared as a vegetable. <laughs> we we got, <laughs> didn't know what happened. So, you know, if you tell me they, they cured him in Arkham of being a vegetable, there you have it. He, Fair he's enough. A, <laughs> he was a spastic, Eric. He was a cabbage over there. But, uh, yeah. He's I, one of them cabbages. He's a cabbages. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Damien goes to him. And go with it, Chris, because I actually yeah. really like this dialogue, too. Well, yeah, he meets up with Black Mask, and it looks like a health club steam room. And yes. uh, they, they have an exchange, and uh, we it ends with, uh, behind a closed door, we hear a uh, gunshot. Yeah. After Damien pulls a gun out of a bed. Yeah, he has a gun right at him. And it, the, yep. the big line is, you know, Batman doesn't use guns. And he says, I'm not Batman. And again, yep. if you look at that art, it's definitely a more mature looking Damien. He, you know, sure. he looks like you don't have that little tiny kid here. He is growing up. And I, I actually do like that. Now, when they, the bang off pa- 
panel. And then you see one of the guys that, I swear to God, that guy's dead laying on the ground. But it did remind me a bit of the New 52, uh, the Batman and Robin arc with uh, Two-Face, where you had uh, a gun go off and you think that Two-Face killed himself and then came back later. But, yeah, I, I wonder what happened. But we, we don't get that there. It just ends. Uh, but then, ends, we go, yeah. then we go to Emiko. I'm going to be so angry, though, if Damian Wayne actually killed Black Mask here because there was so much progression of the character just for us to revert right at the beginning of like a story like this. It would just it would be like, take everything we've done over the past five years and throw it, it all would, away. Like he'd be where, an outcast in the Batman. This family. is what I was thinking of, though. It's like you're you're kind of stuck in a rut with Damian, though. First off, he, he's still Robin, yet never does anything Robin. I, he's Robin yeah. just because he's the last Robin and there's not another one. Batman never goes out with him and he's never going to in Tom King's book. So if we're going to hope to get a Batman and Robin, we're going to hope detective. They don't seem to want to do it because he's in this. So I'm telling you, yeah, I don't want him to kill anybody. But this is more interesting to me than, say, just a Damien who Batman has to show up and yell at him because uh, Beast Boy's online. And, oh, you know, Dad, you, you're a pain in the ass. You're always yelling at me and stuff like this. I like the idea that Damien here is like, you know, and the whole idea, I'm not Batman, and he's going to go and do things different, maybe be a little more rough. He, he obviously already was a little more rough, uh, but he's also pretty pissed because Black sure. Mask killed some people that he really liked, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. But Emiko is next, and uh, the, the thing about this is that most people uh, don't know much about Emiko, I don't think, because she is in Green Arrow, basically only in Green Arrow. She's been back and forth in that book, and since the New 52, me and Eric have been yelling that she should be a Teen Titan, and we finally got our wish. And it's <laughs> oh, weird yeah, because- even when we had her in that one issue of Teen Titans where Rob yeah. went to recruit her, and he said, she said, no, I'm like, this is what I've wanted for yeah, a long time. Yeah, we wanted for The story so was kind of nonsense, but I like Emiko and yeah. Damian and Wayne together. Yeah, yeah, we wanted that. But again, this isn't the Teen Titans yet. This is just the setup of who they are, but tell us, Chris. Yeah, I, I don't have much of a frame of reference. No, I don't Emiko. think a lot I, of people do. Yeah, I, I I have the entire run of Green Arrow, but I, I haven't read past like the first six or seven yeah, panels. It's, it's I just tough. couldn't do it. It's tough. Uh, <laughs> and she's got, probably the best thing of it. That, there, and I'm that's sure. the, that's the crazy I'm sure, thing. Because Ollie yeah. is just the worst. Yeah, he is. Uh, we got Emiko and Shadow fighting through Seattle's Chihuly Glass Garden. Uh, I, I was actually there uh, a week ago, and it's a. Uh, yeah. It's it's a glass garden. It's nice. A, it's, Did they fix it up <laughs> since this fight? No, no, oh, they yeah. haven't. They you haven't. know, comic <laughs> books are real, right there, Chris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we have Shadow getting away. She like. She, like, cuts down a banner or something? I, I had trouble following this little bit Well, that, that's the thing. Is Shadow tried to take out the people she wanted to by shooting an arrow up in the glass, and Emiko prevented the whole death of, from the glass from above by, you know, shooting that banner so the banner would catch all the br- like, falling the glass. glass. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't play out that big because the banner's not that big. So I, I, found it, I, I found it this progression here in this fight. Yeah. I found the, maybe the hardest thing to freaking follow in this whole issue. I agree, and it's agree. one of the most interesting parts because I've been wanting to do more stuff with Emiko. I'm like, I wish this fight was more interesting. And yeah. this is actually brings up the other part of the the uh, continuity problem. The last time we saw Shadow in Green Arrow, she was falling to her death with Mrs. She Queen was. into like a fiery wreckage, and also oh, the freaking uh. The Space Needle was destroyed. Yeah, the Space Needle was destroyed. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, I don't have a problem with that only because Jim and I were in a plane that, that flew into the yeah. Space Needle yeah, and destroyed it in that issue. Now, with this, yeah, though, right. the one thing – I don't mind Shadow being here. A shadow surviving, falling into the death pit. We didn't see her die. We assumed she was going to be back. Obviously, it wasn't going to be the death. any character the, like that. The problem, sure. though, is – 
it should have been played that Emiko was surprised. There should have been yeah. some sort of thing because Emiko was there. So Emiko should have said, uh, you know, that she was tracking somebody was killing. It seemed to be like this would all be a progression in one panel would be like, I've been tracking this, these kills, these assassinations. It really plays out like my mother, but my mother's dead. And then see sure. her. Oh, my God, what happened? And then have Shadow like, do, do we ever die? My my daughter, something like that, and then <laughs> away we one go. Of those things where we have this is like you know Adam Glass's introduction to what he's going to do with the run. It just seems like besides for the basic knowledge of who these characters are, it doesn't seem like he knows anything no. that's been going and on that's with the them problem ever since is, Rebirth. And that's the, the bit that sure. sort of bothered me. Well, as and I was that's reading the this. problem that that bothered you about Brian Michael Bendis coming out and yeah. saying you know they are Star City and no no, no it's, like, it's not, not Star, Star City, City it's Seattle, Brian yeah. Michael Bendis. Yeah, and he has some <laughs> he has some weird things, but we we've moved on from that. So I, I can. With, with all of these, I can move on from most of these here. But uh, go on, Chris, because, yeah, Shadow and, and Emiko are there, and we're just going to assume that, that Shadow, uh, you know, survived, Eric. you you got yes. to assume. i got to assume at this point she's not a zombie. Yeah, well, maybe it's she true. is. It's true. Oh, God, she's a zombie. We jump to the next night, and Emiko prepares to attend the Seattle Global Exchange Conference, and uh, in putting on her dress looks to have aged about 10 years. Yeah, pages? Yeah. yeah, it is true. And people Shelby, complained about that. People complained about that. And eh, I don't know. The, she doesn't the look argue. like a teen type man. No, she is a teen, too. <laughs> and, and she does spell it out that she's still in high school. Uh, so you're going with that. But it, it's a weird thing, too. Like that. High, how's that high school thing going to work out with the teen titans that you're not even sure. in the city that you live? But, you know, going She'll forward, commute. we'll go with it. Yeah, she commutes <laughs> all right. You know, and she... she the death of a Chinese diplomat. Uh, earlier, we see her going to the morgue and finds that the, di- the diplomat had traces of botulin toxin, which I guess yeah. is her mother's calling card. It, it, there you go. <laughs> there, <think> so. <laughs> yeah, it must be now. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, with that, you know, she gets her with that. I guess that's the same stuff she gets her with, right? When she yeah, goes yeah. up, because then she kind of like, oh, you know, I I had to make choices between you and, and the yep. life, and I choose me. And yeah, you have that whole deal where you know, it, this is how Shadow always I is. I told anyway. you, daughter of mine, you can't have you know connections like this because it makes you weak, and I'm gonna sever mine by poisoning you right now, yeah, and then I'm yeah. gonna go kill this person you were trying to protect. Ha ha. Yeah, and, and does. Uh, yeah, it because does. what happens then? Emiko has to go off, electrocutes herself. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, this progression—I don't it's know. A very, it's a badass thing to do, but she just goes and electrocutes it electro- herself. It to burns it out. The, the burn the poison out. It burns know? the poison out. That's what it I wish. I wish it was a crank situation where she had to do the high voltage deal. Yeah. You know, where like you know, like Jason Statham. I wanted it to be that, but just her electrocuting herself. All right, poison's yeah. out of my system. I mean, we'll obviously, she was giving herself, you know, a shock for her heart, but then she still got the poison. Right. <laughs> but hey, I'm going. There you go. She shocked the poison. Didn't they away. do the same thing like that in Casino Royale? Maybe that's the same kind of poison that James Bond got in that. I, I don't, don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, Eric. But yeah. And then basically it ends with Shadow has killed the, you know, the lady. And that basically is the, you know, oh, I guess my mom doesn't like me. Oh, well, off to the Teen Titans because that, that's what's going to end up. But again, there you go. You have her having a reason to want to do something better. And the funny thing about it is now we have these two stories back to back. And Damien is definitely over the top more violent than we've seen. But then Emiko looks to be probably his, you know, his moral center 
center as moral compass because she doesn't want any parts of that, especially because of who her mom is. So uh, I think that they'll do that and play that up a lot in the book. Uh, but yeah, then we go off to a 90s shade wearing Wallace West, uh, mm-hmm. Kid Flash, and he's he's hanging out on the beach with it. Yeah, he, look at his look. That isn't yeah. yeah. He's Spectacali. He's got Eric Shea shades, and he's got the goddamn chain to his wallet. Like wrong turn. I, I never went with that. I'm telling you that that chain deal. I I thought was the most ridiculous thing. It's because he I, never had any money in her wallet. I don't mind the Jose Canseco shades though. I'll always yeah, go yeah, with sweet. those. But yeah, that chain's just ridiculous. I, I remember being in high school. They were kids with those chains, and they they. Actually Actually, were so long they drug on the floor. Oh yeah, so, yeah. What the hell's the point of that? I never knew what was going on. I mean, there's always the uh, you know the joke that you, hey, what are you doing? Walk in your wallet, hey. You know, what do you think it's gonna get away? Oh, but yeah, I I just never got it. I didn't. No, no. But uh, go tell us what happens with Wallace. Yes, well, Wallace is walking on the beach, and he runs into Harlequin and uh, El Diablo from the Suicide Squad. Uh, it's another book I El haven't Diablo. followed. El Diablo <laughs> seen, has been doing much We haven't it. seen El Diablo in quite some time. I'm like, El Diablo? Boy, this must be a, a D-rate freaking it's, thing. It's good to see you out and about, El Diablo. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's nice. Minute. That's nice. I mean, when they go to get a lady there, they send El Diablo with Harley Quinn. Like, right? they, they really don't have much going on. There you go, El Diablo. Yeah, they they fight. Uh, they uh, the squad gets the upper hand and they they take that girl and then there's a and there's an the explosion because they take the girl because Wally West shows up and says, yep. look, you know the squad is off limits. Barry says so, like they're allowed to operate and plus this is a wanted woman they're going after. We can't just yeah. interfere with everything. Like you know what? I don't like how much you're just you know you're like justifying the thing where you let the suicide squad a bunch of criminals operate you know this is not the way to be a superhero like even if it's just barry who says it and that leads into the other thing that i have a problem with because he calls him uncle barry in this and wallace west there's no reason that wallace should ever call him uncle barry since he's barely been dating iris no and and they they said that last issue of flash war when they were saying stuff they they almost made the same mistake there and i I don't know what they're playing with uh Hmm. but yeah i think it's there's just a flat out mistake in my mind yeah, but gotta uh, be, yeah. yeah and, and wally shows up and wally it, it's just a weird thing to him he's just here to be the voice of authority uh to get you know kid flash pissed off because he doesn't want to play the game oh. like this and and the, the whole deal is again you have the father thing where the suicide squad his dad reverse flash uh daniel west was on the suicide, the suicide squad yeah. and he blames he, the suicide yeah. squad for him dying yeah. And but also to me, it's almost like the Suicide Squad it ends up being a surrogate father of like, I don't want to be like them. And I'm going to, you know, take it because he finds out that where Wally's like, no, no, we can't deal with this, that it'll be taken care of. This is the way that the Suicide Squad works. He ends up going and finding out that they just straight up murdered this lady. She didn't and that's the thing is, I actually really was worried about this installment of our book because I thought it was just going to be Wallace West, you know, complaining as usual, like the whole thing where every time we think think he's a part of the flash family he's always finding a reason to separate oh, he's himself always upset and where i thought it was gonna be more bullshit like this he's actually justified by the end when yeah. he finds out this woman was straight up murdered it was a hit against her and he didn't help her because wally said not to yep. this is a great thing to 
actually separate him because he has justification. I'm like, and, all right. And it, yeah. yeah, and it goes forward with the whole idea of what this book seems just to not be, moping. where you even have that juxtaposition of the new Titans book where they are actually even in the Hall of Justice. They have their own yeah. room there, and they're going to be accepted as a like a, the, the lower squad of that, where you have Damien. And in that special, I mean, it's already come out, so it's not a spoiler. Uh, it's spelled out that Damien and the Teen Titans are on the run. They're like, oh, yeah. Damien, he's on the run, you know, oh, whatever. And and it seems as if this is pointing out not exactly on the run as much as, say, in their mind. Again, this is, you know, They're one guy's freedom fighter is. Yeah, well, well they strange. just, yeah. they think, yeah, and they think that because what Wally does in here, Wallace, uh, ends up, you yeah, know, kind of going with the authority is Wally here, but also the Justice League. That's thrown out. Oh, yeah. the you know, Barry, the Justice League. They're the end all be all. They whatever they say goes. If they say the Suicide Squad can work, then you got to let it go. And Wallace is like, this is bullshit. I'm going to go get this woman, and she's going to get a fair trial at least. He doesn't say I'm going to set her free. I mean, she's True. bad, but he says I want her to get a trial. She should get one. And when he goes, she's just straight up murdered, and it's a murder scene. And oh, yeah. uh, he's just like, this is bullshit. This is complete bullshit. And there's even like a Harley deal because he put a tracer uh, on them, and uh, you know, she even throws shade at him then, and he's just like, I- I'm not going to let this happen again. These no. grown ups tell. Telling me that my instincts are wrong, that's bullshit. My instincts are right. This proves it. And I, they're, they're going to be sorry if they get my way. And I, I actually like that. I actually like mm-hmm. – I don't like everything – I'm telling the Wally thing to me is the worst part uh, because it just kind of drags on. It, it seems to be the longest of the stories. Yeah. It may but not be. But I think it was needed it, for what we're going to have Wally. Yeah, no, it's doing. fine. Uh, but by mm-hmm. the end and that ending of leading in the Teen Titans, I really like because – Wallace West, I, I, and I'll tell you every time I say it, I have to fucking smirk because I hate <laughs> Wallace. I hate saying, but you have two Wallace, and out of nowhere they said, but Kid Flash, like Eric said, he needs something to get him going and something for him to be about because yeah, really all he's yeah. been about before is complaining that he's, you know, and he's, I mean, really, he's the third wheel. Of, of the flesh the avery i think yeah, gets, gets better he yeah. even knew there was three wheels involved. i know and then avery comes people like her more uh i will <laughs> also say that i really thought i i forgot about this where you do have the funny thing where harley does call him the politically correct the PC flesh, flesh. <laughs> and that made me laugh so much i was like that is so funny that it's just thrown in there uh, and that it it goes with the whole deal where you, you almost Harley is like having a puppet as a comedian. You can have Harley say anything she wants anything. because it's Harley. <laughs> so it may it actually made me laugh so much there. Uh, but yeah, I, when when it ends where you know Kid Flash finally has something like this is bullshit. Like because uh, I, I even we're gonna get that Daniel West nonsense still. You know uh, this, but no, it ends up being a little different. And I really I really appreciate it that they did that. Then they just have the they have the epilogue and. It's it's just Damien, you know, talking about I need a team. We're not going to be gracing hand-me-downs. We're going to get a powerhouse, uh, you know, somebody who's moldable. And you get some of these new uh, people yeah. in there. And Single yeah. panel. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because you get these little, you know, single panels of them. We got more of them in that Teen Titans little, you know, prelude thing that we had <laughs> at the end of a couple comics a couple weeks ago, which made me laugh. But I actually liked it. I really did. I know, again, a lot of people didn't, but I mm-hmm. liked it. I liked the, the 
the more grittier tone. It the means serious something. tone of the book. And, and I really appreciate it. The problem with the Teen Titans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's something. It's we something. Have direction. Right. Yes, yeah, and have that's direction, the problem right. is you have a Titans book already, and that Titans book was nonsense too throughout mm-hmm. this whole rebirth, if you ask me. And now it seems to be changing a little up. We're gonna. So you can't have just two books, a Teen Titans book and a Titans, but you have to have them different. You have to have something different. And I think that they did. You got to justify here. both. Yeah, yeah, sure. and, and you can't Absolutely. have both like, okay, now you get this room in the justice, you know, home of justice. <laughs> you can't do that, so you need something, and I actually like what I got here. I like Adam Glass, too. Uh, I actually liked his Suicide Squad. It was fun. It wasn't the greatest, but it was fun, uh, and I hope that that continues going on uh, because I would like that. He's also a big guy on Supernatural, Eric, so there you go. It probably well, who up, is uh, it? Well, I mean, he actually is like one of the main writers, and I think in executive producer i don't mean that he likes it he's just he's one of the guys but also he's I'm one sure of the he likes it he's one of the head guys of criminal minds and he ended up following us a little bit ago and i saw that and i went up to tanya i'm like hey this guy he he does these comics he's going to be doing teen titans coming up he's you know he does a lot on supernatural plus criminal mind criminal minds she got all excited all of a sudden i was like i'm a big thing now uh, but yeah, that, that ends it. I, I like the art throughout, uh, at points that progression in Amico's deal was a little off and she kind of did seem to change age when she dressed. But overall, I, I like this. Uh, what'd you give it, Chris? Um, you know, if, if I looked at it in a vacuum, I'd probably give it like a seven, but, uh, yeah. comparing it to what we had before, um, this is just worlds better than that. It is. Uh, oh, yeah. We have motivation here for the first time in, what, two years for mm-hmm. some of these characters, and yeah. uh, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Okay, I, I'm actually giving it a 7. I could go 7-5, and I'm with you the same way, and again... Um, the haters out there that are now shaking their fists at me and Chris, Chris <laughs> said it perfectly because a lot of people who read this did not read that other Teen Titans or dropped it. I think it. we're the only ones that did. That's the thing. We didn't get to drop it. We had to keep talking about it. And you kept having issues that had nothing to it. You had no yeah. reason why the characters were even a team still. They they were, you know, this and that. Wait, this actually didn't seem to be teams yeah, on yeah. there. Each three, sure. each three stories here, whether or not you think that it's the characters you know played out like you want them to be but at least i have motivation for these going forward and i'm interested to see what's going on so as a special and as something that you know gets me going to want to read the t- this is the best issue of teen titans i think we've read in rebirth and sure. i and so i i like i said i could go seven five i'm gonna go seven because of some of the discrepancies that it seems like adam glass just jumped on and that i don't blame him as much as I blame, again, editors, people around that, that read this. What are those? should have been able to, yeah, really, they, they should have pointed out no. the things. We have like but, three or four of them credited. Yeah. I just don't yeah, know if they yeah, do anything. I know. Uh, what, what do you give it, Eric? I would give this issue a 7.5 out of 10. Damn I really it. enjoyed the art. I'm going 7.5 then. I okay, want to go beautiful. up. Yes. I thought you were going to be more negative. I didn't want. No, no, I thought I was going to be I have between. Pro- I have problems with the continuity yeah. errors there. It seems like Adam Glass jumped on and didn't do his homework. Like you said, it could be an editor's problem, whatever. But this is the, like for the tone that he's given these characters and the team that he's given us. I'm really excited, and I've wanted to be excited about a Teen Titans book for a long time because I love the team when it's done properly. That last bit that Ben Percy did was nonsense through and through, and I yes. never actually felt like a team. But right here, the serious t- tone 
I really appreciate because not I don't want to tell you fucking Beast Boy doing his goofy bullshit. I don't need that anymore. Yeah. This is time for the Teen Titans to grow up and show what they got, and I can't wait for this era of the Teen Titans. Yeah, and is, isn't it great? Like you're reading this, and I'm just like, thank God Beast Boy's not even on this team anymore. Yeah, because, but we got him in Titans. Well, no, but th- again, you have him on Titans, which it seems like they want to now make him a little They're more mature. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's they a make, little. What am I, a mopey? Yeah, well, there you go, mature. He's, I mean, <laughs> he's not 40, Eric. He, he's now in the mopey teen stage of, say, a 17, maybe. I, I don't know. Actually, I was less mopey at 17. 15 was mopey for me. But, uh, yeah, that, that is that book. We're going to go off now to something, I'll say, because we are recording a lot of these things uh, all <laughs> like over the place. it's Mother Panic. Yeah, I believe we're going to go off and listen to Chris and Reggie talk about Mother Panic. Uh, so Gotham AD, I believe, is the uh, yes, the other is. part of that. Uh, what what number is it, Chris? Do you do you know number offhand? Number four of number six. Number four of six. Yeah, I know all those end at six. So, yeah, we're going to go and hear what they have to say about that once in every lifetime comes a love like this oh i need you you need me oh my darling can't you see young one darling with a young one a young one shouldn't be afraid to live love there's a song to be sung cause we may not Hey everybody, welcome back to the Young Animals segment on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And we have an Young Animal book to read for them today. Yes. What is it there, Chris? <laughs> this is Mother Panic, Gotham AD number four. This is Different Bat Channel, part four. Written by Jody Hauser with art by Ibrahim Mustafa and Jordan Boyd. And uh, we pick up, well, not exactly right where we left off, but uh, there is some forward momentum here. Because we do open with the news of Violet Page's return from the dead. Now, if you recall that in this Gotham, Violet was reported as among the dead in the Gatherhouse fire. If you'll also recall, it was revealed last issue that this Gotham's Violet survived and was being kept alive or just in a stasis in a fluid-filled tube by Gala's Collective. This newspaper report is about the surfacing of our Violet, though, yes. the one that we've been following for the past almost two years now. That's right, actually. Yeah, well, it's going to be 18 issues all, all told. <laughs> it wow. is, yeah. Now, in the first volume of Mother Panic, it was established that Violet Page was a dilettante or a celebutante, uh, basically famous for being famous. Nobody really knows how or why. No. Uh, so it would stand to reason that she would know how to work the media, and she does so here to announce her return. She also makes quite a societal splash upon her return, and it's not long before Gala and the gang catch wind that she's back. We shift over to Gala, who's talking to Violet's brother, Victor Page. They're both gobsmacked and annoyed at the news. It's not long before Gala puts two and two together and suspects this Violet might have something to do with that white witch that rescued the Oracle. And this is, like, really a scarily fast revelation. Uh, yes. Maybe our first sign of the uh, the six-issue squeeze that your po- animal is feeling. Possibly. Right uh, you know, don't want to assume too much, but, yeah, this definitely felt like a very Batman 66, you know, connection. <laughs> like, oh, maybe it's that, sir, you know? Yes, it's exactly that. <laughs> uh, now, uh, the pair, that is uh, Victor, and Va- uh, Victor and Gala, they check with Mr. Freeze to inquire as to whether or not anyone could have gotten a hold of the page DNA. 
Now, before Gala accuses Victor, that's Victor Page, not Victor Freeze, of spreading that DNA all over Gotham. So now we switch over to Jason Todd and his gang of irregulars, and he's referred here as as Lord Robin. Uh, he's being informed of the bat being reborn in the form of Mother Panic, and he is not into that idea at all. He sees himself as Gotham's sole savior and the inheritor of the bat mantle. Uh, and he really he does look basically like Red Red Hood looks now, as far as uh, you know, outfit and everything. He's got yeah, that, totally. that gray suit with the with the red yeah. bat on it. Uh, on the wall, we see that there's several familiar crucified characters, including Nightwing and a few Robins. And the newest bit of wall art is the Joker. So later, so he really has uh, left himself as the only heir he feels. <laughs> uh, later, Lord Robin calls for Jonathan Crane to meet with him, and there there are some fun bits of bat paraphernalia scattered around this office, uh, and an unto subtle copy of the Art of War. Crane is ordered to accompany that tiny Joker-faced kid we met last issue into the city and uses Scarecrow Toxin to sow a little chaos and fear. Mm-hmm. Now back at the Mother Panic, Panic compound, we have Fennec Fox, who's combing Mama Panic's hair. Fox talks about the machine that made her a hero as a reference to Milk Wars. That's the only damn book still talking about. It really about. is. <laughs> and, and, and using it in a way that like makes sense. You know? That it's works. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and they, this might... I, I, I don't want to go back and reread Shade the Changing Woman, but uh, this might be the only book that talks about it. I, I, I'm trying to think of other instances in season two of Young Animal where um, they've mentioned or alluded to it. Uh, I'll think about I mean, in, in Eternity Girl, they, they allude to a reboot. and Because that's, that's her whole thing. That's yeah. her whole thing is that she came from that reboot. I don't think they ever say Milk Wars. They just talk about no. it as the reboot or something. But, uh, Weird. Now, while, while Fennec is talking about her powers, Mama is using her powers and speaks of hearing screams. And she says they're coming faster and louder. And so Fennec decides it's time to go out and find Violet. And she finds her making out with some dude in a club. Yeah, I'm just kind of standing there looking at him. And he <laughs> why, gets, why is this girl yeah, yeah. Why is this girl staring at he us? He gets a little skeeved out. I don't blame him. <laughs> so uh, somewhere in Gotham, that Joker-faced kid kills a woman by throwing a knife into her eye. Uh, then this scarecrow comes out and scatters some toxin, which really starts freaking them out. You see, like, uh, the, what they're hallucinating. You know, it's all, all kinds of freaky Joker-ish. A puppet, a Joker with spiders on his face. There's, like, a pterodactyl Joker. Yeah. <laughs> people people are bugging out. So before long, Mother Panic and Fennec Fox arrive on the scene, and Violet jumps right into battle. Nearby, Fennec Fox refers to Mother Panic as her sidekick, and uh, then she slices the Joker kid's Achilles tendons. It just like, kind of slips right by. Uh, the kid goes down, and Fox is an earful from Mother Panic. She says they don't hurt kids, which is apparently the rule, although I think yeah. a kid can hurt a kid. Right, I think sure. that's the right. You yeah, know, as long as you, it should be you know like a three age, a three year either way, two or three year either way age <laughs> rule. That's how it works. Now, uh, Violet etches a mother panic calling card into a nearby wall before they both leave the scene, and then we wrap up back at Jason Todd's office where the scarecrow reports their failure. And so, uh, you know, let the punishment fit the crime. Jason blows his brains out. Yep, it's got to be that kind of an outfit, I guess. You know, they cannot mm-hmm. tolerate any. Uh, Strike one, you're out. Yeah, that's it, you know. Uh, you know, he does not seem to have compunction against killing core no. characters, having strung all these guys up on his wall. The backup <laughs> is uh, Mother Panic telling Fennec Fox's story. I'm trying to get to it to remember what exactly yeah, it's, uh, it was. Yeah, it's 
it's like a te- it's a telling of mama panic about her about her being rescued from gala like gala becomes like a vine right yeah like a, with a, a gala head on, on like yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah i see it's, it's basically a retelling of that and it, it says in the end that uh gala is you know that he tells it as if she's a sleeping beauty or something but obviously just means that she's sort of you know lurking in the background waiting to strike Yes, which we can assume will happen in the next two issues, since that's all there Very is to likely. it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I dug this issue. What'd you think of it, Chris? I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, we, we talked a little off the air. We we might actually miss this one. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot. A, there's a, a lot of stuff in it, like Fennec Fox, and even like stuff with her mother, and like sure the world they've built here. I'm interested in it. I want to see Absolutely. more of it, and. Uh, yeah, I think I think this is the one I'm really gonna miss. Uh, I'm like I'm like, damn, we only have two issues. So it's like, a, and you know, again, this is sometimes you know you you know too much about how the sausage is made; it can taint your perception. Sure. Uh, you know, we know that this was a truncated series at some point. This really does feel like they got to the point real really fast here. Yeah. Uh, you know, they Jason Todd. I believe he was kind of snuck in the end of last issue. Now suddenly he's the core member of the story. I was waiting for him to be like the next three issue arc. That's what uh, it uh, felt like. Yeah. yeah, that really is what it like. This was going to be the gala arc, and then yeah. Jason was going to. Uh, obviously, they're they're they. I feel like they're they're wrapping it up. Although, of all the books that we've read so far that are doing that, this probably handled it the best. Oh, this um, is the neatest and tidiest for sure. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I I don't. I'm not too mad at it. You know, I think this. This did an okay job. Uh, obviously, visually, it's the same as it's ever been this whole sure. season. It looks fine. Uh, there's one weird thing that you know mm. I wanted to. We did talk about this off the air. That um, I guess we could say we both agree that we I think we would like this better if it weren't for the superfluous cursing. Yeah, uh, it's really and it, and the reason is because it feels superfluous. It's not. It's always in frustration. You know, mm-hmm. it's always uh, and we can say it because we're on the weird science. You know, it's always fuck. Yeah, the Batman, or you know, shit, Gala is a bitch. Whatever it is, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it's never like you know, you know, we're in the shit now, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like where it would become part of dialogue. Uh, and if that's the case, we already have a storytelling device in comics to show that, and it's a string of characters. It's yep, it's uh, like Hubert speak. Exactly, and that would work perfectly fine. I, I don't. It, mm-hmm. I feel like I this seeing the curse just lessens the impact. It seems. This isn't this isn't a kids book either way, you know. Sure. I'm not saying we could take the curses out and, and I'd hand it to my uh, you know seven year old niece or something like that. <laughs> I uh, you know, but I, it just feels churlish, I guess is maybe the word yeah. I want to use if I want to sound like a real jerk <laughs> about it. But uh, yeah, but I think it, the it curses seems, might attract a certain audience. They might. <laughs> do you really? But, but I wonder. You know what I mean? Uh, if the story is good, the story is good. That's a, you know what I mean. And and you could and she's still a badass. She still you know mm-hmm. takes takes things places Batman won't and whatever. And sure. her, her world is very different and a lot darker. And that's I'm, I wouldn't change anything there. No, it's, it's just that little bit of dialogue that seems like all right. You know you, you're you're a, a bad girl. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I recently revisited the first issue of this, That's and right. uh, your, that was the on first your thing. Personal that... blog, Chris is on yes. for the earth.com com. Everyone, indeed. <laughs> no, that, that I found there that the one thing that jumped out at me was all the cursing, and yeah. uh, I said there it's like, like when I was thirteen, I might think that was cool. You know, like it's like, ooh, I'm reading something mature, but 
as you know a 30 something right now it's like i wouldn't want my wife to come across that and be like wow this is what you read yeah really <laughs> you know because she wouldn't pay attention to the story not really caring about the characters she'd be like wow they say the f word a lot just you know and it's whatever for no you know reason what I mean? uh it's just you know what i mean it's if it was a team of like if, if violet page was like 13 Sure. Yeah, I, they, it might make perfect sense because when I was thirteen, I I couldn't stop saying that. Every shit, other you word. Know what I mean, but, <laughs> uh, it's just it just doesn't. Uh, it, whatever. It's it really is a petty thing though. It's not destroying the book, but it's funny. It does kind of like lessen my attachment to it. Absolutely. Uh, so what 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 do you what's your score for this one? I give this one a very solid eight out of ten. I think I go the same way. You know, I think I could probably be maybe. Uh, coerced even up to 8.5 reluctantly, but I could definitely sure. give it an 8 with uh, conviction. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think this is this season, and you don't need to read the, the first season, even though or whatever you want to call it, the first volume. Uh, even though it probably would fill in a little bit of backstory, but they, they do a good job of presenting the, the full character here. And uh, really, it's all about Fennec Fox, isn't it, Chris? That's what it is. Doing. She's the the sensational character find of whatever year <laughs> that we right. found her in. I think it was. I think it was this year, maybe 2017, 2018. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> uh, yeah. So good. Good job to the creative mm-hmm. team here, and to Gerard Way, who I'm sure had a lot to do with it. Oh, tons. Uh, next week we have another book. What is that one, Chris? That is the penultimate issue of Shade the Changing Woman. Yeah. And it's uh, it's worth noting that it shows and solicits as Shade the Changing Woman number five of six. Yep. So I guess we're uh, we're throwing, you know, the ongoing is gone. It's, it, we're in full miniseries. Oh, yeah. They're, own, they're owning up to it. And, and for that reason, you can look for the numbers on the fifth and sixth issues of these books to... Literally fall off a cliff. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, I don't. Really, yep. We did do numbers recently; they weren't that great. They're no. going to be. They're going to be numbers that are almost unbelievable. That you may not have ever seen them. in comics yeah. before. We're going to need a magnifying glass. Really, you know, you're like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know they could print five issues, but okay. But uh, <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's what they did. So, uh, yeah, but we'll we'll definitely be hitting that up, and we are coming very close to the conclusion of the Young Animal pop up imprint, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when that when that wraps up, we'll probably do a post mortem on that too, and that'll oh, for sure. that will be that. But uh, I think that's all we got from this week. Chris, got anything else for him? I'll do it. Till next time, folks. I want you to keep it young and animalistic. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide. Good morning, good night, wherever you are, whenever it is. I hope you're doing well. Uh, This is Jeremy, and I'm here with Jeremy's JLA Jamboree Edition 4. It's been a little while, uh, but it's time uh, to roll back the years and uh, see what our beloved heroes have been up to. We're going to look at an issue of the Justice League of America, which I... Uh, first encountered as a uh, as a teenager. Uh, it's cover dated April uh, 1983. That's a long way back in the annals of time. I thought I'd, I'd choose this. This is the first part of a four-part story. 
Uh, and we've just had the uh, the Into the Microverse, Panic in the Microverse uh, storyline. I said we just had it. We had it last year uh, in Justice League of America. Uh, I actually quite enjoyed bits of that. Um, there were there were some interesting ideas. Uh, it all got a bit. It 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 was structured weirdly. You know what I'm saying? It was that that big sort of flashback issue, uh, sort of half halfway through the series. What was that about? Don't really know. Uh, probably could have come up with a better way of of getting that background information to to readers. Good old Mister Orlando. Uh, so I, I thought we'd we'd have a look at and uh, we'd have a look at one of the times uh, the creative team on uh, on Justice League of America. Uh, tackled a similar topic. Uh, I'd like to point out this is into the microcosmos, not into the microverse. I'm not sure whether there's a there's a major difference there, but you know it's it's worth pointing out. This is all pre-crisis on infinite earths anyway, so it's all it's not in continuity, or is it? We don't know. That's one of the wonderful things about uh, about DC. Um, this particular issue, uh, as I said, came out in April 1980, or cover dated, I should say, in April 1983. Uh, it has a lovely George Perez cover. Uh, George Perez was doing the covers for JLA back then. Uh, he was, of course, uh, for a while, he was the main artist on JLA. And then they got Don Heckin, uh, who penciled this, uh, this issue. Uh, anyway, it's got a, it's got a nice Perez, uh, cover. Uh, it's a cover of uh, the atom in the background, and he's big. He's kind of sort of larger than the uh, the JLA members floating in the foreground. Uh, but he's outlined in uh, he's kind of semi-transparent, and his uh, his lines are kind of outlined in white. Uh, and that is because behind him there is the black of. It looks like a star field, but there's some weird kind of stuff going on in the background. It, it's all very odd, and it's very dramatic. It's very, you know, say what you like about Perez. Uh, he's a fantastic artist, and uh, he's uh, he's done a fantastic job here. You've got Batman, Green Arrow, Black Canary, Hawkman, and Red Tornado, uh, as well as obviously the Atom. And th- these are the these are the heroes we're going to get in this story. So. No Superman, no Wonder Woman, no Hawk Girl. Uh, there's a reason for Hawk Girl's absence. It's provided in a moment. Um, no, uh, who else was around at the time? Oh, Elongated Man. There's no Elongated Man. No Zatanna. Uh, for reasons which which will become fairly clear, this is a somewhat underpowered league, and there are there is a, a huge reasons for that. Um, so yeah, it's it's all kind of it's all kind of cool. I, I it's it's a great cover. And then we turn over the page, and uh, we get some some portentous Jerry Conway narration. And nobody quite does portentous narration like Jerry Conway. Um, Conway, of course, uh, you know, is probably best known as the guy who uh, who came up with with the Punisher character. But for me, he will always be connected with the Justice League. Uh, he was a long-standing writer of the JLA um, for the best part of a decade, really. I guess. I, I mean, he, his his stuff was uh, was pretty strong. I, I I liked his run on on JLA. It was a little bit hit and miss at, at times, but um, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it as a kid. 
Uh, as I said, we've got Don Heck on, on art with Romeo Tangal on inks. He was sort of a ubiquitous inker around about that time. I'm pretty sure he was uh, was inking the new Teen Titans as well uh, around about that time. So, uh, yeah. So we've got uh, our opening page. We've got the Atom tumbling. And this is quite clever art, really. It's, um, you know, you see him kind of in the distance. Uh, it's clear that he's moving. There's a little kind of... Um, uh, direction kind of curve of movement that's showing how he's moving and he's moving against the backdrop of a of a sort of weird kind of cosmic somewhat psychedelic um sort of environment there's uh what look like planets or sort of glowing balls of energy or whatever and then there are sort of shooting balls of energy around him as well it's all very kind of dramatic and uh, because Jerry Conway likes a bit of melodramatic narration, this is what we get. His name. He must try, for his sanity's sake, to remember his name. If he could just remember his name, he might know who he is. And if he knows who he is, then he'd know where he is, and how in the name of madness he got here, wherever here is. That's a nice little bit of mystery building. Uh, there's also uh, some sort of fairly interesting kind of logical assumptions. I'm not entirely sure <laughs> that just if just because you know who you are, you would necessarily know where you are. There's a whole host of reasons I can think of 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 why not knowing who you are also doesn't have any bearing on whether you know where you are or not. But anyway, we turn over the page. We get a double page spread. Oh, it's lovely. It's it's just sort of chaotic kind of weirdness. Um, sort of. These balls of energy, planets maybe, who knows, uh, sort of spinning around. It's all very, very nice. Uh, it's Anthony Tollin who's on colours. John Costanza is, letter, is the letterer, by the way. And Len Wein, the great late Len Wein, is the editor. Uh, so we have a roll call. Uh, which is cool. Uh, and top of the roll call is the Batman. I always like it when... I always like it when they use the uh, the the definite article. It's like there's no mistaking this this hero. There's only one of them, and it's the it's the Batman. Uh, then we've got Hawkman, we've got Red Tornado, we've got Black Canary, Green Arrow, and of course the Atom, who we're seeing at the moment looking lost and uh, quite you know freaked out. Uh, fortunately for us, uh, although not. Uh, fortunately for for the atom, because he can't see it, uh, there is the title of uh, this issue, which is Into the Microcosmos. So even though the atom doesn't know where he is, we do, because we're (laughs) we're told it by the title. So that's all good. Right, then we get to the... uh, There's a little inset here, and we get the uh, JLA satellite spinning around the Earth 22,300 miles the satellite headquarters of the Justice League. I have to keep telling myself he's still alive. I just wish I could believe it. Why don't you start at the beginning, Hawkman? Okay, so we're going to find out exactly what's going on. And uh, as was often the case in the 1980s, uh, in the pre-Crisis League at any rate, uh, people sat round a table discussing things. I, I, I think if it's one thing that we don't get enough of, uh, in Justice League comics nowadays, it's people sitting around a table 
having a chat. We need more of that. Uh, it's Batman who's speaking. I have a feeling Batman is the uh, is the chairman at this point. I could be wrong. And tell us exactly what happened, step by step, from the time you arrived at Ray's house. And then we get uh, Carter Hall. Here he is. He's talking about his encounters with Ray Palmer uh, that has led to this uh, this current crisis. Ray Palmer and I have been friends for years. We shared several adventures as the Atom and Hawkman. And uh, there's an editor's note starting in the Atom number seven. I think that's like 15 years before that. If you if you can find that issue, good luck to you. Okay. And when Shayera disappeared months ago, he was one of the few people on Earth I felt I could count on, even though I never had need to ask for his help. Maybe that's what true friendship means, just knowing that someone is there, not needing to test it. Anyway, when Shera and I were reunited, Ray was the first person I wanted to share it with. But when I called his home, Ray wasn't in, and his wife, Jean, seemed almost hysterical. And so we've got a uh, a flashback here. What's kind of interesting about this is, is that uh, the artist, uh, Don Heck, has decided to uh, draw Hawkman uh, with his his mask kind of kind of off his face, so he's kind of wearing it back on his head, so you can see his face, which is kind of which is kind. Of, I can't ever imagine Batman doing that. I, I don't know. That's kind of interesting. Carter, you've got to talk to him. He won't listen to me anymore. Easy, Jean. I'll be there in an hour. Where is he now? At his lab. Where else? He's obsessed, Carter, and it's got me worried out of my mind. Wait there. I'm on my way. And so this is uh, Carter's at his desk. Uh, Shara is... I don't know what Shara's doing. Shara's doing something in the foreground. She's she's moving... Uh, is she dusting? I don't know. She doesn't have a, have a duster in her hand or anything. She's just moving kind of ancient artifacts or something. Who knows what she's doing? I would say that she's cataloging them, but but it, there's no there's no means of recording <laughs> anything... She's just holding on to these artifacts. That's you know, she's like yeah, she likes she likes touching things. She's very tactile. That's that's what she is. Okay. So we then get this, which is kind of interesting. Naturally, Shara wanted to come along, but this was one thing we couldn't share. Why not? And then he says, Friendships are delicate webs. Some can bear more strain than others. But if the strain is great enough, even the strongest friendship can tear like so much gossamer. So the, are we supposed to, you know, take from that that, that if Shara comes along, she's going to wreck uh, Carter and Ray's friendship? Is, 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 that, is that what this is? Bearing in mind this is a friendship that he's just said he's never had to test. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Okay. Leave the girl at home. This is boys' stuff. I wondered how strong a web we had spun. It seemed I would soon find out. And you see him flying out of the window. Uh, It's revealed that uh, Carter, wherever he's working, he has large kind of French windows, so they they open fully, uh, which is useful uh, for... 
uh, for leaving as Hawkman, I guess. Uh, so the scene then shifts uh, to Ray Palmer opening uh, the door of his house, and uh, Carter's already waiting for him inside, and he's kind of sat down. And he's got his mask off his head again, so you can see his face fully. And he's kind of sat down with uh, with one leg sort of raised, uh, resting against something, and one arm on the... He's very relaxed, is, is what I'm saying. And he goes, hello, Ray. <laughs> Even if Gene hadn't warned me, I would have seen at a glance that Ray just wasn't well. Well, yeah, because the way Heck draws him, he draws him like a complete madman. Uh, he's got sort of sweat coming down his uh, his forehead, and his eyes are wild and staring. Carter, what are you doing here? It was Jean. She sent for you, didn't she? Of course she did, Ray. She's worried about you, and frankly, now that I've seen you, so am I. Get your hands off me! Ray, this is Katar, remember? I said get your hands off! Oof! And uh, the atom punches Hawkman in the stomach. I say the atom. He's not. He's not dressed as the atom at the moment. Ray Palmer punches Hawkman in the stomach, uh, which I'll be honest with you, probably hurt him actually, because you know Hawkman's pretty ripped. He knocked the wind out of me. I don't know whether I was more stunned by the impact of the blow or the fact of it, but in any case, by the time I recovered, Ray, it was too late. Maybe it was already too late when I'd arrived. Mm, maybe so. And we see uh, the atoms shrink down, and he leaves by the window. Nobody. Uh, okay, it, it seems to me that there's there's a there's a thing happening here where, uh, if you are in civilian garb, you come through the door. If you are in superhero garb, you have to leave by the window. That that seems to be a thing. Anyway, gone. His lab. He must have gone back to his lab at Ivy University. Now, this is really weird, right? Because, because earlier on, <laughs> earlier on in, the, in, in that scene, there's no sign of Jean, right? There's no, Jean's just not there. She's not in any of the panels. And now she turns up just as Ray goes. I, I, I'd have thought, you know, Jean, might it be a good idea for you to have a go at kind of uh, reasoning with your demented deranged husband might that not be a good idea I don't, I don't know just leave it to leave it to the hawk guy leave it to the guy uh who's you know mostly bird-chested and has hawk wings on leave it to him he'll calm him down mm. what's this all about gene you didn't have a chance to explain two months ago ray planned to give a paper at the international physical year symposium you know Ray's never gotten the peer acclaim he felt he deserved because so much of his work as the Atom must remain secret. This paper was supposed to be his breakthrough. It was going to establish him as a top-line physicist, right up there with Hawking's. Perhaps it would have. But someone else gave an almost identical paper just before Ray was to speak. There was no question of plagiarism. Uh, but interestingly, interestingly enough, plagiarism is spelt incorrectly here. Mm. P-L-A-G-E-R-I-S-M Which is wrong, English people There you go It was just one of those awful situations Where two scientists duplicate each other's work Ray must have been crushed Broken hearted Naturally the other physicist would have shared credit with Ray But Ray never gave him the chance He left the symposium without reading his paper And when he came back here He threw himself into his work Something had slipped inside of him a sense of proportion, a sense of balance. He became obsessed with secrecy. He even became suspicious of me. 
You know, I once had a nervous breakdown, Hawkman, from too much pressure and other things. I recognize... Oh, sorry. As told in Atom and Hawkman number 45, Len. I recognize the signs in Ray. I tried to talk to him, but he, he wouldn't listen. He became worse. Fired his assistants, kept his lab door locked, wouldn't come home until late at night. Finally, when you called, I knew I couldn't keep it to myself any longer. You did the right thing telling me, Jean. All the way through this conversation, uh, they've been flying over uh, wherever it is the atom lives. And uh, it's also a nice kind of uh, wintry, picturesque scene. The lake is, or the river is frozen and the houses are covered in snow. So we're back at uh, at Ray's lab here. All this time we'd been flying to Ray's lab, and now we'd reached it, the only spot of life on the deserted campus. Whatever Ray had been working on, it seemed obvious it was almost finished. And there's a, uh, a strange humming sound coming from this rather ominous-looking uh, device in the middle of the laboratory. Uh, it's got a base with kind of concentric circles on it, and above it uh, there's uh, a large kind of circular... A heavy-looking sort of array. Um, we don't know what's going on there. There, Kata, over by the control panel. He was there, working with frantic haste, like a man pursued by unseen demons. And you see the atom, and he's not—he's—he's—he's he's, he's shrunk down at this point. And so he's kind of—he's uh, throwing switches and pressing buttons and what have you, as the atom, as a as a six-six-inch man or less, actually thinking about it. He must be about, I don't know, maybe an inch and a half high. Ray, darling, please, won't you come home? I promise everything will be all right. We'll have doctors to help you. Ray didn't seem to hear her. He turned and slammed down a button, and suddenly the hum we'd been hearing became louder. Everything moved quickly then. Neither Jean nor I had a chance to react as Ray dived between us. And he lands on this, uh, as I said, this kind of uh, this base of this machine with concentric circles. He looked back at us from the center of a glowing circle on the floor, and I swear he was laughing. Catch me now, blast you! <laughs> and then the base comes rushing down, and there's steam kind of coming out of it, and... It's uh, It looks tremendously dangerous. And Jean goes, Oh, my God! And uh, the the sound effect here is Fazoom. I'm not sure whether that's an appropriate sound effect for this moment, uh, because it comes crashing down, and in the next instant, Ray had vanished. So um, the machine kind of has done whatever it's done, and Ray has gone. We found Ray's com- and we're back on the uh, we're back on the on the satellite. We found Ray's computer codes locked in a safe, and using them, I accessed the lab's main memory bank, which is how I learned where Ray may have gone, assuming he's still alive. And we've got Green Arrow now. So we've had a lot of monologuing, basically, uh, from uh, Hawkman, and now we've got Green Arrow. Cheerful. That's your middle name, right, Hawk? What are you saying we should do? Take up a collection for his funeral? And uh, and Black Canary's not impressed with that. And she says, keep it zipped, Ollie, just this once. Red Tornado chips in. You have something to show us, Hawkman. I do, Red Tornado. This simulation, taken from Ray Palmer's lab computer, it shows what he was working on. A new method of travelling into a world that most of us never think about. 
the microcosmos. Do you know why we don't think about it? Because we don't even know it exists. Fancy that, the microcosmos. And uh, there's a there's like a a picture kind of beamed up onto the onto the screen and it's of sort of you know flashing lights and and shooting molecules and all this kind of stuff <laughs> it's difficult to know what to make of it but but green arrow is impressed because he says oh boy and batman says it's clear what we have to do of course it is batman of course it is green arrow says to you it's clear to me it's mud black canary we have to follow him in there. But is that even possible? Red Tornado. The microcosmos is vaster in relative size than our own physical universe. Each moat of dust contains a subatomic cosmos. How will we know which cosmos the atom has chosen for his sojourn? We might search for an eternity, yet be no closer to finding him than we are now. Reddy's got a point. It's not like skip tracing a deadbeat. Where do we start? Come on, Arrow, it's obvious. We start in Ray Palmer's lab at Ivy University. And that's Black Canary. I, I, I kind of like... The characterization here is pretty cool. Um, you know, the, the kind of relationship between uh, Black Canary and, and Green Arrow is 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 pretty well done here. i got to be honest with you. I think Heck, uh, Heck draws a very good-looking uh, Dinah Lance. She, she, looks, she looks pretty good there. A hum of electronics and a transporter beam stabs 22,300 miles to the earth below. Brief moments later, Jean, I am back, and I brought some friends. Greetings come awkwardly, like introductions at a wake. Hmm, that's a, that's a tad heavy-handed there, Jerry, old friend. No one knows what to say, so wisely little is said. It's a good job, because then you'd have to think up some dialogue, wouldn't you, Jerry? Until, and Batman says, we may be in luck. There seems to be an automatic tracking control on this device, adjusted for a predetermined setting, similar to the computer tracking systems used by radio telescopes. I'm activating the program. And uh, basically, okay, w- w- this is this is what I really like about about this particular setup. So you've got Batman kind of doing the kind of high level explanation, right? For those of you who are interested, and in any case, it sounds kind of cool, you know. All the things, oh yeah, tracking on radio telescopes, yeah, that kind of makes sense. And then you've got Green Arrow in the background going, "The gizmo's starting to glow. I love it. It's great." Uh, and indeed, the gizmo is starting to glow. Uh, the machine is kind of glowing, um, and uh, there's a humming sound uh, as it starts to fire up. Black Canary says to uh, to Jean, "We'll bring him back, Jean. That's a promise." <laughs> Green Arrow says, "Cut the schmooze, Canary. We got a train to catch." <laughs> he's like the he's like the most unreconstructed male you'll ever see in comics. It's amazing. Jean uh, Palmer says, "Good luck and thank you." And uh, and so quite wisely because because they're, they're the most interesting characters in the comics so far. Uh, the focus is on Green Arrow and Black Canary as they're standing beneath this this heavy kind of array above them, this heavy piece of machinery above them that we last saw coming to slam down on on the atom. Um, and they're standing above it. Uh, Batman's kind of in the background, just kind of looking <laughs> looking up at it like I don't know about this. <laughs> it's too late, bats. You've You've made a decision now. Uh, and then you've got Green Arrow and Black Canary in the, in the foreground. 
Green Arrow turns to her and says, what do you think, pretty bird? Will it work or just go splatto? <laughs> and Black Canary says, just once, Green Arrow, just once. I wish you'd shut up. And then she's cut off because the machine comes down with a, another fazoom, which is still not entirely the right... I, I, I want something with a bit heavier than fazoom, but anyway, not to worry. And so you see various sort of particles of energy fly off and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, and Jean's covering her face in a nice kind of insert panel. Um, and then we've got we've got more Conway, Conway narration. I kind of just I love this stuff. I really do. I, I I love it. Insanity claims them like a mother embracing a long lost child. <laughs> that's wrong. That's 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 not a good image. Not a good simile, that. If uh, if one of my students had come up with, with that, I'd, I'd send it back. I'd say, no, redo that, please. In that embrace, they forget themselves and their world. They forget why they are here and who they are seeking, and they are like babes newborn. Ah, uh, okay. So the insanity and the childhood, I can kind of see where you're coming from there, Jerry. Um the whole thing about memory is important in this story as we will see and they begin to float towards a what appears to be a sun with a uh, with a planet orbiting it uh, and they're they're falling through some kind of gas uh, there must be some kind of atmosphere because the red tornado uh sort of is aware of the fact that he's catching fire and he's thinking, yes, because thought bubbles, thought bubbles are still a thing in the in, in the early eighties. And he's thinking to himself, "This is fire. I'm on fire. How did I get here? And where is here? Landscape looks completely unfamiliar. I will concern myself about such details later. At the moment, I must concentrate on survival. Quite right, too." And not only my personal survival, but that of my comrades in danger, whoever they might be. <laughs> so he's kind of falling through the air with other other strangely costumed people. And although he doesn't know who they are, he realizes that they must be comrades, which I makes sense, I guess. Uh, so he catches Green Arrow in one hand and Black Canary in the other. Hawkman is falling. He wakes up. And uh, this is what he says. Winds blasting me, forcing me awake. But the air smells so strange, so alien. This isn't Thanagar. But if I'm not on my home planet, then where am I? Hey? And he sees Batman. Batman's falling as well. You look familiar, masked man. I want to talk with you once we're both safe on solid ground. Ah, he wants to talk with Batman. It's a good job this isn't a Tom King comic, otherwise he wouldn't get very much out of him. Here's some more narration. A fine, fresh scent of flowers sweetens the noontime air. Even here, on the ridge of a towering mountain taller than Earth's highest Himalayan peak, for miles in all directions a far horizon shows no signs of habitation, human or otherwise. They are alone, or so they imagine. And this is a fairly typical kind of alien landscape. There's some kind of scanty, weird alien undergrowth. Uh, it's mostly rocky and barren. Uh, so that's that's all okay. Uh, the also they imagine uh, is 
uh, is over uh, a pair of eyes that are staring out at them, and the eyes are rendered sort of completely... You just see the eyes, everything else is black. Uh, And they're they're kind of... I don't know, they they, they look sort of weirdly Egyptian, actually. It's, It's very, very odd. Anyway, we'll find out who they belong to in a minute. Uh, Green Arrow is coming to his senses, and we know he's coming to his senses because there are there are nice little kind of little uh, sparky dots of light sort of hovering around his head, and he's he's trying to shake his head to to clear it. Man, I feel like somebody's run me through a wash and rinse cycle. Got all this cotton between my ears, making it hard to remember. And then he spies Black Canary. Hey, but I remember you, sweetheart. Uh, I think. Black Canary. I can almost see an image in my mind. An image of someone dressed in blue and red. Someone important. Yeah, I've got the same picture in my head, too. There was a symbol, something something like this. And she starts to draw the atom symbol on the ground with a, a handy stick. And suddenly, uh, a, a bolt of something wipes the image away and we hear the words Golther's mark the sign of death green arrow who the and we get our first our first meeting with uh, a character called the wanderer and she's carrying a kind of magic staff in her hand it's a staff with a large kind of crystal on the top of it she's hooded and she's wearing robes my name is of no importance in these domains, yet if you must have a name, you may call me Wanderer. Um, Wanderer's not a name, sorry. It's kind of a title, but whatever. And what shall I call you in turn? And then uh, Batman's kind of looking at her with this kind of fixed grin on his face and saying, well, Wanderer, I'm afraid we might have a problem there. Because they can't remember who they are. What well, what I will just say, right? Okay, uh, we then get a uh, a panel with them all sort of sat around a campfire, and it did it. It does occur to me that they could have a pretty good guess at who they what their names are just by looking at them. Because because you've got Batman who's dressed like a bat and has a bat symbol on his on his on his chest you've got hawkman who's dressed like a hawk and has a a hawk symbol on his chest and he's got wings you've got green arrow who's holding a bow and he's caught he's he's clothed all in green and he's got arrows in a quiver on his back so those three right there i i think you could probably guess who they are i think they could have a good guess so you're some kind of bat man aren't you oh yeah yeah batman yeah that rings a bell Night falls quickly at this altitude, bringing with it a sky strangely empty of stars, yet filled with other lights far stranger. For many hours the strangers talk, exploring their scattered remains of memory. Uh, It's not quite Orlando standard, but it's not good. Uh, Seeking answers to questions they can't quite remember. Seeking answers to questions they can't quite remember. Okay. Uh, Red Tornado's talking. Now you know what we know, Wanderer, which, sad to say, is not much. Still, like a shadow, it gives a hint of hard reality. 
you have come a great distance to find and help a friend. Your friend bears the mark of Golther, he who has usurped the triple bands of power in my liege land of Larashar. Golther's citadel is the port city of Chanar, not many hours' march from here. If we start at first light, we can reach it by... And then they are interrupted by huge, massive, savage orcs. Except they're not really orcs. They are uh, purple armor-wearing lizard men, and they're about eight feet tall. They are Golther's devil guard, and the reason we know that is because the wanderer shouts out, Golther's devil guard! Green Arrow turns around and says, Terrific! Where did they come from? The Wanderer says, They hunt me, Green Archer. No, it's not Green Archer! It's not... You're so close! You're so close, you're almost there! It's not Green Archer! Green Arrow! Green Arrow! You almost got it! Ah, dear. They hunt me, Green Archer, but now that they've found me, they'll be sorry they did. And her staff is put to good use, and she kind of slams one of them in the stomach with it, uh, and then uh, does some kind of interesting sort of martial arts move and flips it over. It's all pretty cool. And then the Justice League, they may not know who they are, but they know uh, they know what they're doing when it comes time to attack. So, I'm going to just gonna go through these two pages with you because they are kind of cool. Uh, Hawkman, it looks like your fight is our fight, Wanderer. Yeah, it does. Uh, although, to be fair, she's kind of involved you in it, hasn't she, really? But anyway, not to worry. Um, and so he kind of attacks from above, uh, grabbing uh, one of the Devil Guard by uh, his head. Uh, then we've got uh, Batman has decided to use his cape like a matador's cape. Right, and he's saying one thing is certain about this golfer character, though he doesn't hire very bright help. And uh, the devil god kind of rushes for the. Why is the devil god rushing for the cape? The cape is blue. The whole point about about. I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe blue is like a thing that enrages them. I have no idea. Um, you know, the whole point about Matador's capes is that they're red and, you know, red rag to a ball, all that business. Batman's cape is blue. To be fair, Heck, Heck does draw a good sort of Matador-type Batman uh, as this uh, this creature goes for his cape and then slams his head against a nearby rock. Uh, Black Canary is kind of taking on two at once uh, and she's kind of acrobatically dodging their axes. Their axes are glowing, by the way. I'm not sure what's going on there. Are they electrified or something? I'm not really sure. Anyway, um, so she says, smart or not, they mean business. Serious business. And one of them narrowly misses her with the axe. And um, the, green arrow, the green arrow... This is kind of interesting. He's, he's kind of looking at, at Black Canary and goes, so do we, pretty bird. I found this arrow tucked away with the others in my quiver. Should be kind of interesting. Watch. And it's a, uh, it's a, it's a sticky thread arrow, apparently, uh, which bursts uh, apart uh, as it gets near its, uh, its target. And it manages to cover uh, two devil guards in kind of sticky kind of encumbering thread so there you go um red tornado may i assist it's not your fight stranger that's the wanderer i can handle these two alone it may not have been our fight to begin with wanderer but we have shared confidences and that has made us allies of a sort 
In addition, may I say, I like your style. Oh, Red Tornado likes her style, does he? Very nice. Um, and so he slams one of the devil guards down with a tornado blast. And uh, the Wanderer finishes off the other one uh, and says, And I like yours, my friend. Hiya! Uh, this is all pre Zena. <laughs> so that's all good. Um, a flurry of dust, a gasp, and a sigh, and it is over. And so the Devil Guards are kind of all knocked out, basically. Hawkman. We won't have any more trouble with them for the next few hours. What did you call these creatures, Wanderer? Devil Guards. You've got to admit the name fits. That was Green Arrow. Why were they hunting you? I told you. Galtha sent them. If you have further questions, I suggest you ask them of him. On the morrow. And Green Arrow says, Phew, touchy type, isn't she? And Black Canary says, That she is. But after all, maybe she has good reason. And she looks at one of the unconscious devil guards. We get a nice kind of picture of them on this bridge that sort of spans this sea, um, leading them to this city. And it's all very, um, it's all very sort of elaborate and and kind of interesting. I, 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 it's around about this time, isn't it, that that DC had quite a bit of fantasy stuff going on. It, and there was Orion, Lord of Atlantis. There was Arax, Son of Thunder, and uh, there was, of course, the Warlord. And this this kind of ties in and, and, and sort of fits in with that genre uh, quite nicely. And there's a nice little bit of uh, a sort of visual detail here. They, they walk past these uh, supports for these bridges. And there are various kind of hieroglyphics kind of uh, carved into the supports, which is pretty cool. Dawn finds them in the foothills, the desert behind them on the far slopes of the range, a silvery sea before them. Between the hills and the sea, an ancient stone highway rises above the parched earth, bearing on its time-eroded surface the signs of a once-rich civilization. And Red Tornado is passing by, and he says, Fantastic. I don't think he means that sarcastically either i think he's he's being quite genuine there carter hall or katar hall i should say says this i feel as if these carvings should be important to me i i've studied similar ruins somewhere else batman things keep sliding in and out of my memory egypt this reminds me of egypt uh hawkman egypt I know that name, that land, but there's nothing named Egypt on Thanagar. Egypt's on Earth, in the Middle East. But this isn't in the Middle East. And where on Earth is Thanagar? Earth? Thanagar isn't on Earth. It's a planet, my planet, my home. But then why does Egypt sound so familiar? We've arrived, eh? Behold, Chanar mightiest city of Larashar. And so you get kind of a standard uh, science fantasy city, gleaming towers and citadels and what have you. It's, it all looks very nice. In the morning sun, the domes and towers gleam like newly smelted gold. Once this port was the hub of empire, and though there are clear signs that those imperial days are long, long past, still there is a sense of greatness here, as if majesty were the mortar that sealed the city's stones. 
That's a nice line. I'll give him that. Green arrow. Uh-oh. Call me a pessimist, but I got a feeling these jokers aren't about to roll out a welcome mat. And they're heading towards an archway into the city. And there are indeed guards there waiting to, to talk to them. Halt! Name your business and your sponsor! Our business is our own, that's the Wanderer. And as for sponsor, I am all the sponsor we need. Yes? Then let us see your face, sponsor. I, it's, that's a bit weird. We, we've had the word sponsor four times in two panels. It just feels a bit weird. You know, you know when, when, you, when, you, when you hear a word over and over again, and, and then it eventually it just becomes odd, it becomes strange. It's a bit like that. Anyway, she raises her staff in front of them, and she reflects light at them. And uh, it, it sort of um, kind of mesmerizes them, and, and they get in. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit like the Jedi mind trick, I guess. You'll see me when I choose to be seen, ape. By Ikara, my staff, I command you, let us pass. And uh, Green Arrow turns to Hawkman. Handy thing, that staff. Hawkman says, very. Soon, at the very centre of the city... There lies Galtha's citadel, from which he's ruled Chanar and Lara Shah for nigh on a hundred years. You see the symbol over the gate, the same sign you marked in the dirt when first we met. And so she's taking up the uh, she's taking them past a a high walled building, and uh, she's right. the 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 atom symbol is there, displayed prominently over these great double doors set into the into the wall black canary but that symbol couldn't have anything to do with the friend we came here to find not if it's been here for a hundred years the wanderer in any case it's the sign of Goltha's power it represents the force that made him ruler the fear that keeps him in power black canary a coincidence that's all it can't have anything to do with us and uh, this is this is a really good uh cliffhanger because uh it's a full page uh splash they're stood outside the gates in the foreground they're very their their figures are quite small the the wall you see the wall kind of between them and what's beyond the wall and what's beyond the wall is uh the atom but a giant atom uh and he's uh he's staked down a little bit like uh you know, like Gulliver's travels uh, when he uh, he ends up in Lilliput, and um, you know you've got all these sort of little people around him uh, trying to keep him sort of. He's he looks unconscious actually, uh, but they they've kind of strapped him down. Uh, so very kind of interesting ending to the the story. There are three more issues of this. I, it's it's kind of loose and flabby as a story, really. Um, but I I do kind of like it. Um, partly that's because of hex art, which is really kind of uh, dynamic and and sort of interesting. And he does a good job with with the characterization as well. Um, Conway's script isn't that great, but it, it it's telling a pretty decent story. Uh, or at least it's it's moving the story along, 
and and there is a kind of as an introductory as, a, as an introduction to this world as an introduction to the, the the main story it's it's pretty it's pretty decent um arguably i i suppose looking at it again i mean this is about the third time i've read it the last time i read it was probably about three or four years ago looking at it now it's hard really to argue with the notion that uh, that opening, that opening preamble with uh, Hawkman explaining uh, what's gone on with the atom and what have you, there's, there's, that takes way too long. That that that's like three pages, probably uh, longer than it needs to be. And um, the the, the toing and froing from Ray's lab back to his house, back to his lab again. We're never actually given an adequate uh, explanation as to why Ray goes back to his house in the first place. Um, it's all very odd, really. Um, that said, once they get to the microcosmos, uh, things pick up, and you do get this: uh, the, the fact that they don't know each other, um, but they still manage to fight well with each other is is kind of a, a little bit uh silly i suppose but but the the fact that that they have lost their memory means that they are they're exploring the world as um this world that they find themselves in they're exploring it as uh as kind of complete innocence in a way and and that's i i kind of like that i think that's a, that's a nice way of taking the reader with you um as you introduce this admittedly fairly sort of generic fantasy world uh to the reader but the big issue is kind of you know it, it's about friendship it's about getting getting their friend back and and you do get i mean i can remember reading it as a as a kid i mean i, I didn't get it when it came out i probably got it on back order when i was about 14 or 15 um i and i can remember reading this and, and coming to the end of, of this story and kind of thinking oh that's that's a problem because clearly Either the atom has been uh, has been captured, uh, and there's all these little kind of clues as to as to what's going on. So he's been in 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 that world for a hundred years. That's weird. Um, the fact that his size is different is also weird. So there's all these sort of like mysteries that are kind of being thrown at you at the end, which is which is kind of cool. And we haven't even met the bad guy yet. Um, the the bad guy and his and his bad daughter, uh, which is they're very much kind of modelled on uh, Ming the Merciless and and his daughter, whose name uh, escapes me. But it, it's uh, it, it's kind of pulpy sci-fi stuff, and it's uh, it's good. I enjoyed it, and uh, if you want to check it out, that was Justice League of America issue two hundred and thirteen from. Uh, the the dim and distant past of uh, April <laughs> April nineteen eighty three, but it's got enough about it to probably kind of check it out, um, and I would recommend that you do. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's inoffensive. It's uh, it's it's good fun. Not a bad way uh, to pass you know fifteen twenty minutes of your time. Right, well, that uh, brings it to a close for this week. Thank you very much for listening. I kind of went on a bit this this time around, but these these sort of 80s and 70s issues are pretty dense. They're certainly denser than than your Morrison stuff and certainly denser than your, than your new stuff. Uh, so that's what you get. Uh, I hope you have a great week. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening. 
if you haven't done so already uh please support uh jim and eric's patreon and it's well worth uh checking out well worth giving your your attention to and your money to they do a fantastic job so many uh fantastic podcasts it's uh well worth checking them out uh do do have a look at uh at the the patreon account because there's there's just so much good stuff there it's it's phenomenal uh anywho thank you very much uh you take care have a fantastic week i will see you next time bye bye What's up, guys? Josh Vermillion here. want to welcome you guys back for another week of Vermillion's Visions, where I interrupt all this DC talk to give you guys a review of a comic, a trade, actually, from not one of the big two of DC or Marvel. Usually try to stay away from those for the most part and go with some of the smaller companies, some of the more indie-type titles that creator owned a lot. Um, and this week, it's going to be Birthright Volume 1, Homecoming uh, from Image Comics. Uh, it's the first five issues of that series, and I'm kind of doing this in honor of the the Flash War that's going on right now, which I am enjoying the absolute hell out of. Uh, it's written by Joshua Williamson, art by Andre Brisson. We're gonna go with. Um, so I've read Birthright once in the past a while ago, and never got around to reviewing it on the podcast, but. Um, I figured now, with the Flash War going on, it was as good of a time as any, so I cracked it back open, gave it another shot, and I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, so I'm just going to dive right into the review here, I guess. So the first issue, the story opens with a dad, his name's Aaron, and a son named Mikey, playing catch out in a field on Mikey's birthday. Dad launches a ball real, real far for, for Mikey to chase down, and it, it rolls into the woods. Now, Mom, Wendy, uh, she calls Dad to let him know that she and Mikey's older brother, Brennan, are done setting up for Mikey's birthday party. So Mikey's dad tells Mom that they'll be home in a little bit. Um, they're just you know playing some catch, but he starts to get kind of concerned because Mikey hasn't come back from the woods yet. Aaron goes looking only to realize that Mikey is absolutely nowhere to be found. He just he just disappeared. Um, so the next bit of time passes real quickly. Police are searching for Mikey, and Dad's convinced that he's coming back, and he's trying to get everything ready for when he does. Brennan, he's hanging posters of Mikey to help get people to look for him, and a reporter is actually asking Aaron about the possibility that he killed Mikey, that Aaron killed his son out in the woods and is just covering for it uh, with this grief. Now, nobody believes Aaron that he didn't kill Mikey, honestly. Not the media. The police don't believe it. Not even his own wife believes it. Pretty much Brennan is the only one that, that, that trusts Aaron that he did not kill his son. So, a year passes and Brennan is still hanging up posters around school. You know, he doesn't want to give up. Another kid, he's a bully pretty much, uh, comes up and rips one down. Brennan loses his cool and jumps on top of this kid named Kevin uh, and just starts wailing on him. Brennan is eventually grabbed by the principal, but he gets free and takes off for home. Now, when he gets home to their extremely messy house, he finds his dad passed out with a bottle of liquor in his hand and divorce papers sent over from his mom. 
Uh, there's a knock at the door, which Brendan Brendan kind of assumes is is more reporters trying to get a scoop on whether or not Aaron killed him. But he opens the door to see a detective standing there telling him to get his dad and come with him. Uh, when Aaron and Brennan get to the office, they find he, they find that Wendy is there as well, and we'll just say that she is less than thrilled to see Aaron tagging along. But, you know, kind of not. D- didn't have a choice when a detective shows up to get you. Anyway, there are a couple little jabs kind of back and forth between the loving couple, but then we see what the detective brought them all the way down here to see. There's a man in the questioning room, fully clad in, in battle armor, claiming to be a dragon slayer from a far-off land. And at first, Wendy thinks this guy did something to Mikey, like, you know, is this the guy that killed him? But then Aaron pipes in and thinks that this man actually is Mikey. He recognizes him from when he was little and thinks that this is a grown version of Mikey, just, you know, older and more more badass. Wendy and e- even Brennan thinks that, that Aaron is crazy, but the tech, the detective thinks... There might just be a chance. They have had this man in the room all night, and his story still hasn't changed. According to this guy, this this bearded, leather, armor-clad guy, when he was a little boy, he was playing catch with his dad when all of a sudden a baby razor beak, which is this monster, it kind of looks like a cross between a lizard and like a lion or a tiger or something, comes up on him. Naturally, Mikey, being a little kid, scared shitless, but... Two kids with wings named Ansar and Rhea come swooping in and scoop him up. They fly him to safety, set him down, but he doesn't even get the chance to get his bearings when when an orc walks up to him, addressing Mikey as the Chosen One. Orc, uh, this orc whose name is Rook, explains to Mikey that they are in a land called Tyrannos, the meanest land in all of creation. The king of the land, God King Lore, is trying to get rid of all the citizens of Tyrannos and, and you know, rule rule the land. But uh, Rook explains to Mikey that it was prophesied that a boy from, from a different land would come to Tyrannos and defeat Lore, finally bringing peace to this land. Rhea, um, like I said, one of the kids with wings on her back that saved Mikey, is assigned to keep watch over him and make sure he doesn't get himself killed. Rook... And the other people of Tyrannos promised Mikey that he could return home to visit his family after he became the hero of the land and defeated Lore. So Mikey kind of, he worked his ass off to become the champion that the prophecy said he would become, and he killed King Lore. Now, all he wants to do is see his family. Now, hearing Mikey go over this story, Wendy, Wendy's real upset. Aaron fully believes that this man is Mikey and that he is coming home with the two of them today. He's also concerned with the fact that this could prove that he didn't kill Mikey. Aaron wants Mikey to be released and come back home immediately, but the police, they're not really complying. Um, they're, they don't believe his story. Um, Wendy doesn't believe this story. Brennan is having a hard time believing it. It's pretty much just Aaron and Mikey that actually believe that this is true. Now, they leave Mikey alone in the interrogation room, and um, when he is alone, Mikey, or whoever it is, looks at the mirror and hears a voice ask him if he's now alone. The issue, at least, there's no issue breaks in this trade itself, so I'm assuming this is where the first issue ended, um, ends with Mikey talking to this mysterious voice as his eyes turn red, and the voice belongs to basically the embodiment of 
evil who works with King Lore, um, and King Lore isn't really dead and has actually convinced Mikey to join his side and eliminate all of his enemies on Earth um, so that Lore can come over to Earth and claim it as his own as well as Tyrannos. So that's kind of where the first issue ends, and for the rest of this, we kind of get to see Mikey and Aaron trying to convince everybody else on Earth and, you know, Wendy, Brennan, the police, everyone, that that he is actually Mikey, while you also get some backstory on what Mikey went through when he first arrived in Tyrannos, you know, the baby Razorback, and um, just so you know, there was a mama Razorback, too, um, that attacked, and uh, let me just say, when you get to that page, the art is awesome. The art is really, really good throughout, but my God, the page with the with the mom Razorback that you'll get to later on if you do check this out, I want to say it's in like issue four or something. It is incredible. The art looks so, so good uh, when when Andre Bresson is drawing these, these monsters that are in Tyrannos. Now, um, you also don't really get entirely the idea of why Mikey changed sides and joined King Lore. Hopefully, um, I do plan on continuing this at some point, maybe not right away, because um, I have a bunch of other stuff that I want to read and continue on with, but eventually I do want to come back to this, and I hope to see more of why Mikey switched sides, which I'm assuming that you will. Um, so, it, it, it's a pretty fun story. It's There's a lot of action. It's very fast-paced, especially when, um, when it shows Mikey in Tyrannos, and at first, you know, he doesn't want to be this savior. He just wants to go home. You know, he misses his dad. He misses his family. He wants to know what's going on at home, but they don't really let him because, you know, they need him. But so you don't really get to see him transforming into this badass yet. Um, but you do see kind of the beginnings of, of what he was doing when he got there to, uh, Tyrannos. Now, like I said before, the art is really, really good. Um, some of the dialogue feels just a little bit forced. Um, it's really not that bad. Uh, there were just one or two occasions where I was like, okay, yeah, we, we, we get it. You don't need to go that far over the top with it. And I think that was more, maybe not forced, just over the top, you know, yelling their intentions or, you know, having to speak everything instead of, you know, letting the reader just assume, okay, this is what they're thinking. Um, but, you know... That's one of those places where I think because the art was so good that Joshua Williamson kind of could have let the art, you know, tell some of the characters' emotions and their thoughts instead of speaking them and voicing them all the time. But that's just a little thing. Overall, though, this story was a lot of fun, and it does make me want to continue on and see what happens next. Now, that being said, um, you know I talk about it all the time on this segment here. I love it when a trade especially a volume one tells a complete story that sets up more for later on and i can't say that this tells a complete story in these five issues it's kind of all entirely set up granted it is extremely fun set up and i did enjoy it quite a bit and it does make me want to keep reading i would have liked to see just a little bit more wrapped up in that fifth issue than what was it kind of leaves a lot of things hanging and doesn't really answer many questions but that being said, I did really, really enjoy this and had a lot of fun with it. And I think if you're looking for a good, 
just kind of action adventure kind of story that's like you know it has those quote-unquote medieval elements of you know fighting beasts with swords and axes and all that kind of thing no guns no you know um like lightning powers or magical powers really that i saw anyway um it was mainly just being a badass is what mikey does now granted that's not to say that there won't be magic introduced later on but from what i saw there were different creatures and different races of people that just fought and were awesome so if that's something that sounds like something you might like this is definitely going to be a good book to check out um i was kind of conflicted when i first went to pick it up um because at the time when it when it when i first heard about it i didn't know who josh williamson was i'd never read any of his books before um and the the concept sounded kind of cool but also kind of something that you know might be a little bit boring i guess or a little bit you know something that i've seen before but this is nothing like i've personally seen or read before so if if you're interested in what i've talked about so far i would definitely recommend recommend picking this one up i think uh this one's hard to score for me i think probably i'm gonna go with like an 8.5 out of 10 um and if i go on to read the second trade Um, That score could go way up or way down depending on how the second trade plays out. But just for this one in itself, I'm probably going to go with an 8.5. But that pretty much wraps things up here. Uh, So I want to remind everybody to head over to patreon.com slash weird science and check out the page. Support the guys if you can for not only all the work that they put in on the regular podcast, but also all the extra shows that you get for supporting them. You know, you get your your weekly Patreon spotlights. You got your your uh, your necessaries nonsenses. You've got um, your back issues. Your new Fifty Two reviews. Jim has issues with his wife. You got the Sales and Solicits podcast. All all the good stuff. And hey, this week uh, that their sellers dwellers even came out with a with a new podcast. And you know, speaking of the seller dweller, I don't usually point out the music that I put at the beginning and the end of these segments here. But this week, listen to the the ending song because when I was looking for songs to put along with this trade, I always try to find songs that kind of fit with the theme or with the title of the trade that I'm reviewing. And this week, the song is actually called Birthright. And the band that sings it, I had never heard of, but they are called Cell Dweller. Not quite Cellar Dweller, but I found that funny, especially considering the Cellar Dweller made his triumphant return this week. Um, so yeah, give that song a listen. I actually kind of like it. Um, it kind of surprised me. I was going to include it no matter what, just based on the name and the name of the band, but I do actually kind of like the song. So that pretty much wraps things up here. If anybody has recommendations for me, you can find me on Twitter at Vermillionaire3. Send the recommendations over, or you can, you know, find me in the Slack chat. You can send the recommendations to me there if you are a member of the Get Fresh Crew. But like I said, that's all for me. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to me this week. And I'm going to send it on back over to Jim and Eric. Thanks, guys.
Ah, oh, yes, Eric Shea, America's sweetheart. Or That's is, nice. Or is he? He is. is he? I'm not telling. Hey, we're here with Batman Beyond Mark. Hi, Mark. Hello. Hello. And that means, obviously, that we're talking about Constantine, right? Batman Beyond yeah, Mark I mean, equals of course. Constantine. I mean, there's so a crossing over. Yes, he is. Yeah, he better do something because that book's coming to an end. We already have talked about that tonight. And you'll uh, probably have already heard me lose my mind. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're here for Batman Beyond. And, uh, I guess, I don't know, should we just get right into it? I don't even, usually I have something to say ahead of time. I, I will say one thing, nobody cares about this book on our site. <laughs> we were watching the numbers of this book. Oh my goodness. It, it, are you up to like three from like when it's, I, it's from like almost when I like checked that. it as well? Yeah, after, it, no. after I did my write-up? Because yeah, that's it, how I do it. Every, I do my write-up and then I look at what Eric did. Put yeah. for his because yes, I don't yes. I don't want it to influence. Yes, no, um, uh, it, it it's not it's not very high. I think uh, you, uh, Mark, have gone like, and watched it uh, half of the times or looked at it half the times that anybody has because this is uh, one of those books that just doesn't seem to have any bite anymore uh, with the general public. I would say. Uh, but I, I don't know why, except that I could say the pacing, uh, because that's my biggest problem, but I, I just don't know. I, I can't really explain it all because it still has Batman in the title. You would think that some people like the, you know, the animated series, but it's well, just I, not doing anything. I think that's the anything. thing is most of the people who like the animated series who are not on the stupid subreddit, uh, I'll never not heckle them, Yeah, uh, that's who are not on that thing. subreddit have picked this up and were like, Wow, yeah. this is not what we wanted. No, and, and even with that, you have it's that just, whole idea as well where, you know, they, they'll say, oh, my God, look at how many people, you know, went to see Avengers. And there's just that a, a little or amount that have read the Avengers comics. I think a lot of the people who watch the cartoon just may not be comic fans. And that's it, it's going back and forth trying to grab onto them. Years. But yeah, but like, I, I'm looking to yeah. I was going to say that. uh that it doesn't have a lot of reviews, but it seems to still get a decent amount of reviews. It just seems to be the same people saying the same things over yeah, and over again. Which is which is to, something I'll say in favor of this book. While it has had its problems, it's definitely changed up. I mean, there's been pacing problems, but it's changed yeah. up what it's been trying, like the stories a lot. So yeah. some of these reviews that I see from them, I'm like, this is basically what you said over the last arc. Yeah, yeah. And it is nothing like the last arc. What are you... No, 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 no. it's still boring. <laughs> yes, no. but they're not... They're hey talking about people who are giving it high scores. Yes. Uh, well, there <laughs> is a 10 out of 10 this week, but we'll get into that in a little because I want to hear Eric's blurb. Yeah, there's a 10 out of 10. It's not going to be my score. I'm not, well, I can't say I'm surprised anymore. Yeah, no, I'm, I am. But <laughs> go, Eric. Hit it. Batman Beyond number 21, written by Dan Jurgens with art by Will Conrad, David Barron, and Travis Lanham. 
The series that just doesn't know when to quit continues this issue with the world being afraid of Batman and Matt McGinnis just being pissed at Batman while continuously telling us that Terry's still cool in his mind. Even with the popular screaming whenever they see Batman, it seems that Terry's too dumb to figure it out. But hopefully by the end with the GCPD show up to open fire on, he'll stop being the dullest crayon in the box. Ooh, yeah, the, the thing about this is uh, it has a cool enough story behind everything. Yeah. The idea of it. Here's the thing. The pacing issues in this issue where, like yeah. Eric said, it, it, Terry says the same thing. The whole issue. He doesn't so do there, anything there no different. There's no progression of no. anything this issue That's my problem. It, it's actually a better type of story going forward oh no i was gonna say this issue it by itself is definitely it's definitely not one of the better ones but assuming the rest of the mm, arc i'm not is good, assuming anything it, assuming assuming <laughs> yeah, it actually goes yeah. somewhere this might read perfectly good in trade. It, it may, like that, but the problem that's is very much how I see this issue. If this is, was a, a series that a just started, this wouldn't be issue one. This would be a prelude because nothing well, happens. I'm, I'm just saying, if this was just a thrown-in issue, well, it, it's even worse. And now I'm getting mad, and my score is going down because no, nothing happens. You end up with Bruce sitting with Matt, still talking about the same thing they were talking about two issues ago, and, and saying stuff, you know, oh, well, Matt, you know, we got to do this. And then Matt suddenly is, well, it's not, uh, you know, Terry I'm pissed off at, it's Batman, which then leads the whole thing with, you know, everybody against Batman. And I just, it's whatever. And, and then you go up, Dana, that's, you know, try to resolve that. And everybody says their lines that you need them to progress their individual story, like Dana. I saw you kissing uh, that blonde-haired girl, but I'm afraid of Batman. Ah! And I'm just screaming. I'm like, okay, she said her deal. Now let's get to Matt. Matt, oh, you know, I, I really want to, you know, be Robin, but, but you know, Terry said, uh, but Batman, ah! They, they, all this stuff, but it just continues on. Each scene starts it up again, and, and it just doesn't go anywhere till the end when you get another cliffhanger that's pretty cool uh at one point i actually for some crazy i actually thought that dan jurgens was going to have that one guy because he grabs that kid hey you got to save your kid but uh, you pedophile i i swear to god they were going to go somewhere with that hey get away from my kid i'm wow what is going on but really what goes on besides all of that i mean you have jack Ryder there he's getting in his car he's there you know talking with, to 10 well, and you know jack that's his, actually the one of the interesting parts of this because there's four people in this book who do not freak out at batman now now and jack Ryder and uh, melody are two of them now well even then i don't even know that they won't though i, I have no I'm idea because i have no idea what the rules are so at, at this point it seems like that anybody and anybody can be affected by you know, this whole thing being you know they're afraid of batman and batman alone but there are just some people who aren't and i don't understand the connection right now for what we're going forward you know uh, you know, with what's happening to GC, the Gotham City. And I, I just like, I need some kind of catalyst behind this. Like, if we had this last issue where, you know, Terry was going around for some reason or the Batman suit was giving off some kind of pheromone that was making people tell, like, it's just a weird thing where some people are scared and some aren't. And I don't understand I, why. The thing I think that they've planted is the, uh, so there's in, in this issue and the last one, there's this little AI box for people who didn't yeah, read no. it. Um, and it seems to be like, so there's a little there's Alexa. Yeah, there's one at uh, Wayne Mansion. Right. Um, there's one uh, – th- these are the ones that we know of. Uh, and then there's one at the – what's her name? The reporter who is uh, uh, 
Adeline, who yeah. can't put basic things together that have nothing to do with fear. That yeah. first page, I hate it so much. Yeah. Um, if she was, if he was going to kill you, he would have done it last night when you passed out on the floor out of fear. Yeah, you know, that you entire go. night. <laughs> um, you stupid idiot. Yeah, she is. Uh, but it, it seems like that thing keeps popping up. And, well, Bruce doesn't seem to be affected. Yeah. I mean, that the amount of times he's probably been exposed to Really, a lot of things I could absolutely buy. It's yeah, just not affecting, yeah. or it's taking longer. Um, but it's affecting Matt. It's not affecting Terry, who's wearing the suit, which I suppose makes sense because um, the suit might protect. Oh God, I'm afraid of myself. Yeah, but but even then, uh, uh, no, I don't. And, and there seems to be a differentiation between Terry and. Well, that's and the, the thing. How does Matt all of a sudden it changes that Matt has no idea that it which, seems that that that's his brother. That, that Which, Batman's depending also Terry. What's ca- and this is what I'm saying. It's like this could be a really good issue in trade, but it's definitely not a great issue individually wow. because whatever the piece is, because I don't want to spoil things like we did last time. Now, Jim. now we got um, in trouble. Because people got upset. Dancing Mike got uh, pissed at us. But that's really more of the fault of yeah. the uh, but even for with dropping, that, for dropping yeah. the wrong solicit. It is true. But even with um, that, they have but, the deal where you have – you have this fear deal. Yeah, you have this fear toxin that you think it is. They're afraid, you know, whether or not that's a spoiler. But it's also, you know, some afraid. people are just afraid. Some people are taking it to the streets, pissed. Some people, and it just and it and doesn't, bur- it doesn't and jive. They're with trying me. to burn a metal Batman. Yeah, I, and, yeah and some people guys, are, have turned retarded. Get a, get a there you go. Ball, you have giant mechs for this. Yeah. No, like, it's just. There's no rules at this moment, so we have to have rules, obviously. But yeah, you have these jokers, they're going and they're taking it to the streets. They're Which trying to find it. Which is kind of actually a nice callback, because these seem to be like older versions of some of the ones that appeared in the show. Yeah. They, yeah. they name one of them, and it's the same name as one of them for the from the show. Harlette? Yes. Yeah, so you have that. Yeah, but the, she's the first episode, pissed. actually. Yeah. So they have it, but really, uh, am I missing anything? Because I think that's it. Um, well, no. There's a uh, we have the reporter who wakes up, as I said, and she she's like, oh, he's he came here to kill me, and not putting together that he yeah. didn't. Well, here's the deal. Um, she's not an investigative nobody, reporter. <laughs> no, there's another clue there. Apparently, nobody else came in that night. No, no. Um, I'm telling you, so I read that. And, um, yeah, so it didn't happen. Well, yes, but she's not putting things together. No. Um, so you, you, have Terry. Fighting, you have him fighting the Jokers. Well, I, here's the thing. I'm not sure Terry's actually gone home. I think he's been in the suit all night. Um, well, say, maybe. Though, every time he goes to see someone, they're terrified of him calling yeah, him uh, a monster. Uh, call he's not him putting a monster. together that something's wrong. Yeah, and he's like, huh, well, he, they all kinda, think I'm a he's demon. He's kind of putting something together. Like, this I mean, is weird. He goes, he goes sees the Jokers, and he's like, okay, they're, they're doing this more than usual. But, I mean, it's not really their style, but whatever. They're crazy. Um, then he goes to see uh, Dana. And and that's when he's like, what the heck is going on? And then right after that is when he goes and he he sees them burning the Batman statue and he just is like, what is going on? And then he sees a kid almost get killed. Yeah. Uh, by a flamethrower. Yeah, flamethrower. Uh, but you know, when you're afraid, kid. you don't see that your kid's gonna die. It's yeah, and, and, and he saves the kid from a very clearly neglectful neglectful parent. Yeah. Um, who is who's you can see she's talking with a. Uh, Wife, or just I'm, I'm gonna assume that's his wife next to him. Just talking with her as the kid runs for the giant bonfire and the flamethrower. He saves the kid, and he's and as you said, Jim, like it would have been, it, it seemed like a pedophile. Just <laughs> I swear to God, that's what was coming, but it he, doesn't. Like, and he's just like, get, he's like, get your hands off my daughter. It's like no. it, at this point, they're so afraid of him, they're not, they're not 
it's not even thinking clearly. It's, yeah, but why not, not run away then? I, I just some of these people. There's an I, old lady lighting a Molotov cocktail. The Which, I don't understand it. Like, I, like I actually like uh, the ending. I will say the part I like the most was uh, once he shows up at the statue. Yeah. To the ending, I like everything from there. That was exactly what I wanted. Now, and then as he's doing, he's trying to figure it out. Still doesn't know what's going on. Uh, and then the GCPD show up, and uh, I, you know, yeah, Barbara, Barbara of all people is just it just yeah. straight up uses like an arc, uh, like electricity gun. Yeah, electricity just gun. Start, they just start yeah. opening fire on Terry, and he's yeah. like. The heck is going on? Yeah. Now, now he Which, might. It might come to like, oh my god, I think something's happening because. Oh, thank be, God, Barbara. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I think that's what he was thinking when he saw Barbara show. He's like, thank God you're yeah, here, and then yeah. she opens fire on him. And I'm gonna say fairly legitimately, he's like, what the heck is happening? Yeah. Now he wants to know, but yeah, that's it. That's the end, but and he's ready. This, and this is definitely an we'll issue see. that I feel. Uh, I'm not going to say it's on the level because even e- even if everything works out perfectly, I don't think it will be on the level of some of those early uh, Deathstroke ones books. Okay, that, yeah. That at, oh yeah, time, yeah. That tie-in, yeah. Well, well, not even tie-in, but like, yeah, no. That's like then you read later and you're like, and then you go back and read and you're like, this makes perfect sense. Yeah, There's clearly yeah. a plan. I'm not saying it's on that level, but I'm saying it's that kind of. If I'm hoping it ends up being that kind of thing, where it's it's something where th- we've. Had out like it, it's a oh what was it uh, agatha christie used to call it it was like a fair mystery where we've had actual okay. clues laid out now yeah. solicits don't count um about like what's going on and so far it could still be that could. i'm not saying i'm giving this like a seven out of ten or anything <laughs> but i'm, I'm really either. hoping that this issue ends up pretty good in trade i hope well you hope everything ends up that way uh what eric would you give it I gave this issue a 5.4 out of 10, and that's mostly for the art and just the idea of the story. Like, I'm telling you, this whole, like, feared populace of Batman, I like the whole thing. It's just this whole, pre- like, you know, the execution. It was ridiculous because once the whole thing, nothing happened except for people being scared and Terry being confused the entire time, and it really just upset me. But 5.4 out of 10. I like the art. What did you give it, Mark? Uh, I have. Uh, first of all, I love the art in this. Yeah. So I, I hope that this becomes the consistent artist for this book because I, I, I adore this art. It's so much better than even last issues and definitely last arcs. I loved both of the covers. I'm always going to mention the covers. Yes. They're both great covers, um, which is a first really for this series. I don't like the second one because it doesn't have a mouth. <laughs> I, fair enough, but I, I still I still like it. Um, and overall, I'm giving it a six. Okay. And I will say a good point too of that is because of how much I really like those covers. Yeah. The, well, I uh, but that's, I but that's look part of the, the purchase price for me. I'm, yeah, I'm buying it. Yeah. It has a cover. If the cover sucks, then that's it sucks. Yeah. If it has a good cover, I'm gonna give it maybe an extra point or so for that, okay. or an extra uh, point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I no. I don't. So and, <laughs> I actually, That's and fair. I don't even know what the covers look like because as we go to the end, I actually xed out and I can't look at it now. But uh, I give it They're a both good. yeah, I give it a four, a four out of ten, and I almost went three five. I, I just nothing happens, and it just yeah. it's killing me. I do like the art a lot though. The art's great. So most of that is art, but with everything else, it's just it's just Terry moving from one scene to the next. With basically Dan Jurgens must think that we're idiots that he has to shove yeah, it down yeah. our throats, but yet. Terry Terry's doesn't not the, know. Terry's that, not the problem. It's Batman. Well, yeah, that is true. But yes, <laughs> but through that, it, you know, he really is I mean, trying to stress that people are afraid of Batman. The so funny thing, go. Eric, is you're 
as much as you're making a joke, you're you're not entirely no, wrong I, because he actually finally, after a ton of issues, nailed Bruce's voice. Finally, I think for what little show, and I think he actually does is writing a pretty good Terry. The problem is, is he's writing just a mediocre Batman Beyond. Yeah, like, yeah, and and even with Bruce, Bruce says what six things? He, he doesn't he says say six much. Things, but nothing pissed me off. For yeah, like the no, it, it was okay. Him so and I'm Matt, not, that not, little segment, I'm positive was, reinforcement, yes. positive reinforcement. Oh, that that's I am not, uh, and Especially and because I'm not sure if this book is going past this arc because. Yeah. Uh, and this God, is, I hope not. I, no, this is a solicit <laughs> I can talk about uh, because it's for the trade for the uh, long payback. It has seven issues in it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah yep. that's, that's so crazy. Leave this one with five, which which admittedly is not unheard of, but a yeah. bit a bit strange. But with uh, New Superman ending at 24, so they could have a, you know, kind of perfect um, yeah. pieces. Though I don't know if that one actually had a rebirth issue. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, no, it can't because the rebirths were just the ones that continued from uh, the New 52. So it was a new book. The new books didn't get rebirth oh, right. issues. So, yeah, that, um, that would not have happened. Yeah, because uh, technically with 24, that would be 25 yeah, issues yeah, in this, this yeah. particular run. But it, it's just a bit odd or they might – and well, probably not a high chance, not a, a non-zero chance that there might be like a 25th issue that is a wrap-up piece. Yeah, maybe. That happens, that happens on occasion. When yeah, well, also decides, they have the anniversary decides, deals. I just want to be done on this book, and they're, yeah. they're not going to put another writer on it as opposed to being canceled. But at this point, we know that this arc has five issues in it, which is weird. Not yeah. a bad thing. No, but that's Marvel but trades are actually almost all five. I, I actually just found that out last week when really? I was looking at some stuff. Yeah, a lot of – well, they're well, minis. Their miniseries the are almost all five. A, uh, a couple event books from the MC2 okay. universe – that were just five issues. So yeah, it's I, weird. I, mm. Yeah, and all these minis, that the fresh start minis, they're all five issues. So it's it's a weird mm. deal. It's kind of odd, but that is that. That is Batman. Yep. I, I hope next week. Uh, actually, it, it, again, you liked it a little more, but there just wasn't a lot to talk about. It, there wasn't no, much going wasn't. on. So, but, as I said, it, it's a it's an issue that if it's good, going to be good. It's going to be good in trade. Yeah. So we're going to see how that is. But now we get to go off to finish off. Uh, a maxi series that me and Eric have been waiting Ooh, long wait, to Bane? finish off. It is Bane. Bane. It's the last, last issue of Bane. All right, and we have one last book, and that is Bane, Eric, and give us the stats here. You mean the Bane finale? Yeah, yeah, I mean it. The finale. So we're done. 5.5 out of 10, Eric. Let's <laughs> move on. Well, tell us about it. What is this all about? Bane Conquest number 12, written by Chuck Dixon with art by Graham Nolan, Gregory Wright, and Carlos M. Manguel. It's the finale to our year-long maxi-series, and man, does the ending just come out of nowhere and leave this whole thing feeling anticlimactic. I mean, nothing is really resolved, and our army of Banes just disappears with Steppenwolf while Bane leaves with Batman without a thought about him. Just an odd series that, while it was fun at times, probably should have ended six issues ago. Yeah, no, 12. Uh, there shouldn't <laughs> have been a series. No, it shouldn't I'm, have been I'm a series. The thing is, we had two most... issues we liked. That was exactly, it. and I was happy I got those two the issues. Two issues. I wasn't. Yeah. This is a, the biggest waste of time and money there's ever been. Twelve issues. No, I think I, Raven will be a bigger waste nah, of time. I don't know. I think this is just as bad. Uh, it, when they trade, when they get a trade for this, do you think that I? I haven't looked into it. Two right. trades would be ridiculous. Make it one trade, twelve issues, a dollar ninety nine. 
and it still <laughs> won't sell. It's it's ridiculous. Some of the art in this issue actually is pretty good. Yeah. I don't mind it, but basically you end up with a chase scene, Batman there trying to grab the Naha Naha while Bane's there. They come to an agreement, a nod, wink, wink of, I, you, know, you don't want this baby to end up like you, do you? And oh, no, like, Batman, you're right. My, my favorite what thing is, I, I, I even forgot by the end, what was Bane's endgame with the Naha Naha? It was I, I just to disrupt all of yeah. Cobra and take it down. And that's the funniest thing that I think that if they would have not had anything, say this never happened, Batman yeah. never showed up. Bane would have made it out of uh, out of there with the Naha Naha, right? Yeah. The funniest thing would have been that that's the first six issues. Then I want to see Super Nanny Bane. For six issues, when he realizes that he has escaped with the Naha Naha. I'm telling you, yeah, he's sitting there laughing, just laughing that the disruption he's called with Cobra. And as he's laughing, ha Cobra, no, well, I, I, I've done I want, that. I want Bane to go away then and, you know, try to take over all of the criminal organizations. Like, he is the head honcho now. Now we're left with Bird, Trog, and Zombie, three men and a baby. Yeah, and, and with that, I just wanted to end. <laughs> he's like, so, did we do it, Bane? Yes, we did. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, they, that's the ending. That's the cliffhanger of issue six where they look, oh, no. And then, yeah, they have the three men and a baby. Three, three men and a naha naha. Three henchmen and a baby. Three henchmen and a naha naha that continues on when one of the episodes, because now, Eric, this is pure out sitcom. It's not even a comic. And one of the sitcoms is when, when Uncle Dionysus comes to town, Eric, and he, he has to watch the baby there. But you know, what am I to do with this? He's always, he's always up to no good uncle dionysus see now we're getting to some fun with, this I mean, would be this hilarious ending with dionysus there's nothing to it he's just there and he doesn't get the money yeah. it's one of those where you will see this again this reminds me it's so goofy it is like a sitcom it's like one of those where you'll have uh the fresh prince he, he's gambling gambling oh my god we're, we're gonna win a million dollars trillion dollars and then all of a sudden at the end you just don't win it oh no i lost it all let's go that bad. Oh no, we're broken dead now. Uh, you know, I, I actually should have looked this up before we got started because I was going to do this whole thing, like looking at my aggregate score for all 12, thinking, see, look, it was kind of worth it, but no, it's a 5.9. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for all 12 issues. I'm like, that's not that yeah, great. I thought it was going to at I, least be in the sixth. I have, I have been less than that. Yeah. So I, I am not much. I would say mine's probably a 5.5. Five. There you go. Right. I, I spoiled it earlier. That's the score I was saying, Eric. I Ooh. really do want three henchmen of Naha Naha coming soon to, that is must see TV. Eric, but yeah, the issue outside and then the Bat- is, Batman just shows up. You can't up. even have that now because for some reason, like this whole Bane idea is going to continue. You know, we had Trog, Zombie, Bird, and a bunch of the other characters get whisked off by oh, Steppenwolf. Yeah. They got whisked off. Apocalypse problem. So I don't know. <laughs> that's another. That's the spinoff, Eric. That's the spinoff. New gods and then a little lady. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> sex in the apocalypse. I, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Here we go. When we go into it, too, the art is really Go into it already? But no, but at one point it made me laugh because uh, what's her name that is fighting? Valentina. Uh, yeah, Valentina actually ends up seeming like she's a little concerned for the baby, but not. But the other thing, I bet you people page through what's Catwoman doing in this book? I mean, you see her family, like, that's Catwoman. That's uh, well, yeah, but with this, you, you have. 
you have this continuation of just stuff happening where you even have like Hawk. He's like, huh, come on, bunny. Time to go. Wait a minute. I need one more kill. You know, he just it's it, to me. Hawk <laughs> is like the kind of guy and, and people will know what I'm talking about. You get done shooting hoops, Eric. You got to make that last shot. So you go to shoot. You miss it. You go. to. Yeah. So he's like, I need one more shot. I need one more kill. Goes out of the tank, pops Batman's head. <laughs> that looks like an action figure of one of those yeah. things where it's just you push the head down and then oh, yeah. it closes and he's like now nah, baby let's go <laughs> I, like, I love this aspect on? too because you know we have all of bane's army they're separated they're doing their own thing to try to create a distraction kill mm-hmm. off his cobra soldiers as much as they can while bane grabs the naha and also finds out who batman is who he's pretending to be to get a hold yeah. of batman but because we have Gun Bunny and Gun Hawk, who are Chuck yeah. Dixon creations, all right, they, they got to get away. They got to get away from everything else. Yes. For some reason, it's like it, it matters so much to the story that Gun Hawk <laughs> and Gun Bunny get away Just when they so see that Batman. You know that they are out because you know for the Gun Bunny Gun Hawk spinoff coming up. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. Can you imagine that? Guns for hire. That's there. They're I, I guess going that's off. My book. Yeah, they're going off to a like an action pack series. It's not a sitcom with Gunhawk and Gun Bunny. Huck well, out of Bunny. all the, of Bane's army, they are the two that got the most paddle play. Oh, so ridiculous. Yeah, because everybody's just running. Everybody's yeah. running as Bane is pissed off and trying to stop. Batman from grabbing the Naha and he has this Batmobile type, you know, yeah. the, the aquatic the, deal going. The bat submersible. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And with that, he has the Naha He's running. He's going through the water. At one point, you have a full page of Bane reaching out of the water. Rambo style, grabbing Batman by the cape, only for Batman to disengage the cape and keep running with the baby. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> That's a whole page. That you have him pulling. Wah, it's, wah. A, it's a tug of war going on. The best thing that happens is, or the worst, is that it doesn't, He the cape comes loose. I needed that full, like, it's the revenge of the nerds when they're yeah. having the, the tug of war and then they just all let go. Bane just kind of is in the water. I need him to fall fully. And then he just puts up the cape to show Batman. Batman Batman's running off, the baby's crying, and that's when you have this whole thing with, listen, listen to what you're doing, Bane. This is a baby. I know that you're trying to cause this mayhem and whatnot, but it's a baby, and you should know out of anybody you do how not fucked up me. a childhood should be. And yeah, You could never he, know me. And it's so funny. He's like, you don't know me. You have no idea about me. And then Batman just tells him yeah. about himself. Hey, check it out. I know yeah. you. Oh, my He's like, God. listen, the, I looked it up. The Bruce Wayne Batman knows me. <laughs> yes, he, He's what? right. I, I just like it. He's like, if I don't... had something in my hand, I would drop it right now in yeah. my understanding oh, of the my situation. Oh, gracious. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Go, like, Batman. And as Go. this is going on, you see the people in the background are coming with their guns or whatever. And yeah, Bane, he's like, hey, listen, Bane, I know. I know what it is from the birth into the world fate has been pitiless to you you were born to a world of suffering and you do get that little bit again which is going to be the wraparound of bane with his teddy bear and he's like you know what you're though you're capable of almost any evil you'd never damn another innocent to destiny like your own go go <laughs> and he like points off I, i'm telling you though this whole thing where bane realizes there are cobra soldiers coming in the background and where he does tell batman to go at the baby but i love Freaking Graham Nolan's art. For some reason, though, these these approaching yeah. soldiers, they just look, look like terracotta statues in the yeah, background. Yeah. Because there's they're, nothing they're to, just that I didn't crazy even realize deal. 
that these were soldiers at first. I just thought they were, like I said, statues in the background yeah. because they – and all of a sudden when Bane starts opening fire, I'm like, oh, I guess those are people. Yeah, the, he's opening fire, killing all of them. One guy looks like he's been hit full on. Batman's just like, don't look, baby child. Don't look nah, nah, as they go. Again, people just die. He honey child. He's like, sometimes, honey child, I, I'm against this killings, but we got to get out of here, baby cakes. Is That's what he's saying. I like the killing. That's what Bane's saying. And, and this is the thing. You're getting – now we're almost done the issue. I mean this is the whole issue. At one point, Dionysus – oh, yeah, Dionysus is sitting there and he's like, huh, what's going on? Something's coming up on my video screen. And the bat symbol comes up. What does that mean, Dionysus? That means we lost. lost And we're going to be dead and soon. I'm like, no, the bat symbol, you're not going to be dead. But still, as this is going on, you need to wrap things up. And I know that we've had a lot of forced wrap-ups. I'm saying you have to get everybody out of the situation. So if you have, like, zombie, you can't just leave them in the cave with with Cobra. Well, that's the worst part because we have Trog, Zombie, and Bird, who are, you know, Bane's main men kind of thing. Like, his best friends in the whole thing. They get he get they get taken with like KG beast as well yeah. to apocalypse by Steppenwolf yeah. as far as we know. Why? Bane never they, says anything about nope, him. He nope. just leaves with Batman, not even thinking about his main guys. Yeah, and, and with that, that's the thing. You have to get rid of these guys. But the guys can be like, "Get out of here! I'm gonna blow this thing to hell." That's my Bane. And I and, love and, how they use Steppenwolf's old ridiculous yeah, freaking old Kirby so costume, crazy. and I'm like, but, "Oh my god, it's so why stupid!" Why not just have things blow up? Like you're gonna blow up this mountain if you do. And then at the end, like, I hope that my men got out. And then you see the three of them and and KGBs kind of limp their way out or something. They go off with Steppenwolf. With and it all ties into you took some of my weapons. We're gonna go back and we're gonna sort this thing out. But even the uh, another thing is as they're running around and really this whole thing. If you had the Benny Hill theme, that's the whole issue. They're they're running around. They're like, move your fat Zopa. Who is fat? Should have called you the KFC beast, comrade. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I laughed so hard at that line. I'm actually glad you brought it up because I oh forgot my God. all about it. I had to bring it up. It's KFC my, it, it, beast. <laughs> KFC beast. I imagine that Chuck Dixon has been sitting around for all this time. All, he's been years. sitting on this line. And that is the only reason that KG Beast was in this book. There was no reason. He just showed up for that line in the last issue come on move your fat ass you kfc beast <laughs> i'm like i really would go for the one of them bowls there eric i would go for that go for a whole bucket i don't oh care about anything i, I want to be the kfc Christ. beast from now on uh, yes oh my goodness but they go bane uh, he ends up you know at least killing or diverting the cobra soldiers that are coming i'm saying he killing them because oh. then he's just like all right, I got a couple seconds. Swims off, goes into the bat submersible. The bat. Yeah, the, and just sits there. And that's where, you know, you have Bane. Wayne, welcome aboard the sea bat. And now he's like, we're a thousand feet under the surface right now. A thousand yeah. miles inside our country hostile to both of us. We would both lose no matter the outcome of any fight there. He's doing that over the loudspeaker. Yeah. And he's like, listen, our, our shared goal was to end Cobra. Truce, sea. A truce. And he takes off his mask, and this is the best. He's like, long day, huh, Batman? Pretty screwed up, everything we did. Yeah, I know. Might as well get comfortable. It's going to take us a while. Okay, I'm going to go to sleep. He's the worst travel partner. That is the worst thing you can do. Batman's like, 
I have now fought through as much as you did. I am exhausted. It's going to take us 13 hours to get back to where we have to go. Uh, you know, hey, That's maybe let's, the time. let's talk about things. You know, hey, you know what? We never really got a chance to do this. You know, remember when you broke my back? Crazy shit, right? Uh, let me tell you about the three years of rehab <laughs> that I had to fucking go through, you asshole. I still wake up on the weekends hurt every day. I, I'm addicted to painkillers now because of you, Ben. <sighs> Siesta time. He just doesn't want to get, you know, he doesn't want Batman talking trash. And then, and then also, listen, Bane, you are a, you know, a mercenary type guy. You've gone around. You must have some money. Please shave those shoulders. You, you got the hairiest goddamn shoulders. They annoy me. They annoy the hell out of me. Please have some respect for your fucking body. But yeah, they, they just go off. We have a long way to go. <laughs> it's like, I hope you don't mind me sleeping. And then they go, you have the Naha Naha is gone with them at one yeah. point. You see his cute little baby seat in the <laughs> – Batman always is prepared, Eric. He has the baby seat. And then you have Valentina and the Cobra just trying to – I don't know what we're going to do. They you know, shoot, hey. just shoot up one of the high priests. Yeah. Yeah. Look, this is only a setback. We can regroup. We'll take care of this whole thing. Nah, nah, we're done. Just, yeah. We're going to shut you up. Just open fire on this yeah, asshole. I, I think Hope that, is finished. And, and that's the thing. I think that what they're saying here is basically like – what Bane and Batman did, they saved the little baby. The, the Cobra's going forward without this religious nonsense. They're like, you know what? This is kind of look, fucking look, ridiculous. Look. I don't a, need this had a guy baby. waiting in the wings. He calls himself King Snake. Yeah. We'll just pull him out. He look, and we'll also get a bunch of you know mutagens. We'll turn people into yeah. snake men. It'll be all He's good. like, listen, we're rebranding right now. We're, we're going <laughs> full out. I mean, really, they, you, do we want people to think of Cobra and think of a baby? I think of a snake. We got this guy. He's come to us. We like his plan. We're going to get rid of it. So to me, it, it was. It doesn't play out great, but I think that this is Chuck Dixon's kind of wink-wink of even though Batman and Bane thought that they had done good here, they really screwed up because now Cobra goes forward without all these traditions holding them back and all this nonsense are going to go. But it does end then at the St. Dumas Orphanage where the Naha Naha uh -oh. has left. Yeah, say Dismas. I'm yeah, like, you oh, said Dismas. I actually thought I'm it was like, Dismas. I had to go back and look. I'm it's like, weird shit, that it so says good. that. I actually thought it was the same Dismas. <laughs> it would have made sense. Uh, the baby's left there uh, in a basket, and there is. And it's uh, weird, oh my god. Though, the thing is, because you have the Naha Naha like birthmark on the baby's back, it seems that yeah. on top of everything else, Batman went and had this baby have surgery and have skin yeah. grafts to got remove it, this remove. this birthmark. Hey. And I love the thing too because I look at it at the Saint Dismas, you know, orphanage where a bunch of nuns pick up the baby. Like, oh, look at this! Oh my God, what's this? A roll of money, and I'm like, yeah. I'm looking at it like, what is that? Like three hundred bucks? I'm telling you, I'm, here's the thing though, it's there, and they're like, oh my God. What's there? Oh, a baby. He's got a, a graft, a skin graft. Is there a note? There, there's something. And and hands over the 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 teddy bear. Uh, is there anything else? Nope. That money nope. right in the back pocket. Yeah, there's a couple hundreds. Actually, <laughs> it's funny that? too. They're like, oh, thank God, we're we're saved. Oh no, it's a hundred with a bunch of ones in the middle. They do <laughs> that's, that's all I imagine, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> How do you think I got so rich? <laughs> He's done a classic. This isn't even a real hundred. Oh, God. It's got Batman's face on it. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's yeah. like, and Bat I just imagine, too, Batman and Bane, they go up there with the basket like, right, I'm going to put a couple hundred bucks in here. What do you got, Bane? I, I have the teddy bear. Really? Teddy All you're putting in is your freaking crappy yeah, really. teddy bear and it's so missing funny. an eyeball. And they're like, oh, my, what else? And this, this There's stinky ass, smelly, fucking fish-smelling fucking blood. 
get it out of here. It actually reminds me of the teddy bear of Mr. Burns in The oh, Simpsons yeah. where they even dig it up in the South Pole or the North. I'm like, nobody wants that teddy bear. It's disgusting. No. And this flea-bitten, disease-carrying teddy bear. All right, put it with the baby. Let's go. Keep the baby. It's Keep the baby. Take the money is what they say at the end. But, yeah, that's it. It's over, Eric. The the year long struggle of getting it's through this stuff. Yeah, it's Bane been a year of doing Bane conquests. It actually reminds me, in a way, of when we had those weekly books. Yeah, very very weekly. weekly. The uh, you know, the uh, what am I saying? The Batman, Batman Eternal, 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 the Batman and Robin Eternal, Eternal World's yeah. End. That when you get done, whether or not you like them, which we you know, Future's End maybe a little. The others all the garbage. Yeah, well, freaking Batman and Robin Eternal just drove me nuts. But when you get done, there is that sense of relief. And yeah. here it is because that's 12 issues. We'll see it again with Mr. Miracle, then with Raven. It's like, finally, I get to go away from this. And, uh, yeah, even so, we did have fun talking about it. The book that everybody forgot was still a thing you could yeah. finally just forget about. And, and this is one of those that uh, we always bring up that I'm like, yeah, nobody reads this book. But me and you actually – I think it still sells better than Cyborg, though. It does. Uh, and that's done, too. But me and you actually have some fun talking about it. So, yeah. you know, we actually have fun talking. The book's terrible. It's not good. It's a quick read, though. It's never a long read. No. Uh, but it's done. Uh, what did you give it? I like the art. The ending was really rushed, though, and didn't really work as a conclusion to a 12-issue match. It actually ended as if it was going to continue, which kind of infuriated me. I'm like, you had <laughs> they 12 always issues. Do that. Why I'm, would you do that? I'm but telling no, you, you have Chuck Dixon sitting there, and he's like, I better keep this open because all these fans are <laughs> clamoring from they, – they need more of the Dixon. We're talking about Chuck Dixon. We're not They're talking like, about Marv Wolfman. He's like, listen, it's the Dixon, baby. They want more. Over there, the Wolfman's there. He, they're he screaming for Chucky. They, they're yelling they need more Chuck in their life. I don't uh, – Though, it's weird. If all of a sudden they said, listen, you have to have another book that's going to continue for another six issues, say. Do you want Cyborg finishing up the arc that was already started but cut at the knees? Or would you want another six issues of this with the, the tr- with Bana? I'm picking this every time. Right. And maybe even having fun talking about it again. I might even, if that happens, something like that happened. I might even say to you, listen, don't bother on the site. Don't reveal it. Let's just have fun with it on the podcast. And then it might be a little better for us. But go ahead. What did you give it? I give it a 5.1 out of yeah. 10. I'm giving it a 5.5. Oh, because I, 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 yelled 5, I yelled 5.5 at the beginning just as yeah. a joke. But I'm giving that more of I, – I, we mean you don't get a lot of times to laugh, Eric. And we just <laughs> had a laugh or two. And it makes me like, – I didn't get infuriated by it ever. This, no. ish, this this whole series never got me pissed off. It was just one of those. I, I was angry again because they, I'm telling you, Chuck Dixon, you had 12 issues to finish this up proper. And you <laughs> I, left I, it I open-ended at times. And even created a cliffhanger for half the cast. Did it not end perfectly, Eric? Did it not? Also, I, I like the idea that when you got into this, you, you, they didn't have to spell it out just because of little things. And you said about Steppenwolf and things like that. You never thought this was in continuity of any sort, no. and if it was, it would have been way past I'm saying, back it's like, and con- things. It's, I'm saying it's 1993 continuity yeah. of Batman. And I liked, far, I liked that kind of that attitude that it did have, and it never confused me. You have these other books that you're trying to – you're still figuring out what it is, and so I could just have this. And it always was the last book pretty much on the podcast almost every time. I, and, I was telling you, this book is, has people very conflicted though because this has a 10 out of 10. And goes as low as a 2 out of 10. Really? 10 out of 10, huh? 
A 10 out of 10, a 9.6 out of 10, and a 9 out of 10. Remember at one point I was going to tell you that we should do something where we had fun factor involved? I told you that. It was like one of my old uh, video game magazines that I love. One of the, you know, scoring ratings was the fun factor. I will tell you, if it's fun factor based on how we had fun just talking about a 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, was it the same site that always gives the 10 out of 10s? You don't have to say it, but is it the the uh, usual yes. suspect? Of course it was. 10 out of 10. But I'm telling this you, though, 10 out of 10, 9.6 out of 10, 9 out of 10, and then goes down to me with a 5.1. <laughs> yeah, and I think that you're pretty much. And then a 5. You're and the then real, a 2. You're the realistic guy. You're not, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Damn, Batman news know what we're talking about. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's about what it is. I, yeah. I, I, I'm looking at this, this 10. 10, a, oh, a great <laughs> ending to a great, <laughs> guy has 29 reviews, never Love met a, reviews. never met a comic he didn't like. Holy moly, get out there and meet some more comics. Go to a singles meet with these comics. You're going to find that some of these aren't the greatest things you've ever read. Please, just uh, hopefully we'll get more Bane, preferably Dixon and Nolan at the helm. Really? What are you, who are you talking to? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, This is a great ending to a great maxi series? Seriously, I, I'm going to write a comic right now in the bathroom, Eric. I'm going to send it to this guy for a 10 out of 10. And I'm going right to him. He's like the setup of the comedy club where I said I'd have my buddy uh, Herb. The guy laughs at anything. If you laugh at anything, do you laugh at anything, Eric? Uh-huh. Is that it? This is what led me to this fucking tweet I tweeted last night at 2 a.m. Freaking losing my mind with these 10 I out saw, of 10s. That's funny. 10 out of 10s, Eric. I just, I had enough. I can't take it. What's your book of the week? My book of the week is Detective Comics 983. Yep, and so is mine. And and just think of that. I gave that a 9 out of 10. And and actually, I was waiting to get shit for it. because, But I didn't because everybody loved it. I'm still a point lower than this guy gave Bane. (laughs) <laughs> seriously i mean people just go out when you go out and I, i'm gonna mention it in the mail earlier about things like this but you know just go out and read these reviews and kind of just kind of you know think of what's going on with these things i mean don't think that uh, i don't because- know whatever this is too like then you gave detective comics a nine out of ten this one guy gave batman prelude to the wedding five number one and nine point five what is that this, this is <laughs> what i'm saying is don't please and my, my main idea wedding of five, my one. main idea of all of this is the fact that please don't look at number scores and say Jim and Eric and the Weird Science Podcast and the site are negative because the bar is set so crazy doesn't mean that a 8 is negative, a 7 isn't negative, a 6 isn't negative, a 10 out of 10 for this is ridiculous, don't base it on that, we're not playing on a curve and shit like that, please just read these and and think of a score in your head and then go to our site and if it doesn't jive with yours and you don't like us then fine, but still if we're going to be rating this, I don't like us. This guy has given this Bane score a higher score than over 1,500 comics that you've ever reviewed, Eric. He has gone higher on this than anything you've ever reviewed in your life. And so that's the thing. When I say – you say about a 10 out of 10. I about that. You say a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Every comic you have read in your life, this Bane is better for him. Yeah. 
I, I said a 10 out of 10, I don't think it's out of, out of the question. You say that's the perfect comic go. I say that it's reserved for something. And when you give a 10, it means something. If, if I go next week and somehow I say, Eric, I want to review Batman number 50, I give it a 10 out of 10. I want people to say, Holy shit, this must really be good. I mean, I've heard Jim say this and that, like he must really, and not even good. Jim must really like it. Let me go read the review. But it means nothing in this landscape of 10 out of 10s. That's all we get. I think that I'm going to go to, and it's coming up, the Reviewers Conference, Eric. I don't know if you were invited this year. The Aww. Comic Reviewers Conference. I'm going to go and my say, listen, guys. My got lost in the mail again. I'm gonna, yes, really. You're going to be like Joker. You're going to go around, where's my invitation? Start slicing nah, people up. No, really, you don't. I'm going to go and I'm going to get up and I'm going to, excuse me, guys, I need to talk here. Uh, we got to change the scoring. Everybody now, we needed 20-point scoring. You have ruined the 10-point scoring system. You, you burned it to the ground. I, really, you, you can't have every book be a 10 out of 10. This one site, holy crap, they probably reviewed 15 comics this week and somehow gave 18 10 out of 10s. There's books that weren't even out that they gave a 10 out of 10 just because they know they'll like them. They're coming out three years from now. Uh, it's, it's infuriating. And it just that's why when I hear, hey, you guys are negative, I don't get mad at the person who says it. I get mad at these other assholes that make us look that way. 7.5. That's Yeah, well, negative. you're short. Yeah, well, there you go. Now I'm going to punch <laughs> you. I'm going to come over there and slice you. I wasn't talking to you. Oh. oh the guy said it was negative. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, there you go. You there got you some go. kind of complex going on there, baby. Uh, also, uh, look at you. Jim and Eric, they always punch down. Well, you know what? Get, get, I'll punch up. I'll punch sideways. I don't care if something sucks. <laughs> it sucks. I don't care if it's down, up, left, right, my hands over, have under, under, around gonna the kick. back. I'm telling you, I'll, I'll punch you. I'll punch my mother right now. <sighs> Really, my mother is what I'm actually. This Stop is all. This is all just pain, Eric. My birthday's coming a up. A little English muffin. <laughs> mommy, mommy, you'll never wish me a happy birthday, that <laughs> bitch. Or will uh, she? Does Eric yeah. Shea have some kind of surprise around the corner for your birthday? <laughs> I'm not telling. You're going to come yeah. home from work? All of a sudden, your mother's going to be waiting for you? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's With more, like, arms it's more likely your mom will wish me happy birthday than my own mother. I don't care. I really – or do I, Eric? It's just a, it's just a plea for help. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. There we go. This is how we end the podcast. All right. What, what was my book of the Detective Comics? Was it 983, Eric? Am I, yes. am I right? 983. And Brian uh, Hill, if you haven't been reading Batman or even, uh, even reading Detective of comics, I will say as a last bit deal, you can jump into this issue not knowing anything about Rebirth or anything yeah. uh, Batman at all good to go. and really enjoy it, really enjoy it. And that's one of the other reasons why I really liked it. Next week, Eric, this is what's coming out. Not exactly not what all we'll be talking about, but there's not a lot of books. It's July 4th. Some big and, books, not a lot of books. Yeah, and I think that a lot of these things, they kind of wanted to have some uh, breathing room for a Batman number 50, which is coming out now also after that Catwoman number one. And, and as of now, we'll be talking about Batman number 50 on the Patreon only – uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll right. see, Eric. We will see. We may even have a little special thing with that. We'll, we'll see. But also, remember oh, that – and also, I'll even throw it out there. New York Times has spoiled the Batman 50. Don't read the – oh, jeez. I just knocked out. I went and – boom. I threw my thing knocking shit over. 
Don't read. I'm the not going to listen to a guy who knocks you over. I'm going to read yeah, New York no, Times. No, that's, that's a guy who means what he's saying. They, I'm going around like <laughs> I don't know what. Hands, I can't yeah, trust really, him. And, and really, you uh, talk to me at work, right? We talk a lot. Right, okay. Do I really talk with my hands at work? I barely move. But then we get on this, and I'm freaking flailing around. I can't have a conversation with you without you pacing all well, over the no, place. Where I have that's to keep pacing. following you. Well, maybe that's what it is. The, the problem is I can't walk around here, so I <laughs> use my hands. But Batman number fifty has been spoiled by the New York Times. Yeah, just don't look at the spoilers. Either way, just avoid them. Just go into uh, this. Uh, because, I'm going to avoid the book completely. Well, here's the thing. I, I think that this is a planned deal that's a weird deal where I think that they're trying to lessen the effect of what this issue is so that by the time Wednesday comes, then nobody – Oh, you down a bit. Yeah, I guess. But, uh, you know, Batman number 50, remember then, Catwoman number one – also comes out and everybody right. has said, DC has said, please read Batman 50 before you read Catwoman number one. There will be some with just Catwoman my life on the deal. Well, read them both. I don't care. Deathstroke number 33, Green Arrow number 42, Green Lantern's number 50. Uh, Boom, Dan, Dan Jurgens start. So that's pretty cool. That's wait. actually right there. Most anticipated uh, issue of the week, I believe. Uh, Harley Quinn number 45, Justice League number three. That uh, I, I hope that that continues the fun. That is one of the uh, books that I look forward to now. And really, when we talk about being negative and things like that, I actually have a bunch of books. I'm, I'm really looking forward All to right, Catwoman. I'll tell you, right there, though, I got some huge books. Batman number 50, yeah. Justice League number three, which is a continual run that I really like the yeah. last issue. And Dan Jurgens on Green Lanterns number 50. Yeah, and, and with me, I'm going to be doing Catwoman number one, which I've been yeah. Looking forward to for months, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about Green Lanterns number 50. I like Deathstroke and uh, Justice League. I'm really liking. Then the next one, Man of Steel number six. That is the ending of that mini. I uh, I don't know, Eric. I don't know why I had a dream last night that I think I'm a little more positive with this ending. Look at that. Just a dream. Just a dream, Eric. You're a dream weaver. Nightwing number 46, continuing that. And what I'll say about that is I hope it gets better. I hope that I, I get really on board. I really don't care like about Nightwing or Green Arrow anymore. It's How weird. How dare you? I want my character to, to be doing something, and maybe this is the one. Because if you remember, it ended the last issue with that thing coming out of his mouth, uh, you know, the, that they're going to be doing the phantasm of yeah. Bug and kind of going to get all of his memories. I have a feeling that Batman has implanted some sort of tech chip in Nightwing, and that will get, and then, then it will really be against tech. I don't know. I, that's all made up. I have not. Just when you thought it. it was safe to go back on the internet, yes. Nightwing and, number whatever. Nightwing <laughs> number forty-six. Ah, uh, yes. And then we have uh, Reggie and Chris will be doing Shade the Changing Woman number five. We have the Curse of Brimstone number four, Eric. Uh, number three, if you remember, ended with us at least getting some direction of the book going off and we're going to go hunt down the guys. different things that love the salesmen yes. across the United and States because we have his ledger. Yep. And the final deal is a book. Put Eric. some clothes on, Joe. The, the final book is one that I could go kind of with the bane. I know that we don't like this writer per se, but boy, do we have fun talking about this book. The first huh? one, at least. It's the unexpected number two. We I had, really don't want we, any parts of it now. We that were the, uh, Macho Man up, Randy though. Savage is gone. Yeah, but we were laughing it up. Is anybody ever really gone, Eric? Are they? Macho Are Man they? is. <laughs> uh, is Macho Man ever really gone when he's in our hearts, Eric? Is oh, he, yeah. Uh, 
Ooh, yeah. All right. We are done. Eric, what do we say? Oh, and I'll just mention uh, one of those books, including Batman, then making it two, will probably be on the Patreon account, which right. you can join up at patreon.com slash weird science. And if you do right now, I mentioned it before at the beginning of the podcast. It is the beginning of the month. It's July 1st as we're recording right now. So if you go on there, you get a free month pretty much until you get charged Ooh, yeah. in August. And I want to say one thing. There is an option, Eric, where I could click a thing. Where uh-huh. people get charged the minute that they join, you get charged that time, and then if that you and, and, and the, the weird thing is, is like say in June you joined yeah. up on the thirtieth, you'll get charged, and then the next day you'll get charged for the next oh, deal. I I I don't do that. I I don't want to do that because I yeah. do want people to go and see if they like it. So just keep that in mind. I, we're not there, you know. Oh, me laughing, Eric. I'm hitting the button <laughs> and hitting that. No, we're going full out with the idea that. Please join up, check it out, and if you don't like it, you can get out before you get charged, and then there's no harm, no foul. You check it out. Heart. It does. Every time somebody switches levels or, or quits, I actually lose a little bit of myself inside. I, I really, and there's not much left of me. That's no, why. You're a little guy. No, when the Patreon started, Eric, I was six eight. Now I'm down oh, to five seven. Oh well, there you go. But that is it. What do we say at the end, Eric? <laughs> Everyone have a great week. We keep it weird. weird. And we'll see you in seven. Seven. Aquaman, huh? Something wrong? No, it's just that I always thought you were an urban legend. Nothing urban about me. week in Aquaman history. Hey. Yes, it's been a long time, been way too long, but in Aqua long. years, it's only been like two years, so. But, uh, yeah, we missed everyone. This is Lord Andy. And, and Lady Abby. Yes, and we're back in the booth to discuss some fun stuff, because once again, we're not even close to getting all the uh, under-the-mattress stuff done that we want to, but, you know, life goes on, so we just figured, hey, we'll do something fun. And you mentioned Aquaman, Abby, because that, that is like a personal favorite of mine. Probably there's Superman, then there's Aquaman, and then there's the rest of the DCU, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So, and it's an inside joke at work, too. I have little Aquamans, you know. Plastered around the store. All around the store, hidden in little hidden spots. Hidden in little corners, and then you just randomly find mm-hmm. it two months later, and then you just look at it, and you have a heavy sign to shake your head and mm-hmm. walk away. Like, Aquaman. Still better than Namor, but, you know, just saying. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah, no, I, so the, the eventual day when, when Abby eventually fires me, there'll be little parts of Aquaman and Andy all over the place. <laughs> just to remind her. Yeah. Burn to the ground. Just burn the whole store. Screw it. We're just going to, like, <laughs> yeah. store on fire. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's one of the things since, uh, since you interviewed me. It was like, well, who are your favorite heroes? I'm like, Superman and Aquaman. You're like, you're lame. So, yeah. <laughs> I did not say that. I was thinking it, but I did not say it. But yeah, Aquaman's a big one for me, and, and everyone on um, Slack chat knows that I'm always like repping the Aquaman series right now. I think it's probably the best series altogether in the Rebirth U. Um, I will say, though, really quick on the Superman side, I'm really happy with the Man of Steel, and I also, everyone on Slack chat knows I've been talking shit about that for the last two months, and I'm like, this is going to suck, and I'm actually not that unpleased with it. Wait, so. wait, wait, wait. What? Andy? And this, and he was wrong? No, I wasn't what? wrong. I just, just, what? Was, I had an alternative feeling at the moment. Is there an earthquake about to happen? Yeah, probably yeah. in Ohio, for sure. Because the disaster is about to occur. But speaking of disaster, I'll tell you, not knowing about Aquaman, I consider it probably the worst disaster you could ever have. So, mm-hmm. um, now you're a Marvel fan. Now you're not a big Samaritan fan, though, right? You're, no. Yeah, because he's just pretty lame and he wears a Speedo. He's well, got a really bad haircut. Just because he wears a Speedo, like, there's 12,000 superheroes with Speedos. That yeah, but just wear. a Speedo. Like, yeah. nothing else. So, I mean, he's supposed to wear a Speedo. It's weird when you wear a Speedo of overpants. Yeah. yeah well. Leggings, specifically. <laughs> or tights. But I'm wearing boots, too. So. Yeah, no. All of the things combined. <laughs> but I got a cape, right? Really? I'm a man now, right? I got this cool mask on. <laughs> that way I you am... don't know who I am because I'm wearing Speedos <laughs> over tights <laughs> like, <laughs> boots but yes uh with heels like <laughs> they make the clicky clacky noise so they feel better about themselves walking down the yep. hallway mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. spurs mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> everything yeah i got boots spurs cape mask speedo yeah. on the outside but no shirt so i am the definition <laughs> of either a mexican wrestler or, or a superhero uh, so there's only a fine line <laughs> yeah, there's a fine line <laughs> There is, but uh, yeah. So Aquaman, like I said, it's huge for me. I, I've always loved Aquaman. Uh, it's kind of funny though. Uh, undersea heroes. I was more of a Namor fan in the early two thousands, and then I'm not sure what really got me into Aquaman. I just picked up an issue one time. I'm like, this is cool, and his balls finally dropped. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I'm into Aquaman now. So, <laughs> um, and a local comedian around here, Mike Polk Jr. Uh, I recommend everybody look him up on YouTube. But he also dressed as Aquaman to numerous public events just to show love for the one hero that always never gets any love. So, yeah, it's just like that undercurrent joke of, uh. Undercurrent. Yeah, you get that? You get that? But, yeah. So, but yeah, anyways, without further ado, we're going to review at least one, possibly two of these very we'll short, see how far we get. wonderfully short we, stories. We tend to make these short stories the longest. <laughs> very long time, I know. And then we cut back on the long stories. <laughs> we have to edit down. All right, it was a four-page story, but uh, three and a half hours later, and me in the room just swearing I'll never do this again. I don't know how Jim does it. You're, you're the man, Jim. But uh, yeah, so without further ado, we're going to discuss two article or two issues from June because that's the month, and I always say this week because I like to just unnerve Abby and anybody else who goes. But, <laughs> but uh, so June 1959 would be the first one we're going to talk about, and this one is uh, Action Comics number 261. 261, right? Not Action Comics, Adventure Comics. Adventure, Adventure Comics. Yes, sorry. yes. So, Adventure Comics... You just put A Comics, so... Well, I put Ed, because that's my... No, it says A Comics. 
There's a DV there. It's a short for adventures. You know? oh. Yeah. So is it? Yeah, there's a, like AN, which is like action. So that's not my fault. That's your fault. Yeah, adventure Comics 261. It's Adventure Comics number 261. Yeah, thank you. From June 1959. And right. is this the one with Ramona, or is it the other one? No, it's this one. Okay, yeah, so to show you how old and bad big-time publishers like to um, ignore the people who in the talent that uh, got them the money they made, the writer is listed as unknown. So, uh yeah, sorry, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, which is like, what? <laughs> like, that's, that's pretty messed up. So some grandchildren somewhere are getting screwed out of some inheritance right they now. They probably but, did something wrong to where it's like the comic book mob, where they're just yeah, like, we're getting so. rid of you and your family. Like, You're out. <laughs> unknown, dot, Our dot, man. dot. <laughs> um, but yeah, Verona Farden is the artist. Farden? Freden. Freden. Ramona Freyden. Ramona Freyden. And she is known. And uh, she's definitely one of the first. Uh, she's among the first uh, well-known um, comic book artists. Female comic Female book comic artists, yes. Because yes. I was looking at like Ramona. I've never met a, a male Ramona. And like, this is 1959. So that, to me, that's Yeah, the first ones were in like 1950, but she came around a little bit earlier. Um, she did start in 1950, but she didn't get her first um, like real title until Aquaman. Which so was, yeah, which was yeah, this, right? So Adventure Comics. And then she went from this to, what was it? Um, she actually helped co-create Aqualad. Which is pretty Which is deal. pretty freaking awesome, yeah. which I didn't know about. And I'm I sure a either. lot of DC fans, you know, don't know. No. Which is pretty freaking sweet. Um, and then she also co-created her biggest one was Metamorpho. Metamorpho. That was like her big, big thing. And that's when she had like the most fun writing and co-creating. Um, so, um, yeah, that's pretty freaking awesome. And yes. And she's I'm, pretty good looker. And, I'm kind of uh, excited. Yeah. Back in the day she was, yeah, now she's like 91, so unless you're into yeah. that. Well, I mean, I like my golden girls. She can know, take out those dentures, but. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so she's also known for Marine Man and Barnacle Boy. So, you know, I'm waiting for Chris and Reggie to look up that one. Yeah. But, uh. Mer- Mermaid Man. But in 2006 she Mermaid was. Mermaid Man. Mer- oh, it's Mermaid Man? Mermaid Man. Mermaid Man. Yes. That's... Making fun of Aquaman, get it? I guess. Isn't that hilarious? He's kind of making fun of himself. He's pretty out great, because but... we're making fun of Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and Barnacle Boy. Uh-huh, I say Aqualad. Which I'm going to go as, uh, I'm cosplaying as Barnacle Boy next next year. Yeah. Everyone's going to know, like, you're Barnacle Boy! It's great. It's badass! But no, uh, yeah, she was elected no into the Will Eisner 2006 inductee for the Hall of Fame. So good for her. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. That's pretty cool. And her art, like you're just looking at that hardcover online of her collected art, and it's very 60s, very... Uh, 60s pop. Yes, like, 60s pop. It's, it's cool. got that kind of like that washed colors look to yeah. it a little bit too. But yeah, pretty badass art. It's so. pretty sweet. Yeah. I would pretty. definitely probably get a tattoo that like looked like that style. I yeah. definitely see like pin up in that style too. Yeah, like, and that Wonder, Wonder really Woman and stuff was pretty cool. Yeah. So I think she's still doing the circuit for... Um, I don't Certain, know. She's uh, 91, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, and speaking of uh, doing the circuit and uh, one of the uh, personal crushes of my co-host here, Lady Abby, um, someone else who is known for the Aquaman legacy, uh, uh, Jason Mr. Momoa. Jason Momoa. <sighs> What's up, bro? But, um, yeah, it's badass, bro. But, uh, yes. Sorry, yes. I'm getting excited. Abby, Abby, Abby gets very excited. Except I'm really mad at him, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's no longer... He didn't come to Cleveland. He went to Columbus. Fucking asshole. So you, you you bought tickets to... I bought tickets. I bought the meet and greet. I bought 
the signing of the photo, and I also got the photo up. Like, I got all this shit just so I could meet him. And this is my only DC person that I actually, like, wanted to see. And he cancels. So, do you want to know what? No, I hate all of DC. No. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's just it was just very frustrating. And then Stanley also canceled, which really you know broke my heart as well. But he's known for that. I know. You know so he's like, I'm Stanley. Ninety one. So yeah, that's true. I'm <laughs> sure he's, he's ripped off there. some Ramona's. And his wife recently passed away, so well, I'm sure his motivation bad. to do anything right now is not very high. So I understand. Doesn't mean I'm not less heartbroken. But anyways, it's bullshit. Guy playing Aquaman really, you know, pissed me off. So, mm-hmm. sorry, but I don't think I'm going to be watching his new Aquaman. No, 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 no. I was about to say, though. Like, that's, no, I don't that's, think no, so. No, no, come on, come on, come on. I'm not paying money to watch it. I'll buy the ticket. I, nope, I'm not letting I'll you do buy, that. Nope, because this is probably going to be the one DC movie that you're actually going to be excited to see. I'll wait for the movie to come out and bootleg it. Well, you know I'm going to own it on DVD because I'm like obsessed with it. And then sell it two weeks later. No. <laughs> I got rid of, all right, the only, all right, I needed, I needed beer money and gas money, so I had to get rid of some of my DVDs and sell them for 10% of their product. Were all DVDs? Well, yeah, that's all I have left now because I sold all my other DVDs, but it was like seasons two and three of Arrow and seasons two of uh, Flash or Supergirl or something. It's all the stuff I'm not going to watch ever again anyways, but, you know, I, I, I still feel like a dirty, horrible person. But all the live-action movies, no, I'm never going to get rid of any of those. So I've got every single one, including Steel on DVD, which is hard to track down, you think. But, uh, yeah, no, they're really good. In Sorry, fact, I fell asleep for yeah. a second. Sorry. Well, yeah, that's just like she did instantly after the opening scenes with uh, Jason Momoa, Bear Shirt, talking to Ben Affleck, and then the rest of Justice League. Is oh, I just... saw that before I even watched the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Boyfriend, if you knew the kinds of things I did to that picture, boy. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh dear. I'm guessing the ocean wasn't the only thing wet. No, that's not. That wasn't. That wasn't. But, good. That was not a good joke. Well, yeah, I mean, Adventure Comics to '69 or whatever. '61. '61 from. Uh, June of 1959, which is a great year. I remember that year. It was, I was, I had no responsibilities. I wasn't alive. It was great. <laughs> I had nothing to worry about. But I was worried about Aquaman and his adventure with his dueling against the Animal Master. So, but yeah, yeah, uh, I can't give you the, the, well, yeah, the cover art. I think I looked up the wrong one while I was doing research for this, but the cover art is... So, like, this whole point of the whole background research thing, I kind of didn't do a good job on it, so... I know you didn't, so I'm going to try to cover for Abby (laughs) and her lack of effort, and... Well, anyways, you know, really quick, if you don't know who Aquaman is, you're a fucking idiot, but... I'll just read this off from Wikipedia really quick. He's a superhero appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics, created by Paul Norris and Mort Singer. The character debuted in More Fun Comics, number 73, November 1941. Initially a backup feature, and that's what he is even when we're reading him now, uh, 18 years later. Um, yeah, he's, he's starring several volumes of the solo comic book series later. During the late 1950s and 60s, superhero revival period known as the Silver Age, blah, 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 we all know this, he was founding member of the Justice League. In the 1990s modern age, writers interpreted the Aquaman's character more seriously, just like every other character. He was dark and brooding, and he had uh, his hand chopped off because the 90s, every DC character possible had something bad happen to him. So he's Luke Skywalker? Yes. But... Okay. 
<laughs> and he also has a fucked up family. So his brother. Because his sister. Uh, no, but wow. Mara, I mean, they're royalty, so there's probably Ooh. some blood relation there Ooh. somewhere, you know. On the Game of Thrones territory. Yeah, 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 yeah. And no, the family's fucked up. Like, uh, his, his brother's Ocean Master, or his half-brother or whatever, and, uh, his brother killed his mother. Wow. It's like a big old Shakespeare thing. Yeah, this is so, definitely Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. except better, because it's DC. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the, uh, he also appeared in, obviously everyone knows him from Super Friends. Uh, what else? He's in Justice League Unlimited, which is one of my favorite freaking animated shows. You like that show too. That's where you met yeah. Booster Gold. Yeah. And, um, he also appeared in live action Smallville. And as we just mentioned, he is in the upcoming full feature film, uh, 2018. What was that November? I think it's coming out, but Aquaman the movie. So that should be pretty cool. I'm very excited about it because I don't know, it's Aquaman, he's finally getting a fucking movie, so, yay! But, um, yeah, so without further ado, any other questions on uh, Aquaman there, Abby? You got, uh, you know... Uh, what is he going to come to fucking Cleveland? God damn Yeah, yeah, well, but yes, anyway, so, we're going to get into Aquaman from Adventures. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, so Adventure Comics always had, uh, like, a bunch of stories in the cover of this one. I think it had Superman on the cover, and normally it had some, like, Green Arrow stories, or... Batman or Wonder Woman, just anybody from the DCU, and it's just like small seven-page stories, which I kind of wish they'd go back to that sometimes, you know, just like single-shot stories or just single-issue stories, but, yeah, but everything is work. everything has to be in continuum now, and yeah. it's just, I don't That's know. That's what the audience wants now, man. I guess. I just want some entertainment, you know, I don't, you know, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, we here we are, and this is Aquaman dueling the anim, anim, animal master, and uh in the first panel, we have a lion, and we have an octopus in the swamp. I don't think octopuses live in African swamps, but we have, uh, what is it, <laughs> a gorilla, a lion. I'm pretty sure these all don't live in the same. An elephant, and a man with a mustache. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's definitely a very special environment. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, uh, it says, just as Aquaman is a master of sea creatures, so is Gustav. Is that Gustav? Gustav. Gustav the Great. And a master of wild animals. But while Aquaman is mankind's protector, Gustav is the mankind's enemy. This being so, a showdown battle between the sea creatures and the land animals takes place in the most fantastic conflict on record when Aquaman duels the animal, animal master. 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 Master, master, master. I like Beast Master, but animal yes. master. Yeah, yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. But, um. Except, like, you know. Would you? The, um, Three Musketeers version. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to be uh, Gusto? Yeah, you have a better accent than I do. All right. You're trapped, Aquaman. Your fish pals can't help you when you're in the shallow water, so my animal friends and I won't have any trouble finishing you off. Now it's just the opening, you know, so we're going to get to that probably a page later. But right now we open up, and uh, it's at the circus, because... <laughs> I was laughing about this. Why is DC so obsessed with the fucking circus and the Silver Age? Yeah, I'm sure the last episode we read was about the fucking yes, circus. Yes, I think the one before that, when you weren't here, I did one with the circus. I, they just really liked the circus in the 60s. Because it was uh, crazy. It was crazy. They, I think circus, <laughs> Magical, circus and up, anything could happen at the circus. Good, yes, including animal brutality. Mm-hmm. But uh, one night, under a circus big top, as a wild animal act comes to an end. Amazing! Bravo, Gustav! Bravo! Applause. Bah! I don't need their cheers to know when I'm the world's greatest animal trainer. I want money, not applause, and one day I'll have money to burn. <laughs> yep. 
The day Gustav dreams about finally arrives when... Hey, Gustav, have you gone crazy? You're letting the wild animals loose. I plan this move for weeks. All the proceeds of tonight's big charity performance will go to me. There's a giant tiger breaks out of the cage. Gustav, animals, they're all around us. You armored car guards, listen. Interfere with this stick-up and my toothy pals have been trained to take care of you. So drop the money sacks. So he's surrounded by uh, lions and tigers and no bears. bears and, but... <laughs> and a cheetah and a panther. Basically yep. all the big cats. Mm-hmm. They're all now endangered. Soon after, a half a million in cash. And no one can stop me before the police find this tin can. I'll be on a cabin cruiser bound for a life of pure velvet. Okay. <laughs> Velvet. I want velvet. Everything covered in velvet. Velvet everywhere. Everywhere velvet. <laughs> oh my god. There's a different time. I'm really sweaty, guys, but I love it. Like... So silky smooth. Uh, but uh, later that night, as the police find the getaway car... Gustav mustn't switch to a boat, but he won't get far. We'll alert Aquaman. If Gustav's at sea, he's as good as cut. Earlier the next morning, as Aquaman's finny friends report on Gustav's whereabouts, and Aquaman investigates... Here's a news flash from police headquarters. Aquaman has joined the hunt for fleeing Gustav the Great. Bang, bang! Oh, someone's shooting at the whale. Oh, it must be Gustav. Shooting He's at the whale. Shooting at the whale that Aquaman, Aquaman is, riding. is riding. Which, might I add, is wearing the same Speedos as the other dude. <laughs> yep. Just pointing that out. J- joined it? He's he's here. Aquaman himself. Zip, zip, zip. Mether, you'll never get me. Gustav, surrender without a fight. Very well, I'll board his boat with the aid of a stream of water sprouted by my whale pal. <laughs> <laughs> That's extremely inappropriate, Aquaman. <laughs> I think you need to keep your bestiality to yourself. <laughs> and he gets sprayed over to him and uh, sticks <laughs> So presently, as Aquaman transfers the money sacks to a seagoing armored car, a.k.a. a whale... They'll be safer with the whale in case of a storm. Just choke on these bags of money, you whale. I gave him an order to deliver the loot to the nearest port. Meanwhile, how would the... All right, if you deliver it to the nearest... So, like, there's, there's going to be some people sitting at the port like, Man, this whale just, like, threw up half a million fucking dollars on this thing. That's awesome! Because I don't speak whale, so I'm going to go ahead and take this money. All right. They obviously I mean, didn't think this far. Ahead. I mean, I would have, like, would have imagined sitting at the dock, and all of a sudden, this, what is that, a blue whale? Comes blue by, and just like, yeah. like Here's a shit ton of money. You're all just right. like, first you see a whale come at you, you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then it's like, and you're like, money. okay. Like, yeah, I would take that as an omen, like, that's a good sign, right? Oh, yeah. This whale just vomited money on me. Whale of a tail, I'll tell you, lad. <laughs> Attention, Aquaman. We're trying every means of reaching you. A plane made forced. Rec- excuse me. A plane made a forced landing in a squall. Location as follows. I must rescue those plane passengers. They're more important than Gustav, but he won't get away. I've tampered with the engine, so it won't take Gustav anywhere till I return. Please took out the. Or just the ignition. Yeah, just, <laughs> like, took the keys. Yeah, like, you know, no, just pop out the ignition. <laughs> it's just like boop. Minutes later, as Aquaman's incredible swimming speed eats up the distance of the foundering plane, I'll summon my giant squid friends to keep the plane afloat till help arrives. Then I'll return to Gustav. 
This sudden storm may have golfed his boat, too. But by the time Aquaman swims back... Good, good grief! I'm too late! The boat's broken up! There's no sign of Gustav! Poor oh, fellow! no, he took the bellows! He, <laughs> <laughs> he did! That's how he slowed him he, down! He, he took I'll the just... bellows and he sucked the boat! This doesn't look important! <laughs> no, he's like, this looks really important! There you oh, go! Try to get away when you're sinking, he motherfucker! Oh my god. He's, he's a blonde. He's like, poor fellow. He's yeah. a blonde. He's totally blonde. Like, okay. well, yeah, this blonde. looks important. <laughs> okay. He must have drowned. <laughs> Nothing human could survive these giant waves. Oh my oh, god. well. So, but Aquaman is wrong. Desperately clinging to a fragment of the boat, Gustav the Great clings to life. I hate Aquaman. Oh, no, shit. Yes. <laughs> I would fucking hate him too. You like, yeah, like as he was like, okay, so as he was leaving while the boat's sinking, like, didn't that boat US back then, nope, buddy? Nope. Like, no tow insurance here. Oh my god. I hate Aquaman. He didn't offer me tow insurance and I escaped with a fortune, but he gave it away to a fucking whale. <laughs> but now I'm going to live. I must live to revenge myself of Aquaman. Yeah, well, I mean, I <laughs> Look, he looks like, wow, he looks like, uh, what's his face from, uh, um, uh, what is that movie where they get, he gets deserted on the island? Tom Hanks? Yep. Yeah. Uh, deserted. What is it? Isolated. What is it? Abandoned. Why am I having a brain fart? Uh, I know what you're talking about, though. Wilson, but, uh. That's a good movie, too. But a storm passes, and for days the criminal's Gustav drifts to the ocean currents. Where am I going? How long must I suffer from thirst, hunger, the burning sun? But I must hang on so that I can re- have my vengeance. I must destroy Aquaman for what he did to me. Castaway. Castaway, that's Cast it. The fuck the movie's that's called. it. Sorry, I was mm-hmm. distracted. No, no, I, well, I, was, I figured you were looking that up. You, all you missed was him uh, being out to sea. And then he finally, after several days at sea... Washes Gustav, more dead and alive, onto a lonely isle. His demented brain obsessed with one unthought. Well, no shit. I made it. You hear me, Aquaman? I made it! I don't know or where or when or how I'll get to you my revenge, but you'll pay for ruining my plans. A week later, as the castaway, now fully recovered, right, begins the explore of the island. Ooh, a leopard. I caught a natural trap. If I free him, great guns, I'll just... Wait, it just hit me. I know how to get revenge. I'm not Gustav the Great for nothing. That's a pretty good illustration, too, of the cat. The cats are kind of hard to draw. I think, you know. But soon after, this leopard, who could tear me to pieces of rubbing against my leg like a kitten, the island is a jungle, full of animals. It may take me years, but just as Aquaman is a master of sea creatures, I'll become a master of animals. He is a valid. Yeah, yeah. A year of relentless inspired training. A year of relentless inspired training passes. Then one day... These I like how they just like totally skip everything. All the training. Aquaman saving the whole plane, plane thing yeah. and him training everything. They didn't even have cutscenes or anything. They're just like, well, this happened. Well, you only <laughs> had so much time because all these other superheroes kept pushing Aquaman to the back of the, Literally. the, the you know, comic. These wild animals obey me like the fish obey Aquaman. Now I can send out a distress message in these bottles salvaged from wrecks washed up on the island. Aquaman will answer the appeals, never realizing whom he's rescuing. Whom? Uh, whom. <laughs> the correct usage of whom, by the way. Mm-hmm. See, this we... is what I liked about old school comics. Proper English? Proper English, and they actually like use real like big words. Yes. They knew kids were going to read, and that's how kid became, kids became educated on like proper That's why all I know is BAM! <laughs> 
Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a few weeks later, Aquaman's ocean subjects bring the distress messages to their ruler. According to this, a few weeks later, bitches, y'all late. What were you flying by pigeon? Like, yeah, well, they're well, going by swordfish, eel, octopus, and a flying fish. The eel's got to be not very fast. Like, <laughs> yeah, he even looks like he's, he's last know, place right here. Like, yeah. Yep, guys. Like, what's funny though is it just looks like Aquaman's just been heavily drinking. Yeah, he's like sun- because he's just sitting there reading a letter, surrounded by empty bottles, floating he around. Definitely looks like he's been so drinking. him and his fishy friends are very drunk. That's it. According to this SOS, a man is being held captive by a pirate gang. I'll take along a task force of my marine pals and free him after I sober up. The following day, as Aquaman follows the crude directions of the message, this must be the island. Al, great Scott, a gorilla! That's the best gorilla I think you've ever played. I'm a goner. He's reaching out his bone. What? Bone crushing. Oh, bone. I didn't finish the sentence. <laughs> I'm a goner. He's reaching out his bone-crushing arms to break me in two. Bone-crushing. They're putting two words together with a hyphen in the middle. That's correct English. I know, but it just threw me off. But an instant after, unexpectedly, he's gone crazy. He's threshing about in pain. Now yeah, I can't yeah. <laughs> Wait to see what happens with my electric eel friends intervene. They'll be repelling the gorillas with electric shocks. I feel like there should be some <laughs> sounds, yeah, there but there's no not. Just but not. I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> they're pretty cute looking eels, though. They are. They're yeah, they've got like, nice little they're noses. They're super cute. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're totally uh, taking down that gorilla, though, for sure. Uh-huh. And on the shore, a bit later, blast Aquaman. Somehow he's beaten my gorilla. <laughs> But no matter the fool is leaving with his fish friends up the natural sea canal, which crosses the island. Aquaman is swimming to his doom. <laughs> Inland, ten minutes later, good good heavens. I shouldn't have followed the directions in that message. Yeah, now you're getting No shit. We've swum into a shallow stretch. We can't maneuver underwater rocks or right under my fish's fins. They're trapped. Get them, Jumbo. Crush them under your huge feet. Guess what animal that is. Jumbo. This sounds a lot like that Dumbo. baby deer name. Oh, Dumbo. Yes, right. Which is an elephant. <laughs> an elephant. And his enormous feet. Gustav, you're, you're alive? With only one purpose in life, Aquaman. Revenge. I lured you here to destroy you with my trained animals. And just like every other villain, if they just applied this time and effort and thought into just living a more positive... Well, he had a whole life. fucking year, so... You think he'd get over it by then? He just accept he the fact that maybe I shouldn't have robbed people. And he's on an island. He doesn't have much to think about besides training animals and kill Aquaman because his Aquaman is the only to escape because he can't get off the island. And Aquaman's the only one that can swim through the water. It's like, you know. Hey, you probably didn't have any porn. Yeah, and you know yeah. he had the gorilla. Yeah, <laughs> he is an animal trainer. If you know what I mean. Ew. I'm a ruler of animals. Yeah, just line. as you are a ruler of sea creatures. Well, but this showdown like that whale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. To each their own. They're both mammals, yeah. so you know what. <laughs> the showdown battle will prove who is the superior force. In a few seconds, that rogue elephant will stomp me into the creek. I must stop it. Suddenly, as Aquaman orders a school of luminous fish to shape the huge spotlight, which is pretty convenient to have all these deep sea creature Those fish are in the creek. Fish, which, might I add, are probably one of my favorite fish in the world. Well, they're really cool. They're really cool. But I don't think they'd survive in a jungle creek. No, but they're just really cool because 
off topic, but have, do you know how um, anglerfish mate? Yes, you told me. That. Yes. So I'm going to tell the audience. So oh, anglerfish, okay. every time you think of the theoretical, like, you know, idea of an anglerfish, you see the big jaw with, like, the thing in front of it that's bioluminescently mm-hmm. shining. That is the female anglerfish, okay? The male anglerfish is, like, maybe, like, two inches long and doesn't, like, really do a whole lot besides mate with the female. Mm-hmm. And how it mates with the female is that it latches onto the female with its, like, jaws. And then it the female angler absorbs the male angler into its body and it becomes a little nub. Mm-hmm. And that's how they reproduce. So she absorbs, you know, all the reproductive stuff and uses what she can and uses him as like energy and all this stuff. And so when you see anglerfish with a bunch of little nubs all over it, that's every single male that has been latched on and turned into a nub. Yeah. It's pretty excellent. That describes my last marriage. But Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying off topic, but that's why I love anglerfish. Anglerfish are awesome. Badass. Deep sea shit is is cool. That's what I think that's part of my attraction to the Aquaman actually is just like I love the ocean and I love the like the wonder of it and Atlantis is a cool ass he likes you know, fucking whales. Let's talk about And it. I like fucking whales. But, well, most of the time. Only the whales on top. Jaws you know. full, <laughs> their jaws full, full of, of money. money. Yeah. <laughs> Show me that money, bitch. But, <laughs> and then here you go. <laughs> so we got this luminous fish school. Anglerfish school, yes. which doesn't happen, by the way. Yes, it worked. The luminous fish beamed a blinding shaft of light into the elephant's eyes, panicking it. Very good. Oh, yeah, but, they, all right. they shoot lasers. Blast that out. Laser beams off the freaking heads. I got it where they got it from. It was this specific comic. Oh, yeah. This is a big groundbreaking comic. And then it says, yeah. It misled an entire generation of how sea creatures work. What? That's what the elephants said. It said, yeah. Yeah. Blast that, Aquaman. He stampede my elephant. But he won't stop my lion. What? What's he up to you now? You ain't lion. He's. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> What's he up to now? Besides bad puns, he's sending out his op- octopus to meet my lion. Besides the octopus. Dr. <laughs> <Like an> octopus. <laughs> Abruptly, as the octopus whips its lightning fast tentacles around the king of beasts. <laughs> the octopus tied me this. Tied up the stupid cat and lost his jaws. Now it's getting kinky, guys. Yeah, there's, oh, there's tentacles all over the place. The lion doesn't look like he's not enjoying it. In fact, he's kind of going like, mmm. Right? I don't know where that other tentacle is going, but it's definitely <laughs> not around his foot. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some spare ones. He's got his mouth wrapped up in tentacles. All of his paws are like restrained. I'm kind of getting horny right Ew. now. The octopus tied up the I'm stupid cat and muscled out. his jaws. I'll finish Aquaman off myself with the steel sword I fashioned from the metal scrap of Rex. Oh, all right, God. so okay. you failed at training all these animals are like way stronger so, than you. So first of all, what kind of steel is on a wreck? You don't make boats out of steel. Steel sinks. Yeah, but it's probably like, you know, a, beach, a beached wreck. In the 50s? A beached wreck of a steel ship. You know what's going to happen when a steel ship wrecks? It's going to fucking sink. But what if it's on the beach? No. How's it going to sink on the beach? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 
This is not how this works. He probably crashed onto the beach. This doesn't make sense. This makes sense. This makes plenty of sense. All the swords I ever made were out of scrap from okay. wreck ships. All right. So, <laughs> even as Gustav the Great rushes forward with, to with step... With the handguard. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he does have a handguard. He was very nifty. You know, like... He was, oh, I'll bend the steel into a handguard with my gorilla help. Yeah, like, so. what are you going to heat up the steel with? Like, this is not... With the luminescent fish lasers. No, no that's Aquaman. Uh, I'm sorry, you're right. Probably the elephant and his stampeding ability to... Okay. But even as Gustav the Great rushes forward to stab the defenseless Aquaman... Guess what's gonna come up? I don't know. Maybe a fucking swordfish. A swordfish! God damn it. We all know that a swordfish would totally not be armed by a real sword in any way. Would just be able to deflect that steel. Because steel is not stronger than a a bone. Flesh. Yes, no. Flesh and bone, obviously. Duh, it must be a really shitty sword that's made out of not steel. Like, I don't know. Maybe fucking fiberglass, or maybe fucking wood. Now, do they have fiberglass in the fifties? I don't think they did, but exactly. they would have had wood. Well, sure. yeah, wooden boats. Wood's always been around, if you know what I mean. Oh my god! A swordfish crossing swords with me. Is there no end to the ingenuity yeah, of Aquaman's sea creatures? You say I have bad puns. Like that was just bad. Like this. Oh my god! Good work, my swordfish pal. Gustav's disarmed, and there's the water oxen just looking in the background. Sword. Time. But not Peyton. Yonder buffalo is bringing me a dozen homemade bombs. Coconuts <laughs> wow, stuffed with real explosive cellulose. What? Cellulose. How much time did he have explosive to Explosive fat. That's what he's saying. Off of what? Explosive. The whale, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But uh, explosive cellulose. Yeah, I get that sometimes, too. It's fine, guys, after Taco Bell. Damn. But, no, <laughs> like what? As Gustav reaches for the bombs, wait. You're stupid buffalo. You're tipping the raft, dousing the bombs. You're wasting your breath, Gustav. The buffalo won't listen to you. Only me. I gave him a telepathic order to tilt that raft. And this is where we bring up the interesting yeah. fact that, yes, yeah, sometimes Aquaman can conveniently talk to land animals. Maybe he's like... Well, I even read that if, if, if you're a water-based, like, genetically, like humans, he could, he could telepathically talk to us because we originally were from the ocean and so are certain aliens. But... I guess water oxen, water oxen, aqua oxen, aqua ox. But it doesn't make sense. I know. But I'm maybe... Just, uh, just, that's a loophole that I don't appreciate. Yeah, it, it is kind of crazy. That doesn't... Okay. Well, it's better than Superman's super laugh. I'll I tell mean, you that. I guess it doesn't make sense with making bombs out of fat, but anyway. <laughs> You're crazy. I've trained that puppet for a year. He obeys the, all my slightest commands. And he's a land animal. That's what we're saying, Gustav. That's where you made your mistake, Gustav. My authority over that buffalo overrides yours. Crow! You see? He's a water buffalo. Oh, see, I was right. So he's an aqua ox. <sighs> Later, because I guess the buffalo knows that his name is water buffalo, which genetically makes him water related, I guess. Later, as Aquaman gathers old fishing nets Just from the ocean you name floor. Something doesn't mean that that's what it is. And hands it to a school of flying fish to make an aerial cell, because flying fish. Do fly. No, they don't, they don't actually, no, they don't actually jump across the waves. Oh, they actually fly. They fly and they yeah. build nests and stuff. They migrate. Uh, I'll get you for this day, Aquaman. Someday I'll finish after I finish my prison sentence. I'll have my revenge. Or you can just find something new to like latch that attention to. I have nothing to worry about, Gustav, because I'm a master of animals and you're all what? Hey. Yeah. The end. And which end did he go in? We don't know. But that's the end of Adventure Comics 2, 6, 
1951. Thank you. From June 1959. So, all right, we learned some uh, stuff about Aquaman today. That he um, now has control over. He has his water over anything. (laughs) It's fucking stupid. It's ridiculous. That is pretty bad. But this is 1959. It was a pretty crazy time. Uh, so yeah, that was that was awesome though, wasn't it? That wasn't like a really it's a pretty interesting era actually to like write comics and. Stuff. Oh for sure, well, they were even saying how they're trying um, to like entertain people. It's a pretty shitty time, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, all the shit going down. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised there wasn't any like anti-communist in there. That's but, what I'm saying. But yeah, uh, I mean, for for the time being, like I said, these these are stories are crushed the the very back of the books because Aquaman forever is going to be like you know. Back of the bus. Back of the bus guy. Like, get in the pack with the rest of the fish. So, mm. it sucks. But uh, he's definitely getting some love and attention now, which he deserves. I think he's a phenomenal character and he's awesome. But, I don't know. What do you think? Well, that's a pretty, pretty awesome, awesome story. What did you say? Mm. And with Gustav, there's a lot of character development there. There's no character development uh, at all. <laughs> what are you talking about? He spent a year on an island training animals just to get his revenge. And something that, when it was the last time you saw Gustav the Great. Well, I heard that he's going to be part of the, uh, yeah. he's, he's actually the guy who's going to kill Batman at Batman's wedding. It's Gustav, the animal master. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. So, um, <laughs> with that, sorry, our nervous. first story, I don't know if we're going to get the other one, but like, what, what, what would you, what would you say? I'd say at least like 9.9, you know? I'm going to, I'm going to, solid 4.5. 4.5. Hey! It's better than someone that's, that's that being, like, generous. Yeah. I mean, it was very scientifically sound. Everything in that was basically like groundbreaking, uh, just just using facts to make stories more interesting. And I think, yeah, the, the I mean, for the time period, I can see why I was in the back of the book. <laughs> I'm just saying, seriously, like, mm-hmm. well, it was. It was a filler story. It was a filler story. So I guess four point five. Be it's, fair. It's not definitely. It's not bad. It's just not good. Yeah. Like, it's just not very exciting. It's not very, uh... I don't know. I long. Felt, I it's felt only, what, what do we say? Seven, seven pages? pages? Yeah, so I mean, in seven pages, you can't really do a whole lot. So in that, you know, in that aspect, they did as much as they could in seven pages. So, it definitely has more dialogue than some of the 24-page comics out right now. It so, does. Bigger no, words, like you were saying. The art is okay. If I saw it in color, I might feel some other way about it, yeah. but because we're seeing it in black and white, it's okay. And this is Ramona stuff, too. So yeah. So it probably which, actually is pretty good. We, yeah. We can probably Google some of the images for Back it, in the day, I'm sure this was probably, like, really good. Yeah. But, like, you know, I'm just saying right now, and not seeing it in color is definitely affecting my own personal opinion on it. I feel that. Um, but, I mean, the writing wasn't bad. You actually knew what the fuck was going on. Yes. Yeah, so, right. It's better than Booster Gold last yeah, time. Yeah, there's a lot of other things that we've read. That we've reviewed. That, uh, there was a sound story and a plot. There was a sound story. There was an actual plot. You know, there's a climax and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, resolution and everything. That's where the whales spurted, right? The uh-huh. climax? Yep. Okay. And then, uh, I don't know, I'm going to go with like a 4.8, though, because it's a filler story. It's a 4.8. It's a 4.8. So, okay. kind of an outro there or another story? We'll do another. I think we're going to do another one. You want to do another one? Yeah, I want to do another one. Um, I feel like this was just very anticlimactical, <gasps> and I don't feel satisfied. So we're going to go again. Every day the surface waters grow stronger.
So welcome back. World's Finest Comics, number 126. 126. Of June 1962. 1962. This is Aquaman and Aqualad and the Super Sea Circus. And, um... Why? Yeah. I think we should... Like I said, I think we should just do, like, an, uh, a special oh episode of all the circuses. No, I do not want to do that. <laughs> I don't even like circuses. They freak me out. That's what I'm saying. But... Yeah, DC's really into circuses back then. Why? So. <laughs> Why is this a thing? I just don't understand. Someone needs to explain to me what the pop culture thing is for circuses. Was it like that big? Is that their yeah, own entertainment? And ever? I was thinking, like, because I think the only thing that everyone had in common was circuses. Is that the thing? Yeah. Uh-huh. And who who's the writers there? Well, I got it written down. Jack you know. Miller and Nick Cards. Nick Cards did the art, and uh, yeah. It looks almost identical. Now, this is like, so we're reading from a black and white copy. This was color originally. Yeah, but the yeah, art the looks almost exactly still... like the art of the other one. Yeah, the black and white thing still is throwing me off, I guess. Well, but... I got the DC Showcase books, which is always like kind of a bad investment, especially nowadays. Everything comes in trade with like beautiful color. Of course, pages. I don't invest in anything DC besides. Yeah, well, Marvel did me. these too. It was Marvel Legacies or something besides like that. Things that cancel Yeah, I never cancel them. Talking about Jason? Yes. Jason's a dick. He yeah, I know. What I'm saying is, he I don't invest you wrong. in anything. He ignores you. He never comes to town. No, he ignores you. <laughs> you don't even care about me anymore. You, know, you got a doesn't. haircut. You didn't even notice. <laughs> exactly. Jason Ball, <laughs> fuck you. But from near and far, they come to gasp at the thrills of the amazing maritime acts performed by Aquaman's finny friends. But unknown to the sea sleuth, evil intruders lurk behind the scenes of. Aquaman Super Circus! I'm so proud of you besides that last line. Why? Super Sea Circus! Oh shit! Aquaman Super Sea Circus! He got through Sloop. <laughs> he got through Mary Time. He got through Fitty Friends. Fitty Friends. But the last fucking say, fitty sentence fitty friend, fitty friend, fitty that had the biggest letters on the whole fucking page. <laughs> besides Boom! Which is, uh, and you wanted to talk about that. Oh yeah. my god, so this one, so there's both Aquaman and Aqualad are shooting out of a cannon while Aqualad is holding on to Aquaman's legs. Ankles. So, his ankles. <laughs> so when you're thinking about it, when they're inside of the cannon all scrunched up and shit. They're very comfortable. Aqualad's face is probably in Aquaman's <laughs> ass. Yeah. And yeah. he's loving it. Mm-hmm. So, oh. yeah. Ha Aquaman and his sea pal. We'll go flying a lot farther than when we start firing our guns. So there's two very criminal-looking guys, and they're on a speedboat flying. They're driving through what looks like circus property, but, you know, they just pull up in a speedboat, and they have these uh, out-to-water grandstands where everybody's watching the show. And uh, they said that now they're planning, I believe, I think they're going to rob the circus, because if you haven't learned anything yet, you're never going to successfully rob a circus, whether Superman shows up or Aquaman shows up. or Probably Chris Craft boat, dude. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, there. what year do you think it is? Do you think it could find Yeah, it's 1962. It's probably Chris Craft, all, uh, <laughs> all wooden boat. No, I'm not joking. It's probably no, all, all wooden boat, um, which is like a big thing in the boating community. Oh, yeah. Right they have like, like, like big uh, mm-hmm. like conventions and stuff, right? Yeah. Where they all get together and real weird. jerk off on each other's it's real, yeah. it's, it's real weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it gets like, real like weird. Wood <laughs> so, comic book fans, just know that there's a group of weirdos out there always weirder than we are. 120%. 120%. <laughs> so, there are like 
these Chris Kravitz is a type of boat because we both work in the boat business. That's where this is coming from, and and that's why I thought uh, having to be so excited about Aquaman because it's just so related to our. It's not boating. He's water is a good thing. Yeah, but he, he's got a water life. You know, he probably still likes to buy uh, PFDs and. Obviously and not, because he can swim right. underwater and breathe underwater. <laughs> he doesn't need a fucking PFD. Uh, he probably needs some epoxy, though. No, he does not. An impeller for, for his 1962 Chris. No, <laughs> that's not his. The stands are packed for Aquaman's unique sea circus, presented annually for charity, of course. And now, folks, says Aquaman. We present Topo, and yes, Topo is probably my favorite. I, I was trying to dig up some more information on Topo, but he is—he makes frequent uh, appearances. And, wasn't he and, in the last one? They just didn't name him because there was an octopus in the last. Well, one. Well, there was an octopus in the one. Was that him? Or I, I don't think so because he didn't call him by name, or maybe he wasn't named yet. Maybe there was, there was the years went by and they finally decided, hey, we're True. gonna give this guy a name. So yeah. Topo was pretty cute. It's a pretty cute guy. Uh, I love uh, octopi, so yeah. he is a special place in my heart. Exactly. Octopuses? Making octopi are so fucking awesome. Like, they're so smart and crazy and ridiculous. Like, oh my god. And you've seen awesome. that, that nature, right, where like they show them changing colors like rapidly yeah. and stuff. It's like a freaking light show uh-huh. going on. That stuff is And nuts. they do like escape artist type shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. And they are really smart. And, and they do like um, the puzzles and stuff that they make. Mm-hmm. Like all these like crazy like puzzles that they have to like you got to do this to open this and like they they they're they're really smart. Yeah, and it's, awesome. it's just I don't know. They, I, so the undersea world just blows me away, and like we don't we just take all these guys for. Oh yeah, you know, we know like what what did they say like five percent? Yeah, of, of the animals yeah. in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like guys, and we've never seen a live uh, giant squid still. I think right. Like, uh, I think they have seen a live one, but I think they have seen a live one by now, but. Yeah, still, that's like it's a, still per grace. Yeah, and now, folks, we present to you Topo and his seven octo acrobats in a thrilling trapeze act. Go ahead, Topo, you're on. Minutes later, look, Aquaman. Topo arranged the act so he'd be the big star of the performance. True, but you must admit he's putting on a great show. As Topo repeats the trapeze act, however, suffering sea snails. Then he <laughs> suffering sea snails. <laughs> They're always suffering. God damn! It. Why is it every sidekick say stupid fucking things? Like you got Robin fucking doing some He's stupid things. Yeah. Like gee Willikers, Batman. Like like oh my. Jumping Jehoshaphat postal stamps. Exactly yeah. right. Like oh my god. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> suffering sea snails. Then a hammy octopus added a twist to the stunt. A somersault before grabbing the other octopi. Oh, the octopi. <gasps> How dare he! I know. Well, you see, they're all falling. They're like, because they don't know what sound they make. So they're just like, Mah! and they're all falling. And, they're, and they missed the trapeze, and he, and he totally did not do his job as a team member and grab them with his eight arms. So it's, hmm. He made them all miss by his grandstand act. And they're falling. Shortly. Not falling shortly. They, they fell very highly, and they, they died. Topo, you spoiled your act by trying to be the whole show. See what you don't do it again. But as the maritime no, act continues... No, it doesn't really... Think it doesn't <laughs> ah, man, your pen is trying to climb up the finny pyramid thrown no. by those porpoises. We're not going to change the subject. Are the other octopus dead or no? I well, they landed in the water. Oh, my God. So they're probably okay. I'm so upset right now. <laughs> Are you ready? No, I'm not. I'm still recovering from the seven other octopuses that Shit fucking happens. died. 
What I'm sure Peter would get freaked out, but I'm, I'm look, and look, he looks so fucking sad in this panel. I know, he's so cute. Like he's so cute, and he looks like he has like the squinched like eyebrows. He has big eyes. Like, 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 like if you read a dog and you saw like how they look sad when they did something wrong, that's the same fucking face that they're making that he's making right mm-hmm. now. He's not trying to be a jerk, but you know, ha ha. Aquaman's octopet is trying to climb up those finny pyramid formed by those porpoises. Okay, so they say finny one more fucking time. <laughs> Was it finny friends? Like, get finny the friends. fuck out of here. They said that last time, too. Yeah, I think that's like an ongoing line. Piss me off. What else would be? Fishy it, friends? It'd be better than finny His friends. scaly Stupid. cronies? How about just fucking sea creatures? Like, why did you just fucking say that? That's way more badass. That sounds way more badass than fucking Finny Friends. Finny Friends. Finny Friends. No, that sounds... No. Oh, no. Tobo made those porpoises' pyramid collapse under his weight. Was it on purpose? It wasn't on purpose. That's what I just... Yeah, you see, you beat me too. I was playing for like <laughs> an hour now too. I'm like I can't wait to do this porpoise joke. You bitch. <laughs> After, after Lady Abby stole my porpoise, I'm porpoise. I totally did it not on purpose, but it was so. Yeah. And afterward, as swordfish go into another sensational act. Oh my god! I think that's you. Now look at Topo Aquaman. He's trying to steal the swordfish act. It's spoiling everything. Yes, he's ruining the whole damn show. God damn it. I'll take to him again later, Uncle Lad. You'll right take to now, him? <laughs> yeah. Right now, it's time for our act. Let's go. The two <laughs> cannons. <laughs> yeah. That's not fucking it, uh, mm-hmm. innuendo right there. That's a hell of an act. But uh, this is where we, now we return to the first panel, so now we're like caught up in time, and they're climbing in, and he's grabbing his ankles, and he's got his face into his ass. And they're about to get launched from the cannon of love. Look at him go! <laughs> An instant later, a long tentacle reaches out of the spare cannon and fires it. Boom! What? Toto! Or Topo! That motherfucker, he's jumped out and he's fired himself from a cannon. But as Topo catapults into the act... Suffering seashells were going to collide! Oof! Stunned by the impact, the trio hurls seaward as... So they all ended up colliding together. Yeah, they all crashed together, even though they're kind of pointed at different directions. But you know, and they have uh, Arclad face first. <laughs> yeah, they're, tentacles. They're, yeah, they're all landing very painfully. It looks like near the grandstand. Yeah, but no, Arclad kind of looks like he's enjoying it. Well, he's like, go to that oh, it's like a side face. It's not like in terror face. And now we're back at the speedboat, the 1962 Chris Craft. Aquaman's temporarily out cold. This is just the break we need. Come on. Tense moments later, as the crowd looks on, oh no, you know. Aquaman, two bandits held up the box office during the confusion are making off with the receipts. The re- Topo, this is all your fault. The receipts? Like, just the receipts? Like, no cash? Like, aha, we have their transaction history now. Last four digits of their credit cards. Yeah, <laughs> all right. I don't know. To punish you, I'm going to Cut your boxing exhibition out of the show. We better hurry before those crooks get too far to follow Aquaman. Confidently. Confidently. Uh, yeah, absolutely confidently. <laughs> the daring duo of the deep takes up the pursuit until... Daring duo of the deep. That's mm. pretty... Pretty. I like that one. Yeah, that's better than Finny Friends. Yeah, I, I, I like that one. That's the a good daring one. duo of the deep. I like it. I like it. Well, they're debarking on that small... I like that, debarking. They're debarking on that small island, Aqualad. And since there are only two of them, we should be able to handle them easily. 
But when the aquatic... Aquatic? <laughs> aquatic, aquatic aces... When the aquatic aces land aquatic on the Aquatic aces. Come on. One more time. The aquatic aces do dynamic duel of the deep. One more. The aquatic finny friend nope. aces of... The aquatic... Aquatic. Aquatic. Say it with me. Aquatic. Aquatic? Aquatic. Aquatic. Aquatic aces land on the island. Aquaman were blundered. Okay, now let's see. I'm sorry. Let's start this over. But when the aquatic aces land on the island... Aquaman! We blundered right into a trap! You sure have, you two sea oafs, says the gangster-looking guy. Uh, we figured he'd be following us, so we prepared a little surprise for you. You're not going to leave us here, are you? Ha <laughs> ha! You didn't think we were going to take you along with us, did you, you stupid little fuck? Let's go, Mike! <laughs> Fucking Mike. <laughs> it would be Mike. <laughs> Bro, we'll die. We're we're left here out of water for an hour, Aquaman. Oh, chill out, you little fuck. <laughs> Suddenly, yipes! Someone knocked out our guns out of our hands with a seashell. Let me guess, it's a fucking octopus. It's not even looking at the next panel. Is this is a fucking octopus. God damn it! So he was able to fling seashells very accurately at the hands of the uh, gangsters and hit the guns out of their hands. Look, Aquaman, it's Topo! He must have followed us! I'll fix that fish! And there he, yep, yep he is a fish, right? He are, is. Are octopuses fish? Um, I don't think they're fish. But they're, uh, they're, uh. Um, Birds. No, no, no. They're, uh. Um, Reptiles. Exoskeletal. Where's the order that I'm looking for? Here's where you get it, you tentacled pest. But the wily octopus ducks. And yeah, let me down. Look out, Topo. Here comes the other one. Good huh? work, Topo. Considered a mollusk. A mo- Really? Mm-hmm. That's a surprise. Yep. So you always learn something new here at This Week of Aquaman's History. You learned about the mating features of... Cephaloids. Cephaloids. And we've learned mm-hmm. about octopi and... Yeah, it's considered a mollusk. That's interesting. That is really interesting. I did not know that. Hmm. That's a really good uh, Ween album, though, for the music fans out there. Mollusk. There that's a great album. Uh, but the Wily Octopus ducks and yow, let me down! Look out, Topo! Here comes the other one! Good work, Topo! Now get us down from here. The two powerful tentacles reach up. That's it. Aquaman, I guess Topo got a chance to do his boxing exhibition after all. And I am glad. <laughs> so am I. But I think we prefer to do it in front of an audience. <laughs> if you know what I mean. That's what we pay for this shit. But the big ham Topo, your fans are waiting for you. Let's get started. The and end. the fucking end. Always get started at the end. So I don't know. What do you think? That 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 one was uh, better than the last one. Yeah, there's fucking octopus in it. There's more circuses too. And, uh, yeah. And those thieves, definitely some character development for those thieves. Super legit thieves. Obviously, they own a fucking boat because that's clearly a thing that thieves do. So I'd have to go uh, with this one. Mm, I'm a six solid six. Hey, look for the love coming back with all the octopuses in it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I would have to go with, like, um, I kind of want to go with the 6-2. Is that all right? Can we agree on the exact same score? Can we, can we 6.1? do, like, a, yeah, 5.9? That's a different thing, yeah. Uh, 5.922 continued, I would say. But, yeah, that was that was good. That was fun. It was interesting. I liked it. I learned a lot about fish. 
Um, and molluscus. Invertebrates. That's a fucking word I was thinking of. It's yeah, an invertebrate. Exoskeleton. I'm like, what the fuck like, are you talking no, about? No, yeah, yeah, no. It's an invertebrate. Thank right. you. I, I just had a... Because uh, they have no backbone, right? Yeah, exactly. They don't have bones, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the word I was looking for, guys. Which, you know, I'm sure... There's a couple people that are listening like, it's an invertebrate, you asshole. That's the word. Thank you guys for putting that and sending your energy towards me and making me think of that word. That's the word I was looking for. And speaking of that. It's an invertebra. If you guys have any questions about uh, aquatic life or uh, wildlife in general, or uh, if you want to hear more Aquaman adventures from... I'm thinking uh, I want to do some Green Arrow next. What do you think? Oh, speaking to my heart right now. Because we can do some good... That's the thing. Those are well. No, there's some really bad green I'm arrow stories. I'm asking you to make some suggestions. Um, yeah, I'm down for some suggestions. Yeah, people hit us up on Slack chat or what's our email again? Email us at under the mattress comics at gmail dot com. Yes, and uh, and our our Twitter handle is aa under mattress. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that's where I was. Confused. You can twat us. You can email us. You can do whatever. Twat you us. Like. Twat us at aa under mattress. Mm-hmm. Or email Emails. us at under the mattress comics. At gmail.com. We would love to hear some suggestions if you guys or Slack a, chat. Yeah, or Slack chat for sure. That'd be the quickest way to get our response. So, but yeah, for anybody else uh, who's interested in the history of stuff and getting more facts and better bios of the uh, artists and writers, I strongly suggest what I almost pass out to every night to is uh, Chris and Reggie's Cosmic, Cosmic Treadmill, and of course, a uh, shout out to um, Jim and Eric at uh, Weird Science Comics, the make people who make it all possible. And we, we love you, and thank you for your support. And, uh, of course, to uh, the Marvel Minute and um, Get Fresh Crew. Get Fresh Crew. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you guys, and thank you for your patience. And we can't wait to get back into your ear holes again soon. But uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> we love you all, and thank you for the love, and we hope to hear from you. And I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope we wasted plenty of your time at work or falling asleep. Thank you. Or on the drive home. Or on the drive home. Uh, or just in the background. Or in the bathroom. Oh, hey. Yeah. All of the, ooh, <laughs> anything is possible. I want to be in your bathroom, in yeah. your ear holes right now. But thank you, guys. Love you all, and uh, have a wonderful day. Right. Or a good night. I'm in the phone with the